What you do, and don't go listen to weird science. Ah. <laughs> There's no time to listen yeah. to your sexy ass mama, so ah. no turning back now. This is the no weird science back. DC Comics podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, and I am Jim Warner, and this is episode number 80 of Weird 80. Out Loud. <laughs> milestone, milestone, <laughs> could be a milestone. You hear my throat? My throat's already killing me. <laughs> I used to be able to do that, I'd freaking jump on my toes. Yeah, a little spin, throw my hat. How you do that? Your toes break. Oh, my hip. My <laughs> hip goes first, and then the goddamn toes. Hey, hello and welcome, Eric, to the official and official podcast of WorldScienceDCComics.com for the week of July sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. I don't know. It's, it's a birthday, right? It is, is that the, the big news. Big the news. Third birthday of Weird Science. Now DCComics.com. Now DCComics.com. What was the old web? Uh, what was the old URL? Do you even remember how? Jim it was and Comics Comic no. Blog. Whopper Wednesday. <laughs> no, Weird Science DC Comics Blog. Blogspot.com. That nonsense. Yeah, I love that shit. It's all easy. Remember, you used to just eh, just look up Weird Science DC. You'll. It's a lot easier. And then everybody yelled at me. Well, actually, Reggie. Reggie get freaking yelling and Repairman Jack and all these people. that they wanted an easier. And do you, I guess people, do you use bookmarks anymore? Sometimes. If I don't want to, like, if I don't want to think about something, like I go to something every now and again, I'll put in a, like a strange bookmark. It's just, I only use them if it's something that I've gone to like one time. And it's usually a technical thing. Like some, yeah. the podcast. Like now. if I need to go oh, back and it's going to be like six yeah. months later and I don't, like I won't be able to remember it bookmark yeah. it yeah i'll do that i certainly do that but uh yeah usually you have that whole thing now on uh, like google and chrome where you go and you have like your top eight things that you've gone to you have to make sure that they porn. come up as porn at chat roulette chatterbait what else you got pornhub.com pornhub you're trying to you know no no uh jess that's not porn no obviously She's just not sitting there right next to you she, you just have the screen facing away from her no, and dude, I, I actually almost out. got caught today. I can't believe my pants were actually buttoned. She was taking a nap for a while. Really? And I just had a chatterbait screen up, right? It's, and the computer's sitting right next to me on the arm of my chair. And then I started watching screen Avatar. Screen up, pants down, well, right? Vegas, I, the pants were still on, and I don't even know why. Oh. I started. I had Avatar playing in the background, and I actually got into it. I don't really care for that movie. I'm watching it. And then next thing I know, she comes walking out the hall. What are you doing? Oh. Really? The, the, the pants were down. No, no, they were up. I, w- I could have been caught so much worse because they were down at one point. Yeah, the weird thing about all that is that really if I'm going to do any of that, there's no way I want to do that with pants up anyway. You know, no, no, so, no. So you would have been caught and not even doing anything. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. What are that you doing? Is- oh, this is just a YouTube channel, baby. Don't worry. No, that's all. No, you're researching. Oh, I'm researching for a documentary. I'm talking about pornography on the podcast tonight. Me and Pete Townsend. We're freaking researching. (laughs) He's researching some other crazy stuff, but you know. But yeah, it's the birthday for the site. Third birthday. I remember way back when, Eric, if I had the... When we were sitting there at work and I said, listen, we're going to start this podcast. Not podcast. We're going to start this site and we're going to call it Jim and Eric's comic book blog. And you laughed at me. Yep. I really think that would have taken off. 
You really think that would have taken off? I'm going to Jim and Eric's comic book blog. And then later we see these other guys that have very similar which people, if they go to the comic book roundup, can find. And I just laughed at them. I know. This guy. Dan's comic <laughs> extravaganza. What Who's this Dan guy, and why should I give a this shit? Guy? Yeah, why would anybody look that up, Eric? See, I learned. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson well. And you know what? We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network. <laughs> I, my throat's killing me. And the Batman Podcast Network. Proud. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. And you can email us at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. And yeah, if you could follow us on any site that you can subscribe, we'd like you to subscribe, Eric. That We're all over that interwebs. That helps us win. And uh, also, if you can rate and review the podcast, we would really appreciate a nice we gotta win and review. And I'm going to mention one thing right now, Eric. I'm going to What's tell that? you that we have a rant and rave line. Now, uh, Dancing Mike way back said, not way back, a couple weeks ago when you were in the <laughs> Way post, back. Way, way back said to us, hey, I would use the rant and rave line, but I don't get the reactions from you guys because we just throw it out there because we don't have a way to play this stuff while we're talking. He wants us to, you know, he wanted to have a rant and rave where he would say something, you know, it's 20 minute fucking yeah. rant and raves and he'd go on and, you know, we'll extend that another 50 minutes. We have our own <laughs> podcast going with Dan and Mike. But yeah, Mike wants to, you know, have some reactions so we would stop at, but we, we never were able to do that where we are. Not at all. Didn't have anything like a soundboard or anything, right? <laughs> Nothing that would do this. Like, Eric, tell me a little about your week. My week? Well, I, you know, uh, what did I do this week? What is going on? I watched a couple movies. Aww. What's going on there? <laughs> ah, yes, the crickets are back, Eric. I figured out how to do a soundboard. Now I can't figure out how to turn this goddamn <laughs> And that's the one thing that the soundboard, it, it showed us was that there's a lot of different crickets around the world. Here and you I go. hate them here, all. Here is a Bordeaux cricket from Spain, Eric. That, does, that, that sounds Can like you imagine know, trying to sleep to that? How about an eastern green bush uh, cricket? Where do you think an eastern green bush cricket would be from? Your mama. Greece. You're my mama. Yes. Here, here it is. Look at that. Listen to that thing. Jesus Christ. Sounds, like, my you went, sounds like you and Jess going to town, baby. How about a field like cricket that? from – how about a uh, great – oh, no. There's another great green bush from Germany. I think somebody's fucking around with us. How about this? A house cricket from Germany here. That's a, that's a that's normal pleasant. one, right? That's okay. That's okay. I still like the Georgia USA cricket that I like to use any Tell me anything that I don't want to hear, Eric. You start talking your crazy nonsense, it's coming back. And people will know. Uh, even Brandon, I said to him today, hey, I got a soundboard working. I'm going to be able to play sound effects. First thing, oh, man, crickets are back. Damn right. He sent me a tweet. I'm like, how does everybody know about this already? He's the only one I told. But the funny thing is that all those times before – you didn't hear them. Not this at all. Is the, this is the greatness of what I've figured out. You'd get which, quiet and I'd get suspicious. Yeah, that was what happened. You'd be, and you'd go, what, you playing those crickets? <laughs> and it always was. But yeah, I have like stuff like this when you, uh, Jess almost found you. I could give you one of these. Uh, yes, it's so good. I'm so happy. I'm so happy we have the sound effect. And, so, and it's just going to keep going. It's all because the whole thing's a fail. Uh, but yeah, you're probably going to hear a lot of sound effects, and I'm going to turn this into the morning zoo that I always wanted to have. That's always and everybody's going to stop listening at this episode. I, hey, it's always been my goal, and the problem is, as we talked this week, I said to you, if you had a 10 out of 10, you've already said you're done. Done. 
right? There's no it's reason the, to go check out anything done, more. It's a per, I've already it, read something. You've perfect. had that. So I told you that I want you then to specifically wait. And if we're going to be around the time that we want to give it up, two weeks from now, whenever. Right, right. Two uh, weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Third, third year. But if uh, if you get that, just put out a 10. We'll never put anything out. I think that after this podcast, because I can have all my money, <laughs> I'm done. I think the podcast is now. Can't open. get any better than this. It can't. Why I'll bother trying? I, I'm telling you, how can it get better Jesus than Christ that? Dead. How? Here's Johnny. Jesus Christ, Ed's loud. Now we're going to have to work on the sound levels of these things because some of these, but yeah. Or if I say like, Eric, man, you're an asshole. Oh, snap. That's right. Oh, my. It's so good. The avenues are opening up. (laughs) This is like, I I can't tell you. I am on top of the world. I think that we are going to dominate now. People are going to say, uh, we see some comments. I saw a new one on Reddit. Somebody right. gave some props, which is weird. Anytime oh, nice. we're mentioned on Reddit, it's usually garbage. Somebody said, oh, you should check these guys out. They're really good. Then there was a lot of nasty ones after that. But at least one guy said something. I now, like that but, one guy. But And the one guy said, listen, if you want a thorough podcast. And what the question was, it was a trucker. A trucker, Eric. I wish a I trucker. had some sound effects. From I meet a lot of them. Convoy. But, yeah, he said. Tuesday uh, nights. And, can yeah? Can anybody suggest a podcast that I can listen to for say seven hours? You know, maybe find a couple. And yeah. this one guy basically said, "Hey, I got one for you, buddy. Yeah. And you may have some extra time." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Oh," and they and they'll talk all the books. They go into it, and then then the hate began. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and again, it's one of those where and I, I actually accuse my wife of this as well. Uh, somebody could say the nicest thing, and then two you just can't. I concentrate on the negative. Oh, yeah, me as well. It's like, oh, I don't listen to those jerk-off assholes. And here we go. And my day is shot. Here we go. And really, we could get into it at the beginning right now. Uh, earlier this week, D-Run uh, messaged me and said... Oh, I almost that, forgot about this. Yeah, I did too. This reminded me, because the hate uh, piles on the hate. And D-Run said he was at his... Um, comic book shop and mention i don't know something probably came up like hey i listen to this podcast i do what this this and that and d-ron mentioned us said oh i I like these guys they're my friends and the guy said they're just uh negative assholes and then d-ron got in a fight with them and had to leave and i'm not sure if he's allowed back at that shop i'm thinking why couldn't this be the shop that we have in our town somebody needs to get in a fight with that guy punch that guy right in the face but yeah I, so they said that, but then D runs talking to me. I'm like, okay, does this guy have a Twitter account? First off, <laughs> most people think, oh, oh, here we go. Uh, you know, I'm going to fight him, right? No, you no. know, but I want to win him over uh, with jokes. I'm going to send him jokes and get him going. But uh, I, he said they didn't have a Twitter. I think he's lying. I just don't think he wants us to engage with him. But uh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, really? What's the guy's name, right? I even – it'd be great. If he gave me the place's phone number, we could call him on here. Oh, that'd be amazing. Have Bismarck, say, oh, snap to him, and then we're friends. Anybody who gets an oh, snap. Listen, Eric, I hate your guts. Oh, snap. I love you. See what happens? See, Bismarck comes in the freaking – he went to go see his woman and, you know, just a friend. Just, just a friend. A friend. Now I'm saying this. I can't even find my notes anymore. I'm busy with freaking <laughs> sound effects. I have like 18 sound effect boards up. I, I don't know that I'll even use any of them, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to talk about Pokemon Go. I, no. I actually said to you, we I wasn't going to mention it, it at all. But yeah, I went against my little rule. But yeah, everybody talking about that Pokemon Go, I want to shove it right up your ass. I told you right away that I didn't want any part of that nonsense. It, it has nothing to do with me being old. 
and like out of it because I know my out of shape having I know my Pokemans, Eric. I know my Pokemans. No, right away I told you, and it was like a setup. This could have been like a sitcom because I'm yelling at you at work. God damn it! This Pokemon Go is so ridiculous. Nobody, it's gonna die out quick because now it's not dying out. (laughs) It's like the Wii bowling to me. All of a sudden, it's not so cool when your grandmother is playing along with you. I see older people going around. Now, the the reason why it's not fully that, because they don't know how to use those cell phones. They're trying to use their flip phone, if they even have that. <laughs> I saw, had the I, phone I saw out. a guy down there. He's, he's got a pager. Yeah. He's trying to do his Pokemon Go on the pager. Then this guy, the other guy has a toaster and a VCR. I don't know what he was doing. That's the crazy yeah, guy. Said, you don't, don't worry about yeah, that guy. I don't know. I, he I, always I, says I, that. Before I go on my story, I, I rarely go off on a tangent, Eric. I, oh, yeah. It's one time. I went to get coffees before I um, started this tonight with you. So I go and get my coffee, and I come out of the coffee shop, have my two coffees in my hand. I'm getting in my car, and I see this guy who I recognize as a guy who works at the Walmart, right. the guy who does the carts. He looks a little like a pirate. I don't know if you've seen this guy. Does he have an eye patch? He does not, but he has long hair. All right. Uh, a little greasy hair. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Of course. Look like he showers that often. But he was standing there, and I'm, I have said to my kids, that guy looks like a pirate. What's this? He had a fucking bird on his, sh- on his shoulder. I came out, he was standing near his car, but it was like a real big, like, white macaw. And he's standing there. I don't know what he's doing. He didn't have a coffee. Didn't even look like he went into the place. Stand there with a fucking bird on his shoulder. So I'm part It's a gradual place. transition into a pirate it's is what so it is. so weird. I, I don't know. I and at one point showering's out. Yeah. Uh, so I go to get my car and he goes, Hey, you like my bird? <laughs> I got, I took off. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I got in the car and went and I was like, God damn it. a guy was, who wants attention. No, the best was, and then I look, he actually didn't have a bird, Eric. He just had his dick out of his pants. No, he well, that makes more sense for Quaker Town. Very odd going around with a fucking bird on your shoulder. Well, it's like those guys who would walk around a neighborhood with a boa around their neck. Like, I'm taking my snake for a walk. Who, fucking yeah, Britney Spears? And he, I, I met a guy in my neighborhood growing up to this. I'm like, really? yeah, he's, he's just, and he would walk around Who's shirtless. Slash? Every Long hair. Video he, slash he looked like Jake the Snake Roberts. It could have been Did Jake the Snake Roberts. He's there. Well, this guy, if he wouldn't have been white and had long hair, he could have been Coco Beware, for all I know. <laughs> he was not. We could have had a wrestling match. I know. That Jake the Snake has that uh, documentary that you watch. That guy's yeah, a, it's a good documentary. a piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, the, the one thing about a good documentary is you, you could be a piece of shit and still be interested, right? That's the best type of documentaries about pieces of shit, Eric. I, I just like, I the, like documentaries I can relate to. The, yeah, what? You let your snake sit in the garage and shit. die? Did they say anything no, that about was not, him? That was not in the documentary. That was not in the documentary. This was the redemption of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, they didn't mention that, right? And I, actually, I looked into that story more. I guess he had like 17 different snakes. They would give them to him, and he, and supposedly he hated snakes. Did that they makes, mention that? No, no, never. Yeah, he hated snakes. But that was his gimmick. That was that was his thing. I feel like maybe coming to wrestle and having spiders all over my body. Yeah, fucking uh, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, and I just like that one guy puke that they had. You ever see puke? No. He could puke on command. I yeah. think he only had a couple matches. It was a big thing about like this guy had problems. I think he died. I think he ended up killing himself or something. I hit- would. Uh, Vince McMahon That's thought it was like, the greatest thing. Like it was demand. the greatest gimmick that he could puke on demand. It's a great gimmick, isn't it? Great gimmick. Uh, we're going to move on to the news, Eric. Yeah, I don't have a news sound effect yet. 
News? So, you know, I, don't, I don't know what you want from me here. You got a soundboard, and I have to belt have, out the news. I want your new sound effect. You're supposed to have a new sound effect. Come on, give it to me. News. I hate you so much. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. We'll go on, and uh, the news is going to be very Eric Shea. You could have played any sound effect right there for the news. Just I made you think. Okay. Now, but. Hi-oh! <laughs> He just goes on and on. Please start eating my penis. He said, you get a little. (laughs) All right. Here we go with the news. And a lot of this news continues on from last week where the little Eric Shea enjoyed the He-Man Thundercats. Not as much as I thought he would. Not as much as adult Eric Shea, you know. Yeah, adult. I I just thought you would like that. But these, these things, a couple things came out this week. That every version of Eric Shea, Eric Shea Earth 6, will love. And the first one is 1987's The Lost Boys gets a comic book sequel. Now, before we go on, it's our site's birthday. Who else? Who other uh, person? Who's person? It's Corey Feldman's birthday today. Yes, it's Corey Feldman's birthday today. And all people who are snickering, uh, me and Eric are going to slap you in the face because we legitimately love Corey Feldman. And this week, I think it was Tuesday, one of the days we were talking about Corey Feldman. And not just like, hey, that you know, when he was in this, we were just talking about Corey Feldman. I'd read yeah. a couple of things about his awful childhood. We were saying how much we liked him. And then by the end of the week, we had this. Last week and a few weeks before that, I was talking about Meatballs 4 with Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just, we like him. Yeah. And we started talking about it. And then we got this news story, which uh, you put up on the site. And I tweeted, and Corey Feldman responded. And it was like, the best day it was like ever. the greatest thing ever that we talked about the guy. It's like me and fucking D- DMC. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. anything we talk about at work, eventually, like, within that happen. week or two, it may, it comes true. We're yeah. like fucking genies, it's but we so can't make it work for us. No, it never works for us. And really, Corey talked to us uh, not very pleasantly. <laughs> so that's all we care. And I said to you that well we'll get into it and then I'll tell you what happened with the the tweets and how I was going to talk to them but uh in a little known weird science fact Eric if we didn't decide on calling our site and podcast weird science or Jim and Eric's comic book block it probably would have been the lost boys right sure would that was always our joke when we set up it's done we're going to have a marvel podcast lost boys lost yep. boys the lost Mar- boys the marvel podcast and more blog if, any, if all these people jumped on with Rebirth or didn't or whatever, and we've said this a million times, when we came up with the site and you shot down my awesome Jim and Eric's comic <laughs> blog, uh, we had to decide on what we both liked that we would put up. It wasn't anything that we were like, oh, you know, it has to be something with comics. because Cosmic the, treadmill. The two. <laughs> <laughs> come up with that, really. Nobody would come up with that shitty name. Uh, we had two, and it was... Weird Science, because we love the movie, and Whopper Wednesday, because we're fat and yes. fucking gluttons. And <laughs> we could, now, the two things that we wanted, we were going to start a DC site hoping that someday we'd get free books. Yes. Whopper Wednesday, the podcaster site, all we wanted, somehow we thought that Burger King would give us food. Give us food, Burger King. That's why all we they, want. Why would they give us food? Because, because we're idiots. We, because we ruined their trademark. <laughs> we, we forget. We're not getting We're getting served papers. Not Whoppers, Eric. I don't like yeah, Papers. We, we did go with Weird Science, but we probably would have gone with Lost Boys. If yeah. It would have been weird. Old guys called Lost Boys. I, I, I don't 
I'm glad. Honestly, it kind of has a ring to it. You like that ring, huh? No, I'm saying a bunch of old guys reading like, comic no. books, The Lost yeah. Boys. It sounds yeah. like I'm, I'm driving around in a van. It's <laughs> fucking, we have a fucking a, a Wi-Fi hotspot so you can come in the van and play fucking Pokemon Go with us. We're, that's we're men, Jim, thing. but we never grew up. The Lost Boys. Actually, that's, that's what brings us together, Eric. It's the fact that we never grew up. hi That is right. Shut up, Ed. Uh, Ed. Uh, but yeah, going on with the news. The, the sound effects are throwing me off, Eric. <laughs> Every time I go, it seems like we have to comment on them. But uh, I put here, we love ourselves some Lost Boys. And while Eric will tell you that the sequels were good, uh, I, the, I'm the not going to tell you that. The second sequel I enjoyed more than the first sequel. They weren't. And that's why. Yeah, I, I don't need to. That they weren't. Lost Boys the Tribe, which is the second movie, was just too much of a rehash of the original. Really? You trying to find your crickets? No. <laughs> I got to be quicker on these you things. Do. Uh, the problem is how bad was the first one? What was it? Lost Boys, the, uh, the cult? The tribe. No, the sec, the second one, not yeah. the second. I'm saying Lost Boys 2. Lost Boys 2, the tribe. Oh, and what's the third one then? The thirst. Okay. And the thirst was bad or which? No, I, well, they, they weren't as good as the original, but me, the no. thirst had some decent elements to it. I, I, here's the thing. I've listened to you talk about the shit that you like. Uh-huh. I don't trust you ever. And that makes I don't sense. care what you say. I have never steered you wrong. I have given you probably three or four movies that I tell you you have to watch. You haven't, and you go on and on. You don't watch them. And then you do, and you go, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's like pretty good. Three movie. o'clock high. Yeah, three o'clock high was an o'clock amazing movie. Now, one of your favorite movies. You've never even heard of it. Never. And you go, and you're like, listen, well, watch this great movie, Shawshank Redemption. I'm like, nobody's ever even heard of that movie. <laughs> It's freaking so obscure, I couldn't even find it. All right, Eric, this is the exact press release, official press release. The Lost Boys never grow old, they never die, and they have a miniseries coming from Vertigo hitting shelves October 12th. That's a terrible line. Listen to this one. The stakes are high. (laughs) I'm telling you, the person who wrote this was just like, they were so proud of themselves. The stakes are high in this nostalgic and unstoppable sequel to the 80s cult classic vampire film. I don't know if that called that, but no, it definitely, the it definitely is a cult classic. It's a cult classic. I don't consider it a vampire film. I don't care if there's the vampires. Fuck out of here. I don't. I just consider it an '80s fun romp with vampire vampires. Side side issue, featuring the surviving characters from the film The Lost Boys. But wait a minute, Eric. Doesn't that go against those two films that you're talking about? Oh, I even asked freaking uh, the PR guys like, how does this fuck up my continuity, man? I need to know. And but, uh, they tell you. They didn't tell me a goddamn thing. No. But the thing is, too, we even had a prologue comic to the Lost Boys, the Tribe, when that came out. I, I'm going to keep talking. Go fuck yourself. That's what it's you're supposed to do. Reign of the Frogs. Reign of the Frogs. Is that the Frog Brothers? Yes, it is the Frog Brothers. Oh, I like that. I like the sound of that. How was and that? It was okay. My comic shop didn't get the second uh, or third issue to it, but I like the first issue. I'd like to yell that you should have went digital. But that wasn't a thing then, was it? No, I don't think it was. It probably I don't even remember who put it out. It might have been like IDW Dark Horse or even something I can't even recall anymore. Like something crazy. Uh, featuring the surviving characters. The Lost Boys, the comic book's being crafted by writer Tim Seeley and artist Scott Godlewski. Godlewski. Scott Godlewski and Patricia Mould. Keep it loosey, Jim. Um, I talked to Scott today on yeah? Twitter. Yes, I did. I said to him. God damn you, you better have that epic sax guy in there in all his glory. Yeah. Know what he said back? No comment. What the hell is that? 
That no means, comment. Just tell me there's an epic sax no, man, goddammit. That damn means it. that he's that in it. That makes or breaks That's the book. What, no, that means he's in it. It, it, it there's doesn't no, mean anything. Oh, it means it. And then I said, oh, I get what you're saying. You mean. And then I put no comment. And then he didn't respond, Eric. I lost a friend. Uh, yes, with covers by Tony Harris. The team will deliver a gruesome and stylish return to the bloody boardwalks and big hair of 1987. And now here's the official, official, official synopsis. Santa Carla, California is on edge. The eccentric coastal town in Haven for the Undead was finally returning to normal after its last supernatural scuffle left the local vampire coven, coven's leader dead and gave newcomers Lord Michael... Michael and Sam Emerson, a housewarming, both violent and bizarre. Now the brothers must once again team up with militant vampire hunters Edgar and Alan Frog. Yeah. Of ruthless, stunning, life-sucking night crawlers come as the blood bells emerges from the aftermath to collect Michael's love interest and their lost sister, Star. I hated Star. You didn't like Jamie Gertz? No, I, I didn't like her. I, I actually, I don't oh, like her so now because she's too, she's too rich now. <laughs> too rich for my blood. She's yeah, she's like a billionaire or something. I need to be a trashy broad. She wasn't in the tribe or the thirst, was she? No, they did uh, mention her character in the third movie though. Oh, I'm sure they did. What was the um, what was the little kid's name that really? Laddie. Laddie, Laddie freaked me out. All right, here is a quote from Tim Seeley. I saw The Lost Boys at a formative time in my life when a VHS and VCR in a summer afternoon were a perfect escape into a crazy world of biker vampires with mullets and monster-fighting hippie grandpas. Right. Explains writer Tim Seeley. The Lost Boys was one of my entry points into the horror genre, and I've been fascinated ever since. Getting the chance to write a sequel to the film featuring the original characters and getting to work with Scott, Patricia, and Tony is truly a high point in my comic book-making career. That's right. Then I put the end of this. Let's just hope the epic sax man makes an appearance there. Should have consulted so, Corey. That's he's, all I'm saying. He's going to be in the background. Well, this is what happened. We tweeted out this news as we always tweet all our stories. And I tweeted it to Corey. And as a joke, I do this all the time. Yeah. And I wonder why more people don't because occasionally people get back to you. And, and I get so happy. <laughs> yeah. So you went to bed. You I put did. The, you I think, I think we did that. I think it was after we did the spotlight. Yeah. I think we were done the spotlight recording those, and you had put the story up. You went to bed. I tweeted out, and then I kind of fell asleep, and then I woke up for some reason, and I got my phone. I'm looking, oh, there's you know a bunch of reaction, a bunch of retweets and stuff. And I look. I'm like, wait a second. One of them is Corey Feldman. I'm like, holy crap. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Then I think I'm going to get him to fly, and he's going to be best friends with us. So I look. He, so I he does, hope. He's pissed. He doesn't like it. And basically said, oh, great. Another shitty sequel. That, that'll ruin everything. Something like that. And then say, put, I don't think he said that exactly. Well, it, that was what he said. He, he basically said another sucky sequel. I wish I had the exact thing. That's He said that it's a piece of shit yeah. and not to buy it. And uh, then said, then you get the whole idea of his anger when he said, yeah, I look at that picture. They're trying to make it not look like us, but we know it's us, and that's bullshit. <laughs> that's basically what he said. And I and, saw that. I'm looking at him. Kind of looks like you, man. I don't know what your yeah, problem is. Yeah, I, it, it, it's another one of those things. And we talked about this at work, where we talk about John Cusack being a dick. Oh yeah. Because we love Better Off Dead, and he hates it. And not only just hates it, he just he won't do anything with it. It's, Tony, I want to sit like, down with John Cusack and him just discuss Better Off Dead. Yeah, Never and then. Happen. And then we go from that room to the next, and we talk to uh, Mark Wahlberg about his Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> He's another one. They're fucking people. They they have a thing that gets them famous, and then they don't want to deal with it. And uh, 
Corey Feldman we love, and yet he's mad at this, and it just seems like he's mad because he's not getting a paycheck. Yeah. That's what it came to me, and it just, oh, man, Corey, don't be a dick. And I went on his page then, on his Twitter page, and tried to, you know, I was, and actually I said to you, I wanted to write him something because now I know he's answering because I even put like, hey, you know, maybe it'll be great because, you know, it could be sexy and great. And yes, I am talking about the epic sex, but he, he retweeted it. I had something like that. And I thought, hey, I just want him to know like that we like him, that our site, me and you, we, we love him. And I was afraid you can't really get I couldn't get a way to say this without kind of making him think that we were dicks and yeah. joking. It's a fine That's, goddamn line. No, you, well, you can't say, like, man, I loved you and Meatballs 4. Exactly. And, and you did. I loved That's Meatballs 4. Like, that, Rock and Roll High School Forever. You can never bring that up in my mind. No. that This is all fucking Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky yeah. Bunch. The minute you say these, he is so... Because he is a beaten-down guy uh, uh, with his movies. People, he became a punchline. And not to us. I'm I love you, those we, movies. We are miserable guys that go on and on about hating things or whatever. We don't hate Corey Feldman. Tony, I grew I'm, up watching these flicks. Like he's, uh, I think he turned 45 today, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, yeah. So like, he's like, uh, fuck. I don't even know. How, I'm trying to think how it is. He's like 12 years older than me, though. Yeah. But um, I grew up when he was like in his 90s. He was just turned like 21 in my mind. He could have been a little bit older, but that's what it seemed. He was playing high school characters. I'm like, that's who I want to be when I get in high school. I want to be this guy. Yes. And now they, you know, it's everybody. I was watching videos of him before we even got on the podcast today. And like in the comments on YouTube, people are just tearing him apart. Like you yeah. sons of bitches. It's Corey. That's what I mean, That's yeah. And, and it's funny too. He's my age. And as it went up, it was one of those things where me and my buddy Herb watched a lot of movies. Yeah. And we always liked his movies and people. And again, I say that around that dream, a little dream. Yeah, I was fading out. Then I, I was, know you were, you know, older for the deal, whatever. But like, that license drink a little to drink drive, too, people, as well. Yeah, license <laughs> to drive. People will bash. I, I loved it. That was I one of your favorite great. flicks. Yeah, and Stand by Me. We were watching Stand by Me freaking scenes this week. Damn this right. This is what's so screwed up. But yeah, we love him in that. And I told you, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, man, he killed and, Jason Voorhees and, and Gremlins. Gremlins. Well, there says, is no Gremlins movie without his character. He spills yeah, he's, water, gets the whole he's thing He's the rolling. idiot. And. uh <laughs> Even Go- yeah, Goonies. He's my favorite part. I'm not, not a huge hilarious. Goonies fan, but he is one of my favorite parts. And we, uh, I said to you, as a child actor, he, he was great. Yeah. And yes, he got older, and you know, he didn't grow. <laughs> I can even say that. Yeah. But uh, it just yeah, he didn't transition, and he had some issues. He had a lot of issues, which I've read some things of why he had them, and it's a really sad story and things that he's still trying to work Very through sad. all that, but. But still, I, we love him, and I, I wish that somehow, you know, we, you actually said that when you saw the hate, you didn't want another Amanda Peterson no. thing on your hand. But it seems like he's gone beyond that. He has his band now that, again, though, like you said, people making fun of him. It sucks. We love it. I've got the quote, though, for what uh, he put up here. Another franchise with a seriously bad reboot. I can smell it coming. Yeah. So, yeah. Why? How can he smell it coming? What, what does he know? Tim Seeley? Uh. You know, he doesn't. He just. I just know just after they got better. done, uh, Lost Boys of Thirst, there was supposed to be another trilogy of Lost Boys. Do you even Boys think movies. he even realizes that it's a comic? I don't I, even know if he went that far. Honestly, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't even think he went that far. He just sees that. No, great. <laughs> they didn't call me and consult yeah. me because I, I happen to act in it. Now I'm getting mad at Corey. Edgar Frog. Yeah, yeah. Great character. You, it might save your life. 
Read this comic, kid. It might save your life. What are some of those other lines we were saying this week that we were laughing so hard because of his voice? Death by stereo. Death by stereo. He said, to me, he sounds like a little bit younger version of Sylvester Stallone sometimes. I think he might have been channeling that in Lost Boys. It's just funny to me that. because when I, I watch that flick and I just imagine a kid trying to put on this persona. That's what I'm saying. He, I, when you get to the sequels, though, he's an adult and he's still putting on this voice. Like, oh. yeah. I, I really think that he watched Rocky and, uh, yeah, he's the. Well, he had the headband. If you can get along and we can get along <laughs> and everybody can get along. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that. And you will be uh, reviewing The Lost Boys. Sure will. I can't, can't wait. wait. And, and really, it's when I see a lot of these comics, they'll come out and I'm, I'm putting trust in Vertigo DC, you know, and their Vertigo imprint that this isn't a joke. Uh, this isn't going to be. And really, can you say that this? I can't see how you can go into this and say, oh, my God, the Lost Boys comic. Boy, they're just they're just cashing a check there. There's no you know what I'm saying? Huh, if huh. it's not good, not it a viable be, property. Really. It'll be forgotten in a second. I, I hope that there was something either. Tim, they, they seem to have come to them. Right. To, you know, to Tim Seal or whatever. But whoever is involved and wanted to do this, I, I think they must really like it and want to get something done very well. And I guarantee you right now, I'll mark my words there, better than that wacky race land. Seriously. But no, I, I really hope this is good because like Big Trouble in Little China comic. I love Big Trouble in Little China. I did not like the comic at all. I liked it. And, that's, and even the uh, Army of Darkness stuff. It's just the same jokes rehashed over and over again. Um, the Big Trouble in Little China comic I liked. The Escape from New York comic was garbage. Yeah, I didn't even bother and reading that one. Guess what, Eric? I didn't even put it in news because it's not DC. They announced this week that there is a crossover uh, I did read that of both of those. The uh, what's it called? Big Trouble, Big Trouble. China crossing over with uh, Escape from New York. I thought that was pretty cool, uh, and it's done by some different guys. Whatever. I I think that if you would have actually stuck with the uh, Big Trouble Little China comic, you would have liked it a little more. Possibility. And that first issue was. I gave up great. really quick. Yeah, first issue. Yeah. I think you read that first issue. You're like, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, it's, it's not. not my big trouble in the big easy. John Carpenter, he put his stamp of approval on that one. He didn't put no stamp of approval, it seemed, on that uh, freaking escape from New York. I'm just saying, John Carpenter's not doing a lot lately. Maybe he needs a paycheck. I don't know. I He, he scared me, that guy. He's a scary looking every, dude. every time I'd look at the, watch those movies, they'd always have to have like, those extra special bonus with him doing the music. Well, speaking of him, though, I just watched this uh, new Netflix show, Stranger Things, last night. Oh, yeah? And it's set in the 80s, got a lo- very Lovecraftian feel to it with the monster involved. Then it's got every like a lot of things from sci-fi and horror from the 80s thrown in there. And even the score is like a John Carpenter synth score. It's really, really good. I watched the entire thing last night. Oh, did you? I am slow on the draw with these. I know you are. <laughs> I sit there, really. I'm trying desperately to find these things. Whew. Next next item up on the docket, Eric, is another one for you. Yes, Another one. Fucking coming up, Eric Shea. That's hot. DC Comics announces Hawkman and Adam Strange out-of-time miniseries. What do you think of that, Eric? Now that I see it's out-of-time, I don't know if I just didn't read that part before. I'm like, is this in continuity? What are you telling me with this out-of-time? No, they are out-of-time. they got to act quick. Out-of-time, Eric. Writer Mark and Draco, Wonder Woman 77, also Batwoman, they don't yes. mention. And interior cover artist Aaron Lepresti who's been doing the Metamorpho in Legends of Tomorrow, are teaming up for a return to the worlds of Ran and Thanagar in Hawkman and Adam Strange Out of Time, a six-issue monthly miniseries scheduled to debut on October 5th. 
Residing on Earth and out of the hero game, Adam Strange finds himself trying to live a normal life, and that's in quotes, Eric, until he's literally pulled back into adventure again as a seemingly normal Zeta Beam transmission returns him to the planet Ran, where he hopes to be reunited with his beloved Alana. But instead, he finds the once great city of Ranagar. What is this nonsense? In ruins with millions dead. I'm just saying all of these things. Ranagar. Ranagar, Thanagar. I say hey. Ran. You say ho. Hey. Hey, ho. You were supposed to say ho. I was You sorry. are the worst. I am. That's why I need a soundboard to replace you. I, I'm going to get you to say boosh. Yeah, all right, done. Then you're well, done. Okay, Eric. everybody. See you never. <laughs> and the rest, and the ones peace. Smell you later. Is now calling for the blood of Rand's oldest enemy, Thanagar, home of the Hawkmen. Did it's you true. this? Uh, well, now they're they're wanting it. This is starting to sound a lot like Atlantis versus the surface world. True. But this Sensing is a big, some, big old what? freaking like feud between Ran and Thanagar. It makes sense to me. I just right now I can't remember what happened at the end of JLU and why Alana would be on Ron because I know uh Alana What's that? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, and she was well here's the thing, uh how it ended. That is a good call. Because all I'm saying is originally uh, in the old continuity, Lana was from Ron, and the new continuity, she's from Earth. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, I think she was just trying to get Adam out of that goddamn Zeta beam the whole time. I think yeah. that it ended with them coming out and not really doing almost like, yeah, the flash jump. Well, that's I, all I'm I, saying, though. If Lana's on Ron, I don't know if she's actually from there in this continuity no. or if it's no. actually in line with the JLU. Now, uh, just to ask you right now, if they say that she's from Ron – but because this rebirth has happened, that you kind of have to let go of some of your past things like that. It's crazy be writing upset. Yeah, but it's a six-issue mini. Anytime there's a mini, it's all up for grabs. Yeah, honestly, okay. you just tell me that. I'm fine. I'll go in. Whatever continuity. Yeah. If, as long as you spell it out to me, I'm cool. Yeah. I actually think they're going to try to, you know, play both sides, and it's going to piss you off. Yeah, yeah it says – uh, they're trying to uncover is really behind the destruction of Ron while at the same time preventing Ron and Thanagar from marching in and interplanetary Armageddon. Hawk, Hawkman and Adam Strange out of time number one arrives on October 5th. That's right. I already put that uh, here. And uh, you're excited about that, right? You're gonna I love – I'm, I'm not a huge Adam Strange fan. I like him enough, but I love Hawkman. We have not got enough Hawkman since no. Savage Hawkman was terribly canceled. Yeah. I um, I Honestly, it's not that, terribly. The book was nonsense, but I really wanted to do better. Yeah, I personally uh, don't mind any of these miniseries announcements because for the most part, it seems like they're all for everybody else and I don't have any extra work. <laughs> and they are. They're, they're, and the next one especially. You get yeah. the next Legends of Tomorrow when it comes out, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wipe my ass with that. The next book is something that you and Reggie fought about for three days of who was going to review this. And that's because DC Comics announces Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. <laughs> You, you guys are screaming at each other. It's funny. Uh, we, I read this to you, this uh, announcement, just the headline there, and said, oh, what do you think of that? And you're like, yep, that's Reggie. That's a Reggie it, book right there. It does seem like a Reggie book, right? Yeah. I, I messaged Reggie, hey, Reggie, you see that? Yeah, you going to do that? I'm not sure. But then he, <laughs> said he, he said he would. Yeah, but I, I don't like, I, like when we did the spot, I'm like, Reggie, you're doing that, right? Yeah, yeah, I really don't know that he's that pumped to do this, but it is a gothic tale of love. You're in love, Jim. Love, mystery, and vengeful spirits arrives just in time for the scariest month of the year. Isn't that July? As right DC now, Entertainment, hot as I'm scared, yeah, Jim. I'm DC scared. Entertainment announces the return of Boston Brand, a.k.a. Deadman, in Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love, a frightful new miniseries set in the style of gothic romance comics from the 60s and 70s. 
This series from creators Sarah Vaughn and Len Medina debuts in a three-issue, 48-page prestige format, giving readers a chance to immerse themselves in this romantic and haunting tale. I could be wrong. I don't remember a lot of romance gothic comics in the 70s. Um, I was not reading that sort of thing, and I'm sure you weren't either. Is that no, I wasn't born de- yet. Detective stories. I would see this. I forget what it was. It was like a racy freaking uh, magazine that I would see right. on the shelves. My mom would get it. I'd send my... True detective. My mom would get a lot of those, like, pirate with a hard-on. I don't know what they were called. Those <laughs> no, that's what it was called. Novels. Pirate with romance a hard-on. novels with fucking Fabio on the cover, and she would leave them in the bathroom. All bare-chested. Oh, my God. Fucking hair flowing. Got really weird feelings every time yeah. I saw them. But I would see those, and eventually, I don't know, when I'm taking a, a dump, I'm t- dropping a deuce, I like to read things, uh-huh. and it, it would be there. I'd pick it up. I'm like, oh, I wonder what all the hype is about these. I'd open it up, and it's like she pulled out his pee. Um, oh, I'm in. And next thing I know, I, I'm going to the bathroom 800 times. I'm reading reading <laughs> fucking romance novels. Pirate with a pirate. Spread out on the bathroom floor. Pirate with a penis, it was called. Here's what this one is about. A young woman with a conflicted heart and the ability to see ghosts. I, right there, a sound effect. I see dead people, Eric. That'd be great. I don't have it. I think we have a soundboard. (laughs) Bernice lives with her boyfriend, Nathan, in a grand mansion in New England, but is growing closer and closer to her best friend, Sam, as she struggles with her heart's desire. You think Sam's a dude or a girl? I have no idea. Okay. A dark presence settles over the mansion. That sounds racist. Drawing the attention of the ghostly superhero, Deadman, as Bernice and Deadman seek to free the house and its inhabitants of Adelia Whitehalls, known as the Darkness. God damn, this sounds boring as shit. What is this talking about? More disturbing and sinister secrets emerge, leaving Bernice in grave danger. Yeah, this, 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 this series will arrive in comic shops October 2016, with subsequent issues being released every other month. Now, here we go. You have a crazy story. Now, yes, these romance comics, the gothic comics, what is this, Dark Shadows, for crying out loud? I think it would do they better had if it these, was. No, nobody has these out now, right? You, you don't see many of these being released. Okay, so they're strike one. And it, this is a baseball game, Eric. How many uh, strikes do you get? Um, Three. Up to the plate home run, Eric. <laughs> strike one already. That's called, a thing, right? That's a called strike one. The second one, it's in a prestige format eric which means it's probably going to be eight dollars probably strike two that's swinging and a missing <laughs> now the third part it's released every other fucking month you're out eric. yeah out completely strike. out uh, we're checking down third base yes it was well, honestly i'm happy right they're doing this like this instead of this story being put into a new legend tomorrow well i i think this is so different that they can't i i don't know what they're going with. it's like sugar and spike oh. man what the hell's up with that story yeah, well, here's the thing. You have this. Why aren't you having Mystic You or Dark Seriously. Universe? I did like the idea. I love the idea, actually, that you're going to get one of the dark characters because that's what people people have been missing. And you don't really have that. And you have Hellblazer. Uh, yeah, Hellblazer. Hellblazer. That's really all you have, right? Am and I is it even out until next week? Yeah, next week. But it, do I have – am I missing any other over? dark ones? Yeah. And, uh, he's like and he's going to be in Hellblazer. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't have any dark characters. So that's nice. But I just – I don't see the appeal of this. And I really think it's going to be overlooked. Oh, yeah, definitely. It sucks. But here's the next one. That Another one. This sounds a little more exciting. Still seems a little weird to me. Very There's weird. a lot of books. Like, we'll talk about this. Where's Shazam, Eric? I don't know. 
it, where's the Legion of Superheroes? Of all these, and where's Shazam? Because this next one, DC Comics updates a classic with the Vigilante Southland. I don't have any any background with Vigilante. Do you? you know what I got? I have a uh, Nathan Fillion playing the voice of a cowboy Vigilante in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. That's, that's him. That's the original Vigilante, the cowboy. Yep. Uh, it says, the spirits of Greg Saunders and Adrian Chase are alive and well at DC, but instead of the open prairie or the skyscrapers of Manhattan, the next vigilante will be battling crime on the seedy back streets of Los Angeles, as DC Entertainment announced today that the Vigilante Southland, a six-issue miniseries written by Gary Phillips, who did Cowboys, uh, Violent Spring, Perdition USA for uh, the Vertigo was Cowboys, I don't know the rest, with pencils and inks by Elena Casagrande. Casagrande. Yellow Brusco. And covers by Mitch Gerards, whose Vertigo does the uh, Sheriff of Babylon covers, which are really good. Yeah. And it'll be hitting comic retailers October 5th. And it says, The Vigilante Southland is the story of Donnie Fairchild, a failed NBA player, is just making ends meet as a maintenance man. That's hey, a Jim, you like the NBA. You're on this book now. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm fucking in. Is he draining threes like I was today, Eric? <laughs> I went out there for all. Oh, you should have saw it. Uh, that freaking weatherman had to fucking report fucking draining threes. It's raining threes out there, buddy. It's raining <laughs> men, he yelled. Oh, I was so yell. on. I was so on. Then the next thing I know, I'm a maintenance man. When his girlfriend stumbles on a conspiracy to steal water rights. What is going on? <laughs> Books. And I'm out. <laughs> I hope she's a reporter. Actually, I hope she works like a food truck. She just stumbles on these water rights. What is this? Fucking Danny DeVito and fucking Lethal Weapon 5? Sharks like water. <laughs> when his girlfriend stumbles on a conspiracy to steal water rights through a series of shady land development deals, she's mysteriously murdered. <laughs> just help. Once Donnie starts getting too close to the cause of her death, his house is blown up. That's like Lethal Weapon, Eric. And he's left for dead. Determined to bring the killers to justice. It's Donnie like that undergoes, movie, Left for Dead. Yeah. Donnie undergoes training from an urban legend known as the East Sider. Not East Enders, like my mom likes that terrible show. To become a masked vigilante. The vigilante Southland number one arrives at comic retailers on October 5th. I said that I do Nighthawk for our Marvel Mondays. Sounds a lot like it. And uh, it went on, and the creator of this, uh, the guy's writing it, said that it, this is another one of the, like, rip from the headlines. It's going to be you know, Black Lives Matter is a uh, part of it, all that. And I, I know it sounds that's horrible. Fun. That's that's my point. I, I that, we're horrible people. We like no, to read no, comics to have comics fun and escape. escape. That's what I want. I want it. that's really. We talk about it. We mentioned it last week, and we kind of skirt the issue. Me and you have talked about it a lot. It's why I don't like any of my comics to be with real people. I, I don't need them shaking hands with Obama. Because then I'm like, okay, it's real world. I'm out. Where's Spider-Man when I have to take out the trash? Why hasn't he helped me do that? That's where Spider-Man should be. And uh, Eric, that that is, is he a slave. Yeah, really. Goddamn right. He's fucking my friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He can help me take out the trash, Eric. I, I'm yeah, a working a man. It's fine. I'm a working man, Eric. I'm a man. That is the news. I'm trying to take a drink here. Goddamn. That is the news. All right, we're back, Eric. We're back, and I, I was so excited about the soundboard and telling about people coming. Yeah, you could call the rent rave line. I never gave the number, and I know because we did. I, I'm thinking to myself during the little break we took. I don't remember us making fun of that fucking number. And uh, then the pound. Yes, because if you want to call into the weird science rant rave line, where now we can react with you or interact with you and react to you. Don't make it too oh, long. 
Call 641-715-3900 and enter extension 452328, followed by the pound sign, Eric. Yeah. And you can leave whatever you want. You can leave a quick rant. I don't even care now. You can leave a 40-minute rant. Don't do it. thing. But uh, we can react to it. I could just hear it. The, the way we freaking butcher everything else and add our crazy two cents to, holy moly, it would be crazy. But we're going to talk uh, mail right now. And if you want to be on the mail segment, which everybody writes in an email, we'll be on. We, we talk everything, right, Eric? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> already. I'm exhausted already. Like, what, what, where's uh, he going with this? I don't know. It's just rambling out of my fucking mouth. I wish I had a soundboard that has these clips of these, and I could just fucking loop it and go to bed. Uh, but yeah, Weird Science DC Comics. Is that it? Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the worst. Last week, uh, you kept saying, because I was talking to you about the guy who messaged me about how he can be on the, the mail, the mailbag, as he asked. And I said, oh, you just have to think it. The whole time you're going, all I have to do is, you know, send in an email? Yeah. It, real, all I have to do? Yeah. And then I fucking realized at the end, you had sent me a fucking email with a, a fucking mailbag mail. But right. how would I know that? I'm not checking the mail during the podcast. I just I wanted you to know. Hey, what's it. up, Jim and Eric? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the first mail is from yeah, repairman. The first Jim. mail is from me. Yeah, the first one. Hey, dear Jim and Eric, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, I think that's what it was. Close. Uh, I don't know anymore. The <laughs> second one, then, is repairman Jack. I'm going to have to take a drink, Eric. I'm losing my voice, and I, I had some pretzels during the break, like a hard pretzel. These pretzels uh, are making me thirsty. It's it's stuck in my fucking throat right now. So let me take a drink. You talk a lot. What do you want me to talk about? Thanks a lot for filling in there, buddy. No anyway, problem. You're my fucking wingman. Mm-hmm. Repairman Jack says, hey. <sighs> I'm drinking, too. Yeah, listen to you. See what happens then? I keep talking. Yeah. This is how this keeps going. This you didn't send me the mail. I, I, I didn't say the mail. I just said the talk. What do you want me to talk about? I don't know. I just say you're normal. Because every boosh. time I talk, what you do you put say? him crickets. You say what? Boosh? Uh, yeah. Damn what right. Are your other, what are your other go-tos? Damn right. Damn right. What yeah. else you got? Uh, come on. Wait. Keep I, that's going. About it. That's Keep, about I'm it. trying to find the crickets there. Keep uh, going. See, come on. See, I need your help. So I don't want to talk no more. What's you that? feelings. Yeah. You're getting the feels of the feels. No, this is tough. Now I got to get back to the mail. I don't know where it is. Repairman Jack. <laughs> I almost actually, we came back, I almost called the mail the meat and cheese of the podcast. I'm so tired. Repairman Jack says, hey guys, C-Mail's going to be early for this week. He did send it very early, but it's more in response to last week's discussion about Batman. I have also been mostly disappointed in King's Batman, even though I thought number two was much better than the first issue. I've said before, yeah. I jumped on DC. I didn't really like that last. It's starting to be slow. The slow pace is starting to get to me. I've said before now uh, how I jumped on DC with DCYOU, and since then I have gone back and read all of Snyder's run and trades. I loved a lot of Scott Snyder's run, but mostly thought a lot of the arcs ended up anticlimactic. In some ways, he didn't really pay off on all the buildup that was laid out. That's very true. I hear that. Which left me underwhelmed and ready for a new writer on Batman, and lo and behold, it's King, who I have been a newly appointed fanboy of with Omega Man and Vision, being near perfect in my eyes. And it's funny, uh, I say that most of the reason he got all this was Grayson. He doesn't yeah, even as well. Now, to talk about King's run so far, we start off with a rebirth issue that felt almost nothing like King. It almost seemed to me like Snyder wanted a lot of, to, of say on the new angle of Batman because his all-star series will be in continuity. So he wanted to be on the setup, and King was too humble or nice to say no. 
said that all along. And then later I was told by Reggie, and you know, everybody loves fucking Reggie, so how could he be? I wrong? have heard that. Yeah, he, he does good stuff, doesn't he? Words on the street is he does good yeah. stuff. Yeah, once I got the soundboard, I actually was going to play some of his stuff uh, to you so that you could actually say it in truthfulness. But I also, uh, just a little behind the scenes, the minute that I, me and you got on, I, it was a go. I sent Reggie a note and wanted him and Chris to get on Skype and record a phony little thing of a segment of theirs. Like it would be the weird comics history where they bash you. Oh. And it would, it would have all been set up. It would Pretty been, good stuff, Jim. Oh, it would have Pretty been so good stuff. funny. Uh, but it was too late. Nobody could do it. All right. The number one issue that was basically King's first issue, I absolutely hate it because it seemed too much like a forced emotion and rehash for number one. Now, I will I'll go back. The, the first, the rebirth issue, I, I totally agree. I said it in my review. I said it right away. And I actually got some guff for that. With guff? Saying, yeah, people saying, oh, that didn't sound like Snyder's issue. It was all King. I mean, bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't know where you're getting that from. from. Talking about. And the reason why I liked having King on the book was because Scott Snyder made me think too much. And I don't like to think here. I don't like that. Do I? I actually thought it'd be just a lot of fun. Grayson was a lot of fun. Yes, it had a lot of hocus pocus going on and craziness, but it really had a nice sense of humor to it overall, and it wasn't forced or anything. I, I really wanted to have a fun Batman book, and we're, we're getting there. I just think the pace is very slow, and I think... Every book's pace is really slow Yeah, right I now. think they're all being padded out at first when people get getting used to this whole thing. But after issue two, I almost think that was King doing his own rebirth one shot since he pretty much didn't get one. He's saying the number one issue. And we kind of said that as yeah. well, that we thought it was more of uh, in line of getting people who weren't reading Snyder or Batman in the new 52 up to speed with just the... The new mindset of Batman alone. Yeah, it, it wasn't a tone thing. It was more of a Batman thing, getting the mindset, like you said, that he had died. And I think he was trying to set up a tone, well, tone of the series. I don't know. Why do we – these people, people, these people, they uh, they write in and ruin our books for us, but they're, uh, we ruin their mails. That's right. Because <laughs> we tell – I don't know why I just don't read this goddamn mail. I think it was trying to set up a tone of the series and get the point across how this Batman is emotionally right now. It just comes off a little weird because it's now a number one. He also has to make it uh, the start of a big story. And it goes on. After rereading the first three issues, I think Tom King is trying to do something with Batman. It's similar to how Amazing Spider-Man has been over at Marvel since all new, all different. With the twice-monthly format, it seems like the overarching story can take its time to develop while trying to focus more on the characters and smaller interactions from chapter to chapter. Seems like King is going more for an action-packed, fast pace from chapter to chapter while dropping hints and setting up for much bigger payoffs. I just hope those bigger payoffs and stories are better than they have for uh, Amazing Spider-Man, which is mostly disliked and the all-new, all-different. Sorry if, I, if this was long. I just wanted to give my two cents on how I felt about Batman was heading under King. I'm willing to give it a benefit of the doubt because of the circumstances of the first two issues and give it a few more issues than I normally would. I just can't see King writing three amazing pieces of work back to back to back and suddenly making a piece of shit, something he has seemingly always wanted to write. Well, anyways, see you in seven, and Eric sucks. God damn it, Jack. That's, that's from Repairman Jack. Come at, on, I thought we bonded over our puppet master love. What's up with oh, that, man? did not. You suck. Um, I said, when I said last week, and I've been saying, the reason why I think that I'm not that keen into hey let's play it cool let's go nice and slow let's set up this thing it's the beginning of this rebirth you're getting a lot of people back in i would have more uh, appreciated it's three issues have a rebirth and then two or three issue 
quick story that's just boom, action-packed. Yeah, you can drop your little hints or whatever, but come out of the gate strong so people can read this and just be like, holy shit, I've, I've been missing out on these DC comics now for five years. Uh, what the hell? What, why am I an idiot? This is awesome. But instead, you're going a lot of these and it's the slow burn and well, talk about uh, slow it, burn though we get the we get the monster men mentioned here and that doesn't start till uh, issue 22 issue 22 and it's crazy we have seen we've heard all these people with um hey i'm getting every rebirth uh, there's a lot of people like this and even every you know one or two issues of every series that is yeah. coming out so they can decide these are people who haven't been in the new 52 so if i tell them Oh, Wonder Woman's great under Azarello up till 35. That doesn't mean anything to them. They want yeah. to see what's going on now. And yes, Batman is a huge character. Everybody loves Batman except me. And, uh, I'm not even, I'm saying the character itself. That's because everybody else loves it. it. That's why. That's why I don't like Pokemon Go. Too many people. <laughs> too many. Um, but yeah, you're, you're going in, you're, you're having a lot of these people who want to get excited for this and want to, they, you, they don't want to get involved in this like thing. And, and even, I think that people who read the New 52 with Batman in particular, because of how Snyder did it, this is kind of going into Tom King. It's kind of not, I can't even say similar, but you're used to this pace. Right. Used to little hints in this issue and a fucking fly's eye and that issue and panel and that means this or that. So I think those people, but somebody just jumping in who wants excitement, they want Probably a whole issue like that beginning with Solomon Grundy of the last issue. Fights and boom, boom. They want to see Batman say, That was a lot of fun. Yeah, crazy stuff like that. But when you have this slow burn story, though, and that seems like fun or was fun and was eight pages of a 20-page comic that you haven't got much from, I start getting angry because you're not getting I'd rather, if you're going to have that, do that. Right. not going to do that, then give us a little more about Gotham Girl and fucking, you know, Gotham. Give us a little more of that stuff, uh, not uh, Alfred being a dick. But that was so off to me. It was. A lot of people liked it. I see more and more people with, with these reviews about how that was right on. And, yes, it could have been right on from some other time or some other series, and not not how this has been. Very on. Next one is Wheezy. Wheezy says, hi, guys. What's up, Wheezy? Wheezy. Wheezy. I, I can't do it. I, what is George Jefferson's, like, what's his catchphrase? I can't even Shut remember. Shut up, Hongi. No, that that's more Fred Sanford. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I know that he'd walk around with his hands on his hips, yelling, screaming. First and foremost, I'd like to say thank you for producing a great, great. Pad, podcast. I'm reviewing every DC comic to hit the shelves. I regularly, oh, there it is. There's the word, Eric. Regularly. I cannot say that goddamn that word. It, right. It's the easiest word. You'll hear later when I can't remember which fucking word that is in our spotlight. There it is. Didn't I say it was like purposely or something? I know it was an R word because I have problems with rivalry. Uh, yeah. I have to say it real I, slow I, to make I, sure. Regularly, it just it messes me up. I regularly use your podcast to determine which comics are worth adding to my already growing pull list. This is amplified. Here's what I'm saying. This is amplified by the onset of Rebirth with new titles and double shipping. My wallet is being hit hard. So here's a guy, Wheezy, who has to decide which books he's going to buy and not buy. So if something isn't hitting uh, really good right away, it's probably dropped. Yeah, it's going to get dropped. I regularly listen while I'm at work. And being British, I accidentally replied to one of my coworkers in Jim's mock British Australian Scottish. (laughs) Hello, love. It's everyone. Yes. Well, that's my whole goal. 
just to get everyone yelled at when she said hi to me the other morning. Needless to say, I became the laughing stock of the office. Why? He, he's British, though. Why, why would they get upset that he's talking in his regular accent? I mean, he's hello, Rolf. And then the, the lady's probably like, hello, hello, governor. Fresh in a drink. Would you like a chimney sweep? Things are and weird over there in the UK. And then he's just like, hello, I'll have some of the bangles and mash for my dinner. Is that the fourth Z's or the second Z's? Has it become the it, Hobbit now? Hello, we're not in fucking the Shire, love. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Why, why is he a Hobbit now? Uh, when she said hi to me the other morning, needless to say, I became the living stock of the office. And, the, and I listened to the rest of the podcast red-faced. <laughs> hello, love. The above side effect of your podcast aside, I'd like to thank you for making my days at work less boring. Keep up the good work. And that is from Wheezy. Thank, Thank you, Wheezy. I hope somehow Wheezy lives near Bournemouth, where that bitch of my mother was born, Eric. That's where I get that accent. And freaking yelling at me. Hello, Jimmy. I don't think you anybody some, talked like that, did they? You want some beans on toast, do you? No, Mom, I don't. Can yes, we have a, you what, have that all the time. Beer? What are you talking about? Can we have a normal meal once. Oh, ew, you want a snack? Let me fry up a fucking tomato. A tomato, Mom. That's not a fucking snack. I don't need a fried tomato for a snack. Shut your fucking mouth or I'll leave your fucking, you and your father and go back to marry old England. Fucking, I'll buy you a ticket. But then you, I'm saying, you wouldn't complain when she'd butter up a goddamn Pop-Tart. Oh, no, Jimmy, you want a Pop-Tart? I'm from Britain. We have to put butter on every fucking goddamn <laughs> thing. Now I'm going to, every goddamn thing. <sighs> What else did you fucking, oh, you, you hungry for lunch, Jimmy? I'll make you a butter and sugar sandwich. That's why I don't have any fucking teeth. <laughs> I'm a fucking Brit. God. And now we lost all our British listeners. Weezy's gone. Hey, I can say this. I am half British. I can, that fucking Bournemouth. I went to that fucking piece of shit town. He's telling me it's a resort town. I know I yelled about this before I go. I go on this goddamn beach. Fucking rocks. I, I don't, I thought I was on the fucking moon. <laughs> So annoying. God damn yes, it. Yes, you're very worldly, Jim. That's what I said. I'm going around. Then I go to get fucking, the, the one thing I want, fucking fish and chips. Oh, my God. Oh, that's all you hear. Oh, the fish and chips. You want a little fucking malt vinegar on there, you fucking asshole. And I go there. They're having a fucking strike. There's no fish and chips. Then the strike ends. And then I go, and I, for some reason, I'm still thinking they're serving the shit in a fucking uh, newspaper. Yeah. I go, no, it's fucking printed out wax paper with fake newsprint on, with the worst, like, man bites dog fucking story <laughs> on it, like that little fucking rubber fucking newspaper that you give to the goddamn dog. I hated that thing. Thanks now, a Jim, lot, see what is a normal, con- like, uh, concession stand food at a theater in England? At a theater, well, I went, I got, <laughs> I go to a fucking, fucking movie. I get hard-boiled eggs and fucking caramel corn. See, I was going to say, tell? I was like, there's no way it was actually hard-boiled eggs. I'm remembering this wrong. It's hard-boiled eggs. That's crazy. I got hard-boiled and I went to a triple feature. I had the worst fucking gas. By the time <laughs> fucking Return of the Jedi came, I was fucking lifting off. It was the worst. Also, though, I will say, I do like myself a scotch egg, uh, which is one of the best treats ever, Eric. I don't even know what the hell that is. It's a hard-boiled egg that's uh with sausage wrapped around it and then breaded and deep-fried. Oh, that sounds awesome. One of the best fucking things I've ever had. You get me one of them scorch eggs or I'll fucking hit you, you booger. <sighs> All right. All right. I got to come. 
I, I hate my fucking mother. I, I thought every time we go out, I think I see her. I, I want to run her over. I'm going to run over Isn't like five minutes. She She was. She was doing the slow drive-by. Fucking driving by the house. I'll give her the finger. I, I, I just, I can't stand her. Uh, yeah, and I, I hope that people, really, I'm not joking. <laughs> I fucking hate her. I, I, we were at work the other day. Every day I yelled that I hate her. Mom, why'd you leave me? <laughs> why'd you desert me, mother? Uh, the she next lives right down the street, Jim. Next, yeah, I know. She looks like a fucking stone's throw away, and I know, because I try to hit her every fucking day. Hey! <laughs> Next one's from Dancing Mike. Has to remind me of things as well. Hi, Jim, and hello, mother. What? what where's Eric? Yeah, where is Eric? Eric in that. I got to pull up the O snap. Whew. I didn't write her call for the past couple of weeks because last week my wife and I went to beautiful Lake Buena Vista, Florida, fancy, to celebrate her birthday at the most magical place on earth. He said Florida. He didn't come to Quakertown. Yeah. Well, it was very hot, as it feels like 109 degrees hot down there. We had a great time for three reasons. A, we don't have kids because we don't want kids. B, we plan our trips so we have an idea of what we want to do beforehand. And C, beer. Lots and lots of beer. He lost his chip, too. Anyway, since I was stumbling around enjoying my vacation, I didn't listen to the podcast. I'm now playing catch-up. I am currently in the middle of episode 79. So I should be caught up by the end of Thursday or Friday. So I'll be ready here. So I picked up my comic books for my pull list at the Golden Age, 1942. He's, I think he gets paid from this place. Merville? Mer- is that what that one is? Merville. That's yeah. Merville. Yesterday. And one of the comics was Wonder Woman. The owner and I talked a bit about Wonder Woman, and he explained the name and logo of the business. Apparently, the building was built in 1942. That's this comic. And it says 1942. One of, one of my least favorite video games ever, Eric. A few places on the front of the building when the owner uses Wonder Woman in the logo since the character debuted in 1942. So that explains, that explains the name a bit. What is, oh, Golden Age 1942. I'm like, what the fuck's the name? Again, I love <laughs> that place and I hope they stay in business. I now for the main, and now for the main point of my email, and this is where he gets down the brass tacks, Eric, and starts talking truth, baby. I think that everyone needs to acknowledge that you, Jim, are the driving force, shining light, and attraction of this podcast. Just like I was just, you know, spreading the joy about my mother. And the reason we all listen in breathless anticipation each and every week to all of you, uh, all of you phonies, all of you two-faced friends, you sycophant suck-ups who smile through your teeth at Jim, please leave him in peace, Eric. All right. Ease. Please go. Stop smiling. It's not a joke. Please leave. The party's over. Get out. Uh, Mr. Werner, I, I tell you, as this goes on, I think he's fucking. Mr. Werner pains me to listen to you have to drag and carry the other members of this podcast along every week. You have Eric, who is constantly beaten down by the terrifying harpy banshee under whose rule he lives and cowering right. fear that he's barely a man anymore. That's why you chat, chatterbait. You're on there. It makes you feel like no, a man. I have a problem, Jim. You, you do. <laughs> the weird thing is, you tell me about this, and anytime. Like, I'll say, oh, yeah, that you're like, no, you don't understand. I watched eight hours of, of a fucking... It's a cry for help, and you laugh. And, and you, oh, yeah, I laugh it up, because the thing is, you're doing this while writing reviews. Now, everybody now, when you read Eric's reviews, I hope you feel dirty. Because <laughs> he, while he's doing this, he has another window with this chatter bait up, and he's got an old computer. I don't even know how to multitask with that. With that. How does that work? Does you it introduced me to this. Okay. I view him as. You introduced me to this, Jim. It's your fault. <laughs> I've learned. You're feeding my addiction. That's right. I'm an enabler. That's all I am. And I sit and laugh. I view him as, uh, this is you, Eric. He views mm. you as a necessary to the podcast only as a bumbling straight man. 
a Mr. Furley to your Jack Tripper, meaning me. I'm, and so it means it, you have to act gay when I'm around? The problem is, it's no act. The problem is, you have fashioned your life at points about that He is one of your favorite characters at all times. So I hope that Dancing Mike realizes the slap in the face that he's given you by calling me Jack Tripper. Because really, I'm Mr. Furley. <laughs> I w- I'm proud to be Mr. Furley dude, with the fucking bug eyes. Oh, I love Mr. Furley. Fucking shaking his head and then looking at the camera. That's Donnie, what- when I first moved out of my apartment, I had two female roommates. I'm like, I am now Jack Tripper. I yep. can die happy. Yep. And I was Mr. Furley. I'm telling you, that whole shake the head and then dip up with the eyes bold. Big old eyes. That's one of the best comedy moves ever. And now that you have banished the weird history of DC Comics segment from this podcast and cast out Reggie and Chris like Janet and Cindy, not Chrissy, not even Terry, nope. but Cindy, for fuck's sake, we can enjoy more of what we came for, the dulcet tones of Mr. James Werner, imparting his knowledge, wit, and wisdom on all things DC Comics and life. When I listen to you on the podcast, I often feel as if I'm Larry Dallas, hanging oh, yeah. out with the good old buddy Jack at the Regal Beagle. <laughs> I just thought that was the coolest place ever. So I salute you, as we all do, Jim, as the true star and inspiration for us all in an ideal we can only hope to emulate and which we can aspire. That's true. I, I, Dancing I, Mike's Larry. He's one. Of, he's some random broad that Larry tossed away after a rough night. That, that's who Dancing Mike is, the random yeah. broad. Now he really doesn't like you. Until <laughs> next time, in the immortal words of Master Tang, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I wonder where my glove will go. <laughs> mighty, mighty, boomin' Mike of the Stone Cold Death Yo Mama Mountain Empire. That is Dancing Mike, Eric. What do you say? Any response to Dancing Mike that you are the Mr. Furley? No, I like Mr. Furley. I'm okay with that. Actually, you know what? I want to be Janet because I'm a mainstay of the show and I got great legs. No. Nobody I, – I don't know where you get this. We talked about this. Look this at week. them legs. Nobody likes Janet. Nobody. I do. No. I'm a big I fan mean, of Joyce DeWitt. Joyce DeWitt hates Janet. <laughs> she freaking, that's why she's always getting drunk driving. She's trying to forget <laughs> Janet. <laughs> That's what I say, Eric. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, give me some. Give me a, a standard Eric catchphrase. Boosh. All right. Next one's from Dan. Hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris. No rant this week, but I felt like dropping you guys a message because something great happened this week. The Flash became good again. I love it too when these things happen. Uh, and I, you read it. I don't. I don't even know what you think, but I we get these early. So yeah. I read it, and I I always seem to think like I used to be scared. I'm scared, Eric. <laughs> On crutches. I said to you uh, before even, like, I hate to be that first guy out of the, the blocks because I always think I'm going to, you know, oh, I think it's a four, everybody a ten, and people laugh. You don't like to jump right in? You want to test the waters I, first? I like it now, though. And I like that I read this issue, and I'm like, okay. And I said to you, it's good again. And that's everybody agrees with me. I have a feeling you don't. But there was tons of awesome speeds direction, and Barry didn't come off as huge jerk. He even remembered that lab tech's name. Although, did you notice that one guy who was sarcastic, like, thanks for asking if I wanted food. (laughs) (laughs) What a bitch. I think this issue is Commander Singh was not. He wanted some food, too. Everybody wants food. Yeah, but really, he's the commander. Go get your own goddamn food. You you get paid a lot. You freaking thanks for asking me. Where was he? He wasn't around. They had burgers and fries, for Christ's sakes, Eric. Uh, This issue is giving me back hope for the book. I mean, before this issue, I would have put The Flash as one of the worst rebirth books. I guess we'll see how it all turns out. Looking forward to the podcast, guys. Yeah, I hope it picks up because it was kind of like the worst uh, rebirth book out right now. I'm taking a sip. Keep talking. Oh, God damn it. Keep on talking. Uh, Fucking carry your weight for once. Yeah, damn it. 
You're reading yeah. off of something. What do you there want? There I to go. Do? There I go. I can't. I can't even get a sip of drink. I'm fucking sweat pouring off me. Yeah, me too. <sighs> Next one's from Fenny. We need to get a studio with fucking like it's climate controlled. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be so good. Freaking and and it was like no sound. We'd have it soundproof too, but it would be cold as hell. I'd have. I'm a- gonna- I'll turn oh, on my air conditioner right now. I would. I'd be like Joe Namath on the sideline with that fucking fur coat, <laughs> <laughs> looking like a fucking badass. You'd be smoking in there, and then it'd drive me nuts. Yeah, that's the, that actually would probably be the sticking point of us ever recording together. Probably right, because even if I said I wanted a live fucking broadcast from fucking Burger King, uh, but you wouldn't be able to smoke. You you wouldn't like. No, I'd do it anyway. You'd do it. We just keep eating. Take the I. It'd be funny. We don't have a like a portable thing, but we do it with a uh, laptop, and we'd like take it up in line while we while we have the mic there, my big ass mic. Can you speak into the mic here? Give me number two. I hate when they ask you. Do you hate when you have you gone to the Burger King uh, lately? Yeah. Like when they then they ask you your first name. No. Does that drive me nuts? I've never heard about that. Like I never go inside. That's what I'm. I just said. Do you ever go inside? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said go. No. Go inside. No, when you go to not. the register and you order now, they'll always ask you your first name. And my first name is, of course, Jim. It's not a very hard name. No. Uh, every time I go, uh, wh- oh, what's your first name? Jim. Tim? No, Jim. Tom? No, you, yeah, Tom. Uh, what you don't know is you have a speech impediment you can't hear. That's what you sound like, hey, Yeah, I think I talk perfectly fine. Particularly. Particularly. <laughs> Regular. That's what that. It, you know what? Later on, that's what I thought. It, I keep thinking it's particularly because I think I have problems with that as well. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. Benny says, "Sup, boys." Well, I'm back writing the third week in a row. Eric is right. I am addicted. That's Reggie, right. Chris. Here, there's a whole thing with Reggie and Chris. Right to their podcast. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Reggie, they don't, they don't get out the right email though. Uh, yeah, really. I'm just gonna get this out <laughs> of the way now, so hopefully by the end of the email, Jim will be over it. Sorry, Jim. I thoroughly enjoyed the comics history about Frederick Wortham last week. It's good. You, you'll get five more it, things of that. That thing's like ten hours long. I hear it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear? No, you, you didn't hear. They do good things. You they, do, they do good things. They do some good things. They're they're right on. At first, I was surprised at how detailed you were going, because I didn't realize it was part one of four. I must have gotten confused by your intro. Is that what's called irony? Quite a cliffhanger for part one. Ooh, maybe you have to listen, Eric. Maybe. Maybe. Can't wait to hear the next one. Um, the one thing tonight on the Cosmic Treadmill, Reggie sent me a note. He's like, yeah, we did this. Um, forget what it was about. I, I Actually, I, I completely <laughs> forgot. But the point was, I think it was 60 minutes long, Eric. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they're talking about a book, and he said he edited it down to like 40, and then he has an ultra edit down to 20, but you really can't tell anything from that. So <laughs> he, he, I hope you like Reggie and Chris, because you're going to get a lot of them tonight. Okay, Jim. Now, well, for, like us, they just can't shut up. Really? Okay, Jim, now for my theory that I mentioned I was working on. She has a theory on our reviews and review scale. Although you sort of stole my thunder with the weekly spotlight yesterday when you said that DC is not writing these rebirths for rebirth books for all of you specifically that they don't give a crap about little eric shea they don't. i think that's part of my theory it's just not fully formed yet though in fact i have some research questions so she's still working on the theory she needs some research questions here they are eric um number one you mentioned you get some of the books for free from the publisher i assume eh, kind of no kind of. it's from dc but the majority uh do you buy yourselves right and that is a wrong 
Uh, we get most of them. Most of the ones now, they have kind of, this is more of a thing on DCs and they really are trying to reach out to, uh, give people more, uh, early books. Uh, right. the, dig- the digital ones I get, uh, I buy those. Um, but there's not many of those and anything else. Uh, some of the other companies though, like if you go to like just for the hell of it, uh, weekends, uh, most of those are stuff that we got free. Uh, and really, I said to you, I said to Eric on the way home from work, I think on Friday or Thursday, that when we got this, that it, it kind of throws in this question about people, oh, bullshit, you guys don't put a disclaimer or whatever. I, I said to you then, you know, look at the scores. Seriously. Half the time, that's the disclaimer. I, I can't see anybody can think that we're, you want to, everybody wants to yell we're negative all the time, but the minute they find this out, oh my God, you, no. Yeah, we, right. And in fact, the reason why, we got these books. We never got them before. Um, it was in the middle of Batman and Robin Eternal. <laughs> and uh, I got a message on Twitter from the published, the, the uh, PR guy, who just basically said, hey, you, do you guys want the books each week? And I'm yes. like, what the hell? And it was because of one of my Batman and Robin Eternal reviews that I believe I gave a 3 out of 10. And Keep it real. Yep, the guy said that they really like that we are honest and also loves that we curse in our reviews and that we have. So you're very passionate. Yes, that that's not a joke. That's what he said. So all you people who always want to try to figure out the fucking you know the the rules of the game or the fucking life hack, just fucking do shit the way you do it, and eventually, if if you keep doing it right, it, people know. They'll get they'll notice, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they they actually it's funny that DC actually is kind of with us a bit on how uh honest we are. They don't even say we're negative. They no. say we're honest. So there. Take that yeah. world. They, as it goes into rebirth, as more and more rebirth books come out, it seems that we're going to be getting all the books. Um do all of you buy the books and read them, but only one of you writes the actual review and then all discuss in the podcast. And that is, yes. So uh, when Eric, we have talked to the podcast before, when I do my reviews, I do not ever talk to Eric about anything about the review. No. I may send him that so-and-so is a bunch of bullshit, or I might say, like, send him a quick message, yeah. boy, you're going to hate this. <laughs> but no, I never say read this. And t- uh, When we first started the site, there were times when I would go into work and if something I didn't understand because this was all the, you people jumping on for rebirth, that was me at New 52. And I would say to Eric, like, w- is this in fact the best Bizarro story I've ever read? And then you said to me, have you ever read any others? No. And it's the best. And it's Boom. the best. Review done. But no, we do these, w- when we do the reviews, they are completely isolated from anybody else. I, we don't even know, like Reggie, I have no idea what he's doing. This shit just goes up. He put up the Lumberjanes Gotham Academy right before we did this podcast. I forgot he was even going to do it. Yeah, I forgot it even came out this week. And the people who are on the site with us doing reviews, Reggie, Chris does some, Dan, even uh, Vermillionaire, who we'll hear about in a couple minutes on on the mail. Um, We don't really interact much with people. Me and Eric are very... Shy people who like to talk to people. So if somebody, I, there's people on the site. You may go a month without hearing from me. <laughs> but I, I try to keep in you, not you. No. These people have never talked to you. They hear you on the podcast. They stay away. Okay. So then he said, uh, "Frenny says, so are you not all in the same room together when you were recording? And we never are. Eric's across town. You're a stone throw away, Eric. Don't hit me with that stone. I'll hit you and my mother. 
And then she says, I, I, this is funny. And she even says this operation. Who the hell is Dan? <laughs> who is Dan? She asked. Who is Dan, Dan indeed? Dan off earlier. This is Dan Stransky. She's asking. And it is true. It's not just us mentioning this Dan. Um, but it is Dan Stransky. He used to do the geek news. And I believe I am going to leave a little space because I want to do my impersonation. <laughs> and I was going to do it live. This sound effect board that I tried to, it's a, but basically, Dan is a guy that wanted to be on this site. He asked us. He came out, hey, can I be on your site? We said, yeah, we never yeah. – pretty much that's all you need to do is ask. And he started out. He was going to do news, but then he couldn't do that. Then he was going to do the TV show reviews, but he didn't have cable and yeah. didn't want to get Hulu. So then he decided he was going to review books, but was always a month late with them. Uh, but he also – I wanted if to get him on the lucky. podcast. Yeah, I wanted to get him on the podcast. I just like to, you know, hook people up. So I made up a thing like I did with Ryan, who, for any of you, have never heard of, and thank God. Uh, Dan, I, he was a geek news thing. So he said, listen, what, when we do the news, instead of us doing the news, Dan, you could do it. The minute that he got a hold of this news, it became Apple, uh, Apple, Apple Watch, Watch News. Fucking he talked about his Apple Watch all the time. He talked about iOS. Trek. Uh, got everything wrong and never talked anything comics. And while he did it, he recorded it in his car, and somehow there was a locust fucking oh my swarm God. every time. That was the, that was the best, too, because for a while, though, whenever he would bring up the Apple... And that's the thing. We, at first, we didn't edit his news, no, and then didn't. I started editing his news. Whenever he would put on the Apple Watch stuff, I would put crickets in the background. And then eventually, I wouldn't have to, because he would be freaking... Recording yeah. this in the middle of a field somewhere, I would think, because all you could hear was the crickets. You heard crickets? You'd and hit, cars I, honking. It'd be like you're, you're recording. He's like, hello, weird <laughs> science. How you doing, weird science? Oh, my goodness. My Apple Watch. Oh, my Apple Watch. Hey, what's going on? Oh, my God. The Apple's doing this in their iTunes. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> the end. That, that was pretty accurate. At points, you'd hear people honking and yelling at him. And eventually, he just stopped doing it. But you know what? People seem to like him. <laughs> people, yeah, hello, weird side. Next thing, I was going to hit the Hitler soundboard. <laughs> Every time he did, it was awful. And then what he would do is uh, the Saturday we'd record, we're, we're already recording and at one o'clock in the morning, he'd send a note. Hey, I won't have the news this week. We've already set it up for the news. And at, at one point, we had like a that freaking test pattern thing. Oh yeah. And then the one time you got on and just completely deleted everything he put and sang some. Like, what did you do that time? I think I, I deleted because it, it was so terrible you couldn't remember even hear it. Remember, it was like hello, weird science, and then. And, and then I gave him his tags else. where you could find him and have yep. a good week and ke- let yep. your geek flag fly. Yeah, geek flag fly. He'd always yell, let your geek flag fly. Bring that to do. Uh, he was- that is Dan. <clears throat> and then like everybody else who leaves the site of the podcast, he left by yelling at me. Yep. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. What a- I hope he listens to this. I'm really, I liked Ryan uh, a lot. I, I hate his fucking guts now. <laughs> fucking hate him. I, I, I don't even want to go into it. I, yeah. I, I'm getting angry. Uh, so anyway, my theory has to do with uh, why you're perceived as negative, why your scores are what they are, and why the DC books are specifically Rebirth uh, get you upset. Now, 
this has all been sort of jostling around in my brain the last few days. It may not be totally coherent. This is the first time I'm attempting to articulate it, so I may be all over the map with this. First, because you read all the books, I do think there's some significant fatigue happening when you finally get down to reviewing and scoring. False, Eric. False. Maybe back uh, in the day that was true. No, well, it would get burned out. As you, no, really as she's saying the this, uh, that the way we go about it, it's not. I don't think that is accurate because the way this would be is if we sat down and read all the books and then, and then reviewed them. Yeah, uh, the books that we're talking about tonight that are your books. I read tonight. In fact, I read right before we. I, I'm reading these to the moment before we record. And I'm talking uh, your I, books. I read a couple hours before we sat down. Yeah, yeah. I we uh, do our reviews now. I got all my reviews done on Tuesday, and then I'm done. Uh, but yeah, so she says that's bound to happen. But yeah, when we first started, when we would have there were weeks we'd have eleven books each. Oh my god, that was crazy. And yes, if you go to the site now, you have to notice that we are always done the books right away. We used to be doing books until Tuesday night from that week <laughs> and struggling even then. Then you'd yeah. have. The next round, and then we'd catch up to those, and yeah, it started getting thing. And here's the other thing that I will say before we even go further with this fatigue thing as well, uh, with Reggie joining in and us having a little extra people, but more Reggie, um, when we do have a book that we really think that we are getting fatigued just from the book, not even just reading them all, but the book itself, oh my God, it's killing me, we will switch it off. We'll give it to Reggie, me, and you will switch things up. That's why we switch things up a lot. That's yeah. why I got, green, I got Green Arrow on Rebirth because how much you hated it in the new 52. It was so bad. Even like the when uh, Batgirl Burnside, I did it like 10 issues, and I'm like, yeah. I can't do it anymore, man. So I took it over, and I liked it a little more. And the thing with that, though, uh, we try to get a good jumping on point for the next guy. Yeah. We don't just throw that away. Suicide Squad, I really like, but I was afraid that I like Sean Ryan's run a little too much. It seemed. And so when it was switching to Tim Seeley, I wanted Reggie to do it because I was afraid I'd go into that with a, you know, a bad point of view. With a Sean Ryan bias. Yeah. So we, we do have that that we try to do. So I, I don't think it's fatigue per se. Sometimes a book itself. Batman and Robin Eternal, uh, I'll, I'll admit, it got fatigued, but I had to do it. I, nobody well, else on the site was jumping into that book. I'd already done it. I was going to finish it up, and I got called out on it. That's like when I was doing Future Zen and World Zen at the same time. Every week, it was two new fucking weekly issues, yeah. and they were terrible. Yep. And uh, then she said, that's bound to happen, but I do think your scores, rather than reflecting a standalone assessment of the quality of a particular issue, oftentimes are tainted not only by what you know from preceding issues of the same title or carried over from previous continuity, but also by things that are happening concurrently in other books. And that is only, I think, that because uh, Frenny has jumped on with Rebirth, that has come up a lot uh, with continuity and what other books yeah. are doing. But I will say you will notice that as these go on, that's going to change a little. And I would actually go beyond that and turn it and twist it around and say that a lot of times the people, and I'm asking some of the people who have read our reviews for all this time, three years. I think that a lot of times we are one of the first to react when we stop liking something or like it more. I think actually we go more. We're ahead of the curve. I think a lot of people do, like they give a Batman a 10 out of 10. The next issue is not good, but they still are on that high. They don't want to react. I think a lot of the, I'll say it, I think a lot of the sites are a bunch of fraidy cats there. <laughs> I, I was going to say another word, but they're afraid to make a jump. And some of these sites 
I, I know by looking at them are really trying to impress the uh, DC and the writers themselves by giving better scores than I think that they deserve. But then again, everybody has their own opinion. Maybe these people yeah. love it. Boy, there's some books that I can't say, and I see people giving them tens. And I just, I don't understand. But uh, where we, where I talk about that, I think that uh, during that ba- uh, Burnside Batgirl, um, you didn't, you liked it, you know, you did, you weren't hip on it right away. No, I did not you care were, for it. Just, you kind of stayed on a steady run. Like yeah. you thought it was like a six. I'm sure if I looked up now, your probably average is probably a six two, somewhere around there, maybe a five nine. Six, I think it'd probably be in the low sixes, where these other sites, they're all over the place. But it, you know, they start at a ten, then it's a a nine, and not eight, but then it all ends up. It I all. Think ends the highest up. I got was what the character dagger type showed up, and I think that was a seven out of ten. Yeah, that's when I tweeted them, and Team Background did not like that. They are um, off the weird science. Yeah, they were. But then Brennan Fletcher liked it. But other times, I'm trying to see where I was now. <laughs> I am the word. Uh, other books that other readers uh, of that specific issue being discussed may not also. Oh, wait. Uh, but also by, what am I doing? Oftentimes they're tainted by not only preceding issues of the same title, character of previous continuity, but also things that are happening currently in other books. Other books that other readers of that specific issue being discussed may not also be reading. So, yeah, she's saying that maybe uh, something happens in Batman. And we're pissed off because of something that happened in Red Hood. Um, I will Only s- if there's a carryover plot point. It has Here's to make sense. Here's where I, I'm telling you, this is where she's seeing this because of Rebirth. Uh, this doesn't happen a lot. During the New 52, there wasn't many times where you were mad. Yes, you may be mad at Earth 2 because of what happened in uh, Free World's End. End. Yeah. That, that, but that's... That it continued from that. I don't think there's been a time where you were mad at Action Comics because of something that happened in Green Arrow. They're, these no, books are pretty not. separated. Um, but yes, they had these tie-ins. I, I hated Batman and Robin Eternal. It had nothing to do with just except what happened in Batman and Robin Eternal. But we'll keep going. Okay. I think this might be as why, as I said in the last email, I differed with you from your views on the July 6 books because I didn't have the background of some things that you guys had. On the other hand, I found myself much more in line with your views of this week's books. Now that may be because I've been infected by your twisted mind. <laughs> I don't know, entirely possible. But now that we're into the second and third issue of these rebirth books, I think I'm in the same place as far as how the books co-mingle and intertwine because I've pretty much been getting the rebirth books right along with you. Up until New Superman. Sorry, Kenji Keenan, whatever his name is. But yeah, I, I like I said, I think that you're going to see, and Frenny's going to see that, you know, once this continuity establishes itself, even if it's against, uh, we, we'll talk about it tonight with Green Lantern. And if you listen to Spotlight, you already know what I'm talking about. Uh, and we even say in that, listen, our score is this. If you aren't reading the other things, you might go higher. Probably better uh, off. And yeah, and that's the problem is uh, we're not gonna. It, you can't go into it and review it any bit different. We're reviewing it for us, but yeah, we say if you, you know if you are reading the new Fifty Two, you're going to be pretty pissed off at some of these things. And you, even just between the two of us, you are more of a continuity whore than I am. It's true. I can overlook some things. Uh, you can't. You really have a problem. I I have, I'm putting all this time in. I'm establishing a continuity, a timeline to a story that they are, you know, putting out there in the world. Yeah. And when they go against it, why? Why would you and do that? Here's it's lazy where, writing. Where I have my problem is within a book itself, and especially, I don't know why, 
the big thing I have is where an uh, issue ends one t- and then you get the next issue and it's completely crazy <laughs> get angry. That's like a, I'm more of a uh, like a, a short a transition term, horse, a short term continuity guy. You're in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Still, because I only read the Superman books for the most part in the New 52, I don't have a lot of baggage from, say, the Green Lantern books to taint my perspective on how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps. Reggie, the P is silent. <laughs> You'll see her. That's so good. It's not corpse. So, as for an instance, I was able to enjoy that one more than you all, I think. Plus, I just like Hal. He's my Green Lantern no matter what, and I'm probably more, much more likely to continue with this book than with the Jessica Simon book, which brings me to my next point. I think a lot of people are like that, and I think that's why that Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern corpse, uh, was pretty good uh, for people, new people jumping on. And really, like, uh, like you said, it, it, in the, uh, I guess, the Hawkman, Adam Strange deal. Right. If you're going to give me this continuity, just tell me what it is, and then we'll go from there. And exactly. Yeah, you'll accept it as the continuity. If you go back and all of a sudden Parallax is fucking, you know, on new Korrigar again and nothing's explained. Why you're aren't you on Warworld, you son of a and bitch? And then actually you're going to be even more pissed yeah. then because now you've been tricked twice. If your introduction to these characters was like mine through a parent's recollections and vague references in pop culture, TV, movies, etc., the only thing that will matter to you is where Hal is today, what's been going on in the cosmos in a general way, and what happens now. So if some of the details in his rebirth are not exactly as Jim, Eric, Reggie, and company remember them from the New 52, not only are you not going to know the difference, you're not going to care. That's what she's saying with her. Uh, I will tell you that some people probably still are mad, though, because some of these changes are, are weeks ago. Yeah. This stuff just happened. I, I said, I people like how there's how kind of explain, and it was done well enough that you kind of know what you need to know. Yeah, it was for for new readers going in. Everything is laid out for you, and you don't have to look too deeply into it. No, no. There, there's a book tonight that I I think a little different, and yeah. Franny might think that I'm an asshole when if she liked it, but there's multiple problems, including not getting new readers on. That's Nightwing Eric. And I would submit that even if you have a little more knowledge and things didn't happen exactly like that because you did check in here and there in the new 52, there's an easy explanation for that. Memory is inconsistent and unreliable. Two people can witness the exact same event at exactly the same time, recall it differently from distance, and after some time has passed. However, I'm not so much of a continuity freak as some. (laughs) Eric has cough air. That's good. So I forgive a lot unless it's really just glaringly bad and convenient, which is one of your problems. So to Jim's point, yeah, I think DC pretty much figures they've already got you guys. You're going to buy the books no matter what. They're not interested in appeasing you. You're the cows whence the free milk flows. There's uh, there's after those other readers who vaguely remember what the Justice League was supposed to look like in their childhoods and want to see again when they stumble into the comic shop and want to know what all this rebirth fuss is about. Well, and here is where I commend you again for your dedication, commitment to this whole thing. You guys really love comics, which I think is what Reggie means when he says you're the most positive people, not negative at all. When it comes to comics, because you want to love it. Unfortunately, it so often falls short, but you plod on. And while I do have to point out that you sort of made your own beds, I mean, who else commits to doing what you do a week in and week out, <laughs> a day out for the sake of entertaining some faceless, nameless listeners who may or may not email you once in a while? Also for free. Seriously, it amazes me how you manage to stick to your schedule. It has got to feel like a chore sometimes. Well, I for one, thank you. I haven't gotten to your 10-point rating system just yet. She's going to keep doing a little research. But I may have to save that for another email. I'm still trying to figure out your methodology. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a gut thing. I told her. It's a gut thing. But by assigning numbers, you are somewhat aspiring to science-ify 
scienceify. Scienceify. He's going to scienceify this thing. Uh, you have to admit more on that later. Okay, gents, I think I should wrap it up for now. Keep doing what you do. I, I hope she knows. She, I bet you she doesn't even know what no. that it does to me. Keep doing what you do. Your friend, if you if you don't know, that's what my goddamn grandfather said to me when he was dying. Had all these fucking worldly advice to everyone, and like, yeah, Ronnie, you're gonna do great things. You could be president. And then he got to me, who I'm named after him, <laughs> and Jimmy, uh, keep doing what you do, because he knew nothing about <laughs> me, and I almost turned around and punched the wall. Don't let it become a chore, please. We appreciate you too much. That's funny. P.S. Jim, you told the story about the last time you went to church and saw your old teacher. So did you and Eric go to Catholic school? No. That's <laughs> the best, too. She thinks you went to church. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't go to church. The church had a, uh, a fucking carnival and free food. And me and my family went, and then we went back for dinner. And the guy, the weirdest thing, we when we got this email, I told you, the guy was a science teacher. He was an earth and space science teacher. I hated his guts. And he, to me, was probably the most God-hating man I've ever met. Oh, yeah, everything he, he was he science or science. nothing. And then something happened. So now, but boy, I did not like the guy. He was mean. And oh, he was acting he all was nice. to everybody. Giving me hamburgers. But I yeah. think he our, failed more students in his history yeah. than anybody else at that school. Yep. He failed uh, the one thing, my uh, oldest son. And I still think it's because he knew he was my oldest son. <laughs> he hated my guts. Uh, just curious, because I went to Catholic school for 12 years myself. My boyfriend and I actually went to the same school for freshman year of high school. Then he left and went to public school down the street, and I didn't meet him until our 20th reunion. I always get a kick out of telling people that. Oh, and I think we're the same age, you and me. You said you were eight in 1979. So was I. Your reference about childhood makes so much more sense now. Yep. I mean, we're old. We're old people, Eric. Old. Not uh, me. The, the other thing, in town here, we have a Catholic school, but it actually stops at probably now eighth grade, I would yeah, guess. It did stop at eighth grade, but like when I was a kid, too. And when I was a kid, it actually stopped at ninth, because when I... That was, was still junior high, yeah. Yeah, ninth was still junior high, so it did stop at ninth. And I'm telling you, Frenny, every guy or girl that came from that goddamn Catholic school were the worst. Sure they would hit that high school, and all hell would break loose. Except for my girlfriend, who came from really? St. Stores. Now, still the nicest girl in the world. Really? Yeah, that's what you said. Manship goes now. No, we got Manship, and thanks for any. I don't think you're ever going to figure out a score. Me and, Eric have, me and Eric have so differing ideas. <laughs> and really, this is what we said. We started the site. We wanted to have a 10-point scale because we think that 5-point scales are bullshit. And uh, then we said, well, what's the scale? And eh, it's a gut thing. That's yeah. And really, I, I, I think by now, you know, Eric, when you have almost 1,400 reviews under your belt and you tighten that belt up, and you, uh, I really do. When I'm done, I know exactly what I'm giving it. I'm sure you do, too. With yes, your, I do. With your cute little 900 reviews. And uh, But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You get done. And, yeah, you may get done that first time and, and start writing the review and, like, but hey, this is going to be a six. And then it may end up a six. Five. By the time I'm like, you know, by the time I'm done, it usually goes down maybe a point up or but down you, you or know a point five. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know pretty much where you're going to go. The with ballpark. It. Yes. Uh, Manship says, hey, bros, nothing more frustrating than commenting on the weird science site and getting no replies to that awesome comment. It's <laughs> awesome comment. What's he talking about? But then the light bulb goes off and I keep checking my kick-ass comments for a reply. For every comment that I leave on the site that does not get a reply, I'll copy that comment in my podcast email so you guys have to reply to it. 
He's so upset that somebody was, and his comment was probably like, "Did you see Superman? What, 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 did you when see did he the Eradicators? Did you, he sent this the other day?" And I went right on and commented on every goddamn thing that he put. Oh, so he's that? got one here where it's, "Where's the meat video game to go with cheese Viking game?" Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, exactly. so the latest one That's he did. That's his comment. Kick ass. <laughs> yeah, Hillary. Did you see those Eradicator? Did you see his cool sunglasses? I had some of those back in the day, and everybody stand clear of him. They're like, I don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you, I, I think you know what the problem is, Manship, and I don't know about you, Eric, but this is what happens. We put the reviews up that next day, almost everybody's flooding with comments. Manship comes in on Friday afternoon, yeah. and some of this stuff gets lost in the shuffle. Plus, I, I've been tired all week. I and then, like, feel. a lot of times people will have their own things, and then you don't want to reply to each one individual. So you reply somewhere down the line. I don't know. Yeah, I try individual. Uh, but it does end up the same thing. Like, or you get my comments. You're exactly right. 100%. <laughs> I, I write this crazy stuff because I want people to, you know, I like to talk to people, but I, you can't comment. Manship, you're writing stuff about the meat and cheese of the fucking Viking video game. I don't even know where you're coming from. I don't know. It's on I the talk, Nightwing review. I don't even know. I talk to, I talk to Manship every day, so <laughs> I should know where he's coming from. Ah, uh, yes. I'm just fucking with you guys. Originally, I was going to follow with a couple of college fight stories. Uh, then I reached the conclusion of last week's Chris and Reggie Supergirl podcast segment, which I love, by the way, Jim. You realize, do these people realize what I'm doing here, Eric? That the more I go against them, I'm like a boss, and they start to like it because I don't. It's You're the authority plan. figure. It's my fucking plan, Eric. And they're just fucking writing the plan. Now they love Reggie and Chris. They talk about him. All from me. It's all working out. It's coming up Eric Shea again. An instrumental of these eyes began playing, and I couldn't help but think Michael Sarah's performance of that song in the movie Superbad. It's not just his performance that makes me laugh every time. It's those damn super emotional stoners that crack me up. <laughs> Who hasn't been stuck in a room with people that are high as fuck while you're totally sober, and they asked you to punch them in the stomach as hard as you can just for fun? I just, I always would go to my one buddy's house in my band, and all his, he had the worst stoner uh, roommates, and these guys could not get off the fucking couch and flunked every class but if they had a fucking tape ball uh, a fucking uh, paper clip and a straw they'd made a bong out of it yeah. within two seconds these guys were engineers through a you know they could make the fucking space shuttle but they I, could get off the fucking couch to make a goddamn uh, grade i don't think i've ever been the sober guy in the room i always was and i would yell at them i'd scream at them then then the one time i remember eh, this is gonna get in the fights i go over to this guy's house and all these guys are sitting there they're all fucking stoned and they start bad-mouthing the Beatles. And I got so angry. I'm like, what are you talking about? Beatles are shit. If it wasn't for the Beatles, music would be so much better now. I'm like, you fucking asshole. You're fucking <laughs> stupid. Get the fuck. And then the guy, like, and I'm telling you, just imagine, this guy was so stoned. He gets up, and it's like, I, I'm sitting there looking at my watch, like, please, speed this up, buddy. And he, like, fucking takes, like, two steps at me and then puts up his hand to fucking punch me and then just stood there. And he was like frozen in time, standing there. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I fucking pushed him right back on the couch. He laid, landed, and started laughing. I'm yeah. like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. You guys are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so stupid. There's my fight story. However, instead of Michael Sarah, we get Jim singing these balls. He says, that "These was, nuts." That was these nuts. When will this song be on iTunes? <laughs> then Reggie starts reciting the words to the end by the doors, and I have no clue what the fuck is going on anymore, which is a perfect lead into the coming of the Superman. Listening to the three interpret issue six was almost as fun as reading itself. 
uh, reading the issue itself. I had already reread issue six after listening to Reggie's Mr. Neal interview, and now I may have to go back and read it again after listening to this fabulous, fabulous podcast review. There are so many questions from this story that I'm hoping some of them get explained in the coming <laughs> Superman Part 2, Eric, along with Reggie's second interview of Mr. Neal. I would guess there will be neither of those. I do know that one thing will not be answered, so I will ask you guys. What does Superman mean by the weaponry contained in that suit alone is enough to defeat a country? At least he th- I'm telling you, though, we have no idea who said that. Uh, I Well, I know who said it. Yeah, Superman I don't know. Said it. Who's he Remember? saying it to, though? That's what he's asking. Yes. He does. Was he talking about the suit Lex was wearing under his lab coat, or is Superman referring to Darkseid, who wasn't wearing a suit, but instead was shooting lasers out of his gauntlets? I really think he was talking about Lex, and it makes no sense. Yeah, I think he was talking about Lex. Lex had the weaponry to defeat a country. It's crazy. At that point, you would shut your mouth. Actually, I think that was more near the beginning. You were still talking that. Well, at that point, I'm like, you know, we have a melting body, but then he's also like has super speed or teleporting. I don't know. That's right. I think that he made, uh, he was like freaking Michael Keaton. He's multi- Multiplicity? Multiplicity. I almost called it multiversity. But yeah, he said. He was Beetlejuice. Yes. The coming of the Superman could end up being my favorite book of 2016. Speaking of songs, what the hell was that Ghostbusters Huey Lewis song in the last podcast? You know what that was, man? That was a little hint to everyone. Uh, we were, I was talking a little about, I forget what we were talking about, uh, but I forget why at that point I put it in, but the main reason I... I'm pretty sure it's because I, I Ain't Afraid and then somebody was complaining online about Well, how- that was what I was going to put the... But I'm saying there was something in the podcast that made me put the Ghostbusters thing. Right. But then when I was going to put the new one, somebody was complaining that they wanted... Oh, I like the original, fully original, Reagan, uh Ghostbusters theme and the problem was is that that's the big deal is that they actually wanted Huey Lewis to do it and when he came out with I want a new drug they pretty much ripped off Ghostbusters from that and Huey Lewis in fact sued them and won yes and so when you hear that mashup it just makes me laugh because Ghostbusters is exactly I want a new drug so I like that mashup I like it uh, the negativity duo was back last episode while it was brutal in the beginning of the reviews but made a happy turn towards the end. The beginning of the podcast did have its moments, though. I literally swallowed my gum after hearing that Eric thinks seeing a burn victim is considered a scary moment. That's so terrifying. I, I, think, Eric's, I think Eric's awful, and I think it can be scary, especially at night. You know, though, you, don't know dark alley. you don't know what they're doing. Thanks, Eric. That gum will be in my digestive tract for seven <laughs> years. For those that have not listened to Evine Live podcast episode, is episode 14. It's like listening to a train wreck with the only passengers being Jim and Eric. Yeah. Episode 14 was my first listen to the Quaker Town comic, An America's Sweetheart. Still this day, I don't know why I came back after the Convergence bashing started in that episode as well. Probably because you realized that we were right. Yeah, burning manship. It was uh, individual issues and stories were okay. Still say overall, manship biggest convergence supporter there are. What happened to the rules? What happened to these cities fighting <laughs> it's each not other? Nom. There's rules. When, when did they? When did they end up? Yeah, they're not in the shit air. The, the whole thing was set up to be this battle between cities. Injustice got wiped out quick. Yeah. The injustice universe. So the Kandorians. And the Kandorians, yeah, they didn't want to fight, right? They were like the uh, people in Rick and Morty that they didn't believe in fighting. The Kandorians didn't want to fight, and Justice wanted to fight amongst themselves. Yeah. There's one every season. That's what they yelled at those guys. But yeah, they uh, 
And then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, why why aren't they fighting each other? And this whole winter thing just got tossed aside. This was not an hour or an hour, not a year long fucking thing. We we had two months. The rules were thrown all of a sudden. Fucking the Adam has a big fucking Dave Grohl hand. We're in the Everlong video going. He's slapping people. No Some reason sense. Robin and friggin' Batgirl going with spoiler to friggin' I don't even know who was in that book. I'm yeah, just making yeah. shit up now, but well, here, they're in the I'll wasteland just, for some I'll reason. I'll tell you, this is what I was talking about earlier during Frenny's deal, um, where you're a continuity whore, but if if I'm reading the second issue of a book where I've been told fucking rules in the first, yes, it's going to carry over. Fought and rules. Tell me that everybody's powers are gone, and the next thing people are flying, I get angry. And I think you're more channeling here the freaking Batman and Robin Eternal where they could door in wherever they no, want. No, no, there was that, but I'm saying the the whole there, – there were pretty much – there was one rule of convergence pretty no much. No powers. No powers. Did not last. No. That was not every issue, and they never really said anything because of it. And then in the middle, Telos fucking gets all whiny, and, and then the whole thing's off. <laughs> it's off, which I will mention. Earthquake Earth time. Earth 2 later, I think Dick Grayson – He's forgot about Telos. Doesn't give him a shout out for that tech, Eric. I was very angry when I was. No, reading. that's not that tech. This is Mr. isn't it? I thought tech. it was the tech. No, what that, that melted it away. Like, oh, did it? Then I was. I was just angry. <laughs> uh, what the hell? Uh, well, speak to, to uh, get on the right track, then, Eric. Uh, was it odd to you in Action Comics that Lex has a battle suit that seems to rip like fabric? Because that that <laughs> upset too. But, uh, I don't know. It's uh, fabric comp- when Doomsday is uh, doing it. Here's the thing, though. It was fabric until he fixed it again. And then it looks like armor again. Yeah, it was very odd. Like where that symbol I, I don't understand is, apocalyptic technology. Where that symbol is looks like armor, but when it was ripped, it man, he was sexy. He fucking ripped. He looked like fucking Fabio on the fucking cover of Pirates. Like Billy with the Zane. Paints. Yes, then that's Burning Mansion. Burning Mansion. Uh, the Millionaires next. What's up, Jim? Howdy, Eric. I'm out of town with the family, so this is going to be a quick one for me. Not sure what the wildlife is like in Quakertown, but there are deer everywhere here in southeast Ohio. I hit one the other night, and after it rolled a couple times, it got up and looked at me like I was about to turn into the deer from bloodlines before casually walking away, or it was going to. I never thought I'd be afraid of a deer. I mean, it's a deer, but shit, that thing had my heart racing. I'm hoping this leads to some rant from Jim about animals and driving because who doesn't love a good Jim rant? Hey, you want to hear my, I, I don't really have one. I've never hit a deer. I've seen them. My wife always yells at me, uh, cause where we work, there are deer that jump around. We I live tell, in Bucks County. Yeah. I tell her, don't fucking jinx me. Yeah. I don't need that. Now, I've hit a couple fucking homeless guys, but they fucking, they don't Nobody know. Nobody cares about those. They're dead. It's like, that's why we said in Batman. Fucking Gotham and Gotham girl, we're going to help the that's city. That's that that guy. Guy didn't deserve to live. He's like a burn victim. That's now right. for the books. Fuck yes. Flash was awesome and it's about time. I really like the dialogue and all the interactions of Nightwing. That makes one of us. Hint, hint. Actually, the dialogue wasn't that bad. I've the been art very stiff really, times. The art was, oh, did you? Yes, I did. Is that why you liked it so much? That art, what did you give it? How many inches did you give that book? That's what I'm changing my doubts from now on. Seven and a half inches. And you know what? The five now is the fuck me score. The ten is the fuck me score, Eric. <laughs> the art wasn't really my style, but the story more than made up for it. And the comic book shop owner forgot to put detective in my pull list, so I have no clue how I feel about it. Maybe I should go digital like Jim keeps pushing for. Digital. Tell you go with your porn. 
That's right. So everybody goes, right? They're, here, that's who buys magazines and freaking DVDs anymore? Case in point, Eric. Yeah, people didn't want to jump on it right away. They liked those glossies. And that, <laughs> that was the best. After even after people were getting on the, they had those full out glossy one. And are you with me? You've had some of these from the porn shop, yeah. right? You lived above the porn shop. Sure did. Why is it that when you get the fancier the fucking glossy thing is, the worse it the porn is. That's right. I'm telling it's you, all like uh, it's oh, classy. I'm telling you, classy. There, there's sometimes you get that, and I think they they made these in 1922. Fucking Graham Alexander Graham Bell's there freaking doing things. Some of that shit is so awful, but yeah, it gets awful. And yeah, who wants classy porn? This is that classy porn. <laughs> I don't if remember. If where the broad doesn't die by the end, I'm not watching it. Seriously, or at least choked <laughs> out. I don't remember where I heard it, but someone had a theory that Gotham and Gotham Girl actually Ultraman and Superwoman from Earth Three. Any thoughts on that theory, boy? If that's the case, who the I fuck know said one, that? I know one person who's going to be fucking pissed, and that is you. Who the well, fuck said that? I've heard it on a couple podcasts. Have I you? mentioned that to you this week. Yeah, I told you this week that the one podcast was saying that. And I, no, I no, 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 no. Oh, were saying, no. They said it was the same told one. Me it was different, no, though, no. where it was some I, other no. character. They also Shazam. Remember, there were five people, and like everybody had their theory, one worse than the other. And yeah, one person said it was Shazam. I don't want to say girl, these theories because they might be right, and it's then we'll look right. like assholes. But yeah, somebody did say Ultraman, and it was because. No, I did say. Remember when I told you that they were mentioning because, oh, uh, Gotham Girl says that uh, she's using her ultra vision. Yeah. And then I said, yeah. No, no, no. You told me it was no, the Watchmen because they I had an ultra like version of the book. That that was the other. Uh, maybe I didn't mention, but somebody was saying about the ultra vision as well because – probably some other podcasts because of this. I'm like, wait, where's Ultraman here? Ultraman's dead as shit. Well, where's where's Superwoman? Superwoman is dead as shit too. Exactly. That's why I – if it is – and – was Batman involved against them? Yes. If these were them, do you think he'd recognize them? I think you would, especially I, since they don't have the same okay. color hair, you know, body yeah. shape, you know, all these different I, things. I think that he would recognize them, and they are, as as quote-unquote a wise man once told me, they're dead as shit. Dead as shit, Jim. And, okay, listen, listen, Frenny, don't, <laughs> don't yell at me, but if that might be, you may not have read that story. That story just ended. And yeah. went directly into Rebirth. That was the last big story before Rebirth, besides maybe the final days of Superman. Uh, if that's the case, I think the site's over. You will quit. <laughs> I'm going to give something I, a 10 out of 10. You'll never hear from us again. Lost Boys, the Marvel podcast will be getting <laughs> because, boy, if you're going to go that quick. And Jeff Johns, who is the uh, the clockwork god of Rebirth. Is the one who killed them and made them as a wise dead man. Dead as shit. Oh, dead as shit. And I, if he was bringing them, I don't think he'd allow it. I really don't. Uh, but we'll see. You, I think you're on to a theory where I think they are cloned heroes from a different time. Uh, but I think something with Psycho Pirate is going to like their, in, maybe their, their emotions are kept in check by something and that, because they do seem almost chipper. But not really emotional. They seem very golden agey, one-dimensional. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I do think at the end, though, when Sam Lane tells Amanda Waller that she is going to save Gotham, I do believe that that is them going after Gotham and Gotham Girl. That's I a good point. I think that there's something wrong with them, and that's what they're going to do. And I actually think that they aren't bad 
the bad guys, and I think Batman's going to save them. And yes, I may have read the solicit for October Air. <laughs> I may have. Uh, well, I so got to get back fucked up. Solicit. It's like, why aren't these like you know new fifty two books that are still going on? Oh yeah. Why aren't they ending? I was going to put that in the news about the solicits for October came out. They really came out under the radar. And I'm reading down. I'm looking at some things. There's uh, the Superman book. Uh, Superman and John go to Dinosaur Island. I was like, oh, that sounds like a bunch of nonsense. So I sent you that one first. That was the first one that I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Part uh, one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was the best two. Part one. Uh, so then I'm going down. I'm like, oh, Earth two number 17, huh? Send that to Eric. And oh, f- fucking Dr. Fate number 17. I think well, well, send it to you. I'm like, when do these things end? When do they end? Oh, uh, one thing that I did notice that was probably, I think, the biggest news of the solicits, possibly, I can't remember, um, the Flash book. They are going to have a one-shot story uh, in uh, in October, so you'll get a regular story, and then you're, there's a one-shot. It's pretty cool, though. I know you're already thinking that's ridiculous, right? You're thinking to yourself, why the fuck a one-shot? It's and I know you, you told me this week. You don't mind one-and-done stories. No. You hate one-shots, Eric. I've never said that. Them. Only an idiot would say that. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, they're having a thing with Wally meeting up with the uh, pre-Fleshpoint Wally. That sounds and, awesome. And it's the Wally West of two worlds, Eric. That's what That's cool. It. And it's them getting together to kind of, you know, touch base and stuff. Yeah, hash things I, out, whatever. It even has, like, the cover. Like, like the, the classic cover. cover? Yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. It's going to be cool. I, I'm really – and even the stuff I was reading of the solicits, the flesh stuff. It really looks good. I'm really excited. Uh, but yeah, he's got uh, Vermillionaire is going to get back to his family. So see you in seven, Vermillionaire. Next Vermillionaire. Tiron says, this week I found an article on Newsarama and it gave, got me thinking. I'm wondering what your perspective would be on this. You may have read it yourself, but as Eric Shea reading. reading. But it asks the question of why doesn't Marvel publish ongoing series anymore? I found that this may not apply to just Marvel, but perhaps DC as well as other companies. Was the new 52 just a 52-issue limited series across the board altogether, and it was just billed as an ongoing series? Or was that all nonsense? I, I, I No, absolutely not. That was supposed to be an ongoing series. It is an ongoing series. They rebooted. Well, there was no plans of this reboot until yeah, a couple months me. ago. If, if everything was selling. Soft reboot, I guess. You know, every, I if everything it. was going nuts and selling. We could have had 700 issues. Of that. Yeah. It's all sales. The, the problem is I don't blame the companies, and I don't even know if D-Run goes on to blame them. Uh, I blame people. They lose interest. They have to have the next big thing, yeah. and uh, that's the only thing that sells like this, and that's why we keep getting it. This is the same uh, argument as the people arguing each generation of video game systems of why do we get this? We're not even done with that one, and we're getting this. It, it all is hype and trying to sell more. That, it's all sales. Uh, granted, the way DC renumbered action detective comics came off as a what the fuck moment, and when we saw the sales, I thought that was a mistake. Did you see that when you did your thing? Yes. They, they fell a little. I think that really screwed it. Uh, but I'm still glad they did it. When I was a small kid, the three comics I read regularly, I could say that, were Green Lantern, Detective Comics, and Uncanny X-Men. I'm hoping that with the whole DC Rebirth initiative, that DC will keep this numbering indefinitely. From the looks of things, it does not look like I'm going to get my Uncanny X-Men back anytime soon. I wonder if Chris Claremont feels disrespected right now because of Marvel and Fox's antics in recent years. Just a thought. As always, know that I consider you guys the best damn DC Comics podcast news blog site out there because of your brutal honesty. Even though you're not writing every week. Now that I've been listening every week since episode one, and I do not plan on stopping anytime soon, even if it is an eight-hour podcast, I'll <laughs> tell you what I said. D-Ron is the uh, 
the founding member of Team Jim and Eric. That's right. He loves this boat. Respectfully, Demon. Uh, last mail is Brandon. And, and uh, I'm telling you, the, the thing about these, the, the numbering and stuff, I don't, I think those days are over. And I don't think that they'll stick with Detective and Action Comics. 20 years from now, we're not going to be at Action Comics and Detective 2052. I, I think that at points they're going to reboot that. They just want to get to a thousand right now. They want that seems to, to be the goal. Up. Yeah. They and, need that next big thing. The milestone, bitches. That'll be, yeah, that'll be something to celebrate. But yeah, later on that will be. And these reboots and whatnot are just always going to happen because it does. Look at the sales. Look, look at Rebirth Special was their best selling comic. You know what I mean? It, it sold 40 more happened. this, this past And then all month. of a sudden you get a Batman number one. 40,000. That sells. <laughs> Freaking two hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. And you can do this again in five years, and we'll hate it. The people reading them and buying them, we'll hate it. But then there'll be that next round of people jumping on, and all you guys yelling at me and Eric about this continuity stuff. You'll be yelling at them. So what do you think of that? Uh. Uh. Oh, snap! Oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where's my soundboard? Brandon says subtitles. Warning, this email Something. might make little to no sense and lack any semblance of punctuation. Okay. I really don't have much going on this week in my brain, but I think I figured something out. When Eric posts things to Facebook in order to generate more traffic for the site, he should change the tagline of his articles. I'm stating just flat out make them chick-baity. Click-baity. Chick-baity. Chick-baity. That sounds like my new website I have. It's going to be a site. I don't know if they have this. I'm going to set up where people can have their own cams, and I'll have like a big page where they can go to each individual page and see like each individual man or woman in a cam. That's never, that's never happened, right? Yeah. Never. Anybody. Anybody. But yeah, he says. Boy, did I get tricked the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you told me. He even changed the picture. Maybe you're like, oh, man, that's sexy. Oh, wait a minute. It's a girl. And then you turned it off, right? Yeah. That's what happened. So instead of using the normal article heading, you should just change it to Trump or Hillary say, and then just write some random nonsense. You probably won't have to make too much of it up, really. That'd be great. It'd be like uh, Frankie say on those old Frankie say. Uh, Frankie old, say? Yeah. And then they'll just have Hillary say. And Hillary I, I'm saying, though, it's weird. Though, Batman number one. I understand the clickbait aspect of it, but you really have to follow the Facebook page in order to see it. So if a bunch of people are there for the weird science DC comic stuff, start seeing all this follow stuff. It then. Maybe they drop follow it then. It. I, I think they would. This is pretty much the only garbage people share and talk about on Facebook anymore. They're not really looking for comic book stuff. I could tell. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> These posts will no doubt get a giant debate generated on the actual Facebook post itself. Full of fun nonsense. The bonus to all this is we get to read, laugh, and have fun antagonizing these people and maybe even get a few of them to accidentally click on the article, therefore direct them towards a site to find out they've been trolled by Batman. <laughs> that always get, that you, The best thing, though, about that is it, it always makes people happy to be yeah. tricked like that. I know he's joking, but uh, you're talking to two of the worst victims of clickbait you've God ever met, me and Eric. Me and Eric, uh, we have reviews to I, go. I've, Three I've reviews to two hours. Yeah. And, and we're there. I'm like, i got to get these up. It's Tuesday. It's freaking 1030. I've got to do three reviews. Wait a second. See, the uh, you didn't know these celebrities died? Oh, my like goodness. T- 10 o'clock Tuesday. The 10 worst freaking uh, super groups ever. Yeah. Yeah, you're there. And and even when we look up stuff, 
to try to like a little reference or whatever. Yeah, make a yeah, joke, whatever. I get involved. Yeah. See what these child stars look like today. Down a rabbit hole. I'm going to see. And, and the worst though is the one with the, you know, you, nobody knows these celebrities are dead. And, and it's a picture of freaking like Robert De Niro. <laughs> and I, I know he is not on this list. <laughs> Click. I'm there. Or it's like, you'll never know. You'll never guess who Hollywood hates the most. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can pretty much guess. It's what's her name from fucking Grey's Anatomy. Catherine Heigl? Yeah, Catherine Heigl. It's always her. It's always her and like Edward Norton is always on that list. And Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, all these people. Oh, oh yes, I know it all. All these clickbait. I am the worst. And you then you the see worst. like. I'm pretty bad though. I'm, I, I come in every day. Oh, I was on this one. And, and they, they're, they get worse and worse. It's like people think that well, you'll never guess what this guy ate for breakfast. And, oh, really? Oh, my God. That's fucking Brendan Fraser. I wonder what he ate for breakfast. Oh, he had Wheaties. Thanks. I'm glad I read that. On to the next one. I get so angry. And then I click again. It's always the picture that gets me, too. And so you'll never guess what this person said to Taylor Swift. Oh, I'm going to do more than guess. I'm going to fucking find <laughs> out. And then I get it. And it's actually a list of fucking, you know, uh, recipes. And uh, then yeah. the thing is, though, I click something to move on because you always have to click to start it. Yeah. And then the page is not loaded uh, all the way. They so don't I end up load. clicking something else. Yeah. that Not only that, but yeah, uh, we have a, a couple unofficial official rules on our site. One is that if we ever, ever like Jody's top five. You will never go to our site and have to click five times to no, see five fucking No, that's fucking nonsense. Things. And fucking Newsarama does it all the time. It drives me nuts. But that's what all those clickbait are, too. And it drives me insane. Fucking clicking away. Guess these are Britney Spears' hottest outfits on the VMAs. There I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out which Pants they off. are. Yes, they are. <laughs> like, kids go upstairs. Daddy has work to do. <laughs> You could even make a new segment out of this, call it something like shit Facebook says. I actually wanted to have a segment of the craziest search of the week. Oh, yeah, we, we talked get about some, that. We get some weird ones. We'll, at points, we'll have two people. The worst is when two people have actually come to the site to look up Batman face fucks the Joker. Yeah. We get shit like this all the time. Yeah, there's nothing weird going on right now. Yeah. No, that's why I didn't. There's This is occasionally that people will come and, and find some weird shit. I don't know what they think when they get here, too. Two, all right. Here's the weirdest one. Okay. Two people came to the site looking for content. Oh, content. Content. Okay. But two people. Yeah. It's, I'll have to say that that's pretty impressive that they look up content. Oh, you know what? Here's and, a weird one. And find one. anything of us. Okay. Damian Wayne, Comic Vine. Yeah. They get to us. It's probably you writing, fuck those people at Comic Vine. I I don't know why they'd end up. Then wait for the comments to come rolling in like Batman 44. And uh, really, if you're Brandon's joking, but really the people who hit the like, I would never comment on any of these sites that I go to. Though I do comment sometimes a little undercover when somebody gets something wrong in the DC universe. But hey, Eric, that's just something else. That's Other not here nor there. No, that isn't. I don't go to uh, see why C-Lab uh, canceled. Uh, or these See the fi- top five shows that were canceled before their time. And it's the most bullshit. Every time I go to these lists, half the time, it'll stress. Like you said, worst super groups ever. And you'll go there and they'll have Asia. Asia kicked ass, Eric. Yeah. There's nothing wrong Damn with Asia. Yankees. Double what? platinum, baby. That fucking, yeah, nonsense. Nonsense. 
Other than that, these women in my house are stressing me out this week. It's funny he says the women. The ones yeah. three. Three. No, Eric, I didn't hit them yet. Uh-huh. My kid won't go to sleep and is an extra extra needy mood lately. So getting through a TV show, a comic book, or, a, or shit like that, some sort of interruption has been a challenge. Baby moms, who is, as a teacher, has been off for a few weeks now. And boy, are my arms tired. I lost my thing. And boy, let me tell you, I am ready for her to go back to work. I hope she doesn't listen to this. She's driving me. Or she's driving me nuts. Two home all day with nothing to do. I say all this. I say all that to say this. If you hear of a missing person report that is filed out in Buffalo, New York in the next day or two, don't believe it. I have just simply run away and will return at some point. I thought he was burying the body. So did I. When I can wind up. But it doesn't matter anyway. Nobody cares about Buffalo. No, really. The minute that I see any news from Buffalo, I'm out. Yeah. Unless they came up with some fucking other kick-ass wings. That's what I'm saying. Unless it's a wing freaking it's, news article. It's a new wing sauce. I'm in. <laughs> The anchor wings have just come up with something, you know. I, I see Buffalo Sabres and I start fucking snoring. Buffalo Bills. Eh, that's a joke too, Brandon. Take that. I have just simply <laughs> run away and we'll return at some point when I can wind down. I may be at a bar just hiding in a drain pipe for some peace and quiet. I just don't want to be found for a few hours is all I'm asking. On to the books. Like I said, I, I, I had about five minutes myself this week, so I didn't get to read a whole lot just yet. But I'm developing a plan as we speak, which might allow me to drink enough tonight to pretend I'm sick tomorrow, lay in bed all day to catch up a little. That's the worst. If I did that, I'd have to do triple the work the next day because I was an asshole who drank the night before. Yeah. Just had to cough in. So what the hell happened? Oh, my God. I And I don't know where I put my drink. We had That's some connection issues. I thought you were gone for a second. Right now. Now I, I had and I cough really loud. Detective is still my favorite rebirth title so far. I'm loving the pace. Art. Cast of that book, although not a fan of Batman take, uh, taking such an ass whooping this week. It's so funny when I was reading that I was thinking that he was, you know, kind of pulling up lame so he could see what they got going on with that team. Right. And then if it all backfires, he's fucked. <laughs> so what I did was make, uh, make it better. It's just I imagine it was Clayface playing Batman. I'll kill you. Taking the beating and Bruce was the one auditioning for the acting role during this part. That would be pretty funny They're though. If they didn't have the Clayface part and it was that actually Clayface in disguise. No, I actually like what he's saying that and that whole time it was Bruce yeah. trying out for those parts just because he thinks he's a great actor. He's gonna act the shit out of that Eric. Flash, finally good issue. See. See, I don't care what you say. This what is the first about? one I've enjoyed thing. since. Yeah, that's why I know you didn't like it as much or you would have said something. Enjoyed since right before the reverse flash arc ended back in the late number 40s, I think. I still have a trouble with the art at times, but I can see that. Uh, see the light, Jim. I can see the light. <laughs> I said, that's all I've been able to read DCY's first order this month. Came in, so I still have to catch up on Soups, Wonder Woman, and Green Arrow. See why I need a sick day. Marvel, I'm going to go on a limb and say right now, Civil War II may be Marvel's version of Convergence. It's so funny. I was going to say something, but then he says, if you ask me, sorry, manship. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you talk on a manship. This book is five issues deep now, including the free comic book day and a, num- a number zero issue, and there are still no sides of supposed war where heroes fight each other. There's typical Bendis writing People standing around talking event. Bendis is Marvel's Brian Hitch. Only difference is he meets the deadlines. I don't All know. Right. People are loving this book. It looks like from the sales of the first issue. The sales oh. are that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the sales uh, say because I I really see a lot of people bad mouthing it. But yeah, I, they're buying it. So yeah. and if you don't, at least stores uh, are ordering it. If you don't like something, don't buy it. 
That's the only thing you can do to stop it, but people will buy all this stuff. It's like they say, you're mad at your Buffalo Bills because they've sucked for years, brand. Then you don't support them. Don't go to the game. Tell them. Show them. Show them that those, I, I don't even know half of the team. He says, get Swifty Brandon at Beamure 3660. Doug Flutie's still on that team for freaking Jim Kelly. Thurman Thomas, isn't he in the backfield? Thurman Thomas, Eric Bruce Smith. Who else? I don't know, Steve man. Steve Tasker. Man, Buffalo Bills. Steve Tasker. OJ Simpson, Eric. Was he a Bill? Fuck yeah, he was. I don't remember. God damn it. I don't know. I would guess that Brandon might tell me that Bruce Smith is the best Bill of all time. Uh, maybe Andre Reed, Eric, a local fella. He's from around here. He went to Kutztown. Um, but the problem is, it is OJ, and you just don't want to admit it because he's a murderer. But he's, Ooh. that's what I say. But yeah. What are you talking about? He was great in uh, Naked Gun. He was great in Naked Gun. Uh, we're going to move on to Brandon. Man, that funny could not be a murderer. Nope. Here's the the best. Uh, Brandon's now going to do his Marvel review of Civil War II, number three. (laughs) I wonder if he likes it or not. But yeah, we'll go with that, and then we're going to get on with the books. How are we doing, Weird Science? Uh, This is Brandon. I'm coming at you this week uh, with a new Marvel Minute. Uh, Issue chosen this week is Civil War II, uh, issue number three. Uh, we got writer on that issue, Brian Michael Bendis, artist uh, David Marquez, and our color artist is uh, Justin Posner. Uh, we, we kick off the issue again, uh, starting things off in a courtroom. Uh, we see prosecutor Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, uh, and he's questioning Carol Danvers, who's Captain Marvel, uh, kind of about uh, what has gone down. Uh, we don't really know what's gone down, so so while he's trying to get it out of here, we're sent on a flashback. Uh, to see what happened, uh, we see Tony and her um, approached Bruce Banner. So they kind of hunted down his whereabouts uh, from the ending of last issue. Uh, and they're asking him to come outside with them. Uh, and when he kind of does end up following uh, along with them, he runs into uh, the entire Marvel Universe outside waiting for him. So they're trying to get out of him. Uh, basically what he's working on and he's kind of shocked and in awe because he hasn't had a Hulk incident in over a year. Um, so, so he's wondering what the hell everyone's, uh, doing, doing, um, kind of busting his chops. So Beast, uh, kind of hacks into his server while they're harassing Bruce Banner and he finds out what he's up to. Uh, he lets everyone know that he's been testing some dead gamma cells on himself. Uh, to make sure he's kind of really cured of the Hulk. Uh, this kind of pisses everybody off, and then S.H.I.E.L.D. asks Banner to come along with him. Um, and then we're going to get into spoiler territory here. So if you don't want to know what kind of really the juxt- point of this issue is, uh, you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to stop right here. Um, basically, Banner gets pissed off. Everyone's kind of questioning him and, and what he's up to. He kind of starts shouting. And while he's getting upset, uh, we see an arrow kind of come from the distance and take him out. Uh, so Banner gets pissed, and then Banner gets dead. And we find out the person that uh, fired the arrow was Hawkeye. Uh, he comes forward as the guilty party and surrenders to pretty much, again, the entire Marvel Universe who was surrounding Bruce Banner there. Uh, so we cut back to our courtroom here, and, and now we end up with Hawkeye, who who approaches the witness stand, and he starts getting questioned. Um, They kind of want to know what 
they want to know what he knows, and he ends up telling uh, telling them that this is something that Banner asked him to do. Uh, so, we, so we get sent in another flashback where we find out that Hawkeye and Banner, they met a while back. Uh, Banner gave him essentially the tools to, to complete the job and said that he was chosen because he's he's kind of the only one that would do it and then be able to to live with it. Uh, so he he kind of agrees to do this for Banner. Uh, Banner kind of puts down the implication that if he ever hulks out to use this, um, and, and that's what he tells the court, uh, and they kind of find out that there's evidence that supports that this is a Banner invention and that Banner has asked him to do this. Uh, so we cut back to Carol Danvers um, and Tony, uh, kind of back in the in the flashback at the scene of the crime, and, and they're arguing with each other. Uh, Danvers kind of claims that this was the right thing to do, that they saved lives, and she thinks this is something called accountability. Um, Tony's kind of screaming and upset that they lost a founding member of the Avengers, uh, and you know, he's saying this isn't guarding, protecting, or avenging anybody. This is just murdering people uh, for doing nothing. So those are kind of where the lines are drawn between those two. Uh, but we don't know where anybody else uh, in the issue at all really stands. We we kind of get a hint. Maybe Nova and um, Spider-Man Miles Morales might be on Tony's side. But that's it as far as pretty much anybody else having a character moment uh, revealing whose side uh, they might be with. Uh, we wrap the issue up with our cliffhangers here, and uh, we see Tony kind of in his lab. Uh, we see Friday uh, kind of buzzing into Tony and telling him she has uh, calculated how Ulysses' powers work. Uh, and then she's, as she's about to tell him, uh, we're also kind of getting a second cliffhanger, uh, which is the verdict of um, the trial uh, Hawkeye's on. So we're wrapping up the issue here. Uh, you know how I do. I tell you guys to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. Uh, and this would be in the borrow or the forget it category. I'm not really enjoying the event. I will finish it because I've bought uh, four issues out of eight, so I might as well see it through. But uh, there's nothing really going on here. So so the, on the pro side of things, we got the art, which looks awesome. Marquez and Posner do a great job. Um, you know, on, on the con side of things, you know, I'm not a big fan of killing the Hulk. This is really the first time I've seen him since Secret Wars ended um, and, and he gets killed. Uh, I know he's also in the Totally Awesome Hulk, Hulk book at this point in time, so I'm not sure how that works. It must all take place before Secret or um, Civil War. Uh, the story is just moving extremely slow. Uh, we got just people standing around talking to each each other about ideal allergies and and really no fighting or any action has really occurred other than a quick random death. Um, Captain Captain Mar Marvel, who I don't really have much experience with, is just comes off as a cold-hearted bitch. Um, and I'm I'm just not a huge fan of of Bendis. I guess I've realized um, reading a bunch of of his Marvel books lately. It's they just all feel very much the same. Um, that's about all I've been able to read. I did also get to Vision 9. I thought Vision was awesome by Tom King. So if you are looking for something to buy, uh, that that would be my suggestion for you guys for this week. Um, that entire story, all, all nine issues is great. Um, but that's it for me. 
Uh, look for Marvel Monday reviews coming this week. I got about four or five going up, and I'm going to also try to get uh, Archer and Armstrong uh, new story arc started for you guys. I believe that's issue five done for uh, just for the hell of it Sundays. Uh, again, that's all for me. My name's Brandon. You guys got anything to say to me or suggestions about what to review? Uh, holler at me at Beamer3660. Until uh, next week, back to Jim and Erica. We're back to the meat and cheese. All right. Rick, Eric Shea, and I am tired. So am I. I'm fucking hot as balls, but let's get our grub on with that meat and cheese. That grub with the hot meat and cheese. I didn't know where you were going with that. I'm not a big fan of calling food grub. Grub. Just reminds me of grubs. (laughs) I don't like grubs. Let's eat some grubs. Let's grub on some grubs. You're eating maggots, Michael. Oh, no. Don't you like rice, Michael? Ten trillion Chinese can't be Five wrong. Five billion Chinese can't be wrong. Did he? That'd be great if he said they can't be Wong. Yeah, Wong, Eric. Boom, boom. Where is the soundboard? Where is the soundboard? <laughs> Where is it? It's too much of a pain in the ass. It's one of we were these. We're so excited. That, oh my god! It's I'm too tired. It was one of these things that I wanted so bad. I think I just wanted the idea of it, and all I wanted to do was play a couple crickets for you. You know, maybe a oh snap. Here, here we go. Here's one for you. I got, see, I got it. There's like eight steps to get to this goddamn thing. Here we go. How about this one? I don't even know what that was. That was, uh, here, how about this one? See? That's what you need a soundboard for, right? Why, why did you get a soundboard of Reggie? Uh, I don't know. Reggie just sent that to me. He's like, here, I want you to. That's his dinner conversation with his fucking wife. That, that was him ordering pizza. Wrong. What do you think of that? I remember one evening when things got completely out of control. Really, Ed. Oh, my God, Ed. He is great. Here's Johnny. Jesus Christ, Ed. See? You wanted it. Here we go. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I would have had that. Uh, let's go back and do all the other things. And then we'll have this, and then you... Can't you just have sex with me? See, I have them all. I'm I'm ready to go. All right. Let's go screw some sheep. There you go. We have it all. You do it quietly. No one knows about it. See? I'm not a pervert. Oh, my God. It's like a morning zoo now. I love it. How about this one? Are you feeling good? There you go. Kind of. It's kind of hot. Oh. (laughs) My feelings. Back to that one. Here, how about, uh, here we go. The, the, I have this news thing, uh, or the soundboard. I didn't even give you this. And one. that's the way the news goes. See, we could have ended the news. Oh, my goodness gracious. What am I doing? Oh, bitch. <laughs> it's all Good bad. job. Oh, yes. Ricky Ticky Tabby, bitch. I'm just the rest of the podcast. I'm just now. It's just this. Because I didn't have it. Hey, Eric, I just flew in from Cleveland, and boy, my arms are tired. <laughs> Thank you, people. Thank you.
<laughs> what the hell was that? That's so I don't know. crazy. It's like, uh, but I did have a lot to eat today. So, oh my goodness, Eric! I am so sorry. I'm so sorry, my friend. Oh goodness, what is going on? I, I had cheesesteaks today. Um, oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! Oh. See, that is what I want the podcast to sound like all the time. I just got to work it out. I got to work things out work to the make kinks it better. It, there are a lot of kinks. It's like, you know what we go? Oi, Vase, Mayor. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Just gonna, I'm not even going to talk anymore. Ask me a question. Uh, how are you today? I seem to have lost my credit card. Can you tell me the last place I used it? See? It, it works so well, right? <laughs> Why didn't you take so Does, long to... <laughs> Ask me something else. Uh, how tall are you? Go on, then. Do your work. Goddamn Bane. It's perfect, right? Here, ask me something else. I'm right on. I, I'm a, a wizard with this. Uh, say anything except for no if you love Hitler. Oh, for Pete's sake! Okay. Uh, wait, hey, say that again. What did you say? Do Nothing. I love Hitler? Yes. Oh! Yes! Yeah? Oh, God, yes. Yes! Yes! No, no, I'm not. Not anymore! <laughs> How about that one? Oh, my God. Give me one more question. Come on, before we start the books, what else do you want me to say? What, How often ask, do you anything. have sex? Okay. Just, wait, what, what did you just say? I didn't quite hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. And, um... How, well, how many when do, how many times do I have sex? Can't you just have sex with me? See, Eric? Beautiful women will pay me to have sex with them? It's great. See, I know it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Scott Grimes, I love when you do that voice when he cries. Yes, you do love that, right? I'm not having sex with guys. See? I am sex. What's wrong with that? But hey. Where did you hear that garbage? That's what everybody says. Weird science podcast. Really? I heard it on that podcast. There's this guy freaking with his fart sounds that he can't. Ah. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Do they have one that sounds like a faucet? Here. That's a good sound. They actually, I actually recorded those all this afternoon, Eric. Gross. All this afternoon. Yes, this is the meeting sheets of the podcast. And I had to tweet earlier this week. Well, first I'll say, we're going to spoil some shit. You spoil a lot of shit. Reviews, weirdsciencedccomics.com. But I did say earlier in this week, I went on Twitter and said, boy, for once ever, my personal books liked them all. I liked them all. Luckily, I hadn't read yours yet, Eric. I was very middle of the road. Uh, yeah. As an average, I'll say middle of the road. There's a couple that get me a little angry, including this first one. Which one is it, Eric? This is Nightwing Rebirth, number one, written by Tim Seeley, with art by Yannick Paquette, Nathan Fairbairn, and Carlos Emanuel. Dick Grayson says goodbye to his spy life in this issue while trying up, while tying up. I hate to say it. Why do you keep pushing that one? No, I haven't touched it. It's still going. <laughs> I stopped it. I had to stop it with the space bar. Oh, where were we? While well, tying up a few years. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Go on. While tying up a few loose ends from Robin Ward along the way, like getting the bomb out of Damien's head that the Court of the Owls placed in there, but after that's done, it's all about becoming Nightwing again to take on the Owls proper. Too bad that they're gone and become a worldwide organization now, Parliament of the Owls, led by Lincoln March, but for about five minutes until he gets killed by a usurper. That is true. Usurper, Get your ass Jim. to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Oh, Always get my ass to Mars. Everybody does. Um, I'm just going to start right now. I want to tell everybody who's going to get angry. I mean, yes, I have a lot of problems with the continuity of this book. It's not my problem, though, that I have going forward. Where I have a problem going forward is, unlike what you'll hear next, I believe, with Green Lantern, um, that continuity was kind of squeezed together. You got a little, you know, let's take that out. Let's make this a little more something else. But everything was explained where you I think that going into this book, if you didn't read the new 52 Green Lanterns, I'm talking, you would have a better experience. We thought it was nonsense. You'll like it more. Yeah. This one had problems with the continuity, but Tim Seeley did nothing, in my opinion, to get anybody to know what the fuck was going on in this book and to make them excited going forward. He t- tweaked and t- twerted or whatever you want to say with everything that he had uh, we had seen in Grayson and Batman and Robin Eternal and, and Robin War and and you came out the other end with with a bunch of gun- nonsense and it's not continuity that gets me as as mad and I'll just say right away one of the biggest things was the Somnus satellite which, in my happened. first note, I don't think I'll ever know how the song of Satellite well, works. Not only that, but it would have been nice to mention it. Yeah. They don't mention it. All Dick says in this is like, yeah, when I got my uh, identity back, and I'm not so sure that this is one of those things like with Hal saying, oh, I got the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. You got the gauntlet. We see it. You don't, you know, oh, Cronus gauntlet. You may be confused. I don't understand. But even just looking at it, you get the idea. Okay, this is a yeah. different substitution for the ring. Uh, you may not be. He in rocked this deal for a while. It, now he wants to get rid of this, it. He throws things out there as if they are such common <laughs> knowledge. And the problem is, Grayson was a book that most Nightwing fans, in my uh, experience, ditched. Yeah, they completely. said, "I this isn't Nightwing." Not on my watch. Um, the only reason why this book going forward is called Nightwing again is to get these people back because, yeah, not on my watch. These people, if it's not Nightwing, they don't want anything. It's, it's crazy uh, because I really enjoyed Grayson. But going into this and me reading it, I go in, I'm like, okay, that's wrong, that's wrong. But through the whole thing, all I kept thinking was, who's going to understand this? If and- you're throwing the continuity around because you think that nobody read it and you want to go forward – you have to explain things. Like I said, Jessica Cruz in the first Green Lanterns wasn't explained enough, mm-hmm. but that pales in comparison to this book. Well, we had a guy on the Facebook page comment this week about how he had no idea what was going on no, in this. I, I really do think that if you were just going to have this, if you did not read Grayson, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, all these things from uh, the New 52, even some Batman, whatever, uh, my suggestion for this Look at the last panel. Yeah, there he is. That's all you need. That is all that costume, you had going and then on. Go. Bam. And then go from there because everything else is not explained enough. It's thrown in. And now we will get into some of the things that we were. And I can't even say I'm angry anymore. I was like how you were with Green yeah. Lantern when you first read it. Uh, I read all of these books. It, this didn't seem like a slap in my face only because there was a lot of crazy shit going on. What's a slap in my face is that. They 
he doesn't even seem to care. He, this issue of to me, it's the biggest piece. I, I don't want to say piece of crap. I really didn't like that Justice League, uh, but I think this is worse. I really do, only because it just I get so I got so upset reading it, thinking people are going to read this and not go on with Nightwing, who, who is my favorite character. Yeah, and they're not going to go on, and then you're going to get these people who skipped out on Grayson, and they're going to read this and go, see. That's why I didn't look at Grayson. Look at all this nonsense. And it really, like, I, I would like to quiz somebody like, I always say Franny because she has said she hadn't read it. I'd like her to read this and me just ask, like, how exactly did he get his identity back, his secret identity? I don't think there's any way you can explain it. And then I'll that was say, the big thing that I knew going in because you were yeah. reviewing Grayson and we switched up here where you took the Red Hood book, I took the Nightwing book just to switch things up a bit. And I had such a problem jumping into this book because while like I read the Grayson issues, I wasn't really like, you know, looking yeah. into everything, wasn't reviewing it. And when I came here, I'm like, fuck, I don't remember exactly yeah, I knew this on the, the satellite. Thing, and but- like you're saying, uh, I think that this is even tricking people who are like that. Like you you read all of Batman and Robin Eternal with yeah. me for the podcast, so you know all that. You probably jumped on Grace and probably at like issue nine. Yeah, like the ha- I would say the halfway point or something. And, and that's about issue nine. I think there was 20 issues. So uh, what happened is uh, – and that was when we'd have the podcast and I'd explain it to you. Yeah. When you it, just like me, you weren't listening. You just listened. <laughs> it's gone. But even then, at the end of the podcast, you, you we're talking so many things. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about the next yeah. books I have. Uh, this – even with you reading Batman and Robin Eternal and re- reading and reviewing Robin War, I still think there's just shit thrown in here. And because of, like you said, you don't have a full out. I read all those issues. I read everything yeah. that we're talking about. So when something happened, I know, okay, no, that didn't happen. But because you, you're like, huh, maybe they did explain it yeah. when I wasn't reading it. And I think a lot of people may be on that, maybe have read Batman and Robin Eternal and that kind of gives you, but, it's very odd. It starts off with Dick and um, Damien. And I, I don't know. It, it well, doesn't start, right? I'm, I'm, that's the cr- yeah. It starts out with the, him fighting the oh, Mad Men, but there's I'm, a just I'm, stupid yeah, thing. It's nonsense. All that is is to set up the whole thing that with the Nightwing name. And I did like that. I do always like that. We got that in the Grayson Annual when he hung yeah, out with Superman. You, you got the tone set right there for where yes. we're heading in the future. Yeah. But the rest of the yeah. book, you d- you don't yeah. need. And you even have that. It's like, hey, Superman, I, I call myself Nightwing off the, the legendary hero of his home planet. The great rebuilder, the catalyst for time. change. Says that. And then he starts going. I lost I lost my name, Nightwing, when I went undercover in the spy organization Spiral. I can't take it back, not yet. I have to do something first. And right away, I think somebody's like, Spiral? Oh, what's that? Yeah. And it just, it, and you really don't need that. I, I really do think that if you were going to do it this way, Tim Seeley should have just, boom, done. It starts off with a, God damn it, I'm glad to have my fucking, you know, identity back. And even go with the whole thing that they did with that last Grayson annual that was forced. Kind of go, I wonder who knows who I am. Yeah. And then go from there and maybe go visit we have Batman, no whatever. on who actually no, knows you don't, the name Dick nothing, Grayson. And even then, if I said to somebody who hasn't re- read the book, I haven't read all the New 52, I mean, th- that is something that is very confusing to us. They won't even know what the fuck we're talking about. No. If I say, oh, it's the sum of the satellite, and Helen Bertinelli, at the last second, she changed the program so that when AutoNets uh, uh, set it off to infect the world, it, ac- it, it actually gave 
Dick made everybody in the world forget who Dick Grayson is, except for the people that Helena programmed in. Who you have no idea of. They would look at me like I'm fucking talking gibberish. They're probably looking at me right now. What are you talking? Gibberish. But yeah, then we move on. There's uh, Dick and... And the craziest and, thing about this book is that arcades are still re- relevant in yeah, uh, Tim Minds. And, uh, it's a secret headquarters arcade. But yeah, uh, it's a nice moment because we have known that Damien is a video game fan. Yes. I don't know that he's an arcade fan per se, but that's kind of cool. And well, I, it's what nice I like about Dick it... It's Dick and Damien together well, again because of I, like, yes. the relationship they had. Well, and I like it because of that especially, but also because it's almost like one of those things where Dick thinks that he's like being like almost like he's like, hey, I got to go to this arcade with Damien because, you know, I, I got to have him. That. He's the one who wants to be there. Damien. <laughs> like, uh, and But I like that. And I like that it's and you also get that competition that they have that they always did have where it's like Damien always it's always Dick that he wants to beat. All the time yep. because that yeah he always wants no no I just realized because I lo- I'm looking at the panel the game they're playing is Cheese Viking from a Man Ship's Comet yeah 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 oh yeah yeah there's oh I knew that it's the, his comment still didn't make sense they were playing Apocalypse Nah at one point too yeah the next game they play is Cheese Viking yeah Cheese Viking I I, I saw that then didn't I even realize comment it's still his comment still doesn't make sense <laughs> that's supposed to be Damien's best game and they're gonna play it and I even like the fact that. Uh, Dick is trying to put in D-I-C-K. It only takes initials. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, and I like that. I, it, it's funny. Um, but then, and really, you're getting this talk. It's okay, but it's supposed to be something that is supposed to fill you in. It's one of those, like, if we were in the book, me and you, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, when we were talking about this, I thought about that. It's that sort of thing trying to fill you in. What does it tell you? It, he's like, oh... Oh, you have women problems? No, that's Helena Bertinelli, the woman from Spiral. Uh, you know, we don't really have problems. I don't know. She, you know, everything changed after Dr. Daedalus messed around with our heads. What are people thinking? <laughs> this is so nondescript of everything that is being said. And, and even when so- I read the Daedalus parts, like, I didn't even know the character that well. Yeah. Just Daedalus. Because Dr. also Daedalus. because it's auto nets as well. They went yeah. with these crazy. But yeah, and you get Spiral mentioned again. But and then yeah, this whole thing. Helena's reason for being part of Spiral and being a teacher at Saint Hadrian's, the person she'd been with the past three years. People, well, Saint Hadrian's? What's that? If you're not reading that book, again, it, it, this is the the worst of both worlds because he throws the continuity all over the place, but yet doesn't use it to get a good entry point for new readers. And that's why they did the whole Hal Jordan thing. You couldn't explain fucking 18 books. So they kind of combine things, you know, hopefully people won't get so mad, but at least at the end of the day, at the end of the day, young Eric Shea, you even said it tonight. Okay. You're giving me a continuity now. Stick with it. Your mother and I'm in and all these new people like a friend are like, I like it. There's my Hal. I know who Parallax is. Oh, my God, there's Sinestro. He might be old, but, boy, something must have happened. And as long as you explain it, but, boy, this is this is nonsense. Then you you go off to St. Adrian's School for Girls, and now now we're going to throw in Grayson jokes again for people who weren't there. This because the whole running gag, the whole running gag with these girls is first. Number one, they don't know him as Dick Grayson. You don't even know that here. 
No. You think that there's Dick going. They know who he is. Oh, thanks, sir. And people are going to be thrown off. Like, why do they know him? Or they might not even care. No. But they don't know who these girls are. They have no idea of all the shit that he's gone through with these girls. And in the meantime, was kind of set up to be their gay fucking instructor. Their gay gym teacher, they pretty much spelled it out, that they like to look at his ass. And that's why we'll miss Jim and Juan more like. Who knows what the fuck they're saying if they weren't reading that? Jim and Juan are his ass cheeks. Uh, they don't say it. Uh, no. Gonna, somebody is going to be reading this. Some poor guy like you is going to read Jim and uh, Juan and start I looking on the Juan. internet and start looking up who Jim and Juan are. <laughs> You know, I'm saying like all these times when you like the next page, it'll say it then, but you'll research. But you're there. They're there. Hey, sorry there. I got to go. Hey, you head back to class. I'll send Helena on on your way. Oh, thanks, sir. Way to go. We'll miss the tumbling instruction. Yeah, we'll miss Jim and Juan more like who. (sighs) My God, this is supposed to be helping people. I know the joke and it's still it's an old joke. It's overplayed. Uh, but then he goes to talk to Helena. And now you go in with Helena, uh, Dick talking to Helena. She's dressed up as Huntress, which looked awesome. It I, did look awesome. And the thing is, it was my favorite panel of the book. Or like, you know, it's even a page. But yeah, yeah. I looked at it again here right before we got started. I'm like, looks like she's got a package. Is Helena possibly a tranny? And she's kind of the, the one thing I want to know is she is, uh, is, isn't that kind of her superhero persona? What, Huntress? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So why why would she be walking out her fucking office dressed as Huntress? <laughs> She's, She's waiting there. for the sun to go She's down. She's there where she works. <laughs> She's gonna open up the door. They're gonna like, oh my god, everybody's gonna know. Like the Somnus satellite got Dick. His she better fucking reprogram that because everybody's gonna know She's now. Gonna go out and, the window. But Eric, not only that, but if people don't know, she is at a place that is the headquarters for Spiral, who is trying to find out the information of fucking heroes. And she's well, dressed as fuck. You don't I think know that, if she's that's take, bugged? I want to know if she's going to take down all the shit that she has taped up to the walls about her like crime family. She, and on the computer? I mean, they really want to push what she's going off yeah. to do. Again, though, you have – when Helena first recruited me in the spiral, somebody has to be strangling themselves. What the fuck is this spiral? Uh, yeah, people can look up stuff. I don't even know you look up stuff and it's like, it's a Grant Morrison organization. What? It doesn't even say – like at the beginning, you could have even had one panel like, hey, uh, nobody really knows me as a spy – but Batman wanted me to go undercover after what happened in Forever Evil. And since everybody thought I was dead, I figured that was my only chance to go. And I always listen to Batman. So, boy, did I have some adventures. Uh, you could have had that. At least have that. Does anybody who wasn't reading know that Batman sent him there because he had found out that Spiral knew the superheroes' identities? And he went into supposedly, because they got off track a little, but supposedly go into that and he was contacting Batman. Unfortunately, Batman died, and he had no idea what to do. There's the backstory. Do you get that anywhere here? Not at all. And if you didn't, because you were moving forward and saying, screw it, this Grayson thing, people liked it, Tom King was a fucking hit, but we don't want to deal with this because everybody was pissed, then don't have the whole fucking issue involved with Spiral. The whole issue was about Spiral. Almost. And then it spirals out of control with the continuity where we ended the series. And they don't want to talk about it. They don't even want to tell you things. Because, yeah, he's, you know, talking again. He's, it's in the now. They're showing every time they talk, uh, 
Damien pretty much brings something up, like, oh, yeah, when did you see that Helen the last time? Eh, it was a while. And then you see the flashback where he, where he sees her somehow dressed as Huntress in her well, That's the best part, too, because the, the present day of our story is Damien and Dick hanging out. Yes, and sir. everything else we see is, uh, like, a few days before leading up to what we're doing now. And it really yeah. seems, in my mind, like, Dick is having one last day with Damien, a good day, because he's not sure that this freaking thing he's getting from Midnight is going to work. Yeah. Uh, in the In the meantime... You could have had just a simple thing. And yes, some people would have been mad. I might have even been saying, listen, this is all rehash, whatever. By now, I might have un- uh, understood it. It could have been Dick and Damien just walking around town, walking around Gotham like they are. And Damien just asking them, eh, hey, what were you, what were you up to? Because they really haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. So, hey, uh, hey, Dick, what you do? What you do at camp? Yeah. <laughs> what you do at summer camp? Oh, yeah, listen to this. And just show some of the things that happened, show some stuff that we didn't see in Grayson but did happen, and just go from there. Uh, and then you can explain everybody because it seems like Tim Seeley wants to catch you up on what Spiral is and all this because I guess they're going to show up. I would assume they will show up because he's certainly not giving you a recap to let you know anything. Because I then think they would go- show up because we got Tiger here. Well, I know. I'm saying that's why I think that they're changing the continuity because the people are jumping on. Tiger ended up uh, pretty much against Spiral as a Leading member of Checkmate, Checkmate the yeah. whole time, was a double agent. And Dick and him had a they live fight throughout the fucking world while uh, Dick was trying to go and save Helena from the hey, – this Dr. makes no sense. Dr. Dedalus had taken her body as a vessel and was using it, and he had to free her. Um, but, yeah, at the last time we saw – Damn, Grace yeah, was I know. convoluted. Yeah, the last time we saw Tiger, again, then I understand why you're going to change some things, but he makes it worse here. It in does. My opinion. And, uh, because then you want to know what happened because this doesn't explain it. And then you have this shit thrown on. Um, but the last we saw of Tiger, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was under an avalanche. <laughs> Dick and them were fighting. Him and Dick were fighting on fucking snowmobiles. And then Dick made him <laughs> crash and an avalanche went on him. And then he's like, yeah, I'll probably see you again later. <laughs> you went and it was over. And then in the epilogue, we saw out of nowhere Tiger shoot his love of his life for no reason. Yep. But yeah, this won't mean anything to anybody. But again, this is what gets me angry about this, though, because what we get here uh, gives you nothing as well. Because then they flash back, and there is Dick Grayson fighting with Spiral. And if you told me that, oh, this is a year ago with Spiral, no, it's not. It's two days ago. And they even spell out, I don't even know why you're here. You're not even in Spiral anymore. When he left Spiral, was basically him telling them to go fuck themselves, and he left. This wasn't not like, only a, that, hey, was I'm like going to leave him. He was What's like that? a public enemy to Spiral. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was an enemy to Spiral, and so was Tiger. Yeah. And, and now they're fighting with it, and it's almost like, this is like getting fired from a job. And like, like in a Jerry Maguire. It pissed me so much in this fucking Tom Cruise quits after yelling and screaming. They let him collect everything. They let him make a speech. He's going to recruit Renee Zellweger. Uh, what is going on? These places when you get fired, you get told to fucking leave. He is an enemy to spiral, but he in a couple days. Hey, you know what? Tiger's out again. I don't know why. Here's Tiger, and he's doing this and that. And then you get into the way where, again, because they don't spell out the sum the satellite, maybe they get away with some things. But I don't think Tiger should know no. that he's Grayson. He could know that he's Agent 37. He wouldn't know his thing. He calls him Grayson. 
He calls him Grayson here, and it's just one line, but it doesn't make sense to me. He shouldn't know. This would not be somebody that Helena would have hooked him up. Uh, I know that they are friends. Or even Keshi. Yeah, well, Keshi. And then Keshi shows up. Keshi makes no sense. At one point, she was part of Checkmate, so she's with Tiger. But she was fighting Tiger and Dick Grayson trying to kill Helena Bertinelli. And And now she is part. And, yeah, with the syndicate with Grifter. And and, uh, freaking Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, and who's uh, what's his name? Maxwell Lord. Yeah, they were all there with Checkmate, and now no King Faraday. She's there. Uh, yeah, yeah, King Faraday. Uh, but there, there she is now fighting. But again, you can say, "Oh, Jim, the continuity." But who knows who she is? No, I have no all idea. Of a okay. I didn't even there. remember oh. until you brought like reminded yeah. me. Like, oh, Keshi, and is this supposed to be? If you do remember, it doesn't make sense. If you don't know who she is, you have no idea what's going on. But yeah, they're fighting together. Uh, do you see the guy? Do you see the panel where they're all fighting and Dick's kicking a guy? Or do you have the book open? Yeah. Keshi's punching a guy. What is the guy doing in the back? He looks like you know when you snap quarters. Yes. You see this guy? It looks like he's snapping quarters. <laughs> it's on my nerves. But yeah, and then there's the uh, dialogue. The only reason I think Tiger is here because Tim Seeley. I, I hate to say it, but he loved to jump on that Tom King magic of the fun. Thirty-seven. It's always it was the third and the Tony the Tiger. Yeah, and it, there you get it. You get the thing, and and they're fighting, and he's like, "Hey!" At the end of this, he's like, "Hey, I'll see you, Tony." And then uh, Tiger's like, "I told you not to call me that." That jo- who that joke doesn't play well here. <laughs> people by this point, I don't even know that people even will get new people will get the if that guy's name's Tiger. Yeah. So, and and because you don't have a background of this joke. You think that his name's Tony. And then he says, don't call me that. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. Plus, if you eat that awful cereal, you're going to be pissed. Because that's one of the worst cereals ever. It's delicious. Then he goes to Wayne Manor. And it's okay then. This issue, well, it's not. Well, it's still confusing. But I don't mind any part with uh, Dick and Damien. I don't I, like I, the way Damien was drawn. Near to why. That's the um, thing. But he's there, he has this thing, and he pulls this thing out. I thought he was vaping, Eric. It looks <laughs> like a vape. Uh, but yeah, um, he, he, then he's like, hey, what about, Damien, what about the tall man in black? Really? Tall man in black. Oh, you guys were flirty and they're your pen pals. And I'm thinking, number one, how, how do you know that, Damien? Where'd you get this? Maybe from and, the, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal? Damien was barely in that part, so it's there, and and and, Batman, and Midnighter was more in the uh, in the thing, but maybe there was behind, you know, and right, who knows behind books. panels, yeah. I don't know, but even then, why doesn't he know his name? Damien was there. Damien's a smart kid. He, he, there's no man. Tall man in black. He knows who Midnighter is. <laughs> there with him, but yeah, it's like oh, Mid- and after that documentary, everybody knows who Midnighter is. Yeah, really, that documentary that everybody was fucking yelling for, right there. Nobody knows who we're talking. About. No. Yeah. He, he has this thing, and then they show it, and it's Midnighter and Grayson fighting. And, again, you're confused because you don't know if Midnighter should know him. Uh, you have to jump to conclusions. It's a fun fight. It seems like anybody who you want, to, like Grayson to know, knows yeah. him. But here's the thing going into this. Um, because they really don't spell that out, I think that just any villain or hero will know him. I don't think. That's what it seems like. It just seems that way. Like he has his identity back. Now he can go back to being Nightwing for some. I don't understand. Yeah. And uh, from here on out, whoever wouldn't know him won't. And whoever does. And they don't. It works. Yeah. They don't really spell it out enough. And even then, 
like they he's not stressing the hypnos here he's not doing this but in midnighter midnighter has this god tech they're fighting this is how they got that device uh that will save damien but the problem is is that at the end midnighter pretty much told the god garden to go fuck themselves and the garden gardener and said he was out in his own he knew what was right now we're back to the god garden and, and the gardener's all about helping yep all about helping now uh, in the in the opposite way Somebody going into this, I don't know that they would know what the God Garden is. They just show a picture. They never spell it out. They say what it is. But, yeah, welcome back to the God Garden. Yeah. And then Dick's throwing up. You don't even get the idea. To me, you barely even get the idea that they doored in. You see it there. But if you don't know what that is, I think you're just confused. I think this whole issue is very confusing to people. (sighs) Who are these people? I'm telling you, the funniest funniest part of this book, then, is we get back to the present – and we have that device that Midnighter gave Dick, and he sticks it up Damien's nose, yeah. which draws out the bomb that the Court of the Owls put in there at the end of yeah. Robin War. Robin War, and that is there. That's true. That's not that continuity isn't off. But if you weren't reading that, I really think you're like, what the fuck is he doing? And it's funny uh, as hell to me though, because all this time nobody told Damien he had a bomb. Yeah, nobody in his told face. Him. even Batman knew. Yeah. Uh, and weird, really, when Batman first showed up, I thought, like, oh, my God, like, he doesn't know. It seemed like he was yeah, pissed off. Yeah, I thought off. Batman what are you was doing? real pissed. Like, I thought this was going to be where the shit hits the fan that uh, Batman keeping starts, secrets. That, and keeping secrets and making it dangerous for Damien. But, in fact, Batman's real nice here. Yeah. This is a very nice Batman, uh, which I don't mind. It goes well with all the rest. I don't understand what this thing is that they got from a unicorn fucking crazy-ass genetically modified <laughs> fucking bear or whatever that was no and i think that I, was just them taking that thing out and then going to the god garden and getting this device yeah they're there i'm looking it's like uh tell the killicorn the killicorn yeah. jesus christ it's called uh it's pleased with you thanks for your info okay that uh, i think that's what happened is they he gave them a he gave them a solid he yeah. helped them out and they gave it to him why in god's name does this match up to the dna of damien because they know. say it, it makes no sense to me. Why is balloon. this? Yeah, why is this balloon uh, simulating Damien's DNA so that the court of the owls still think that it's in his head? It, it makes know, no man. sense. I don't know either. And there, so you know, you just said it. Damien had this bomb in his head because the court of the owls needed something to hang over Dick Grayson. To make him become an owl, like well, he was even, supposed to. It's even to. weird because they even say the Parliament of the Owls, which uh, I can, they said that before. It was the Parliament yeah, of the Owls, but that it was going to be bigger. Yeah, but if that was in Gotham, and when we get to the Parliament later on, they're like, "Oh, the Court of the Owls are hiding in Gotham." Like, yeah. you should all—it's a worldwide organization. The Court of the Owls should now just be the Parliament, and it, yeah. it's just weird. I mean, like, I you know, know they're, Gotham they're is uncreed. just the court. I don't yeah. know. They're, and they're on creep. But what I'm saying, uh, I'm not saying what I'm. Asking you, if you didn't read oh my God, uh, any it, of these it, and you see this bomb, it's being pulled out. Do you get any of what I said, really, that they are holding this over him because of Damien? Damien no. has this bomb because the Court of the Owls had this thing. And even when he's like at the end, when he says with Nightwing, the name, that was a big thing for the Court of the Owls. They kind of, they hint at it. Tim Seeley does a lot of hinting, a lot of, I, I think you know this. This is like such the opposite of Green Lantern that I don't understand who this is for. Is this for me, 
who was a huge Grayson fan. And if it is, why are you fucking with the continuity then? Yeah. If you don't care about people jumping in, because I don't think he does uh, the way he wrote this, uh, that I, and what tone are you getting? Well, this is our idea, but the tone, we thought these rebirths were the tone setters. Green Lantern ends and you're all excited and you get your deal. This, I just, I don't know. It's all for that last. I, honestly, thing. I'm telling you, I'm going with like him saying his name is Nightwing, which was the great rebuilder and the catalyst and that's for the change. Last, and that's the last thing. Uh, but what happens then? You have Lincoln March, who, <laughs> if you're not reading the new 52 again, I, I just, I, I feel bad for the people who love Nightwing and never got involved in any of this and want to jump in and see what's going on. Uh, because they get a lot of half truths and, and not whispers down the fucking alley because Lincoln March is there. We hate him. Me and you hate him because he keeps popping up. He's none like of his non-clayface, clayface. None of his story is ever going to be resolved, and it never is. Every time he shows up, because we always leave him, so like you know, like I'm your brother, Bruce, Martha, and Thomas Wayne were <laughs> my parents, and never resolve that. And, and he Batman, keeps, Batman Eternal. Eternal. Yeah, he just keeps showing up for small parts yeah, and then it. gone. So and then at the it, end of Robin yeah. War. Yeah, and I, I thought maybe this is Tim Seeley's like okay. Uh, enough of this nonsense. We're getting rid of him. But then it, it makes it even more confusing to somebody jumping in because he's there yelling all this fucking nonsense. But, uh, you know, and we hate him. So we're like, oh, here we go again. And then he gets shot in the eye. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, I'm not even positive because he's, he's talking to the parliament of the house, talking about how the court of the house are over there in Gotham. And they're like hiding. What we're going to do is we're going to like stay in the shadows and put up walls. I'm like, that sounds an awful lot like hiding to me as well. Yeah, I know. I it don't was even weird. Know what you're doing? You really, Lincoln. you really did think that at one point they were smashing their masks because they were like, "Fuck these masks! They're gonna know who the fuck." Exactly. We are. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I might be the president of a company, but I am an owl. Yeah. Boom! And we're so powerful that we have gone. These people, this hiding in the shower, shadows business, of even to the point where Batman didn't even know who we were, which threw everybody off. Because this, oh, this organization was always there. It was always a myth. Oh, a little child's fucking rhyme. Nursery rhyme, but we, yeah. but we hit around. That's done. You know, and that would be something I think Lincoln March would be saying. Like, listen, this is enough. We're powerful. Why are we hiding? Exactly. And then them getting upset. Somebody coming out and like, no, no, no. This isn't how we work. You're changing things. But no, they kind of just yell at him because he's fucking a blowhard. They just put on and black everything mask, is his though. way. Yeah, they put on, but yeah, we, we're enough. We're not going to hide. Let's put a let's smash your white masks. We're gonna put on a black one. I, I <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, what are they? The, the fucking false face society now? Seriously. But and yeah, then somebody it, just shoots fucking Lincoln in the eye with a dart. Yeah, it'd be so funny. Like we're no longer owls. We're eagles. They just change, and it's the same <laughs> mask. You can't even tell the difference. But yeah, shoots him in the eye. He's fucking foaming out the mouth. He looks dead. But again, this is the thing about these guys, which again, nobody will know jumping in. Uh, they can come back very easily a lot of times because uh, he even spells out. That's why I think he says about being a Talon and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they, you know, and really uh, for all of this, they're big guys to fight are the talents. You just have to get them colder. Yeah. And that solves the problem. Get a Mr. Freeze gun, you're solid. Yep. You got a full solid. But, uh, we go from there. Lincoln March appears to be dead. Go back to the Batcave, and then that's where you get Dick. And he's like, you know what? I could be any name now. I could be anything I want. I can go anywhere. And he does spell out. I like the spelling out to him, uh, to Batman, of uh, you know what? I'm not just a guy in Gotham. I- I'm a little more. I'm a little more worldly now. And that's I, right. he doesn't even spell out 
like almost like, hey, I, it's like a guy who, you know, goes into the army and then comes home to fucking Quakertown and Quakertown's not holding him back in. <laughs> you know, I'm not sitting in this thing. I was in fucking Dubai, Eric. And, uh, yeah, he seems like he wants to get shit done, but also he's going to go fight the owls. And they're not just hanging out in Gotham anymore. And that's kind of, I think, a hint about that as well. Like, it's more global, but it, you, do you get that? It no, not really. Again. Yeah, I just, he I just don't even know what the owls are really going to do. Well, especially under new leadership. They're in Greece now. Yeah. Not Gotham. So they're off and about in their own fucking island. They're on Crete. That's the, where the Minotaur. And we end with Night with him and dresses Nightwing, but and then yep. here I am left. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's cool to have a Nightwing back. I really like that black and red suit that Capullo yeah, I, introduced in the New 52. I, I, like, I like this. And he says, I'm, you know, I'm going to help my friends. I'm going to help anyone who needs me. And even, I, I actually like the way Tim Seeley spells it out because it was something that I said all the time in Grace. And he really even spells out, you know what? My superpower is being a good guy. That's right. And you know what? I, I care about people. I'm not going to make any concessions to that. I want to keep doing that. I'm not a bad guy. I'm going to help everyone. I'm going to do the right thing. And he even says, you know, kind of like gives Batman some props. Uh, you know, this is what I was. You you made me do this and, and you taught me well. You know, like that sort of thing. You get the idea. And there you go. The last panel of Nightwing. Skip everything from the first to the last. <laughs> and all you have to do is know, hey, he's going forward Nightwing because nothing else is explained or, or dealt with, really. And what is, is wrong. So I, I was angry. So I, I was. I wasn't going in because I, honestly, going into this issue, I did not have a great memory of everything that went down in Grayson. I did have like Robin War and uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, but like really, it's like all right, I don't know the rules going into this book. We're setting some shit up. We're saying goodbye to Spiral, and all I cared about was getting to that Nightwing. And you know, really, it seemed the whole issue was tying up that goddamn bomb in Damien's head, and that's it. I I think it was tying that bomb in his head, and then for some reason. Establishing that that Midnighter's still out there, yeah. and getting them all out Tiger? of spiral. But we already did that, and yeah. people didn't need to see that. No. We already saw it. And we I didn't even remember that Tiger times. bit when we went in. I'm like, eh, I guess it's okay. The Tiger's here, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But now I gave it a seven out of ten because I was just really interested in leaving this what we had behind and going forward. Mm. <sighs> maybe I just maybe I was a little too overzealous with that score. Yeah, I. I... I didn't mind just as a standard issue of pretending I didn't even know any of the stuff that was wrong because really the stuff that was wrong in here didn't bother me that much. It was annoying. It was kind of just like a I just chuckled like oh yeah. uh, they have Tiger here and Keshi Keshi of anybody. But, re- the and, but even that it just I like the stuff with Damien. Yeah. I like some of the the stuff with Batman. Um, but the other stuff it just. I could only keep thinking to myself, what would somebody who ditched Grayson because they like Nightwing and then they come back to this and you went from Dick was in. I'll even think that these people who actually were reading Nightwing in the new 52, he left Chicago. He supposedly died in Forever Evil and his identity was was exposed. And now you get this and, and you're wondering what happened. Yeah. What happened all these this year? It was almost two years. What happened? Because I don't know what the fuck's going on. It makes no sense. But, but no, I, I was, wasn't a fan of the art at times. There were some really cool looking pages. But for the most part, I did like when Dick was Grayson, like doing his spy stuff, I thought it looked fine. But yeah. other times I, I didn't care for it. And I thought a lot of the dialogue was stiff as hell. Yeah, it was pretty stiff. I, I didn't like the way he drew uh, Damien. 
I thought he looked that chunky, he, right? He looked chunky at one point, then he looked older in the other. He's 13. Yeah. And at points, he looks 16. And then even the one point Dick looked older, like they, he advanced both their ages, but it really changed throughout. At one point, he looked real chunky. And then the net, then all of a sudden, he looked almost like, like buff. <laughs> Just weird. Then he looked like fucking Fred Flintstone. I, yeah. He changed a lot, and that threw me off. But I, I like the art in general. Uh, but yeah, I give it. I give it a five, Eric. Yeah, I and it just because it just was nonsense. To, it was a non-issue to me to get anybody on board with this book. I, I haven't seen many people claiming that they're now convinced that Grayson's going to be a great book. I think most people reading this probably left with pretty much no feeling whatsoever, really, in their mind, thinking, oh, well, I'll see what's going on. But, boy, this is not winning me over at all. Uh, so you, you're you going to stick with your seven? I'm going to stick with it around just because, I don't know. I uh, Some I people liked know. it. I just wanted to check. I was I wanted to check uh, the scores. Eric, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, ten out of tens. Yeah, I don't understand that. Are you the like, worst? At, you might be the no, worst. No, I can't be seven. the worst. Yeah, no, it goes down to four. Okay, thank There's God. a lot of seven. You're you're kind of at the bottom end though, but yeah, uh, I don't know. A lot of people are saying that they're they're mad because it ended up res- spending time resolving plot points from Grayson and Batman and Robin. Instead of moving forward, yeah. I I actually don't think many people even mention the Robin War at all. That's the biggest point of this issue. But this is where I have the issue where when people, and I'm not tooting our own fucking horn, but when people go to review an issue, sometimes they're better off not having read all the shit that we read, but reviewed all of it. And the worst part is, if anybody who was listening to this didn't listen to our podcast back during the New 52 or whatever, Grayson's my favorite book. That is my favorite New 52 book. So going into this, I'm not angry that it ended. It had at a point I even told you it has to end. Yeah. It can't just keep going. The stories can't keep going. But we're going in with one of the two main writers of a book that I definitely will say to you is my favorite New 52 book. Uh, so I'm not negative about it. I gave tens to some of those issues. That fucking Grayson 16. You go read that. It's my favorite issue. Time. That is my favorite issue of the whole New 52. I loved it. Um, and that's, this is why Tom King's on Batman now, in my opinion. All these things were great. And now you go to this and it, it almost is a slap in my face because of all the people who told me I was a moron for liking Grayson. Now this is what they're going to get as a, oh, this was Grayson. Yeah, this is nonsense and all that. <laughs> it makes you look bad. It makes me look bad and makes me upset, but yeah, I, I'd like to hear from the people like, uh, you know, Brandon, he read all of Grace and he liked it and he read all of Batman and Robin Eternal and he hated it. And I'd like to see what he thought, but, uh, we're going to move on now with the book that I mentioned a hundred times, uh, Green Lantern. But what I always, that's another thing. How Jordan, the Green book, Lantern Corps. That's such a crazy name. I just want to call it Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> Corpse. It's Green Lantern Corpse, Eric, right? Yes. All right, and how Reggie, welcome. Oh, yeah, I just showed up. I just got in here. <laughs> yes. Boy, had, are my arms tired. Oh, you flew in from Cleveland, did you? That's right. Always, I don't like the feel of this room no more. I'm getting out of here. Always oh, Cleveland. Ah, oh, oh, oh. uh, yes. Well, Reggie, what book are you here to talk about? I'm here to talk about Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Rebirth Number 1. Was that Corps or Corpse? Uh, I think... In this in this iteration, it is core. Oh, it's core. Nice. Is it, it core? All right. Uh, this time around. Okay. 
Written by Robert Vendetti, art by Ethan Van Skyver and Jason Wright. Uh, the Sinestro Corpse has become the fastest movie. <laughs> He said corpse again. <laughs> Did I do it? <laughs> oh, God. I really got to stop reading. Oh, yeah. I know, right? You're as bad as me. I should just, I should, I'm just, I'm going to fix I know now. Facts. I'm going to send in mail to you and Chris. Everything's going to be core. Hey, <laughs> my I'll, time I'll in the Marine Corps. Hey, Jim's there with the corpse, and he's, you know, Suicide Squad corpse, and uh, I don't know. Jim needs a psychiatrist. Just don't make me say recently. What is it? Uh, what's the word I can't say, Eric? That oh what, fuck, I can't. Was it recently? Anymore. It wasn't recently. No. It, it, you'll hear it earlier in the podcast because yeah, there's a word that I have so much problems with. <laughs> it's like and in it's that mail three times. It's such a normal freaking word, and I struggle with it. It's just maybe it's the way. It's like Eric when he's at the truck stop. You have to form your mouth in a certain way that my, my <laughs> mouth just does not I go. I can do that with. fine. What are you talking about? Well, I, I, that was just, a, you know, at some point you may have problems. You'll get locked, y'all. You had to learn somehow. Yeah, really. Uh, go on, Reggie. Go on with your corpse. Natural born talent. Corpse. Well, I, I fixed it. I fixed the phonetic spelling, so now there I can you go. say Did you? This the Sinestro Corps has become the fascist police force for the whole galaxy and taken position at its center. Across the universe, Hal Jordan comes out of hiding to create an anvil construct and whack out a new low-profile Green Lantern ring. Next issue, install on Bluetooth. <laughs> He's going to install a bit. And that's Nonsense. about it. Well, I, I'm going to say right away before Eric starts yelling. Um, last what? week, last week for the Justice League uh, book, where Brian Hitch came in and we said it was a lot like the JLA, and it really was, and we really didn't like it. I would just want to say right away that if I, I think a lot of this, it's obviously a lot of these books, these rebirth books, are geared towards people who have no idea what's been going on, and they're trying to give them as quick a refresher course but also trying to push you ahead in a direction that they want the story to go with. Um, yeah, we have, we have a lot of problems. There, this has probably the worst continuity troubles of any of these Rebirth books we've any seen Any of the yet. Rebirths, I mean, yeah. there are just things that are flat out wrong in this issue, and only because we have had all these books and because of the reactions that I've gotten from people, people uh, message me or email me and, and say about the Justice League is what I'm saying last week, saying to me, like, I don't know what your problem is. Uh, you know, I thought it was fun. And I get the, I get it now that these books are not – it's weird. They're not for us. They really aren't, especially like an I think like Jim is the only me. one who likes to yell, though. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's just me. Uh, but, yeah, I really do think that when they do this, they're thinking to themselves, we're going to get a book forward. And I, I would say, you know, you're not going to go in, in a losing proposition. I think that they're looking to write a Green Lantern book that will sell 90000 uh, an issue. So mm. the, the one before was selling forty. If if that at the end, I can't remember. Yeah, no. But but even like the other iterations, Sinestro, the Green Lantern Corps, and, and things like that. Um, I think that they do not care about Eric Shea. I don't. Uh, he is a continuity whore. They don't care about anybody who is reading the Green Lantern no, books prior I, to this. I, I, I'm not. I don't think that's correct. What, what I'm saying is, I don't think they care about you. I do think they care about a guy about like like. Why a, is Mr. DC my he dad? He hates and you because you 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 spelled out that he had a rickshaw. Now everybody goes and when he goes out on the rickshaw, they notice him and want autographs, and he's pissed. He's like, God damn it, my and rickshaw. Where is Keenan Kong to get this rickshaw going? I need That's my right. man. Uh, no, I think there are people say, and again, I'm I'm not fully sure, but D. Ron seemed to be pissed 
about everything that was happening. I think they care about guys like that. The yeah. guys that once the DCYOU, the DCU hit, had still kind of supported the book, but were like, God damn it, this is awful. I hate this. This renegade story is nonsense. I, I think that they're like, okay, listen, some of these things that are going to go, they're not going to make complete sense to these people, but half of these people hated what does it, you know, hey, we're going to go I, forward know, and they I'm hated not, it. I'm not half the Green Lantern fan D-Ron is, but I was reading every Lantern's book except for New Guardians uh, pretty much up until the DCYOU. And, right. and it was nonsense. It, and, and, and then changed. they all went haywire. That you know, The Hal Jordan thing seemed so promising. I was like, oh, this would be like yeah, Hal really Jordan cool. is like a space renegade. That's what this I looks, thought it was going to be. You know, like you'd be like, sort of just, like Han Solo. Eric, me and you were talking about it every month. It just treaded water. Every yeah. issue, nothing well, the stakes, happened. The stakes were eliminated when the yeah. core well, that was got the problem. sucked to the other dimension. And, I think and that, that was the whole plot point of why he did this. Yeah, but Well, no. Well, that's he did that, but then, yeah, and then they disappeared appeared and it made it so they tried but it didn't make sense then because like reggie's saying then he didn't really go to fight for the you know i'll take the blame for the court well the court's gone nobody yeah. cares anymore nobody's even you know now you're fighting fucking thanagarian crazy nothing happened and i think so they're like okay you know what fuck this then he's on earth he's with the what's it called what was the uh Sonar? Sonar. Fighting Sonar. Hey, you know, that didn't hit. Sonar got away. Well, there's a, and there's a lot of these things where, again, you also have to remember that we saw with these books that this rebirth was not like, okay, in two years, guys, this rebirth. This rebirth snuck up on some of these books where yeah. you had stories that had just started. You had, they, they did not start the DCU in that June thinking, okay, guys, in 11 months, you know, we're or, gonna, we're you know, read, we're going to do this. No, these that. people had stories set up, I'm sure, for all this long haul. All of oh, a sudden, yeah. they have to change it. And I think that's why, out of nowhere, Eric, we're reading uh, Green Lantern. All of a sudden, it becomes a construct. They don't explain it. Nope. And, and, and still, even here, it doesn't really make – that had to have been something that was going to end up something later. Like here, they, they do say, address here's it. Here's a throwaway line. Well, yeah, they address it only because that's like, okay, that's kind of what it was going on. But yeah, it didn't – oh, that was that was part of the gauntlet's problems. I guess that's why they locked it up. And yeah. <laughs> I really do think that uh, this book is – Almost like we said with the actual rebirth special of a hey we're sorry guys we're the, I just think this is like hey guys look you didn't like this people did not like it and yeah. they just said okay listen this rebirth issue is just gonna end all the shit that you didn't like now there are people who are like Eric you like you think now you've been ripped off you yeah. think hey look I read all these. Don't fucking throw it in my face. I want face. a cohesive story. But yeah, there are you. But the problem is, I think that going forward, if you tried to deal with what all that shit they were doing, it would take a year to make it a cohesive story. It, it would. I think they're just I, like, I, I, boom, I, I, we're done. Eric, Let's wash our hands, and now you're going to get your story. And yes, it's a slap in your face. It's I mean, a slap in Eric Shea's face. Actually, there is there is that scene where Hal Jordan does say "fuck Eric Shea." I didn't know. That was the director's cut. I was like, "Does does he mean?" Jim wonders why I hate this book so much. (laughs) No, and again, I think that this rebirth number one isn't for you, Eric. What you want? We go in and we thought you could have asked me to bet all the money, Jim. What is this book going to be? I just thought it was going to be the Green Lantern Corps coming out of the fissure. And saying, yeah. no, what the fuck? You know, hey, what's going on? Hey, guys, do I have a story to tell you? And then it's they go from there. It's not very interesting, but I'm going to tell it. Yes, because where they yeah. have issues with this. Now, the, the Lost Army and then Edge of Oblivion, 
uh, for people who weren't reading, that's when the Green Lantern Corps disappeared. The, anybody who had a ring disappeared, and they made it that's that just... Hal had given up his ring. That was why he stayed. It, it's it was nobody liked it. You know, some people yeah. did. I saw some reviews saying it was a game changer. And it was nonsense. <laughs> Me and Eric talked about it. And it was what? It ended up being 12 issues complete, right? Yes. With the, uh, the Cullen Bunn's Lost Army into uh, Tom Taylor's Edge of Oblivion. Edgewell. And really, we didn't get much. Yeah. And I think people were mad at that. It wasn't so even a cohesive story. No, well, that's what so. I'm saying. I think that this is their uh, – really, to me, Robert Venditti, I know that there's problems. But to me, I all I can think of is that he is doing the best he can with the craziness. You have – There's this that, reasonable gem on any other book we talk about. <laughs> yeah, but that – because there was not – this – we have, uh, say, Justice League. Right. We, we flipped out because it was more like – that's only one book going into one book. Mm-hmm. This is legitimately what Omega Man. I mean, you you have to tie in every green, all these Green Lanterns. There is a lot to tie in, and you have two different uh, core books where they disappeared. The core book before Sinestro's book. You have the, all this shit that you have to tie everything into a series going forward. And I think that they just sat down and said, "Okay, what do we have to do?" And I think they said, "Listen." It's almost like we have to get the best of, of a shitty situation and move on from here and just hope that a guy like Eric Shea doesn't get so mad. At least give it three issues that when it's coming up <laughs> that he, now, that he bombs the next our issue, if the, ne- yeah, if the next three issues of this book, the first one, two, and three are nonsense and horrible, then yeah, I'll be pissed. I, it's, I'm not saying that this is like, oh, Jim, you're always yelling about this and that. I'm just saying that I really don't see how they could go forward where they want a fresh story in number one without doing something like this to kind of I really can see both things. sides of it. I mean, on one hand, there's something very lazy about doing this. You know, it's sort of just cutting a bunch yeah. of storylines off at the knees. At the same time, though, I think Jim's right to write your way out of it. We're talking about a year of books, and they would just tumble down the, yeah. you know, the, the the numbers would just tumble and tumble until it was like, what the hell's the point? There's yeah, three people they were reading going this down. fucking thing. And I think also where, you're, where we have problems. We have a lot of problems in this with certain characters showing up the way they do. It doesn't make sense. And I really, it, again, can you give, uh, you know, some bit of, uh, you know, not credit, but uh, let Venditti go a little because a lot of the stuff wasn't his story. Well, like uh, this Dark Side War stuff that – and uh, who knows that this wasn't written before then? And all, and then they had to kind of tie shit in. I mean some of these things are written three, four months ahead of time, and then you have a Dark Side War where the Green Lantern Corps shows up in the middle of it that makes half of this issue make no sense at all. That might be not Venditti's fault. That might be editorial. It doesn't make it any better. But I, think it, these, I think it was just Jeff Johns cannonballing through the whole thing I, like yeah. he always does. But again, like, yeah, uh, well, when they have Dark Side War, and there was no real reason to throw in the core showing up, especially when in the other books they were dis- they were gone. And that right then, when that happened, we were thrown off. And, Me and Oa Eric, being like, around. What's going on? And Oa, and we're like, what's going on? And they kind of tried, oh, just wait, because this timeline you'll see this, this, and this. And now we see that that's not the case. Yeah, there's and no yeah, payoff to that. Yeah, no, there is no payoff. And really, like, though. Hold on, though. But you are setting a lot of groundwork apologizing for me ahead of time here. I just want to tell you. For someone who was reading all the Green Lantern books and expected some kind of decent resolution to what we had yeah. and not getting it here, it's kind of a slap in the face. Oh, I said it's a slap who, in your but, face. But for anybody who has not been reading this book, I can totally see this working yeah, because you can jump on here and have a good time. That's all this yeah. is. That's, that's all, all this is. And uh, like we said with Aquaman, oh my God, what? And, and we did say it. It's not like we're so, that's it. I don't like Aquaman because we had all this uh, Black Mana stuff. It bothered me because yeah. of what happened before with Black Mana I thought was good. 
So, yeah. so when they did this stuff with Black Man again, I'm like, wait a second. I liked his character progression through the New 52. You tell me like, oh, Jim, you know, didn't you like Edge of Oblivion? No, no. I didn't. And, and in fact, if I would say if I liked it or didn't like it, I was bored. I just sure. wanted to end. I, I really think that they missed out a bit by not bringing the core back in this, at least at the end. You see, you see a little where he's making the ring Saw later when we're talking. Face. Yeah, the yeah, face, yeah. But I really would have liked. I, I said I think that the thing that has to happen first because those rings. Well, first off, it was Arissa and uh, and Chip, right? A, or a badge. badge. Yeah, Arisium badge. Arisium badge should be the ones that come through. But I don't. I just think that all of a sudden those rings that started going through at the end. Again, though, this is stuff that we know. Some people out there are listening that just jumped on the podcast for Rebirth. They're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, because they just jumped into this and like, God damn it. The, you know, this is the, the Green Lantern that I remember. You know, there's a lot of fun. And I see Sinestro and I, and even that you had the <laughs> Sinestro, but so uh, we'll go with the book. It's the old out. man Sinestro. And it's weird again, but that must lead into something. He didn't feel good at the end of his run. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, he was. He was very weak after fighting the Pale Bishop in his run. Yeah, something ha – I think that they're going to run with that that's – something affected him with that. Well, and I, I don't know. Like right now, before we go forward, we start out with Old Man Sinestro. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is something that's going on from – like we had the Green Lanterns disappear into the Lost Army Edge of Oblivion. The yes, universe they disappeared that existed, out of the universe. Yeah, it, they went to the universe that existed before the Rome. Yep. But as we're seeing here in Green Lanterns, uh, the Red the Red Lanterns – they're weakened as shit. For some reason, the rage is not fueling them the way it was. They don't have enough rage, whatever. They have to build hell towers on Earth. Maybe something is affecting the rest of the emotional spectrum. Well, yeah, maybe spectrum. it's one of those where if one of the spectrum is, is gone even, that it, it weakens all of them. And that's knows, why we Sinestro get that weird... Old I, Man I don't Sinestro. Know. Yep, he's Old Man Sinestro. He definitely is, but yeah. Well, no, he, you, know, I, you know, that's how I got old, though. You know, I used to be very young, and then I got the flu. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I woke up, I got, yeah, got over it, I was an old fart. What, was that when you were in the Sinestro corpse? There, <laughs> yeah, back Reggie? then, it but really yeah, was a corpse. You have War World heading off to where uh, Oa was. That, that it's going to take that position. And, um, yeah, Sinestro's just... And Sinestro has the thing, it's almost to me like the Black Mana thing in the Aquaman, the whole thing that it, this victory is not as impressive to him because, you know, what is war if, if yeah, you don't no have two things? Yeah, this isn't war. This is just a, a victory, whatever. And he, you know, and then he slaps fucking... Listen. <laughs> oh, my God, it was so good. Answer. Oh, I liked it. And it almost like... When I saw him slap her, even and she looks like she's dazed, he backhands her. I, I wish that he would have gotten a shoe off because I don't want him to break that hand. That's like Ike Turner. Ike Turner didn't want to break his hand. He'd hit Tina with the fucking shoe. I, I um, look at it this, though. I'm like, we have Sinestro. Out of nowhere, when we start here, he's old man Sinestro. Yeah. Why does he have to dress like an old man Sinestro? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was going to say when he hits her even, and then what? it's almost like he, he is he's senile. He doesn't even know what's going on. He's dressed like an old man. It'd be great if he had the, the jeans jacked up to his fucking tits. <laughs> and I'm walking you around. You a certain age fashion. And really, he slaps her because he heard that it's the fucking, you know, the half price at the diner. <laughs> the early bird special. The early bird special. They're going to be late. And, you know, you don't need to tell me about this fucking book. I, I got to get going. The early bird. But no, he, he it sets up. Okay, it sets up. I don't know. It, it really, you see Sinestro, and you probably got angry right away, right? <laughs> I, w I was, immediately. Uh, why is Sinestro old all of a sudden? Where, why is War World, I can't even say that, War, War World, World, now we're always, what, happened, what happened to New Korrigar, because we're setting all that up, and then I got even more angry 
when we see Parallax is actually fueling yeah, Parallax World, is fueling War World. But and when we last saw this, he was at the center of New Korrigar, keeping it from melting yes. down. And yeah, and I don't, I don't know that that'll. Ever, I don't think that'll ever be addressed. I think they just are like, okay, we got to get bits and pieces from all these books and kind of mold it into a story going forward. And yeah, that it's a shame because of all the books, it seemed like the Sinestro book. The few people who read it. Uh, it was a good it. book. They really liked it. So that well, is what like, happened to his daughter at the end of that. She was leading the yeah, Sinestro Corps. She was leading the Sinestro oh. Corps, and that's what's odd here too. You don't know what's going on. Maybe they're. We'll is she see. ever at New Corrigar yeah, hanging out with maybe the Corrigans? Maybe uh, Parallax fixed it all, Eric, and now she's hanging out. <laughs> Look, yeah. if they would have said that, I would have been fine. It's weird though because maybe again, maybe we we have to wait, and because that couldn't be resolved. There's some of these things that cannot. They really can't. But yeah, right. you you go off, and there's hell. Hal is talking, and Hal is the construct Hal at this point, where he's the yeah hard light, whatever you'd call it. Right? They yeah. never. The he problem is, is in the not pure will. Yeah, and the, and the problem in the Renegade book, how it ended, and this popping up as him doing this, um, never explained. But it kind of explained to him what I do like. It does have him trying. He keeps repeating himself of who he is and what's and going I actually- on. Coming out of the Sinestro part, I actually got mad at this. I'm like, why the fuck are they repeating it again? And then I'm re- he even says to himself, yes, I'm repeating and this. And I like I that because yeah, okay. what happened I'm in the Renegade now. story, when he turned into this, he couldn't remember shit. So he no. realized, I got to do this. And they, they He explained. had no identity. He yeah. just became pure will. And from this, you, you have to explain, because the core disappeared, you have to explain that, obviously. But you also have to explain why Hal didn't disappear with him. And I think that... That this part of the book right here, perfect. Yes, it's very good, and this is in fact pretty much the one story in this that Van Diddy did in the New Fifty Two and yeah. the DCU. That's his story. Does a really good job, and including telling the Hal Jordan origin to yeah. become a Green Lantern. Fine, and it's not overdone. Couple panels, all. most people know it. But if you're just going to jump and you get that, you realize, okay, the core's gone. How sacrificed himself to try to be the the bad guy that everybody focused on. They they don't even even that where they're like the core was looked at as bad. We're not going to get into why and how and and all that with God. You know you're not going to get into that. You know that the other people don't need to. They just need to know you mean the, the core you mean is the Durlin War. Yes, the Durlin War. <laughs> we we know about it. People don't need to know about it. But then he. Grabs a piece of I, I thought it was kryptonite at first. Dude, I, I couldn't tell you what this. I thought it was a piece of the planet he's on, but I don't it, know. It seems like it is that he but went to green. this planet for some yeah, reason. It, like he somehow created a hard light construct and forged it into matter. Yeah, and I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he went to this planet deal for some reason. So it has to be I don't know. It has to be something there, and he's inside like a cave. I, who knows. And again, this ends up being, this is, I'm not angry. I'm not angry about it, but I'm like, what is going on? What, and he's making a ring. That is bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, where do you get, where do you get off, Eric? Where do you get off? And here, I'll admit, at this point in my mind, I'm thinking, who Eric's going to be mad at this? Because it starts going down. You see Ganthet. You see the core. That's fine. You see Ganthet. Then you see White Lantern, Kyle Rayner. Okay, he went off in the Omega Men. You're not going to tell this. And in, in this, honestly, I don't even I understand don't, what the hell he's doing there. Honestly, you do not have to talk about the Omega Man shit at all. You just have to know that Kyle was off doing something and he's yeah. still White Lantern. Again, That's all I, think, I think that in this, he even says, like, oh, and, and Kyle, he disappeared. That's fine. And you yeah. see him, he's a White Lantern. So going forward, I expect him. 
to be a White Lantern. That yeah, right. also explains that's why he didn't disappear. Yeah. Okay, there's part of the checklist again. Where then, the, I'm saying, are the, uh, the Templar Guardians as well, they took off before... Yeah. We, I could say that they just took off or doing their own thing. How just didn't know where they were? Just yeah, like, maybe that's I'm the okay thing. Yeah, that. he doesn't even, you know, because this is more of him kind of like thinking and people. But actually, when he's hitting the thing to make the ring, it is more of them throughout the universe. So, you know, there's Ganthet and uh, what's his, what's her name? With Sade. Him? Sade. And, um, but then you get Jessica Cruz. And I'm thrown off completely again. That that is the point where even I was like, you know what? Come on now. You don't need to show her. The only reason you're going to show her here is because they, I guess they want to explain to people, okay, this is why he's not on Earth. Somebody is taking care of Earth. Doesn't make sense. She is not a Green Lantern at this point. She wasn't on Earth when he was on Earth, like, you know, a few minutes ago. I know, but I I just think that, yeah. And even then, it be. Because they don't spell out a time frame, that's where also I think they're like, Eric Shea, we don't care. <laughs> We're not going to say, you know, that see, you know, you don't even get that. See the books that they're part of. Like, you see Sinestro. It doesn't say see Sinestro volume three. They, no, they don't care. They don't yeah. care. You they're when telling I was, you the story going forward here. Do you remember when I was complaining in Green Lantern's Rebirth about how, like, Simon has only been a few weeks yeah, more, yeah, longer? Yeah, that, that, there like, was that whole thing. Now if you throw the Dark Side yeah, War and all that stuff saying, like yeah. this here... It expands the timeline oh, so it, goddamn much. It gets much. it so crazy. And just the point that Jessica Cruz now is the Green Lantern of Earth, I just I think that it just is also because of the timing with that uh, Green Lantern's book yeah. coming. And also, like I said, I think that so that somebody just doesn't say, well, why is Hal out here? I don't understand. He's a Green Lantern of Earth. Why? It just throws that out there. They, they didn't need to do it. That Jessica is, was a mistake to put Agreed. that into me. Should have just avoided that. You never had to do it because from here, he gets the ring. The core comes back. He sends Simon off, and that's when he goes to talk to them. Boom. That's when, you know, you're fine there. You can even have in the book, like, a little thing of him, like, I had to go back to Earth to get Simon and Jessica, but I have other things to do. But here, having her just – and looking like she's fully fine with being a Green Lantern oh, already yeah. – uh, she's flying around and stuff like so, that. So it, she was sucked up into this other. No, no, no. She, she, wasn't, was, right? she wasn't created as a Green Lantern no, at that point. She wasn't a Green Lantern at that time yeah. when they disappeared. But when Dark Side War happened, the Green Lantern Corps showed up. Yeah. So uh-huh. it, it, this whole thing, it, it's all out of whack. But I, I really think going forward, they, they really don't care. And <laughs> the, a lot of these podcasts you're going to listen to, if you people out there, you listen to a lot of these podcasts, a lot of them are, are didn't read these books. So they're not going to bring this up. And in fact, a lot of people might be like, I don't really care what the fuck you're saying here about what happened in the New 52. <laughs> I'm joining in. It's just, I, I and want I'm people. Okay if that's I what do, you, yes. If you and I do want fun reading this, yes. all the better for yeah. it. Yeah. And I want, I just want people to know because I said to Eric this week, last week we talked about the Justice League and we really concentrate on the Justice League of America and how this didn't feel fresh because of that. And I had a lot of people say to me, and I said it earlier when we were recording the night. Hey, I didn't read that, and I, I just jumped on, so I liked it. I just want people to know exactly why we have an issue with these things, and I'm sure, like a, a Darren, it's probably like, God damn it, I he's probably more mad than us. Right? And, and, you know, there's a lot of people who are, and it, it is just weird because then uh, Hal is making this ring, and the reverberations are going so far that they even seem to go through, and it looks like the core is on their way. 
Yes. They are in the middle. They went through the fissure that ended Edge of Oblivion, and they are on their way, and they look like fucking Stretch Armstrong (laughs) going on. But yeah, they're on their way, and they even hear it. What was that TV show, The Black Hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the movie. That was a Disney movie. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Did you see The Black Hole, Reggie? Oh, yeah. I hated that movie. That's like Tron to me. We talked about it one yeah, time. I, I saw because you didn't have enough uh, drug experience. Yeah, but yeah, really. When did that? That came out of like seventy nine. I was like eight. Yeah, it was, I saw it in a theater, so I was like, I was yeah, like, you were 80, like 80. I wasn't born yet. Yeah, you weren't. But uh, that was another boring one that really seemed to be. Like Ernest a, Borgnine was yeah. in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he was. All right, yes, have some damn respect. He was also in the Poseidon Adventure. Also, with the young yes, Eric Shay. But yeah, we go on, and yeah, you have the people throughout the universe. They, like I said, the Green Lantern Corps seems to be coming through, or is that Green Lantern Corps there, Reggie? It's, and, it's uh, the Corps. Okay, and then you have the the last Guardians, and, Which, and again, again, when we say this, because when we showed the Guardians before, they were the Templar Guardians. Yes. Here, this is the last Guardians. But what happened to the Templar I Guardians? Think, I think we'll never hear about them again. Uh, I really that, don't. That, and the uh, fact that they have the last Guardians, and. Uh, uh, they actually said, actually says Ganth. You know what I mean? They yeah. really stress yeah. their names, so clear. you know who it is. Yeah, I, and, I, for, I and everybody that. loves them, and everybody yeah. loves them. So you, you're going to go forward with them. Maybe they will. Maybe at some point he'll be looking for the Templar Guardians. I, I don't think we'll see it. And then you, you know, have, it's kind of funny. I'm like that? such a flip flopper that I never cared for the. I don't care if we ever see yeah, them again. Yeah, I, I don't either. But I know that <laughs> what you're saying though. You had all this thing, but I really do think a lot of these stories were cut short. They were changed at the last second. So you're going to get this as like it really is a cleanup uh but yeah then you have jessica cruz and it's to just throwing that but not you know greenlit protector of earth to me is to spell out that to just say so people know that going forward how is not dealing with earth that this green lantern core has the earth lanterns besides jessica and then of course simon they're going to deal with earth don't worry about earth we're going to be oh, out and about they we're going to be we're going to be the space fucking you know Po- uh, the Red Lanterns don't hear this uh, anvil clanging. Is yeah, no, they don't. Do you guys know why? Yeah, I know nope. why. Because they, they weren't around when they fucking wrote the story, probably. I don't uh, know. What's your yeah. joke? Why don't they? Do you know why? Or no, you're actually no joke. asking I was, I'm us. asking you why, if there's a no, reason again, why they uh, yeah, wouldn't I, hear. I just think they, they didn't bother with it. <laughs> I really think this was kind of put together. But it's so weird, too, because we have the Indigo Tribe feel it, we have Lar Fleas feel yeah, it, and we have Lar Carol Ferris of the Star yeah. Sapphires yeah, feel yeah, it. I, I mean, they're very think, specific. Yes, I, don't, I just think that they're spelling out... Yeah, you don't even have, like, a uh, Blue Lantern. You don't have uh, no. St. Walker. He well, St. Walker is kind of in league with the uh, Sinestro Corps yeah, at this point yeah. if they still yeah. have continuity. Yeah, really, because they, yeah. So we don't, it's weird. You don't see I mean, so that, see that, that's sad okay for me because the Blue Lanterns really aren't around anymore. Yeah, right it's just St. Walker. St. Walker is, but Sinestro he's, yeah, he's up. But he's, yeah. up. Um, but I, the Red Lanterns, we know they're around. They, yeah. they should have heard this. Yeah, maybe maybe they didn't know they were going to be around then. I, I or really maybe they are so disconnected from the emotional maybe they're spectrum weak. because they're so weak. Yeah. Maybe we could say that. I could even go with that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they were listening to Metallica. They might have been. So you go back and then you have Sinestro walking. He's continued walking. He's an old man. It's going to take him a while. That's a lot of steps for an old man. But he goes down and then there's where Eric like... God damn it, Parallax. Yeah. And here's the thing. like They're going to say, like, okay, we're going to get this book forward. We have to clean this up. We have to get forward an exciting space adventure book. We don't need this nonsense. And then somebody's in the back. Eric Shea's in the back. But but Parallax was, was with but, but, the new core guard, and they're like, no. Uh, you know, we're not going to deal with that. Uh, you you want sir, Parallax sir, in a big um, way for Sinestro to open a door and go, there you are, my old friend. <laughs> there he is. 
and and they're going to go forward with too. it. What's that? He's a big mamma jamma too. And I just they're not going to deal with this craziness that all these other books that but were Jim, going. But Jim, yeah. when uh, when we're still hearing the freaking uh, anvil drop and the hammer yeah. of the freaking creator, yes. and it's reverberating throughout the universe, why does Laura Fleece like hear it? Because last we saw of him, the new gods took his ring. Well, here's the other thing uh, with this is really, why do you need Lars Fleece there? <laughs> <laughs> but they throw it in. But yeah, they're not going to, they don't care. They're not going to go off because people like Lars Fleece, they want to have actually, them later. I'm okay with that too because yeah. there was never like a real resolution that I can remember from the new gods, uh, Godhead story from yeah. when they took his ring. Where does so he wear his ring? Back. Where does on he his wear finger. His... Yeah, I don't see a ring on any finger. Put a ring on this finger, baby. Girl. I do not ooh, ooh, see ooh, ooh. a ring there, though he is in the uniform and all that. I do not see a ring. And when you so said that, bullshit too? I no, I think that maybe he may not even have a ring. Who knows? But why would he here? I don't know. But yeah, they want Lar Fleas, so there you go. You have the whole Carol Ferris. How? And it's weird with that because of the way, but again, if next next three issues all of a sudden uh, Carol and Hal are making out, and you're like, what, what, what about Kyle? What about, what about Kyle? Kyle? Maybe that's part of it as well. well. I do like I seeing know. her there because we have not seen her yeah, in like Yeah, we haven't a year seen now. her at all, yeah. Uh, but it's this is like a greatest hits album with uh, remixes. No, so, this yeah. is and I hate content. Those. I hate those. I'm saying you have like me and you have an album. You know, it's Led Zeppelin. It's not a Stairway to Heaven. They have Stairway to Heaven, the the dubstep mix. It's Everything's the radio, changed. It's the and, radio version of Fuck the Police is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, is, it is upsetting. It's not as upsetting to me only because I'm, I just want a better story. I have had to sit on this goddamn podcast <laughs> with you and me and you bitch and moan about almost all of these books. And I had some fun here. I, I, my fun was taken away with my going in, my knowledge going in. I, I will admit that. And Jessica Cruz just really upset me, but I, I like going forward because then Hal makes a ring that again, is that only to get rid of that gauntlet? Because yes. you, you don't need that. That's all it is. And yeah, you have a crazy deal. And, and really, you want to have fan service? Jesus Christ. You, you know, you can't put on the ring without the oath. But the only reason for the oath is to recharge the ring. I know, he doesn't I have know. a goddamn battery. But it's battery. just almost like fucking sense. It, to me, it's almost like uh, he got rid of that gauntlet and he's so happy to put you know on that ring that Fuck. he's just going to say it. I just think about young Eric Shea. He had aspirations for when he grew up, and not yelling about a comic book when he's in his thirties. I know. Yeah, and young young Jim Werner, boy, getting those cues, playing sports. Going to be an yeah, archaeologist, like, I heard. You know what? In, in thirty-five years, I'm going to be fucking arguing with Eric about the fucking Lord Fleas having a ring. I, I, if I knew this, this is at where 15, our life is gone. I'd kill myself. Yeah, you probably would have opened a vein right there. I would have, and then, that, but I would have cut the other. I would have cut horizontal. You want right, attention? A, yeah, right. I, it was. Right. It would just would be an attention. You just That's... scarred up your whole arm. <laughs> young Re- Young Reggie would rather talk about Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew, <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, neither right. here nor there. Uh, yes, he's but, dead yeah. now. Harley killed him. So, um, basically, the last bunch of panels is just. You know, hey, look at look at how he's got a ring. He's and happy. The, they he's look amazing. The, oh yeah, it looks great. It's a sexy new ring. It's like a low-profile ring. Well, he had to make it. He was going to show them that, you know. It's weird, too, when he's making this ring, and he's, I should have done this a long time ago. Eh, really. And then, By the way, you know that's you not how that works. Will? Uh, what's that? You don't just beat a rock into submission, and it turns into a ring. There's I think a lot he was more using the gauntlet. I think he was using the gauntlet as well, because yeah. as he's doing it, you had a symbol guy. Hey, who knows? It was all for show. It's hocus-pocus. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, there's more to it. You, you know. needed Hal to get a ring. 
And you know, it's funny, too, because I'd love it if he put on that ring and disappeared. He and I'm that, saying, that fucking destroyed universe. Why wouldn't that happen? Well, because we it's, it's... You're never given an explanation only of why because, the like, what, it, I just think that, you know, now that universe is destroyed. That's why I think where we, me and you, looked at this and said, okay, they're already coming through. That right. other universe is gone. That's the only... But yeah, all of this is... Why wouldn't to get you go going. to the universe that existed before that uh, universe? Before the universe that was before. <laughs> and the other thing that I love, too... He, he's there with this ring. It doesn't like, even matter because, honestly, it's the universe that existed before and the time doesn't matter I, well, because they were yes. there. And also the other thing that made me laugh is you have this whole renegade thing and it's, yeah. it's brushed aside with the, hey, you know what? I think the good will see the Green Lantern symbol and know there's still someone with the will oh to fight God. for them. And I'm like, wait a minute. This whole year, we've been told that everybody had – oh, and you know, the battle run. What about these people who are out there like, no, I'm going to get angry, Eric, because we had all these bounty hunters and all these – are they just going to stop <laughs> the now? the agents at? Yeah, they're just going to see this – oh, there's a great – oh, the Green Lanterns are back. Okay, everything's cool. And, in the yeah. beginning of this issue, Sinestro told us how everybody is now okay with the Sinestro Corps being the yeah, place yeah, of the yeah. universe. Well, I think that's what's going to be the first thing is them coming back and trying to reestablish themselves. But it made me laugh. I actually cackled Hell, when, when Hal said, my name is Hal Jordan. It's about time I caused some trouble. You have caused so much trouble, Hal. Yeah. That's all you've been doing. You're For not like just starting to now. cause trouble now. You're just going to cause trouble. Holy shit, we're in big trouble. Yeah, really. But yeah, uh, it, even if he put that ring on thinking like, okay, I'm going to finally see where these guys are, uh, whatnot. I just, the thing that really upset me or threw me off was we did not get that that payoff if they would have just started this don't have this nonsense you have him going out to this fissure that they you know he detected with the gauntlet they come through and he says oh right away all you needed those rings are coming how's there and one is gonna pick him it's gonna pick him i don't know how the gauntlet goes with the you know maybe it wouldn't but even that's all you need even with him becoming pure will right yeah and becoming this living construct what if he became the opening of that fissure? Well, I was going to say maybe, yeah, maybe he went and because he was pure will and he did that, that was the thing. It was almost like a homing beacon yeah. that drew them into the, you know, like maybe they'd even explain like, boy, we thought we were going to get stuck. We went through this fissure. We were kind of swirling around like stretch. Yeah, honestly, Armstrong. it was a suicide mission because yeah. you didn't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And, it, it and, then, it, last and then, yeah, like you said, he, he opens up the fissure on there and he, like, and almost, that, I'm sorry, just him being the fissure itself. Like yeah. he, he stretched out because he they doesn't come out of Belly matter anymore. Well, even that would have been good because now they'll never address this, I'm yeah. sure. But we know that at one point John Stewart saw through the source wall. There was hell. Yes, he's, he he's the, the one who closed it. He fucked them. And at least for you, you'd be like, well, you know what? It's even now. Even yeah. Stephen. How is now the opening? I'm cool. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that going forward. Uh, Kind of like Grail used the okay. flash for yes. a goddamn boom tube and yeah, crawled out yeah. of his fucking mouth off. Yeah, creepy. really, out of his mouth. That was crazy. Um, just think, though, where I think, Ugh. and you don't like this, but these rebirths we've said all along are tone set. Yeah. Okay, here's the tone. Back to basics. A lot, tone. tone is a lot of the shit that you read in the last year, two years, don't mean anything. That it's gonna, <laughs> It might be addressed, but it's going to be pigeonholed into this new story because we want to have excitement. If this goes on in like 12 issues from now, we're doing nothing, then I'll be pissed. Then I'll say, why didn't you use these 12 issues for little Eric Shea? Why well, didn't you get these crying. things? Wait for why his daddy didn't you get to come these pick things up on a going? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, daddy? 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, but if we start out this next issue, we see the and it, it'll be real cool to see the core come back. It will. It'll be awesome. I've and, missed that this yes. universe. And then they're together. Actually You'll have the whole me. thing. And and really, Hal better go right up to Kilowog and fucking give him a hug because they, and then you know, John Stewart better come up and punch Hal yeah. in the face for causing say, the goddamn I saw you, wall. you son of a bitch. Wasn't it Black Hand that he put in to yeah. close it? Yeah. But yeah, um, overall, though, of this issue, this is a weird one. And this is going to go forward with a lot of these Rebirth titles where I will say that personally myself, uh, I love the art. I like where we're going. I don't like the, the sweeping things away, but I kind of do because I didn't like that. So I would give it a 7. Um, I think that if I didn't read any of the new 52 or the DCU, eight, I might eight, be as far as an 8 or 9. Yeah. It would. It definitely would go up because I'd go the, on there. The art oh, is phenomenal. Yeah, it is. I think, and I think I, this is some of Ethan Van Skyver's best, best work. Yeah, it's well, awesome. In my opinion, great. Ethan Van Skyver should always be working yeah, on a Green Yeah, he should always have yeah. a Green Lantern he is, title. He is great on it. And I like that he's doing this. The Green Lanterns is kind of, It's weird because now this is really, to me, the main Green Lantern title. The Green Lanterns yeah. is the side one now because Hal's here at everybody's And I agree. So I'm glad that he's on this title. And really, to him drawing all the, the Lanterns is great. He's got the Onion one, one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the onion. Uh, but yeah, I think that you could even say that uh, somebody who has stayed away from the Green Lantern Corps might even think this is close to a 10. I, I mean, to, to get like an excitement of, you know what? I'm glad I'm reading Green Lantern again. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. Well, like I said, I, you know, I dropped all the Lantern books for about a year and uh, I had some problems continuity wise, but not as many, I think, and as really, you guys. And really, do you think that you were confused about the Green Lantern Corps and where they are? Like, you, you're, it gave you. It gave you enough saying they were gone, and now you know they're coming yeah. back and what. And really, did you sit there and think, "Oh, Jessica Cruz can't be there because of Dark Side"? I think that where me and Eric are saying this stuff, it really a lot of people don't mind because this rebirth is to them writing the ship, and yeah. it's weird going. Like I said, when we said, "Oh, the Superman title," and the, to me, the Superman and Batman books, I always mention them as, "Oh, they're the main reasons for rebirth." And Eric always says, "What about the Green Lanterns?" I'm yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. And I think they're even more of a mess. They might have been, you know, the people who wrote the books might have done a little bit better job than, say, the truth story. But if you want to Not talk about much. characters getting away from their basics, Hal as the renegade with the gauntlet, the Green Lantern Corps aren't even in the goddamn universe. Uh, Sinestro, the Sinestro Hiles thing of kind of going. a goddamn alien war. Yeah. Sinestro kind of wanting to roll the universe. That's fine. That was good, but even like the Red Lanterns that aren't in this, but even them, like the whole Lantern universe, uh, we, like you said, we haven't seen Carol in a while. Nope. You had freaking Kyle, Kyle, like Kyle, went away. Kyle off in Omega Man, and he wasn't even a, a quote-unquote true White Lantern friend. He was an Omega Lantern, like, all means. this stuff. It was such a mess to the point where I think that people started – Dropping individual books like okay, I don't like this Renegade. I'll I'll drop that, but I'll I'll keep. I like uh, the Omega Men. They keep doing that, and I think that this book addressed enough to say, you know, hey, Kyle's out there. He's a white oh, yeah, definitely. All you that. don't I, need to I, freaking I, talk about any of that. Yeah, I think maybe, that, except for maybe the ending, because I don't understand the ending to Omega yeah, Men. Yeah, that's just it's just a lot of the things. Yeah, with the people uh, on Earth, and you were yeah, all no upset. Idea. Yeah, um, but yeah, going forward from this, I think that you have been given enough to go forward. What did you give it, Reggie? I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Well, I'm saying, as for someone jumping onto this book as a starting point for the, like, going in complete rebirth style, 
this is easily an eight out of a ten book if you don't need to know anything going forward. Yeah. For someone who has been reading all the Lantern books and been looking forward to see where the story goes, maybe a conclusion to the Edge of Oblivion. Yeah. This is a five out of ten. Yeah, I, here's the thing to me: the art's good enough to already make it past that. Like a no, gut saying, feeling. The art is the greatest part, but I'm telling you, the story infuriated me so much just because of all my my high expectations for all the stuff going from where yeah. we left off. Again, like we're saying, like say we're talking about this in, in comparison, and I think that one of the problems that we have with these books uh, going forward is this rebirth, uh, Green Lantern Corps rebirth. We're getting this when we've already had books going to the one and the two. Oh, like, yeah. like I like the Batman rebirth. But that didn't address anything. But I liked it as, you know, you get a tone. To me, the tone here, like I said, is, listen, uh, a lot of the stuff that y- people didn't like we're going to get rid of. But I, I actually think there was some excitement to this issue. And just at seeing how with the ring, I think, was enough to, to propel it a little above, you know, just a bunch of shit with the, the continuity errors. But, yeah, there's a lot of problems for somebody who they really They got cares. some in the dough. Well, they do, but I really don't think that's why I think this yeah. this is an issue that it's not, a, you know, in the numbered deal. I think this is their splaining. I think this is the splaining. Yeah, yeah, I that's think they're splaining to you that, listen, you know what? You're going to find out later about Sinestro, but Parallax is with them on War World, and they're taking the place uh, of you Oa. Say yeah, whoa, I know. Whoa, whoa. And, and they're taking the place whoa, whoa. of Oa. And then you have, oh, you know, say from now on. you have Jessica Cruz. She's there. Don't worry about it because it's really not going to matter. Uh, really, we're arguing about it. Like Jessica Cruz being shown as the Earth Protector doesn't mean anything. It, is, it bothers us. How but, is Hal going to charge his ring? Uh, I, he does have a lantern on the last page. Does he? Where did it come from? That's a very here, Very I'm good looking. question. I, I just asked. Did. Where did I? Yeah, I'm looking through now. Wait. Yeah, he does. It actually it looks like it looks like it just showed up. Good like for them. It, it came to them, but he has that. <laughs> yeah, he has it. And yeah, you're right. It does have that That's weird look. I was, even, yeah, I was even going to say that maybe the way he made it with the gauntlet and it's like and him being pure will that that sure. ring would be pure will and never needed to be charged. I, I would have went with that. Look I, at that I, lantern. I didn't even notice that somehow. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, because you were so angry. I was. You were was screaming human. at it. But yeah, I'd give it a seven. I hit Jessica. Really? <laughs> Jessica Cruz? Jessica, no. your girlfriend. Or are they the same, Eric? I wish. All right, and the next one is The Flash number two. Does it does it bo- not bother you, but does it throw you off when you go to read the thing and because it's like a number two? It keeps throwing me off. Like, I think I didn't write it down right. right. Um, used to you're not even thinking number. about rebirth. Yeah, and it just looks like real short. <laughs> the flash <laughs> number number two. No, it throws me off as action of detective. Yeah. I'm that, like, what that's the crazy. fuck yeah. issue am I on well, now? Where, God damn it. Where I, I worry about that. Well, we saw the sales weren't that great. Right. Um, but what worries me is if, if I said to you, like, hey, um, what books, like, and I want to know the issue numbers, like, oh, what Batman did it start getting good? And you're like, oh, it was good from number one. Or, oh, you know what, around number three, it was really good. Somebody says to you, hey, when did Detective Comics get good? I don't know. I don't <laughs> the numbers. They just don't click in my well, head. No, it and, got good around issue 35. It went downhill around 936. Yeah. And I really do think that when things are on this, uh, the shelf at a comic book store, and unfortunately, I think it has to go into their thinking. And I don't think it does, but it has to go in. A lot of people who go into a comic book store are very afraid to ask questions. We've talked about this yeah. before because a lot of people, I don't know why, assholes seem to go to fucking apply at these comic and they're snooty. 
and they look down on people. So when you go and you heard about this rebirth and you want to get involved, and the reason you want to get involved is because you're starting at a number one, like the new 52, and you're like, okay, Batman number one, I'll get that. Oh, Detective Comics, I've heard about that. 936? I'm now, out. I, I must have missed a lot. I don't think that's a re- – and also that it's – That's intimidating. Yeah, it is. I, I really – to get to that number 1,000 issue, I hope when they hit a 1,000, they decide that that next issue was number one. And <laughs> I, I, they may. I, I don't know. They'll have a fucking crazy fiasco fucking crossover and then go back to number ones because people want to – and then it will confuse people because by then – Everybody will be at issue fucking 300. Uh, it just gets me I, – I worry about those books only because uh, uh, numbering, it's, it's like you with your fucking headlines. You, you have to get people to want to get it and know what they're doing and, and this – also why I think it's a mistake to have continued any of these books from the New 52 into the deal like a new uh, Batman Beyond. Or any like that, because somebody's going to come in and want a rebirth title, and they're not going to know what they're going to do, and then they're just going to forget about it. By the time Batman Beyond comes out in rebirth, they've already have a pull list established, oh, yeah. and they want no parts. I, I think that these all should have come out at once, and I, I just don't understand. <laughs> but Flash number two, Eric, still gets me. Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Carmen D. Giandomenico, Giandomenico, Ivan Placencia, and Steve Wands. Okay, everybody, you can relax. The Flash is pretty good again. <laughs> I said pretty good because I'm afraid you're going to bash it. What? Yes, I am mainly talking to myself because after bitching and moaning about this book not moving forward, Joshua Williamson steps it up a notch and makes things a little more interesting. We get a training montage, a little Wally West, and the most important thing, a Barry Allen I actually like. Williamson also pulls the curtain back a bit to show that the things he's been setting up just may pay off in the long run. I like this issue, Eric, and you know what that is? A flash fact, Eric. You were <laughs> I didn't know what you were. I, I thought you knew what I was going with. No, uh, I had no idea. Yes, it starts off, and right away, I, I like it. And I, I'm going to ask you right away, did you like the art this week? I liked aspects of the art. Okay. You know why I know that I at least don't mind the art? Is at the end of the issue, I had I actually read this, and by the end of the issue, I was like, Boy, I didn't even think about the art. And I went back and I looked. I liked it. And yeah. I, I, I don't mind it. I have gotten used to it. And I, I like it. But it starts off and you have August and Barry. And Barry is at Star Labs. I don't, it's a little odd to me, the whole setup there. But he's there and he, he's training slash seeing how August was affected. And that's the thing too, right from the get-go, like, it, it looks awesome. I, I think Barry, though, was pushing him a little too hard. He's talking about, oh, we got to test your stuff out. I'm like, you are training him for things that took you but, years and to it, develop, Well, man. it's funny because he's doing that, but he they do spell. He does kind of spell out that he's taking him there just to see if he was okay yeah. and what's going on. Um, I do like the way at this point, because it gets a little heavy-handed later, I like the way that they're really showing you that uh, – Barry, Barry put in the time. Now you're saying that he's pushing him, but yeah. in the meantime, August wants no parts of it. He's like, I don't want to do that. Oh, I can't do that. He's like, really. He's overwhelmed. Well, he is, but just the whole thing where Barry's like, hey, oh, you can here. face Try your wall. Face this wall. I'm like, no, absolutely not. No, he goes, yeah, no. What <laughs> if I got stuck? I, exactly. It's just, he's, but he's pointing out that 
Yes, he, he's pointing out Barry's very enthusiastic to get him going, but I think he's also pointing out that uh, August is going to be a guy who wants to do the shortcuts. He wants to do things, you know. It's easy. almost like a no-nonsense type of thing. Like, look, I'm going to go the straight and, like, narrow route here. I don't want to take any of these freaking other routes that'll get crazy on me that I have to learn to, like, take well, even, to develop. Even when he says at one point, then, it leads into him pretty much just saying, I just want to punch people. Yeah. And... As the issue goes, to race around he, town and find a, these people and he punch becomes them in the a face. little more of a dick as it goes. But then he's not. It, yeah, it by the end of the issue, he is like yeah. he's very pro cop. Where yeah. like Barry yeah. has to, at the one point Barry has to say, "Look, you can't just race around and go. You don't have a search warrant. We have to do this by the book because yeah, giving yeah. us these powers does not make us above the law. We have to be right about this." Yeah, but he and, just he wants to do it. He exactly. Wants to but by punch. the end, he seems on board with what Barry's talking well, about. It, it's funny. He kind of is, but at the end, he's only kind of, I don't know, hugging. He's almost spooning with Barry. <laughs> and I still think that he's hes a guy who, I, I don't think he has anger issues. I, I just think that he has a power that he thinks that he can get things done. I think he's like Superman and Injustice, that he has a different thought of what he would do if this was happening. And I do like that Joshua Williamson hasn't set him up as a, like, if you would have had the last issue, or even the, the rebirth, whenever, where you had seen this guy get so angry, like they were trying to solve a case and he couldn't do it, and he smashed a fucking computer, and you right. motherfucker. Or a goddamn coffee window. mug against yeah. a fucking yeah. wall or something. You never saw that. Or beat up a perp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we're going to question him, and, and Barry has to come in. Because, you know, Barry, he's a forensic scientist. <laughs> motherfucker gets involved with everybody's job. But, uh... You know, he's never had to do that. He never had to come in and like, whoa, whoa, calm down. You know what? This guy did something that reminded me of my brother because everything reminds me of my brother. God yeah. damn it. Let's start. So yeah, we have that. But besides for that fact, we don't really see him as being anything no, like, like a dirty I, cop or anything like that. I, I don't think he is. No, I neither think, do I. though, that he is getting angry. At, the more he thinks about the, how the system is working, I think that he is going to be one of these guys who was like, you know what? I tried to play by the rules. Too much Shit red tape. Work. Pretty thin, Riggs. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to get, he's going to get, and you get a, a little inkling of that. But in the meantime, I really like this where there is August. No, I don't want to face through the wall. <laughs> eh, screw you. Fucking tornadoes. What are you, crazy? Let's just run, How baby. I'm not going to need tornado arms fucking for. Forrest Gump. He's yeah. going, if I'm going anywhere, I'm going to run. Honestly, and, though, uh, that is what I would expect the Flash to teach him more than well, anything here. Run and how to control your speed. Uh, hey, run. Put your foot in front of the other. That's what he's going to teach him right there. No, but what I'm saying, what I like, though, is then you go to the next page and you get what you, little bit you get with Wally, where there's Wally. And what August just did and kind of bailed on whatever makes Wally look that much better because Wally doesn't have anybody to train him. He, yeah. He's like Barry was. He's doing it on his own in a junkyard. And, and doing it on his own in a junkyard and fucking loving it. And just like, boy. And why is he doing it? Because he's afraid that he's going to need to protect Iris. That means he doesn't want to become like Daniel West. Yeah. But everything with it, though, is good. Yeah. Like there's well, nothing. That's like what we talked going. about in um the new Superman. Well, we will talk about New Superman in this episode where there's not a lot to like about Keenan going in. Wally, he's a good guy and he got yeah. bestowed powers. He wants to do good things with those powers, and that's what I like to see with my young heroes. Yeah, and it's funny to me because there's a weird thing that he he spells out. I'm not sure if if it's because of what happens later, but he does say, Listen, I'm I'm trying to do this. I because I it just 
kind of feels like my powers are fading. And I think that that was just thrown in because later on he gets hit by the lightning again. Right. And I don't know if somebody would call it out like he's too overpowered or whatever. So it's a weird thing to spell. And he that, I said, kind that of was very insane. odd to me when he got struck by the lightning again. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. They have kind of done this before where Wally is shorting out or whatever. But it seemed to me that that was a forced thing that all this issue, all this part with him in this issue was to kind of show here's a good guy. Yeah, the speed force. But I think it was also showing that he kind of had lost a little power because even when he falls, he kind of gets hurt a little. It looks he kind of not hurt, but he seems a little like, I don't know, his clothes are all ripped up and stuff. And Barry had just said, like, the speed force protects us all and whatever. But I think it's to show you that his powers are fading so that when he gets hit by the lightning, you're, it makes a little more sense. It doesn't, though. It's so weird. That was- and Wally's powers are weird to begin with because he started having them, and then his future version came to him yeah, came and, like, and told merged him with to- him. Yeah, yeah. No, it just told him how to do it and went away. I thought he, like, just, gave him his power no, then at well, that point. No, he, well, he, he kind of did and then just said, listen, you're a good kid. You keep going, and then disappeared, and then he played dodgeball. Playing fucking dodgeball with that fat kid that I said it's like Teen Wolf. Chubs. But yeah, I, I do like too. Where uh, August like, boy, I'm hungry, and I I like that. Yeah, that, that's uh, great. Humanizes the fucking superhero. That yes, we all know that Barry has to eat tons. You would have to the way they're zipping around and they're they're eating. They're back at the uh, at their office. I thought they were gonna go to like a, a fucking burger. Big place. Belly Burger. Yeah, they must have just gotten it to go. In the meantime, there's Iris fucking snooping. Yeah, she, and that's she, the thing too. Iris is snooping about and uh, at Star Labs. Yeah, wondering about this doctor. Was it Cadver? Uh, Doctor Carver. Carver. I'm sorry, but um, about this black hole. And I honestly forgot about the black hole because it's almost the same symbol as we had in the Green Arrow. And yep. you sent you even sent me a picture of your kid wearing that Dreamcatcher. Look, he's yeah. part of the black hole. Yep. He, I'm I like, said, <laughs> uh, rape has now become part of the black hole. And you wrote. To add, tell him to tell me what the hell is going on. And that's the thing. It's such a side note going on here. It's like. I, I don't know anything about these characters, yeah. and Iris is investigating, but the fun stuff that's going on is with August Hart right now, and even yeah, Wally. The thing is, I, I, I love this, because we didn't know who these guys were. It, it's such a forced thing that she's in, uh, doing it, but she's there, oh, what happened? And this guy's like, hey, off the record, there was guys that were fucking with the fucking speed force, they got fired, and that leads directly into what they said in that rebirth when uh, Barry told his dad, yeah, Star Labs... There, there's a uh, fucking embargo or something. They're not allowed to touch the speed force. These guys got caught fucking with it and got fired. And this all goes with me with, okay, now I get it. These guys were trying to, you know, go into the speed force. They were trying to make the speed, whatever they were trying to do. They were doing experiments on the speed force. They got the hell out. Then in that issue, the last issue, they were stealing chemicals that were the chemicals that caused Barry to become the flash when they got hit by lightning. But it's so weird. And then again, but then at the end, the lightning happened, and we didn't know. It was from them. They're making the speed force. They are. They have the speed force now. Well, I understand. They, I'm saying even that lightning, though, because they were just out and about. Like I, like uh, uh, Carver and this seems to be at a lab doing stuff. Like he's activating a machine, I would like to think, yeah. or whatever, well, for no, this lightning they, to strike. If, I don't even know that he's not in that fucking van. At the last time, they had all the chemicals they stole and equipment in that van. And then the van got blown up, and it caused an accident that was pretty much like Barry's. Right. And so that you set it up that whatever they were doing, they caused freaking that that explosion. Now, security guard knows a lot. 
I, I thought that it was very odd that they go up to a security guard and it's like, <laughs> oh, hey, I can't tell you that. But by the way, and he knows everything. And then not only does he know a lot, but the guy who walks by in the paramilitary equipment the somehow Labs knows paramilitary that. Equipment. Yeah, and, and freaking Iris just there. Hey, who was that? Nobody. She got lost. It's me. Tell hey, Carver there's problems. <laughs> like, really? How Does he know that the security guard knew all this info? Because if they did, why is he just the security guard? Also, if he knows there's trouble, those two guys should be dead. They should be like Henry and the Green Arrow. They know too much. Or at them. least fired for talking out of school. Talking out of school, they, they just sold out Carver. <laughs> He's the main guy. But yeah, I don't think Star Labs wants people knowing about that shit either, though. Yeah, really. And wh- yeah, why are these people? I, that is weird. I, the whole Iris thing to me was just the force bit so that you know. Yeah, you get a little bit Dr. more Carver, understanding about the black Carver, hole. Dr. Carver, definitely him and uh, some scientists were fucking around with the speed force and doing experiments on it and got fired. Uh, yeah, then Barry and August are Imagine, no, a bunch of scientists are working for Star Labs. They have a breakthrough with the Speed Force, but, oh, well, you're not allowed to do it. It's too fucking dangerous. They yeah, get no. shut down and, and fired. Remember why it got shut down? No. Batman. Batman told them they couldn't do it. The whole thing was that Batman went and told them that they're not allowed to screw with the Speed Force. So Batman shows up, shuts them down, and they're fired. So, like, a bunch of these scientists are sitting around in a bar. Man, it sucks not having a job. Yeah, we were doing some great research. How about we all get together and we call ourselves the Black Hole? The Black what? Hole. Where does this even come about? You call yourself the Black yes. Hole. you got to come up with a name. <laughs> Do you? You're a bunch you of gonna, What are you going to call themselves? Nothing. Uh, yeah, they, they, hired all, they hired all these people. They, they have all these paramilitary guys out there and fucking fighting with guns and shit. So they have to come up with some name. Uh, it definitely, well, here's the thing too. If we don't find out that that original, uh, storm that hit Barry wasn't their fucking problem either, I think there's a lot of truth, you know, that we're, we're now told later that the evidence that could have put away the, the killer for, from his brother, August Hart's August's brother, yeah. brother, was part in that, in the thing that got destroyed during Barry's accident. Obviously to me, that guy, who went walked free was part of something with these guys. I think it's all tied in, and I'm not, so, I'm not even. I'm not even. We'll get. I, I'll have to look. But I, I even think that uh, August's brother wasn't on the up and up either. I think that he had some shit going on. I don't think he's as good as August thought. I think that's going to. How come dare you? Up. That's August's brother. Yeah, I think that he just thinks his brother was great. I think he was involved with all this as well. But yeah, it's it's very odd that these guys made pretty much speed force lightning and the evidence was destroyed with his brother i think it's all connected in uh but yeah then they show him they're eating and august is talking about his brother again and telling him how you know he became a cop it seemed like we had seen all this before right right? but then we do get the whole idea that that the evidence was destroyed during the accident that made barry become the flash um, but also it's you're getting that point where August is saying, you know what, the system doesn't work all the time. Now I can do some shit. I can get shit done. And that's when Barry's like, listen, you're still a police officer. You're a police officer first. You have to get, you know, search warrants. This just because you have powers. He even almost says with great power comes great right. responsibility. He cuts off. In the meantime, also, he uh, Barry remembers that Kristen is no longer an intern. for six. <laughs> But also I like it, really. Barry was a dick. 
but it also shows that now that August is with him, that Barry definitely wanted somebody to work with. He wanted oh, yeah, another. That was, that's like he wanted another speedster. Yeah, he wanted another speedster. So even before he really even spells it out, you see that where he is, he's comfortable. He yeah. doesn't get sing a burger, but he remembers Kristen and all this, and he, he they get the, the stuff. But then Iris calls Barry because she has this info on Black Hole, and it's a weird thing where she wants to talk to August. And again, it, it makes it seem like August is a bad guy all of a sudden. He's giving out information. Guy, yeah, he's the guy who gives out information. Like, Barry would never do that, but can you give me August's number? And it's weird how Barry had this is so much. That's for you. It's weird how he hands him the phone that way. It's like, can I get he doesn't even say like, oh, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> that's for you. Like, he's pissed. But then Iris gets kidnapped by Black Hole. And that's when it's funny, too. Like I told you when I was telling you at work about the book, it's like Barry is almost like, listen, you got to slow down. You can't jump to conclusions. You can't be a jerk. You can't just zip off. Iris, boom, he yeah. takes off. And that's where you do see uh, Dr. Carver. And, yeah, he looks like a burn victim, too. But doing like, crazy but ass shit. He's doing crazy ass shit. He's doing that fucking minority report shit with the fucking air. He's moving shit around. He's fucking finding out with the, who's going to do what. That's definitely yeah. not a van. No. No, it's <laughs> their, their, uh, their lab. But, yeah, he, they were, he was out there getting the – they had stolen a bunch of things, and they were heading back to the lab when it got attacked. Um, in the meantime, we find out that they have some equipment because Barry goes to get Iris. They pull out a gun and pretty much take away. A speed I don't, I don't force know, sucker it's, gun? It's, yeah, it's like a speed force sucker gun, but it's, it, to me, it's like a neutralization gun. He still has the, the sparks around him, but it's, it's not functioning. I don't know, but this is a weird one where it does remind, it reminded both of us a bit. I, I think we talked about this, uh, of the early flash. When, oh yes. And it was um where's the guy I have it? Uh Darwin Ellis. Elias. Darwin Ellis trying it to bottle the Dr. Speed Darwin Force. Elias. He wanted to figure out the speed force at a point where uh Iris had disappeared in the speed force. A bunch of people had disappeared in the speed force. They were trying to figure it out. And this Darwin Elias was a actually started out as a pretty good guy. Yeah. He was helping Flash. Again, it was almost like Flash had a partner, but in the meantime he ended up using this uh, – it, it was like a genome gun that is what they called it, and it took Flash's powers, and it was supposed to help. But when he took the Flash's speed force, it pulled Barry into the speed force with the rest of the people, and he ended up filling these batteries with the speed force and actually saved uh, Central City. And everybody thought he was a hero, and he kind of went with that and tried to bash the Flash's name. And then he came back, and they had to fight and whatnot. Uh, in the feels meantime, feels like this a lot. Yeah, and in the meantime, um, he did something that you fucking hated. What's that? You even remember that was the guy who gave uh, the rogues their powers. Oh, that that's was the guy right. Who, who turned? He used that same genome gun to give Captain Cold actually cold and heat wave powers and heat wave. They, that and was, all them guys, Weather yep. Wizard. Yep, this is a guy who actually gave them their... And then Jeff Johns realized, yeah, I don't like this idea, so I'm going to take Captain Cold's powers away and give him a gun. Yeah, because yeah, it, it was we didn't like it. No. It was neat for a bit, uh, because they even had some like repercussions to it. and they, Like yeah. Heatwave was fucking burned up on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody was like do, uh, pretty good, except like everybody who had a problem with their powers, except for Captain Cold, it seemed like. Yeah, but even, like you said, this seems a lot like that. 
And that's way, way back. I mean, well, we're like talking, the first arc. We're talking the first arc of the Flash, and I really liked it. Uh, I didn't like the whole rogues getting powers, but I liked it in general. But it, it seems a lot like that. Um, but then you get Barry's in trouble at the point he told August to hold. Especially butt. when then people oh. came back, they had fla- uh, speed force powers. Yeah, they, Iris had speed force powers. A fucking sexy ass costume. I love. I even said in my review, if you go back on whatever issue that was, I'm like I hope from right now this is the most popular cosplay fucking costume. <laughs> Boy, she looks good. Uh, in the meantime, Barry had talked to August about getting, oh, like, hey, listen, now that you're out and about and you have speed force powers, you need a secret identity to protect your family. And I'm waiting. Here we go with the brother. He didn't actually say it then, like, I don't have family, Barry. But he kind of said, like, listen, I'm a cop. I deal with danger all the time. I don't need this nonsense. When he does show up to help Barry here, he has a costume on. He went and knitted it. And he's got the speed force. That's I, weird. It's weird, because- too. Well, do you think that this goes hand in hand with Wally saying that the Speed Force can make your costume? Yes. Do you think that he would know that, though? No, but there's something in my mind. For how much the family wanted him to have a secret identity. um, No, I'm saying I really think that he went and made this costume. Well, I think he did, too. But it's funny that he showed up that quick. Now he has the Speed Force. But remember, Wally really stressed that. Oh, you still make your costume? You still have that ring? Exactly. Freaking the Speed Force can make your costume. And I don't know if it was one of those. And they don't spell it out either way. They kind of just, oh, you have a costume now. Um, but it could have been one of those where it was like the adrenaline when an old lady picks up a car. When some, right, right. Like, he just took off to help Barry. And in the meantime, he knew he needed a costume and it made it. But they they really don't spell it out. It's the way he for some reason, though, he says he went and knitted it. I actually think he actually went and sewed together a costume. So do I. There's well, not I actually a lot going that. on with this costume. Looks like he put on a jacket, oh. put on some goggles. Put some flash fucking lightning bolts across. I like I, it. Even that. It looks like he just slashed it across the chest and wore a yellow now, shirt if you look, hoodie. Now, if you look, actually, I believe... That those are something he's going to use to attack people with. If okay. you look, they're they're uh, like bolted in and slipped through. They actually look like almost like they'd be flasherangs. But even these things are like rangs, I'm, I'm looking at this costume. If the Speed Force made you a costume, you think it would be a little yeah. bit like yeah. more aerodynamic? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The one thing though uh, that makes me laugh is it looks like he went to the the costume store and bought a Court of the Owls. That's what it, that's what reminds me. Doesn't of. it look like it looks like that, or maybe even a Batman type thing? I like it. I like the look. He I went think and stole it's it from cool. Calvin Rose. Yeah. Yeah. You know that I thought that was who had popped out and killed like March at one point. <laughs> I, I actually hope there was him and then he winks at us and goes away. Um, yeah, he comes. He's like, hey, this is one thing I learned and uses his fucking woo-woo-woo-woo-woo fist. It's Vortex fist. And yeah, it explodes the guys. And then he goes to go to Barry, who's still pretty much out of commission. And uh, the speed force from... Uh, August heals Barry. I like it. I like together it. for a little bit. It actually, it reminds me a lot of Jessica and Simon and Green Lanterns having, having the battery together. together that yeah. now you have set up that the Speed Force can heal another speedster. I think that is a setup. See, it seems later. that uh, Rebirth is all about working together. Yeah, especially teamwork. in this book. Yeah, teamwork. Because then he really likes it, and they even they even have a, a, a flashback, Eric. They have a fucking bashing that guy together. It's cool. It's very I like cool. it. it. The only thing that throws any of this off is the fact that you're waiting for August to turn bad. And I'm telling you, was, it's at this part where they actually said, like, you have the right to remain silent. And when they yeah. hit him, and it then made me really think up. of him as like, okay, he's going to take that cop initiative where he's yep. not going to be over the top, this bad guy, but actually act like Barry wants him to. Yeah. And yeah. I think 
I really wish uh, or hope that he goes by Hot Pursuit, like the freaking uh, the Bartholomew Allen for the pro- what, uh, prelude to. Uh, that's what I was saying when I came for. I said I think he's becoming Hot Pursuit, and <laughs> it really is skirting an issue here when they're like, "Oh, you got a costume, yep." And then Iris is there. Oh man, what's your name? I'm not ready for that. And I'm like, okay, everybody's going to jump to this. Oh, my God. He doesn't want to say Godspeed. I think it's the opposite. I think that if he says that he's Hot Pursuit, then you're like, what the fuck? He's not Godspeed. I really do hope that he's not. I I, I haven't really looked into the solicits. Like somebody might be yelling. They've already announced it, whatever. I, I think that this is one of those where I hope that it's not that obvious. And I think that I like this. And I also would like to see what happens. And Really, you have to set up why Wally would leave Central City and not work with Flash and go to the Teen Titans. You have to have something. And I think that if there wasn't another partner for that, you know, that initial time, I think Wally would stay. I think Wally would be there with Flash as Kid Flash. They'd fucking run around and do whatever. I I think this is going to say, like, hey, you don't want me. I I don't know. This is just out of my, out of my ass. But I also think that if things do go bad, you're either going to get that August wants to do a flashpoint to save his brother. Yeah. This issue is really seems to be pushing. I don't know why he would do this, but also go back and get the evidence that would get the killer. If somehow he realizes he cannot save his brother, the next thing will be to go get that evidence. And he goes and fucks with that. Barry might not be the flash anymore. And I think that's where you get a, a story down the line of a you know hey you're not going to stop me you know he even says it here if you could figure out a way to to save your mom you would and barry kind of stuck like whoa 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 whoa." you know i I don't have anything to say about that i'm gonna keep time Uh, travel to myself but and if right there it seems like you know august is learning some things if he realizes that he can do that he's going to want to do that in the meantime Barry is going to keep him away from that, and and August is going to look at that as like, you motherfucker, you didn't tell me that I could do this, that the one person that I've told you and the readers a trillion times that I love and miss, and and you're going to keep that from me, you son of a bitch. And then you you could even get to the thing like, listen, I tried to do this with my mom. It fucked everything. Yeah, but you didn't know what I know, or you did this or that. Honestly, with them spelling out that the the guy who like killed his brother who got off Billy Parks, I think he's gonna just go off the deep end and try to get revenge on Billy Parks. Yeah, I I, I actually think that he might try doing something along the lines of a this is what Barry would want me to do and fuck everything up. Right. Uh, and. Or, like I said, there's something that they're they're throwing this whole evidence being destroyed the night of the yeah. accident if for something. It's either something that Black Hole is going to want to do or August is going to want to do. But it, it definitely seems to me that it would lead to the danger of Barry never becoming the Flash. And, uh, yeah, then at the you get the whole deal where at the end, uh, Dr. Carver kind of gets the call. Hey, shit's happening. Uh, there's Flash save Iris. Now. Uh, what's going on? And Dr. Carver's like, it's time. Hit the switch. Fucking speed force, uh, fucking lightning. Throughout Central storm. City. And this is what we had been talking about in these first two issues about if people didn't realize this the was Flash coming, League. That the, uh, yeah, that there's going to be a bunch of speedsters affected. And they really spelled it out before that not all of them are going to be good. They're, they're playing the game of these are normal people. Some people are bullshit. Some people are nice. Some people don't care. Uh, it's some reason it's Wally. 
One of them's Wally. I think he'll be good, Eric. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's. I I made the joke before where I'd seen like professional athletes where uh you know you have a bad guy and they think oh you know what we're gonna draft him because when we draft him he's gonna become a trillionaire he'll be a good guy then a bad guy's a bad guy yeah a bad guy with a billion dollars is a bad guy with a billion dollars yeah, Mike right. so yeah and. That's why I think you're going to have this where we had set up where we thought August was going to be, you know, the worst. Oh, my God, he's going to go and just kill people. There's going to be one or two people in this crowd that might be like that. Well, it's almost like talking about Detective Comics, though, where we had uh, Kate Kane's father there. It's like, he can't be the bad guy. That's too obvious. It has to be a red herring like I think August is. Yeah. Uh, Like, he's going to say that he's going to be the bad guy. When we talk later with Kate's dad, even that – it, we thought it was a red herring, and while it wasn't, it was a twist on what is going on, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's an organization that's a little different than we thought. But, yeah, I, I hope that August – I like him. I Good actually boy. like I like the connection with him and Barry. I, I like that Barry likes him. And like I said, freaking Wally's leaving town, and I like Flash having a partner. I would rather it be Wally, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I give it an 8.5, and that is by far the best – uh, uh, number I've given this this rebirth of Flash. Oh, yeah. And I really like the art. And I really did like I know you don't like Black Hole, but I like that all of a sudden he did pull out something from the rebirth issue, and now it makes sense what he was talking about. Because even then I thought that they had pulled that out because later they would experiment on the thing. That you had to pull that out, but it makes right, sense right. to set that up. And I like that. I like that he set up something Two issues ago, and it paid off. You kind of, you got what Black Hole kind of is a little more without having to really go in any explanation. We know they fuck with the Speed Force, and now we know they can cause Speed Force lightning. Apparently. God yeah. damn, it goes everywhere. Yeah. Like, what is this going to get you, and, Dr. Carver? Well, that's the, again, that's the thing about it is to me, is this was always their plan. Whatever they were going to do, they were always seemed to be doing this. This just upped the ante, and they had to do it now. Yeah, and they had been working on this. They had stolen the stuff. They had done the experiments. I think that they personally are trying to make a speed force army of themselves, and I think some of the people will go with him. There's going to be some pieces of shit that just want money or whatever. No, I've said I like this issue way more than I've liked any other ones. Um, yeah, the art at times was a little sketchy to me, but overall, I liked it. I think I'd yeah, give this seven point eight. Yeah, I I really liked it, and. It just gave me uh, hope that I'm. I really did like August in this. Yeah, I did too. That's and again, is he setting us up to like him because he's going to turn it on? I I hope not as well because I I really do like it. But we are going to stop for a break, and we'll be back with uh, two comic, oh three comics, right? We don't yes. have a lot tonight. No. We we did a couple of these ahead of time. Makes us you know only stay up till five a.m. Oh god! But we'll we'll be back in a minute. Boots and pants and boots and pants. New shoes. Get yourself an outfit. Denim. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Haircut. New shoes. So get yourself back to school with these tails. And we're back, huh? Are we? We are back. Oh my goodness. That's all I want. Just fart sounds. This one's called Hinder Reminder. This one's called the door jam. 
How about this one? The, the Laurel and Farty. Okay. How about the Mudslide? I don't like the Mudslide. Uh, unfortunately, me and the Mudslide have a long-standing relationship, Eric. How about this one's called, Would You Like Ketchup? And Would you like ketchup, huh? For the last one is the Rusty Hinge. Do you like that one? No. And again, that wasn't the last one, because now I'm going to play the dotting the eye. Actually, I thought the dotting the eye would be something like that with another real quick one. Yeah. Right? The dot. How about the long and winded road? It won't end. That, I, I think I, I'm done, Eric. I have now done the best thing on the podcast I've ever done. <laughs> it, it doesn't end. Jesus Christ. I would have already called the ambulance by that point. It's like the, those, the, you know, if the erection lasts more. No, if a fart lasts more than that, you, there's colon and fucking intestines coming out. And I don't want That's that. How about sock right there. How about in a, a Bob Seeger reference, the night moves. <laughs> what do you think of that? I was really afraid it was going to be as long as the night moves. How about the tuna melt madness? What do you what do you think the tuna melt madness will sound like? Wet. Wet? The tuna melt madness. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it had that. Uh, how about shave and a haircut? <laughs> what would you think shave and a haircut? Shave and a haircut has to sound like shave and a haircut. Do you think that it would be something playing with two bits? That it would be like... Oh, yes. <laughs> you think? Let's hear. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the two bits, Eric. How about the unsinkable Molly Brown's undergarment? That was the shave and the haircut part. Yeah. Do you think that was shave and a haircut? Two bits. Two bits. <laughs> the macaroni and squeeze. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that one. Neither am I. I, I but I do like... Men in brown. Oh, that was that was very quick. That sounded like at the middle. You're like, oh shit! You tighten <laughs> up the ass cheeks and you start fucking. I need a sound effect of running and then the toilet flushing, <laughs> and then the, actually the running, the toilet flushing, and then the guy walking down again to fucking clean his soiled garments. <laughs> that would how it end. Uh, we're back, Eric. We're back. Oh Where my goodness! Back? All week. This week, I'm not going to even read the books. I'm going to gather up soundboards. I want to make my own soundboard that has you on it with your laughing and your chuckling. I want some farts. I need some sneezes. I, I don't know. What else do I need? You, you tell me. What, what do we need for a soundboard? Because this is the ultimate fart soundboard. I do like <laughs> this one. Old Sparky Air. <laughs> Old Sparky. Well, uh, what what else do we need? You I don't even know anymore. All I have is farts on the mind. Yeah, you just have. How about this one? You like this? Wait, here we go. AIDS. Do you like that? I wish it was a little bit better, but yes. How about my man? That was my it. man. Uh, how about this? I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> I love you Mr. No, as we as we talk about this on the Sunburg I have, I do not see uh, Mr. Poopy uh, Butthole. Oh really? I need some That's Mr. a shame. Butthole. 
Uh, here. Best character. Resort Field. There's Resort, Resort Field. Uh, yeah, I do not see. Uh, oh, I do like this one, though. Baby legs. Here we go. <laughs> it's a little baby legs there. I think this is all from season one. Yeah, uh, I'm looking. I do, I do not see. Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Sound effects indeed. How about this? Uh, I'm not even going to go with this. There's another fart one that I did not like. But yeah, uh, how about who is this, Eric? <laughs> who is that? I don't know. How about this? DC. See, I could use this for the podcast. DC. This is Roger? That is Roger. Because that one sounded weird, but I, I realized the ahs. You owe me thirty two fifty. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have it all. Oh, I don't drink anymore. Already less. Oh, and also on this, no, you bitch. You need that. Do not have that. I I know. I have to get my own. Bitch, you You don't even know. You don't even know. But Mr. Poopy Butthole, you have to have him. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I also want a lot of sound effects. The uh, racial kiss. The or interracial kiss. I'm sorry, and stuff like that. Oh, snap. We got that. I, yeah. Everything. We're going to have it so good, Eric. Just, everybody just strap in, strap on. It's going to be, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Detective <laughs> Comics number 936. You know what? In general, what I thought about this. Let me pull up the board. Jesus Christ. There you go. Actually, that is, that is false, Eric. That is false, though. You didn't actually it, shit your pants there? Now, I will tell you that I had an issue because my preview copy I got had a couple pages missing. Yeah. I almost pulled a Eric Shea in a Dark Knight 3 book. Did you read that freaking There's some added pages. And, and I, I laugh at you. I did the same exact thing the first issue. <laughs> I didn't even know there was. And I'm looking at people like, oh, that epilogue. Oh, my goodness. What? What the, the hell are you talking huh? about? The minute I see any sort of thing in a book that I don't like especially – that uh, I think it's ended. Oh, it's ended. It's well, that's like Scooby and Apocalypse. I and I didn't review it. So it wasn't a thing. Scooby Apocalypse, I reviewed, so I knew there was extra. I go, yeah, sometimes I don't. But this actually, my, my preview copy ended at a spot that was perfect cliffhanger ending was when uh, Kate's dad was revealed and said, I, I'm doing my duty. There was no other. And I thought, boy, you know what, what it would sound like when you're doing your duty, Eric? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What would it it sound like, Jim? It didn't work, Eric. Oh, it didn't work. It It didn't work. What are you saying? What did I say? Doing the duty. (laughs) Damn right. It worked, didn't it? I muted it at one point. (laughs) I'm new to to the sound effects game. And you always gave me shit for the news. Well, it's hard to uh, pull this stuff up. When I'm breathing as well, I need some. I need some new way to get all these sounds. We need a soundboard, not a soundboard, but I need to make my own like flash-based soundboard. It'd be so good. Yeah. Detective Comics number nine thirty-six. You know what I thought about this? Act? Written by James Tyne in the fourth, art by Alvaro Martinez, Raúl Fernandez, Brad Anderson, and Mar- Marilyn Patrizio. Patrizio. You know what I, when I say Marilyn Patrizio, you know what else I need? I need a little dice. I need some dice sounds hey. as well. Hey. Oh, that's all you need. Let's go. Yeah. It's funny. I, I kept telling Reggie and you that we needed a soundboard. And when I tried earlier today to get this going, it failed. Epic fail. In fact, I would like to put the 
uh, epic fail sound going, but it's it's failing as well now. But I said to Reggie, oh, man, it's not working. I was oh, so excited. And he's like, why do you need this? You and Eric just yell out your fucking quotes anyway. <laughs> Pretty thin rigs. <sighs> Detective Comics continues being one of my favorite rebirth titles with some great character moments. And while this issue only ends with the promise of kick-ass action, it's still a pretty thrilling ride, Eric. It is a roller coaster of emotions. Almost a love letter to Batman fans, isn't it, Eric? Batman fans. Getting a lot of Batman, aren't you, in this book? That's why I like it. I don't 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 really care for this issue that much. I don't want Batman in this book. He really? doesn't have to be. No, he's in every other fucking book in the whole DCU. That's just why he's so they, popular. Yeah, but this is why they set up a team that he trusts Kate. I think that when this is done, this arc, I don't expect to see Batman in this book a lot. Uh, that's but that's crazy. because, yeah, why, uh, what would he be doing? Selling comic books? No, I'm saying, what would he be doing in the story? If Kate is still what we think she's going to be leading, unless she completely goes and she's off and then people will be pissed. But you're not going to have a whole run where she's just pissed because Batman keeps telling her what to do. There's so much setting it up that she's going to, they're going to be by themselves. Huh. But that's because we find out while Batman is a great judge of character, Kate is not. You can pick your friends, Eric. You can pick your nose. You can certainly pick your ass. I can pick can't my friends' pick, nose if they let you me. You can't pick your family, Eric. can't pick your family. And that is what is going to end up screwing Kate in the end. Uh, we start up the issue, and I wish that I could say that I have the issue loaded up. Because I don't, Eric. So you, you start talking. Tell me about this book, Eric, while I load this issue up. Okay, we start out with Kate giving a background of uh, her drill sergeant when she was in the Army. Yep. And it's very cliche, though, where you have this over-the-top drill sergeant who you find out is actually a good guy in the end, even though he had to put on this whole front yeah, to make sure that weird. she was I don't ready. Even, I really don't even get that he's a good guy. Oh, uh, I think he's one. good Number one, because all all he does say, never says he likes her, never says he's doing anything because he thinks she's special. He says, you know what, I yell at you guys so you can become leaders. Yeah. He says a shit. Plus, if you really want to look into it, I think that's the guy that gets her kicked out. Somebody, is, somebody you know, blows the whistle on her and gets her kicked out of the army. And I don't think anybody that she looks back at the army, she looks at back as a good guy. I think that that is another one where she is very pissed off about Batman, and Batman's a dick. He is. I don't think that she likes Batman per se, but he's doing kind of the, you know, kind of the same thing in his own way to make her a leader. I don't think she likes it. And in fact, it never worked because she still doesn't know how to lead and goes and calls Renee Montoya because she's fucking, and Renee Montoya's like, God damn it, every time you fucking call me, you got an issue. That's the thing. Why don't you want to fuck? All you want to do is ask me personal yeah, questions. Montoya shows up. She's ready for a good time. Yeah. There's no good time here. And she leaves. <laughs> she's like, I got shit to do. Uh, the one thing. Oh, that God. I really... Kate's feeling pouty again. Yep. Fuck. Yeah, I'm out. Geez, you know, when you get the call from Kate at 2 a.m., if you're not into uh, trying to run her life for her, she she's like, you know, if you had like, say your girlfriend, Jess, had a friend that only called Eric when she had problems. Imagine that. Only, only called anytime she had problems. Never calls any other time, but just happens to call when she's lonely or somebody was mean to her. I, I know this takes a lot of yeah. and imagination for you. Right. Yeah, I just sit, if that was the case, I'd just sit back. Oh, if say, that was the case. That friend is fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't even know why yeah, you're no, going to hang out. I think what you would say is, that's no friend. And yeah. 
where this goes into where as a kid I used to hear everybody hears a friend in need is a friend indeed. I am such an idiot and think the wrong ways of things. I actually thought that a friend is only a friend if they're needy. I actually thought that. And I'm like, boy, Jess might have some really good friends then, wouldn't Seriously. You? Same with my wife. Tanya has a lot of them as well. These people call with their problems. Next thing yeah, you know, they're the, moving in. Yeah, 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 really. Uh, the, the only thing in this part that I don't like, because I don't see the cliche would be like, I'm hard on you because I like you and I see you. No, this is like, this is more like, I, I'm hard on you because you're going to have to fucking be tough and make decisions and you, you know, that's why I do. So when you have to, you look back at this and know that you're not a fucking baby. And yeah. I, I didn't mind it. it. It was, it's there just to give Kate's mindset of how, how she was kind of made to be along with her piece of shit dad who seems to just be mean. The one thing that I don't like though, I really, I don't like the way they're skirting around the issue that she got a dishonorable discharge for being gay. And almost to the point now that they don't even want to say it. No, not at all. It doesn't seem like She just keeps saying it. She just keeps saying, yeah, you know, they gave me a dishonorable discharge because of who I am or what I like to do. And it manship on the site. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's like, what is she talking about? Why did she get discharged? And the fact is I put, well, it's because she was gay. Now I'm not even sure. (laughs) <laughs> I'm thinking I'm jumping to conclusions now and that they're, they're changing it around. But, you know, that's yeah, what it was. This guy. Yeah, that's what it was. So, and it's the arm has changed now. You can come back. But, yeah, that's what her dad said. And I liked the whole thing because I, I always liked it because her dad, even in this, he, he is a piece of shit. He loves his daughter. It doesn't matter what he does here. He does love his daughter. He just has a fucked up way of trying to make her life better and try to help her out. Uh, but I think for the most part, what he's doing here in this whole thing, he really does think that he's doing the right thing. And I'm, he's I'm just very, a military the guy. The thing is, though, I'm very confused about what's actually going on in this book. What's going on? You want me to tell you what I think's going on? You, you better watch out, fucking Riddler and fucking whoever's around. They're going to fucking kill everyone. No, I I'm saying, though, they, but like what I'm saying is, is this actually something that the military is funding? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so weird. Thing. He is legitimately still in the army. Yeah, I, I said, but this seems like something that they wouldn't go with. It seems like no, it's I, outside, like almost like a secret military no, sect. I, I think that deciding to take things in their I own think hands. That it might be a little black ops, right? But no, it seems like it's full out army, and that what they're doing is Batman is fucked around too much, and they'll probably throw in the whole thing. Oh, Endgame, yeah, he was playing his little game with the Joker. Well, fucking this amount of people died. Yeah. Oh, and then he he goes in and the Riddler fucking took over in zero year. And then when he had the chance to kill him, he didn't. And now the guy gets out again. It's it's playing, I think, back as the cliche, really, of all this is the well, honestly, Batman after, won't kill. So everybody keeps coming. It's injustice again. After zero year, though, I think Batman might have given Riddler some brain damage because all he does now is play with drones. It's nonsense. <laughs> he, he stopped telling riddles and yeah. fucking getting involved in shipping. <laughs> And I don't mean that shipping, but yeah, uh, they go back. So I do. This is yeah, uh, you know, uh, while Kate is out there, it, it's a very weird scene to me. But it is, you know, you want to show that Kate is a hard ass. She has her doubts. She doesn't trust herself. But it, it is kind of weird because she comes off pretty bad. Like Renee leaves and is like, yeah, I'm not involved in this. Yeah, you know, fuck I, off. And, now. and to me, this is why we're not together anymore. Well. 
that and I really think that this is like to tell people that they aren't getting back together because Renee Lee is like almost like, you know, lose my fucking number. I'm That's not it. I'm sorry. Like, I'm like bullshit. Maggie moved to Metropolis. Renee's oh. like, no, fuck off. I'm out. Yeah, I, I think that this is only so that people don't keep saying like, why isn't she dating? Why she she will. But I don't think it's going to be worth Renee now. Renee, no. like I said, she doesn't want. And then She's uh, over it. She don't need that drama. Yeah, uh, yeah it's all drama. It's drama. Drama. Uh, it's drama. Uh, she gets a call from uh, Tim. So funny when that popped up. I didn't. I didn't realize it was the Red Robin symbol. Yeah, I, I. So it's funny. She's like, "How did you get this number? Well, if you got the number, how do you have the fucking symbol there? You, you have to have him as a contact, right?" I don't know how his hacking skills work. I don't either, but it looks like she has him as a contact with yeah. the fucking symbol. And she's like, how did you get this number? Really? You were, I'm in there. We're on a team. You son of a bitch. We're a team together. It's your cell phone. I have access to a supercomputer. So funny that she's that mad about that. Like, what is this, her like secondary phone that she only calls Renee and her other squeezes at 2 a.m.? Only Renee. Uh, That's Renee's phone. Yeah. That's what she calls it. That's right. Yeah, really. She has like 17 phones at home. Maggie. Oh, I got <laughs> to stop that plan. She moved to Metropolis. She got caught once with a bunch of freaking texts from somebody. She's like, never again. I'm going to have a specific yeah, phone for each person yep, I'm around. Yeah, yeah, she keeps getting caught. <laughs> she was watching chat roulette on that phone. <laughs> That's the chat roulette phone. They're like, who is CR? Yeah, don't worry don't about you, that. Don't you fucking don't worry. worry about that. And who's CB? Well, that's Chatterbait. I'll tell you that because everybody loves that. I'm looking at this guy, Eric Shea. This guy can suck his own cock. It's amazing. Leave it. Uh, Never yeah, finish, though. No, no. Always leave you hanging. Never finish. Um, it's uh, This is one thing that always drives me nuts in comics. It, it's just a little thing. But this goes in almost like uh, from Convergence for a little shout-out to our man Manship where uh, Telos kept going around like, you know what my name is, and then an explosion would go off and you completely forget. I hate that Red Robin calls him and just says, it's that important. It's not important that I know your number. I need you in the belfry now. And it always drives me nuts that he, you wouldn't say, like, Batman's in trouble. Uh, Batman's fu-. – it always gets me that they do that so that you can have the big reveal the next page. I, I, that, the why? thing that bothers me is that we get to the next page and on the computer, where are these camera angles coming from? Uh, I only, watching Batman I only get just get that they, they have cameras everywhere except where they really need them. Like, where did they take him at yeah. the camera's end? Or maybe I, they don't spell it out. Maybe so there's, there's this one camera colony did that's it and down they, on the ground. I, yeah, one's on the ground. The others are like from behind this angle. One shows, oh, I see Batman getting kicked in the fucking face like I did on the boardwalk, Eric. That's right. It's bringing back bad memories. This whole thing, if you really saw beforehand, one of the guys from Colony asked, who, is that your boy? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fucking kicking ass. I didn't know that Colony was Amish Puerto Rican. Uh yeah, actually, it's funny, too, because they're watching this, like, holy shit, that's military form. And, and all you see in the background is a foot to Batman's face. And what drove me nuts in this whole thing is, oh, this is weird. I, I don't know. If this was you, Eric, and they call me into work, hey, you got to get here quick. I show up and they have video. I am not just talking around. I'm like, we got to get fucking going. Who are these people? We, let's go. We got to get out of here and start finding things out. They're just having a chat. They're, while they, Batman they have never seen Batman take a beating. Living, they yeah. find it cathartic. Yeah, because they're just like, 
at one point, neither of them are looking. We got to watch this shit elbow to the end. Face, but they're like, and it's almost uh, Kate Kane might as well get out the thing. She's John Madden here. And now you got here. That's the military form here. And boom, you got that. <laughs> it's all this John Madden stuff where she's telling Tim, I think that all Tim needs to know is Batman is getting the shit kicked out of him. And we don't know where he is because that's what drove something. me nuts. It drove me nuts. Until the end, and because I got a copy that didn't have the last couple of pages, <laughs> I was left wondering, where the fuck is Batman? That you people are just there like, oh, at this point, they're just talking. They should be like, is he dead? It, he might be dead. Everything I've seen here on these videos, I'm assuming they have killed him because he looks knocked out at points. I think they've sliced his throat and threw him in the river. And they're just talking, oh, you know what? They're part of an organization named The Colony. That's all we know. You know what else you don't know? Where is Batman? But John, you think a, Batman's dead at this point? I thought Orphan died later on. Yeah, well, at the where we're here now, where Tim is going to talk to Kate, which is probably the best conversation in this whole series, the best conversations have been between Tim and Kate about Batman. And again, the, I like the way that Tynan is going with this, because in the other books, you're having Batman come full out, even in uh, Nightwing, where he's like, oh, you know what? Thanks a lot, buddy. Give me a fucking high five. Fist bump me. He's very happy uh, and trusting. And in his book, he's trust. In this book, we don't have him. Instead, we're getting all that through Tim to Kate. And Tim is like, hey, you might be in charge, but I know Batman. And this is what he does. And I love this part where she, he says, listen, he's a dick. He really is tough to work for because he's always right. He wants to control everything. But the one thing I've learned is he does not let you in unless he trusts you. Yeah. And and he's never wrong there. He knows people. He He's always right. And this also goes to me is it also goes with Clayface. And I, I actually it made me happy for some reason. I'm like. He knows that Clayface is a good guy. He wouldn't have let him in. He, he, Tim's right. He wouldn't. It's just so weird, though. Just it is weird. Trusting Clayface. It's it's weird, but I guess that's the thing. And it, this is also to me. It really stresses the point of Kate goes to get her dad. Her dad was not invited in by Batman. No. Batman has invited everyone here to be in this team because he knows and trusts them, including Clayface. Not that dad. Not the Colonel Kane. He didn't invite him, and she well, let him. Wayne's don't get, don't get along. The whole thing, it makes sense to me of what she thinks is happening. She sees these guys attack. They're attacking with military precision. They don't have it yet. She does not trust herself enough to, to get these guys in shape and get a plan. So she calls her dad, and it's an awful, awful mistake. And we go. And, and uh, the other thing, just little asides. They so they show when they're getting the uh, the call from the bat signal right. things, and I like that. Have you been to McDonald's lately? Inside, I know you don't. I, go I don't go inside. They actually have a little disc they give you when you order, and you go and sit down, and it buzzes when your order's ready. If that's it's what a it fancy means. fucking restaurant. All it's of a really odd. Uh, yeah, uh, it's McDonald's. McDonald's. And it's Not funny. I say fancy restaurant. I'm thinking like Red Lobster. That's I know. how fucking no, trashy you're, you're I am. Thinking of Applebee's. <laughs> Freaking the uh, uh, fucking what friendlies, but yeah, uh, the the problem is is the our buzzer didn't work and they had to come find us, so it failed. But uh, well, <laughs> the buzzer it, didn't work. No, it didn't didn't buzz. And uh, so Cassandra's up there. She's in, the, and I like this because you see what she's doing in this. If you have the book open, do you have the book open? Yeah. She's at the she's at the ballet, 
And that really, that leads into what her and Harper did in oh, yes. uh, Batman and Robin uh, Eternal that I, and this I is, didn't even notice that when I first read it. She was just out. on like, like a beam. Yeah, looking yeah. Was looking. yeah. She's on a beam looking at, and I really think that like this keeps adding like the things that first off, I think she is quote unquote in love. I think she loves Harper, but it also, I yes. like, because this is like, that was a good time, even though it went completely horrible. Oh my there. God. But it, it's, you know what I mean? She's like, oh man, those are the good times. Which they may be. <laughs> but yeah, went wrong. But yeah, then you have. Yeah, she didn't have to she, kill anybody while she was yeah. watching the ballet. Yeah, but I like it. It's like that, that nice thing. Because if you remember. No, it's a good callback. In that, in that, um, it really affected her. That ballet. Yeah. Cassandra. And, uh, but then yeah, you have, uh, Stephanie looks like she, she might have been drinking the night before. She's really upset. And she wakes up. When I the think sick. she's just sleepy as hell because of all that training that Batwoman made him do. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't seem like anybody else is tired. Well, she's a fucking. She was out partying. She was out actually <laughs> before we knew it. Kate called her up. They went to that bar. You, who knows what went on there? But yeah, she's all tired. Nobody else is. And uh, there you see, there's my man Clayface. I can't he believe he's going, actually going for an audition. He was going for an audition. And that's I like funny. they say Mr. Hagen because that's what yeah. his name was. Uh, like another version of Clayface. You know what the best is? Mr. Hagen, is it? Uh, y- yeah, that's definitely my real name. He's so <laughs> bad at it. He's so bad. What kind of actor uh, are you, Basil? But then, yeah, then there's Colonel Kane. There's a call for you. And he's like, that's my girl. And I just, it's so, it, it gets me so angry. And yes, you, you said it couldn't be him. It's too set up, but, and they kept, uh, they're all going there and you see Cassandra's going and, and of anybody, we haven't gotten enough Cassandra in this book. Um, we've gotten a lot of the other That's guys. That's the problem with her because there's not a lot to do with the character. Well, you, you can't. Want her there, but talk. yeah. But she does kind of, she says, you know, phrases and no, and, but she sees, it's funny too, because she's going there, she's gonna go and meet them, she's having a good time, just flying around, she has that crazy move that looks like she's a, a fucking lead singer in a heavy metal band sliding across the stage. Power slide. Yeah, the power slide. Um, but yeah, then she sees these jets go by, and I was like, what's going on? Because she sees the jets go by, and then she puts her mask down, like, she's ready. Yeah, uh, she she knows she's not just jumping to conclusions. Jets are inbound. She knows some yeah. shit's going down. She's ready. I don't know where they're they're landing, Eric. But uh, Stephanie goes, and then she shows up, and they're still watching Batman get the shit out of him. And he's like, and she's like, love watching that video. Yeah, and she's like, is that Batman losing? And they're all stunned, except Clayface loves it. It's like, boy, that was a good punch, and he's pointing. Just like, yeah, would have yeah. liked to get, get a good hit in. Yeah, yeah, he would have liked to do that. But that's when Kate's like, basically, listen. And it is kind of a Batman moment. Listen, Batman got you guys all together. There's a reason. We haven't really told you. Yes, they they were told they're going to fight, you know, quote unquote, the evils of Gotham. And, and they had to go. And, and that's why I think, like, again, that's why I think it's spelled out. I don't think Batman's going to be around too much. Because why would you have a team like this if you had Batman? Yes, he's going to help. But it seems like they'll be on their separate things. But she's like, listen, somebody has been watching us, every one of us. They've been watching, uh, keeping you. That's why you were picked, because they're watching you guys. Don't know why they're watching Clayface. Um, but also, this is a bigger thing. I'm scared about it. Uh, here's my dad. He's going to help us. He's not helping. Now, no, I it's will... It's just so weird her spelling this out again. I know it's for the reader, but this is something I think they would have sat down and discussed no, after they you know, put the team together. Batman didn't want them. 
Batman didn't want them to know. He told her, I believe in either the rebirth or whatever. They don't need to know what we're doing yet. I don't know what it is myself. And then he went off. That was pretty much the last we saw because he didn't know himself. He didn't want them to know anything and get scared or right, right. Uh, wrong information. Went off, he went off cocked. to go find out. Yeah, I'll let you know what's going on, but just don't tell him. Just train him. Get him ready. And he went off so that she spells it out. Now, in the meantime, I forgot something that I really liked earlier where Tim said, listen, Batman is a dick. I told you, they, you know, he trusts people. What should we do? And they do the what would Batman do? And they do the opposite. And I loved it because they're like, OK, Batman trusts us. What he would do is keep it quiet. Me and yeah. you go out and go, I'm not going to do that. What do you and, and Tim's like, what do you want to do? Call everyone. And they get everyone in. And uh, again, kind of led to a mistake because she got her father because in the meantime, they're wondering where Cassandra is. They have no idea. And then they hit the video for the roof, and she is there kicking some ass, Eric. I love seeing her fight. It's so good. And she is just beating the shit out of everyone. They're watching. They see what's going on. Odd that they don't head up there right away. They're just like watching. They just like watching people get the shit beat out of them. They do, because this is right above on the roof. And they're just like, ah. And it's not even like, oh, five people? She's going to kill them. And the other thing that I like they hit the video and you see the video of the mass coming down. Yeah. It happened before. It was very odd. But yeah, then you see piece of shit Colonel Kane. He's going to do something. He's like, I'm going to do, you know, I'll check it out. He puts in his little zip drive and he lets down the defenses and in comes the fucking paramilitary fucking colony to get him. And that's when he's like, what are you doing, dad? My I don't know what the dude. offensive shielding is. Yeah. I just think it was a force field. You know, it's so weird. And then uh, he's like, I'm doing my duty. That's where my preview copy ended. And <laughs> that's a great cliffhanger, right? It's a great cliffhanger. It's so good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing this. I a- actually ended up having the print copy. So I'm reading that because I do get those later. But they send us the digital early. So I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, wait a second. There's more. <laughs> and it did, it did resolve. My main issue with this was I didn't know what Batman, where Batman was. Still upset that they didn't seem to care beforehand. But they do ask uh, the Colonel because then Cassandra comes in. She's kicking fucking ass. And then they just kill her. It looked. Oh, they, yeah. they shoot her. And it's an odd thing. Again, this is such a weird like way they want to fool you because it looks like there are uh, shells. Why are there shells if they're shooting tranquilizer darts? Well, you something you know has to propel saying? those, but no. The, the, the amount of tranks are in her, I'm thinking it's like, all right, she's yeah. dead. I don't know that I ever have seen a tranquilizer gun that shoots out shells. I don't know an Why automatic tranq gun. Why would the darts be in shells? I don't know. They would just be darts. It, it was to fool us. We thought she was dead. I actually thought she was. I thought they were like, okay, we haven't had much of her. She is we a tough build the, We build this team up just to knock it down. Yeah, she is. She is a tough character. Like you said, uh, uh, Slipknot in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. You don't think you're going to see him that much. No, no. He's always have like, that character you can throw out. Exactly. Oh, he's he's going to have his head off. blow up. Yeah, he's going to take off and they're going to press the button and fucking. Is it Flag? Who's the, the yes. guy? They're dealing. Yeah. He's pressing the button. It's done. Uh, but yeah, then you have Kate and her dad kind of talking about things. Her dad has a uh, Independence Day type speech with a <laughs> background telling her the city's on fire. And yeah, torn up American flag. He's like they, and even before then, they were trying to figure out what was going on and like, oh, these people must. Uh, I didn't even notice too in that background that's in the shape of America. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like America. 
America. He's giving us a fucking speech, but they have taken over the, the computers. Tim's trying to break in before even when they were trying to figure out who Colony was and the fucking Colonel came makes it worse that he knows all along. And he's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, it was, you know, these people are not, they don't think Batman's bad. It's just they don't like his methods. They think that he doesn't I, get things done as good. So they think he's soft and yeah. he's one man. Uh, the mil- a military guy like Kate's dad would think that the military would do things better. So right, basically, here, here, this- it is, here it is. We've built in uh, into something better with military force and funding. So okay, yeah. yeah. So it it's one of those there. He has always been against. He probably heard of this. Maybe he even came up with it and, and proposed it. But he really thinks that with a military army of guys trained like Batman, uh, they can do a lot more good. Though you get the idea they're gonna. It's gonna be martial law pretty much in Gotham, and it's gonna be. I, I wouldn't know what he's talking uh, about though, because like there's there's real enemies out there, even worse than he's imagined. We're fighting a war on a scale he can barely comprehend comprehend against a foe he's ignored and that war has come to gotham like who are you talking about well let's yeah i next it's gotham and gotham girl it's not gonna tie in but uh yeah it's one of those things you do get the idea that they think and they even have their shit's going down the next day they say we're gonna you know do the strike in the meantime they he says to them listen you, you can keep your team you can come with us and continue training them and just be part with us. And if you don't want to do that, they can even train with our military guys here, the colony, and they could be one of them. And Kate's like, no, you know, let's fucking let's play ball there. Fucking, uh, Clayface, and I love it, too, because it does remind me a lot of that when they were in space. Yeah. But they go around and they're going to escape through Clayface. And when they do, he, he envelopes them in, in his like clay group. in a ball. Uh, opens up a hatch on the bottom and they go and and still Kate's dad thinks that she'll be back that don't worry she'll be my back my daughter can't do anything on her own and, she'll and be back and really I hope that that is not the case I hope that we were setting up the whole thing with the military thing earlier and her getting kicked out and this is finally when she can bust loose of her dad and this control and him thinking that she's not done well because really he's not doing the good thing here um, but yeah, I liked it. I, I did like it. The one thing that was odd was them just watching Batman the whole time, getting the shit kicked out of him. I liked the Tim and Kate thing. I liked the progression we've gotten with Batwoman. And I love that Clayface is involved more than I thought he was going to be. In this, he's not just the, you know, the fucking comedy relief. He actually right. saves their ass. And I like that. And I like that also that he was able to be Clayface. I was afraid that he was going to go back in that persona that he was getting his, uh, what's it called? His acting freaking trial. Hagen. Yeah, and I'm glad he didn't. And I liked I liked the art a lot too. And yeah, I like I, I I enjoyed the art in this book. I found it pretty slow though. I was kind of bored going forward because how slow the progression of the story well, was. Well, that that was the thing. It, it's funny when you get through this. And I was writing my synopsis thing, our blurb at the beginning, and that's why I said, it, finally at the end, we really do get a sense that we're going to get some action because yeah. yeah you get cassandra here fighting but it's weird when you're done and then i went back i'm like yeah not a lot happened yeah um but i did like I spent it the entire I, I liked them goddamn screens yeah i i liked it i was worried that they just didn't care about batman but i gave it an 8.8 8. i really enjoyed it i'd probably give it a 7.5 out of 10 yeah i i liked it this is still one of my favorite uh books in the whole uh what's it called rebirth in, in rebirth yeah uh, 
And the next one is your book that I don't like as much. All right, Action Comics number 959, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Tyler Kirkham, Arif Prianto, and Rob Lee. The fight continues against Doomsday in this issue of Action Comics, and it's getting a little old. Even with it being broken up with Lois being a terrible mother and Mr. Oz doing his whole voyeur thing, luckily our main saving grace is the mystery of Clark Kent that continues to be intriguing. Yeah. Uh, this is where, well, here's the thing with this is that it's like such the opposite of detective where detective, you're getting these really good moments with like Kate and Dick or Kate and Tim and you're doing that, but you want more action. This, you want people to just stop fucking Please, punching each other. Stop and just and, talk. And let's find out what's going on. Yeah. And they, they even have the dialogue that I always say that I think I know it, but this one, you have to be upset because they're in the middle of fighting. And it's like the Telos thing I said. It's like, hey, what's going on with you? Didn't tell me to do this. Wait a minute. We'll talk later. <laughs> Get out of the way. Doomsday's going to kill you, Clark. Uh, but yeah, Lois is awful. God, because I'm telling you, you spent the last time we talked about this issue, the, pretty much the entire time we spent talking about how Lois is a terrible mother. I tried defending her, thinking like, you know, she's just trying to be a good mother, you know, and like, no, no, she's terrible. Here, you, it just proves your goddamn point, because John yes. has locked himself in his room. He's all pissed off that he can't watch or go help his father. And Lois is like, John, come back out, honey. We'll watch Daddy on TV. He might yeah. die. He might not. He might Whatever. Let's go watch. Dude, this whole thing, she's talking about it like, yep. He he fought to and it, even that this is again this seems like a little bit of a recap of the rebirth issue where yeah. you had that whole thing of doomsday and oh and even um not even that the the Superman book and maybe that's why they did it because that was more in the Superman with the fighting yeah. doomsday it was more about bringing Clark back so I guess you could put it in here if you haven't read that uh but it just seemed like a little rehash where she's like yep. He fought Doomsday before, and I, I prayed to the Lord, but he, he died, but then he I, came back, and then that's why you cannot let John watch. You have to say, listen, yeah. Daddy will be – you just lie to him. She says, I hate lying, but I can't tell John what happened the first time, but yet let him watch it the second time. I would say to him, John, nope, TV doesn't work. Let's, let's, go, out, let's go outside and play some catch. Yeah, even then and have her out there real distracted, but she realizes that – it, she's got to trust Superman. She's got to trust her husband to, to beat Doomsday. If he doesn't, he, she has John. Yeah. I, it's sad to say and very bad, but the, he is a, he's Superman. This is going to happen a lot of times where he might die or he goes out and you're worried, especially when Doomsday shows up. But yeah, she's just like, okay, let's watch. And, and it's more of a thing to, I don't know. It's weird. You didn't really even this issue. You did not have to have John and Lois in at all. No, I think you could have just went. You have the city's on fire. Uh, you have Jimmy Olsen pissed off at Clark. Like you, I can't fly. You're fooling me, you son of a bitch. You told me it yourself. I, I think Jimmy got knocked in the head because by now I would have been like, I don't know what game. Yeah, I I understand that he's. What upset. game are you playing, I, I, Clark? What, you, what Clark? What game are you playing? And fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> and go and go and help people. There's people running, and he is sitting there just arguing with Clark that you know if if he can fly, and he's saying this, he's not going to change his mind, Jimmy. Get the fuck out of there. Uh, but, but yeah, the you're getting we've got, we've got so much rehash of not only this, but we have to have like Lois and John in here. They they serve no real purpose except no. for to like all you could have in my mind is an editor's note: read Death of Superman. 
because well, that's they're just, what, yeah. they're talking uh, about even this. Even that, they, that's why they have it there, but you could even have Superman fighting Doomsday, and if you really want it in this issue so that you can really spell it out, you, you can have Superman, the same deal with, hey, I fought him before, yeah, it was a different, we've had this. We've had this uh, you over know, and over again uh, now. We, I've fought him before, but this wasn't the same Doomsday, and I'm not the same Superman, I, I came back from that, uh, I, I think he knows it, and he's hitting hard, but I'm going to have to hit harder. You have all this stuff you can have. Uh, in the meantime, Lex, sexy-ass Lex, <laughs> is there. And this is where I'm like, boy, some of this outfit here, especially where the symbol would have been, right. it seems to be ripped apart like fabric, and it threw me off a little. I don't know how apocalyptic armor and technology arms, works. Yeah, but how does it look like, what, when you when it gets hit it it just goes apart like fabric but yet it's armor that's not very good uh, I don't know. Mother way box to make technologies them. inside there i have no idea the way the mother box technology is eric i wouldn't say that if it got ripped it would immediately start reforming i don't know why his ch- his sexy ass chest is exposed like maybe that. he has to pull it out of his fucking like arm holder no, that he has it and then show rub it that, on himself i think it's the you know am i wrong that you know crazy that it's to show that you know doomsday might be able to kill him yeah it's real forced. But he looks sexy. But yeah, and even that is, it's almost to uh, also kick Lex out of the, the scene for a bit while Superman starts hitting him hard. They end up flying in the sky. You know, they're going to town. They're, they're destroying each other, everything around them. And then you go to Mr. Oz. And Mr. Oz is elsewhere. And it looks like he is definitely concerned that pre-Flashpoint Superman is going to try to to kill Doomsday instead of thinking it out. He Well, he says it. Yeah, Stop don't go thing. blow for blow. You can't fight your way out of this Superman. And you wonder, like, what's his game? What What is the deal here? What is happening? <laughs> I don't even like talking well, about Mr. Ross because well, of how little he's in every issue. Get. He's going to be in every issue. But he does he's nothing. Issue. Every issue. He just says his things. You know he is connected to these guys somehow. And he knows what they're supposed to do. He has a plan. Whatever this is, he and yeah, he has to have been the one involved with Doomsday. And this was all something that's supposed to bring them all together. I don't know what his plan is, but uh, there's uh, Lex gets the mother box. He finally realizes, oh, my mother box. And then freaking the thing forms around him again. And there's John and Lois watching TV. They're watching the whole thing. And uh, to the point where there is John and Lois watching. John has a big ass smile on his face. And the next scene you see that Doomsday is also possibly going to kill kids. And there's John watching TV. Like, yeah, his his dad may not die, but John may now see death on TV. And why would you do that? Why is she's a terrible still, goddamn mother. I have to fucking give it to you. You were right. You called it right but, away. Well, they go and they they actually Clark or Superman even has to say like, oh man, Lex said that we should go into the sewers. I guess he's right. And they go down in there and they're down there fighting and basically they're just beating the shit out of each other. And, you and get, Lex, I mean, uh, Clark is a goddamn idiot. Everybody, yeah. stay away from this hole. You might fall. Ah! He falls down, breaks his arm, and uh, says, I can't climb out. Oh no. And you just, it's, it's weird, but then you start getting this interaction between the two and. And this makes the and, issue for me. And Superman, it doesn't for me because it's not the Superman that told him anything. Clark's an idiot. Uh, it's, he definitely, to me, he was told to go somewhere by the new 52 Superman. Superman has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. He no. even says, I have no idea what you're talking about. And why would Clark even assume that it's him? Why, if he, he would assume this because hide, he's come out and said he is Superman. 
Yeah, but I think he would know if he's that connected to a guy who Superman came and talked to him and to say, it seems like they had a connection. I, I just, it threw me off a bit of why he would definitely like be confused that this was, unless we find out that he just never had a connection. Superman out of nowhere came in. That's what hey, it seems like to me. But why would he do that? Why I don't would know. He, if Superman and came that's what I want to know. and said hide, why would he do it to the point where he didn't even pay attention to who the Superman was? You would have thought that they were friends because where you wrap your head around it, if this is a Clark Kent, is this the Clark Kent that was in Smallville when he was a kid? Yes, in my this mind. Clark Kent, well, if this was them, what happened when he started getting powers? What did that other no, he Superman? never got powers. Yeah, but there was. What happens with no, what I'm is talking about this Clark Kent? Yeah, but no, I'm saying you He's think never though, been you're that saying guy. that this was the guy in Smallville. I'm saying that he has all the memories of Clark Kent as yeah, if he so grew up, saying, but not like he was Superman. He never had powers. Saying, but he, so when did he come about? I don't know. He had to hide. That's what I think it's. In my mind, it was something around the truth sense. time. And then if he came about, and then you're saying that the new 52 Superman legitimately was in Smallville and grew up was Clark Kent doing all this then, then why would he need him to hide? That's the thing. This is the mystery I want to know. This is what keeps yeah, I, me intrigued. I, I, don't, I don't even care because it makes no sense to me. Because if, if all of a sudden a cloned Superman, a cloned Clark Kent just showed up on the scene, unless Superman himself made him, I don't understand why Superman would have went to him to say hide or anything. He would have found out who made I'm him. That we don't even know that that's even the case. He might have those memories implanted if this is a clone. Yeah, I just I don't know what the deal would be. I, and if it is a clone, I will think it's nonsense. And I don't even what like what are we getting? Because it does look like uh, it would be Mr. Oz who's doing it. And right. in the meantime, he seems to be testing pre-Flashpoint Superman. And it just seems this odd. is the thing that actually keeps me interested in the book because we've had yeah. the same issue over and over again for three books now. And the Clark Kent thing is the only thing that keeps me going. Yeah, I, that's why I hate this because I really don't care. And it seems like nonsense to me. And even all the scenarios I can kind of think up that, you know, he's a clone or he just was made. It's just again, it to me, it makes the new 52 Superman ridiculous because now we don't even know what's going on with him we've already been told that he's not what he thought he was and wasn't really superman well i'm saying didn't mr oz even say that about the pre uh flashpoint that's what i'm he just said he's not what he thinks he is right but i'm saying when barrett when wally came in that rebirth he didn't he couldn't even tell that was superman because it wasn't right the, the new 52 superman that died he's like i can't even tell who that is and i just i don't know it's just nonsense to me now we're in the second issue and you're third. still playing around yeah yeah the third and you're playing around i was thinking of rebirth and uh yeah i just i'm not that interested but you you have this whole thing where uh even john when he's watching that guy looks like daddy yeah <laughs> we, we got some issues to work out uh but yeah even lex i like lex in this that he's my favorite part that Lex, even uh, pre-Flashpoint Superman, is even coming around like, you know what? I didn't. I don't really know this Lex. He seems to want to help people. He yeah. wants to do the right thing, and he does. He continues to do that. Um, you would even get a Lex at this point who would have bailed. He would have freaking, uh, you know, calculated the odds of things and be like, this well, shit's going down. I'm out of here. I'll leave. No, he wants to fight. And He's a even if it's man. Even if he wants to fight to get the credit, doesn't matter. He's fighting, but he's also saving people. That's the best part because Superman's taking care of this. Like, look, please go up there and make sure everybody gets away. And he does. 
And it's funny because even before that, when they're fighting in the sewer, Lex shows up and he goes, huh, fighting in the sewer, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was my plan. It's good. <laughs> That's Lex. And even Superman even says, like, yeah, he's fucking arrogant and asshole like my Lex. But, boy, there's something different with him. This He's kind of a good guy. And I, I like it, too, he, that even Lex is calling Clark Kent out. Like, come on, enough with yeah, this reporter. Act. What's up? Yeah, he wants to know what's going on. Now, in the meantime as well, I don't know. It's weird. Like, all the stuff seems to be like something Superman would be able to figure out, even with, you know, the way his vision, they they play around with that. But even so, I, I just, it seems odd. It really does seem odd to me. This it does part. seem very odd, but I'm saying but though, it it's something just, I want to find out. It's a puzzle I want to fucking figure out. I don't. I, and it was too soon after his death for him to just pop up. Oh, and, right. And, and for me to care. It just seems like a goofy way to get everybody back on track with, oh, yeah, that was my Superman. And now we have this Superman. I just, I don't like it. Well, it's really all of it because we have all this death of Superman stuff going on in action comics where we have Lex, who's in my mind, is kind of like the steel, you know? Yeah, I said. And we have the uh, Clark. We have Clark Kent, we have the new Superman, and then in Superman, we have Eradicator showing up. Like, what is going on with all this death of Superman? Yeah, 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 it's all there. Uh, But in the meantime, they were down underneath the uh, sewer, and they're fighting, and as there is the heat vision, Superman's given Doomsday the heat vision, and Doomsday hits a gas line, breaks it open, and boom, everything. And it is a fucking crater. Uh, you know, I like the it, idea, though, that easy. Superman realizing he has to keep his distance because shit went bad last yeah, time he yeah. went toe-to-toe. And yeah, this whole heat vision thing, it's really cool. I love the art in that, too. Yeah, I like the whole art in the this. Whole, the whole it issue. looks great. Tyler Kirkham, yeah. I wish, would stay oh, on the boy, goddamn book. That is a crazy freaking crater. <laughs> it, is, it is like half the city, it looks like. Well, it's like have, three, I don't even know if Lex is flying down or being full, like pushed back. He's like, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's weird. He's kind of there, and my he's city. like, he's he's upset. You see him, he just, he's in horror, and I like it. And then, yeah, there's Lois, John. You can at least cover yeah, his eyes there. cover his eyes. Cover and those he eyes. Should, trying to pull her hand down a bit or something yeah, to yeah. see through. There's Mr. Oz, and then there's Clark. He's there. Oh, I, my arm, I don't know. You know, he he's always seems to be too close. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, you see the thing, and you knew right away it was Doomsday. Oh, yeah. It wasn't going to be uh, Superman, but out of the, the I'm going to say, we're going to see how fucking oh. mortal this Clark Kent is, because it looks like Doomsday's about to stomp his ass hard. Yep. Yeah, he's about to. And, and yes, Clark can come in. Or not Clark. Uh, Lex might come in and, and distract him, or freaking pre-flush when Superman just comes flying out. Or we nude. throw in another Superman. That'd be great. Oh, my freaking God. Kong Keenan comes flying in. Freaking Fucking Steel actually shows up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought there's – we're not getting anything. They're, no, they're really, this is really being like, padded like out. Like Detective is not giving you a lot of action. Uh, I will say at least we're getting some character moments. This seems to be like a hocus-pocus that they think that with this big action, you'll forget that we're getting no story whatsoever in three issues. Uh, it's exciting, though. It's if people exciting. like to see Doomsday fight uh, Superman, you're getting that. I love the Lex part. Um, just everything else is just, like you said, it's just padding. Having Lois and John uh, just doing that. You you could even have just a peek in where John's out playing. He's like, hey, when's dad going to come home? Like she wouldn't let him see anything and she's getting worried. She doesn't want to like, no, She doesn't want to lie to him, but she's really worried. Like, And then he, she's watching it on TV and then he comes in and she turns it off. Whatever. No, she just lets him watch. Now, personally, though, I know you don't like it, but the Clark Kent mystery is the thing that keeps me – because I told you before last issue – 
that if we keep getting the same thing, I'm going to keep going down by like point two in my score. Yeah. But I ended up giving this the same score as I did last issue just because I really got interested in the Clark Kent stuff. Yeah, but there was only one page of it. He there just was a bunch said, of pages from the beginning where yeah, Jimmy that, talked to him. And then yeah, but he Jimmy, had the, all he kept saying was he, he can't fly. And I'm saying, though, then we had him talking to Superman about how, like, you came to me and told me to go into hiding. And it. then, you know, let, I'm saying, though, but these are things that keep me going. I'm very yeah, interested I, I'm in finding out what's going on. He even had his last, arm broke, so we know that last, he's not Yeah, but lying. you don't even know if that's true. It may not be broken. He may be lying. I, I don't know. And the point where uh, we ended the last days of Superman, and if I told you, yep, in um, another three weeks, there's going to be what appears to be a clone, but we're not going to know, of Clark coming back, I would, right then, I would have been like, really? That sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Well, honestly, it's better it's like, than that in my mind, because what we read from the solicitors, it seemed like the new 52 Superman would be a back immediately. Well, I, that, This puts a I, bigger spin on it in my mind. No, I think that's him. I, I think have no the idea. First one, I think the first one was a clone that was made by Mr. Oz, and this is the same thing. He's trying to do it again. Uh, that's all I think it is. You're not going to not have the new 52 Superman come back. He's going to come back. People want him to come back, even though they hated the whole deal. They don't want just the pre-Flashpoint Superman. They want the Superman that was around for five years, and I think this is just another version of him. And, yeah, you, I think you're going to have him. And it just it doesn't interest me at all, only because it's nothing that in my mind I care to see. Like if you said anything, you could come up with a million scenarios of who this Clark Kent is and what gonna. I don't care. I really don't. If you're gonna have this, you know, oh well, he wasn't Superman in the Smallville because then he was made later, or this one was made as a copy, but he does, he has the memories, but he's not Superman. I just that doesn't. I'm saying that whatever's going on with Clark Kent here is what's going on with Mr. Oz in my mind, at least. I don't know how it's going to work out. And once we find out one thing, the whole goddamn thing's going to start unraveling. We get a bigger picture. And I'm I, really interested to find out I'm, what that is. I'm not. Well, like you said, you hate Mr. Oz. Every time he shows up, you get angry. Well, that's because we don't have anything going on with him. It's one paddle where he's just looking at a goddamn monitor. That's, and that's like I said, he's in a monitor and he's like, don't, you know, you got to think. Yeah. Don't try this with your fist. That's more interesting to me, actually, than Clark saying, I can't fly. And, hey, you told me to go away. It's both, actually, both are nonsense to me because it's both being drug on and nothing interests me. I really don't care if if you're going to bring black, back the uh, new 52, just bring them back. If you're going to not bring them back, then don't. And I just, I really think that this is leading to just nonsense, that they're going to try to explain something. This Mr. Oz, it's not going to be as big as we think because we're not seeing him again in any other book now but this. This is the book that he's tied into now with this fucking, you know, think uh, Superman, don't punch this and that and whatever. Uh, I just, it, it's starting to not, I'm not interested and now I'm starting to get bored with it. Well, that's the thing. Since this issue is mostly a fight, though, it does get a little tedious because that's what we've gotten every goddamn issue so far. And what but, I, I, but I love the art in this book. It's yeah, like Tyler Kirkham rocked the shit out. I give this a 7 out of 10. I'd, I'd give it a five, and that's what I – you know what I mean. Actually, yes. I'll give it a five-one. It's not a fuck you five. It's not good, though. It's nothing going on. I, I just And the the promise of a mystery being solved just doesn't do it for me here. Like I said, you, you don't like the Wonder Woman because, that, you know, the whole thing, I do like that more than you with the truth story uh, in the same way. 
Uh, but just think of that, how how angry you got at that Wonder Woman when Cheetah showed up. And I'm like, no, that intrigues me. That, that's how this is. It just it doesn't interest me at all. And now we've seen not only this, but it even goes back to the uh, Superman when uh, – what's his name? Jeff Johns was involved with this. This Mr. Oz has been right. around now for over a year. Yeah. And we know, I think, less now. It seemed like it was building something. <laughs> now they're just dragging it out. And – I think that that whole thing from back then was something that was going to happen that never did, and now they're shoehorning it into something oh, else. Oh, I think that too. And it just, it, it just, it makes me angry. And that we have this Clark that seems to be leading to possibly the Superman coming back. See, I don't, I don't uh, think that even that's the case. So in my mind, uh, you don't, you think that they're going to go through this whole rebirth with as pre-Flashpoint as the main Superman? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't. I think that actually at some point I think he's going to die and that the other one will be there. And so if that and there, if you have that case, then why the fuck bring Clark back? I don't know. If, if I want to find out. Do, again, that's what I, I just it angers me. And it doesn't even if this if this legitimately if we bought the books, this probably would have been the first one I dropped before even a Justice League or an Aquaman. Right. It's just, it's just, it's not doing anything for me. And in fact, every other people I hear, they're coming up with crazy theories to try to make this important, that this is the Watchmen again. You have, you know, with Mr. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And all that. But that's what people are trying to grab all these theories about because the book itself, there's not much to even talk about. That's like Wonder Woman. Yeah. But yet, Wonder Woman, it actually has, I know what the basis of it is. He's trying, she's trying to figure out her origin. I know that they're right there's a hundred times more than what I know about this Clark Kent and the Superman. What is the Superman book for? It's you know what I'm saying? What is, was... Yeah, but what is the concept that they're going with here? Right Basically, now, like me, saying, it looks like con- they are throwing everything at the wall. Hey, that's, that's really what's going on at this point. That's what I mean. There's no, it doesn't even seem to have a direction. You're all over the place with this stuff. And yet at the end, I can't say that, okay, you know what? They're, they're trying to work to this or they're trying to do that. And then they keep adding things. So I get angry. But the next one is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman number two, written by Greg Rucka, art by Nicholas Scott, Romalo, Fajardo Jr., and Jody Wynn. Uh, I've been enjoying Wonder Woman since the beginning of Rebirth. Some people, Eric, have wanted less meta, more story. I think that we get it here. We are getting a year one story of both Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor, and I love how Greg Ruckus shows that it's like what it's like to be immortal in a story that leads to loss of just that. Nicholas Scott's art is awesome. I can't wait for more of the story. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> but we'll see what you think. Uh, here's the deal with this. It's a weird issue because this is a number one again. Right. Where all these others, this is pretty much, and in fact, this is more of a rebirth to me than even a number one because we're oh, setting I up. I can all see that stuff. because we have the year and, one, but that's and honestly right away. I'm just angry because I really like what we had in my mind. We had the definitive. This is what we're going with. Wonder Woman. She is the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. And like, even then they have to make up the whole thing where she was clay to save her from Hera's wrath. Yeah. I really dug that. And here it just seems like, it's different. I, don't, I hate it's the It's not, way looks. but it's not actually because that's why it's good. They, that's why I'm glad that th- this isn't an origin. She's old. Yeah, she's already. There's no she. You, you want to think that she was made of clay? She's made of clay. He doesn't well, even go that, into that. Going, I'm saying we're dealing with this lies thing and the, uh, and other because so, they have to wrap around at some point. 
Well, it's that's you're seeing the beginnings of kind of what ha- I think in that one point when she gets bit. The snake. That, yeah. that is something that, you know, starts the trouble and also leads to, you know, Steve Trevor and all this. In the Legends of Wonder Woman, the whole thing where Steve crashed, you find out later that it was all set up by uh, some Amazons that were against Diana and wanted to, you know, screw her over. And not that that's what happens here, but it's and the thing is, though, is when we like that whole origin, but that's like the fifth origin. There's a hundred origins. Oh, I understand, that. but that's what I liked about it is that we started fresh. It's a new universe. This is her definitive origin now, so we don't have to play any more goddamn games. Yeah. Well, again, even that she really wasn't made of clay. No, I know it, that. It, you that's know, the thing, oh, that's, she is the that's daughter. Things, she is the daughter yeah. of Zeus and Apollo. Yeah. It always, but and even in those, there's probably I could point out probably four origins where she's the daughter of Zeus. And half of them, she's still made of clay because what happened is that Hippolyta couldn't really have a, a kid. And in one of them, Legends of Wonder Woman, uh, Hippolyta goes down and pretends that she is the, do- the maid of clay because she doesn't want to admit to anybody that she had sex with a guy. Yeah, but Even that's the Legends of Wonder I'm talking about the incontinuity uh, here. No, I'm saying all of them, though. It, but that's the thing is uh, even then – they even played around in at Brian Azzarello that had shit that didn't make sense against each other. And then when Meredith Finch came on, it changed up even more. And it just, I, I'm telling you, it was getting to a point where you're either, we're going to get a full out. This is a book where another writer would have come in and they would have told them new origin. We want a new origin. It would have started right from the beginning and we would have gotten that. And they, because it, it's too convoluted now. We, you got to a point with that goddess of war, the god of war stuff that was all over the place. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on and well, the god of war they didn't want to have that. I'm saying that's not origin though. I'm saying that's happening I'm later saying on. I'm saying just everything though. Her but being a demigod, I, I love that goddamn aspect of the and story. And that's what she is here. I don't they're, even know what she immortal, is here. They're immortal Amazons. They've been gifted by the gods to be immortal. Yeah, but she they're not the demigods. Only, no, but she's the only one who was born on Themyscira, which is always the origin. She was always the only one who was born there and not, yeah, but I'm saying, know, And then we even get in this weird part where it seems like people who were killed, uh, their souls yeah, came here reborn. That's been there before. That's I, like, before I always too. thought they were like, you know, immortal Amazons who came to this island. They no, were always the same. When, when women were abused and things like that, the gods let them be immortal and sent them to the island. That's why. But that see, here's the thing. That explains why. Diana is the only one who was born on the island. That's right. what makes her so special. They weren't just Amazons. weren't just they woke up one day and they were on the island. You had to have some way. In points, Hippolyta fought against uh, the uh, Hercules and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then she died and they gave her, you know, a mortal life. And she went to the Themyscira and then she gave up the immortal life to have Diana. There was all these things. Uh, the thing that I like, though... This isn't her origin. They don't give you an origin here. Right. And that's because I don't think he is out to change the origin. She, they're just there to see the whole story is, you know, all these things that I've been told are a lie. I don't know what's right. But none of those are really that we've seen were really, quote unquote, you know, the origin. She did say I was born of clay. I was born from Zeus. I, I don't even know that that stuff will get fully resolved. I think that he's just playing around with the idea that there are, uh, there's a trillion orders. Well, the born of clay thing was just because her, her mother said this to hide no, that's her not, secret. No, some of them, no, some of them, she was born of clay. What do you mean and some they, of them? They, 
some of the origins. They, I'm talking about the new 52, though. Oh, yeah. the new. But that, that's what I'm saying. That leads that, into this. It's the same but they, continuity. But the problem is when you go to something like a rebirth, I think that what Greg Rucka was upset with or is trying to say is, like, Brian Azzarello, they started the new 52. He said, fuck it. I'm making my own origin. This is what everybody does with Wonder Woman. Everybody who writes a Wonder Woman story has their own fucking spin on the origin. And now it's gotten so this, you know, you have Batman where you have a couple things that are a little different, but you're never having a guy come out and basically say, nope, uh, his parents didn't die. Uh, he ended up being abused and they took him and he was an orphan. And then that's why he got all these kids. This is what happens with Wonder Woman all the time. And in fact, even to the point where her origin at points, Steve Trevor is different because of the time when he was out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Started yeah. as 42, you know, he's a sailor, he's a pilot, he's this and that. And the new 52 was awful. He was just a, a fucking spurned lover and, you know, didn't do the thing. And I think that he is trying to give a story where maybe he doesn't personally like some of the things. Maybe he doesn't like the fact that, you know, that the clay, I, I don't know what he likes or doesn't like, but I think this is uh, not a retelling of an origin. I actually think he's trying to get everything involved, like all the origins involved in some point. I just, I don't think, and quite frankly, we have seen it. While we thought that Brian Azzarello's run in the New 52 was great, the people who we have seen that were Wonder Woman fans hated it. Oh, yeah. Aided it to the point where when the Finches were announced to be on it, uh, this one page that we go to that's a strictly fan page for Wonder Woman, they, they were having a party because <laughs> they hated it. And it, I actually got in trouble on their page. It's like a bulletin board because I posted a review of an Azzarello fucking Wonder Woman. They almost kicked me off the page. <laughs> and this, Eric, this page had 10,000 people on it. Oh, yeah. This is not just, you know, people hated that because it was just so different. That's the one that we know the most of, though. And we dealt with and we liked it. I, and I'm then, saying, I, I like the origin, though, that they gave the New 52 Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, like, there's no reason if they go back and change things up. I'm saying if that happened to be a lie, what she's dealing with now, okay, just – it's so weird this back and forth though because we have these lies that she's trying to figure out here and then we're seeing this year one which I, I'm assuming is the actual truth to the matter. Yeah, I, I don't really. I think that they're – I do think they tie in. I think that we're going to find out at one point that maybe the other goes against the – I don't know. Or maybe maybe they don't even tie in. Maybe Who he knows? just wants to tell this. Uh, but yeah, it's just a story of a year one. I like it because it gave me a couple things that I learned. Number one, he really sets up the differences between, quote unquote, man's world and uh, Themyscira. You have the whole thing where Steve Trevor's involved in the army and he meets his buddy who finds a woman, gets married and is having a kid. And But on Themyscira, you just go, basically, Wonder Woman's a woman whore. She goes around. At one point, they basically say that she might be with four women. They oh, yeah. don't care. That's the way they do it there. And I think that that also sets up the whole thing where that's what makes it so important when and if she does fall in love with Steve Trevor because she seems to be someone who does not want to be tied down by anyone. She runs around. Yeah, she, she does. And I think that that's setting that up. I really like the idea that they go out and all oh, their friends are there. They look at the sky. And, you know, check out the stars. And she's, they pointed, why are you always looking at the that, horizon? Why are that's you always actually my up? favorite part of this And that issue. was good because, and I think that there was a lot of subtle things like that in this. And he's like, and she even says like, basically, hey, 
you know what? I do that because, you know, the, the sky you can't change. But yeah. over there, there's something. And I want to know. And I really like the way they set it up that everybody on this island ha- has had problems, really. They're, they're there. The, the outside world are pieces of shit. Yeah, they have asshole. been there and done that. They don't she want to look back at it. So she wants to know what's going on. And she and I get the idea that you can't go to, you know, Kessia and say, oh, tell me about the outside world. How many times do you want to hear that the guy wanted to fuck her and killed her? You know what I mean? These people, they don't want to talk about no. that because they're in paradise now. And, you know, she's not getting a lot of information. They're keeping it from her. I'm sure at one point her mom's worried because, God damn it, I, I love you. I don't want you to leave. You know, I, I gave up. But she also says, Cassia says what I really like, um, that she's like, listen, don't leave because if you leave, you can't come back. And this isn't, this is setting up the rules that we kind of already know, but it's setting up the rules in a very natural way. It's not like, and those who leave Themyscira can never come back. It's just in a conversation that, please, stop th- th- asking about that. Stop talking about it, please, because if you leave, you can't come back. You leave paradise. You will die eventually, and that will break my heart. And then she leaves. She's like, I hey, see you later. They kiss. And, yeah, there's a lot of crazy sexual undertones going on with this. Uh, but then she goes and sees her mother, and then that's the next step where you see that her mother pretty much loves her. She, she Thinks she's the greatest. And I'm thing. telling you, I love Nicholas Scott's art. But I hate the way that Hippolyta looks in this issue. Really, I, I really. I, I'm telling you, I just got so behind the way she looked in the New Fifty Two. Well, I really it's weird loved it too. It's weird too because that is more of like her. That's more of like a, a typical like Italian Greek. Oh yeah, yeah. Sort of look that she should have with what she was involved with. But yeah, Wonder Woman really, and it also make her look a little like fucking her daughter. Yeah, which, I know what she does. But, but I just yeah, got they, so used to the way she looked at that, and I really liked it. And then seeing yeah. her here, I'm like, oh, you have to shave your upper lip, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and why would you, though, on, on fucking Paradise <laughs> Island? Paradise. You, you, don't, it's paradise. You, you don't need to impress anybody. They're all <laughs> stuck there. There's only a limited number of dates here. But yeah, then you go back and you have... Uh, it's funny, though, for a, like an island full of women who don't care about men or anything... They sure do, you know, yeah, they're clean try shaven. To keep themselves, uh, yeah. you know, up and, and going. Look at that one, uh, like, uh, panel where Wonder Woman's walking out of the water, like, God damn, she looks like Venus. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't have any body hair on her at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll get into that though. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute <laughs> because Nick and Steve in the same time. And, and you're also getting this, uh, convergence or congruence of Steve and Wonder Woman, almost like it was destined that they go together because really at at all the times they end up doing very similar things, but you're seeing how they're going about it differently even. But uh, his buddy Nick wants to, you know, you're going to be my wingman, come out. He's not a guy who likes to go out. He's a guy who wants to stay in while Wonder Woman's all about flashing the things and partying. She's out fucking partying out. But yeah, then uh, you see Nick meet, a woman who eventually becomes his wife, who eventually they get married, and it, and all of they this time, they and all of this time really seems like a weekend for Wonder Woman. The Amazons, they are just having the, it's paradise, and they're immortal. So while these guys are having a full life of what could be what three years at least, yeah, something like four that. years, it really does to me seem like these the Amazons look at it as a celebration, almost like this party is going on for just years because that's just that that's how it is you're immortal time does not mean anything 
And you go on and then uh, Diana's going around with her horse. And I really do think that this is set up. I think it's Venus. I think that she is very fucking jealous. There's You're that, talking about that, that, that Aphrodite? I think, yeah, yeah. I think that that's what set it up. And she's like, oh, man, they're looking at her. She emerges like Aphrodite. Aphrodite, God, God, she's killing me. And I really do think that the gods are jealous of, of one <laughs> Diana. I do. There's no reason to say that. And what what have we had in all all of Azarello's thing? That's all they care about. That they get jealous. And I think that Aphrodite. See, I didn't look into that at all. Like that. I'm no, like, yeah, you know, she looks, she looks like Aphrodite. I can say, well, but, she you know, going out. back to, going back to Greek mythology, though, that's not something you would do. Well, and here's what happens. They do that. And not only is there this tree, she goes up to, she's never seen and then disappears after it goes. A snake. I kept going, I kept her. going back and looking like, where's that tree at? Is yeah, it still there? It Why is nobody talking about this? Yeah. And it's just because I think. Obviously, a god. Man, I think it's Aphrodite, and and they get, uh, you know, they get her healed. In the meantime, she may have been in a coma for three years. Again, that everything is is on Themyscira. Time does not mean anything. You're immortal. They don't care about time, and time goes by differently to them because then you see Nick having a kid. You see all these things, and then there's Diana. She's healed, and they even say to her. Boy, you were sick for a long time. For them to say that's a long illness for people who have been alive for a thousand years, and they even say that earlier that they, you know, Diana's been alive for a thousand years, and uh, I think that was something. But that's when uh, her doctor is it, uh, Castalia. Is that how you would say it, Castalia? She know comes I know and she question. says, "Yeah, you know what? I think your illness is a sign, but so is your." recovery there there's more to it than just be you know she knows and she's like something's coming like this is a lot of crap and i think that yes i think somebody has favored her to get at possibly zeus who is her father and favored possibly. her and helped her get get well but i really do think the gods there's no way a dark tree just appears out of nowhere and, i know and gets Wonder Woman and then disappears without it being the gods. Any other book would be this is nonsense, but it's it's definitely it seemed like uh, like back in Luke the day, on Dagobah. It would be I, he in. Yeah, I, it could be, but I really do think they're not going to say that Aphrodite and also say that now, that's Aphrodite a good call though and stuff like that. I think that the gods were jealous. They did that, but then somebody helped. I don't understand when Castalia opens up. To show the statue with the golden lasso. It's very odd. Like she's like, up. Oh, this always reaffirms my my faith. It was this hidden statue. You, you reaffirms see, my faith. The fact I'm on Paradise Island and immortal. Yeah, really. But then she's like, oh, the gift of the patrons to us. We daughters of Harmonia and Ares. They're promised to the Amazons. And yeah, it's I, something's up. And uh, then she says, our gods have given us many things. When called, each of us must be willing to give back to them. And that time is coming. And this lady is like, you know, she's fucking talking her prophecies or whatever. But I do think she knows, you know, shit's going down. That's when you see Steve. And I Nick wish, I wish the, these Amazons right. would have taken better care of their statues, though. Yeah, I know. That is weird. Maybe. <laughs> well, again, maybe that's something they brought from the outside. Yeah, I imagine that during like some kind of siege or something, they brought that with them. It was already part destroyed. But yeah, the big thing was to show the last. Yeah, yeah. You see, I, look at it. I'm like. God damn, that fucking statue's missing an arm. What the hell's yeah. going on with this? Actually, they had the full statue. Like, that doesn't look classic enough. <laughs> we got to make this look modern. Yeah, we got to look that look good stuff. But yeah, then you get the whole thing. And I also like the fact that this is a modern Steve Trevor, pretty much. And, yes. and Nick, though, because 
the whole deal with, you know, you always get that, oh, is this in World War One? But I like the fact that pretty much the Amazons, could, it could be any time. Again, they're immortal and they're very classic. They haven't changed. Nothing's happened. And that's when Steve Trevor and uh, Nick's plane crashes even there. At the one point... Uh, the bitch of this issue Nick, for me, though. What's that? When Nick that, we, takes we, his we, wedding ring off? No, no. Nick takes his wedding ring off. I saw that, but no, it's when the plane uh, actually crashes. Like, we've spent this entire issue going back and forth between Wonder Woman and Steve and his best friend, Nick. Yeah. Nick is dead. Yeah, Nick's dead. God I think, damn it. Because that's, I think that this is part of the whole deal with, like... Steve's life, you know, is bad at this point, but it's also showing you like these people, they don't even know death. I don't know what these Amazons, you know, the whole deal, but I just think it's to show you, you know, shit, this is what could happen to Wonder Woman. If she leaves, this is the shit that can go wrong. And, you know, because all the people appear to be dead, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody except for Steve. Even has that fucking ring at the end of that stake thrown. He was a vampire. (laughs) You got to kill him. You're eating maggots, Michael. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve's alive. And it's funny, he grabs, uh, you know, Wonder Woman's foot. She's like, please help us. There's no us, Steve. They're yeah. all dead. Uh, but I really liked it. I really like the whole concept because, again, I went into it because this, this story, this is like this story's rebirth. And it did set a good tone to me. It ended up with a very iconic point in the, the whole deal. And I, it was weird too because as a year one, to me, I think that was a play as well because it's obviously she's old. Oh yeah, it's and, her year you know what one I mean? of like becoming Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's but you know what I'm saying? Like it's even more. I don't know. It seems even more than that. And in fact, I think that it's months before they get off the island. It's it's a long time from the like all. I think October. Well, this it was when she finally gets off the island. Which, I don't know. I'm just saying that because it says next issue for this, you know, year one part. Yeah. Um, it's the contest, who, and this is the contest all about who they decide will take him back to man's yeah, world. Yeah, that's what it always has been, and that'll be August, but then there must be a September, something happens then, and then October is when the solicit says oh, they yeah. might be off, but that's what it says. But yeah, the contest is a big deal, and if it goes by the normal continuity, Hippolyta won't let Diana get involved. She doesn't want her involved, and then she's going to go not, undercover. Yeah, she's got to go undercover and do it, but he might change it up. But yeah, uh this issue I liked it had some of the big points of her, but I also got the idea of a lot of things about uh, if somebody jumped in and didn't know anything about it, you get a lot of the rules of Themyscira very naturally. You can't leave. Uh, we're here because of shit that happened. We're the gods favor us. Something has gone wrong there. You know, the time is coming when you're going to be called on for something, all that. And I really liked it. And I love the art. Oh, the I, art's fantastic. I just don't care for Hippolyta because yeah, it's yeah. not the way uh, I like it. But uh, everything uh, everything looks great in this book, and this is definitely my favorite Wonder Woman book as from what we've gotten with Reaver yeah. so well, far. Here's the thing. You've got a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's some familiar stuff and whatever, but uh, you've got an actual story. This wasn't her just there and all of a sudden – uh, a robot shows up and <laughs> all of a sudden shit clinks out and we find out that her origin on Themyscira was actually a virtual reality from Mars. Uh, you know, this is a pretty straightforward deal of going, yes, there's a mystery with the, the getting sick and the thing, but it is pretty straightforward and recognizable. And again, like the origin you like, it hasn't gone against it. No, it hasn't. It hasn't said anything. And legitimately, something has to be true. 
You know, she might think of all the lies, but there is something. So it may, we may end up finding out that uh, all through this, it's the Brian Azzarello, or it's kind of that and a little of that, but I really like it. I gave this a 9.5, and I I really liked it. This was my favorite book of the week. i probably give this a 7.8. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to see what other people gave it, just to see. Again, everybody, like, what was it, Nightwing, that they were given 10s? Yeah, 10s across the board. Uh, Wonder Woman, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10s. And then there's a 9.8, a 9.7. Yeah, I'm I'm there. I'm like a nine five. I'm way down the list. That's crazy. Yeah, and then uh goes all the way down to a six. That the person says they don't understand why it didn't continue from last issue of the other story. Well, that's because they have no idea what's going on. Yes, they don't. Uh, or no, they don't. Yes, <laughs> yes, they, they don't. Ah, uh, but you know who does know what's going on? The next two people, the Chris and Reggie. I the love next two people. <laughs> I love. Like, where's he going so with this? What people should do is listen to their cosmic. I love that name, cosmic treadmill. You know what no, that that's tells not cool me? no more. That tells me that it's moving forward and that anything goes, Eric. You could go the cosmic go anywhere. It's like the great space coaster. You get on that. You climb on board, Eric. You get on. And you could go anywhere in the universe. It doesn't matter. You could all, you could be anywhere. And you know where they're going to? They're going to the second part of what Reggie likes to call that damn Wortham, <laughs> the Comics Code Authority Part 2. And I'll tell you, I liked the first part so much that I'm actually thinking to myself, maybe I'll even include the first part with this so people will be forced to listen to it again, Eric. I loved it so much. I couldn't get enough. doing good stuff. They are doing good. I, I agree, Eric. I love it. I think that <laughs> what I want to have is I'm probably going to re- release the Cosmic Treadmill five times as his own podcast this week just so people get the idea how much I like it. And I, I love it. I love it, Eric. Please listen to this damn Wortham. And, and if, if you really – if you want to know from the bottom of my heart what I really want, Eric – Please email us and tell us how much you love Reggie and Chris. I can't get enough of it. This is going to backfire on you, right? I can't get enough of it. Those son of a bitches <laughs> trying to take over. I've put you at the end of the podcast. I- I'm going to put you after the party's over. <laughs> take that, Reggie and Chris. You son of a bitches. Is Reggie up now? What time is it? It's 4.11. He's uh. not up. No. Get, get him on the phone. I'm waking his ass up just to yell at him. It's so great if we could do that. What the fuck? He'd be so angry. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I didn't even mention to anybody. I don't know if he does on his segment. He's going to San Diego Comic-Con this week. Lucky son of a gun. He is heading off to San Diego. We don't even know what's involved. Somehow I think that somebody heard his fucking cosmic treadmill. He said, we got to get this guy here. Actually, he intercepted an email that me and you were supposed to get free tickets, food, Lodging, we were going there, and he intercepted it, Eric. Took it all. Son of a bitch. Take it away, Chris and Reggie. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill, where we go back to the past and read some comics from DC's yesteryear of publishing. You can hear us every week on WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast, and this week we're going to talk about what issue, Chris? We're going to talk about the New Teen Titans number 38 from uh, January 1984. Today's subject, however, is going to be part Amazon, part human, depending on when you ask, part clay. We're going to be talking about Donna Troy, Wonder Girl. Or is that Troya or Darkstar? 
Well, before we answer those questions, we got to clear up just who Donna, Donna Troy is in the first place. And uh, right here, we got a wedding on the horizon between Donna herself and her longtime creepy creep boyfriend, Terry Long. For the occasion, Terry enlists the help of the second greatest detective in the universe to help unmuddy Donna's mostly forgotten past. Can he get to the bottom of this? Well, let's get our doll solvent to the ready as we answer the question of the hour. Who is Donna Troy? But first, let's answer another unasked question, and that's who are the Teen Titans? Sure. Uh, first incarnation of the team, which was Robin, Kid Flash, and Aqualad, was in uh, Brave and the Bold number 54 from July 1964. And the first time they used the name uh, in the introduction of Wonder Girl, who we know as Donna Troy, was in Brave and the Bold number 60, cover date July 65. Both of those are written by Zany Bob Haney and drawn by uh, Bruno Premiani, who also drew the Doom Patrol. Then they appeared in Showcase number 59, cover date December 1965, which was a obviously very successful test because the very next month... They got their own title, Teen Titans number one, cover date February 1966. Now that initial run is written by uh, the same Zany Haney, mm-hmm. and uh, it was mostly drawn by uh, Nick Cardi. And he actually draws kids that look like kids. <laughs> it's That's not true. just It's not just short adults. Yeah. <laughs> now, this uh, run went for uh, 43 bi-monthly issues, and it ended in 1973. Just a couple years later, or a few years later, it was resurrected as part of the uh, DC explosion that we discussed way back in the day. Yeah. And uh, ran for 10 more issues until it ended in 1977. And I think that was written by uh, Bob Rosakis. This is some weird stuff. Yeah. Because this is when uh, they, they they take off their costumes. Oh, really? And, uh, wow. Yeah, they, it's 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 socially relevant because this is in the era of uh, Denny O'Neill and the Neil Adams right. uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. And and in, and, and in uh, true DC fashion, about ten years too late for actual social relevance. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they uh, they start teaming up with a fellow named Mister Jupiter, who is uh, who is a uh, the social justice fellow of the day, I suppose. But uh, a very interesting time. I uh, ended right as they were starting to split things off into having two different Titans teams, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, Now, the new Teen Titans, which we're going to be discussing today, they first appear in an anthology series, uh, DC Comics Presents, number uh, number 26, which was cover dated October 1980. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one was written by the familiar team, uh, Marv Wolfman, with pencils by uh, George Perez. I believe they were co-creators, co-plotters. Yeah. Definitely, definitely team, as the series went on, they were credited that way. Maybe not in as, the first yeah. first issue, but yeah, for, by this time they sure are. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, because they even they even get a creator credit. Yeah, <laughs> for uh, Nightwing and the team, the new Teen Titans. Um, now the team we're going to get here is going to be Robin, who we will, you know, we know he will at some point be Nightwing. Mm-hmm. We also have Wonder Girl, Donna Troy, Starfire, Cyborg, Beast Boy, or Changeling, depending on the month, <laughs> and Raven. <laughs> And uh, we sometimes get some guest appearances by uh, rather sullen Speedy and Moody Kid Flash. Yeah. And whenever the plot called for her, you might get a little clay. Uh, <laughs> they debuted in their own comic the very next month, the new Teen Titans number one cover date, November 1980. Also written by Marv Wolfman and penciled by George Perez. And it was inked by Romeo Tangal. This was the primary team that three these three were credited pretty much throughout the whole run. I think sometimes inking might have been picked up by someone else. And there were there were one offs where there might be some yeah. guests, but Tangal did just so, he did such great work with uh, Perez's pencil. He absolutely did, you know. And and if you want to see the difference, not that it's bad in it by any means, but if you look at Perez on Wonder Woman, and you see mm-hmm. how different 
the whole look is. Uh, yeah, it's there's a different kind of sharpness to it. But you, you know, know it's a different book. Yeah, it really is. Uh, well, it, in more ways than just that yes. too. But <laughs> that's that's getting a little bit off track. Uh, this ended with New Teen Titans number forty, uh, covered in eighty four, but it changed to Tales of the Teen Titans and continued. For several years, New Teen Titans relaunched as a direct market only title on higher quality Baxter paper. Yeah, the, t- the tales of the Teen Titans, it, it, the whole thing with them was there was a year of original stories. So the, the next 12 issues of that were original, and yeah. then it went into reprinting what was in the Baxter series. So folks without access to a comic store would be able to get the newsstand edition of the new stories a year later. A year later, yeah. Which, let me tell you, that's beautiful, beautiful system, you know, when you can basically crank out the same book twice, sell the same book twice. That's yeah, and a you know, I, dream, everybody. And I, yeah, because if I was if I was around and you know old enough to hold money at that point, yeah. I, I'd have probably done the same. Because in my back issue hunting, I've bought them both. Oh, so, there you go. Because it's just you know, it's what I do, I guess. For completeness' sake. Well, the the ads are different. That's what it is. This is true, and that's part of that's that's I'm part of I'm kind of a mark for those. Yeah. Um, now getting into the actual comic, uh, you know, the opening here is uh, it, it's it's so interesting this opening because it's it's cinematic. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, it's you got I, I don't want to use the widescreen because there's no action, but I mean there there's some widescreen panels here that look like they'd be taken out of some sort of like a crime noir movie. It's the whole beginning is super noir and the layout yeah, the layout is very unique. Uh, probably the not credits. that dissimilar to Daredevil at the time. I'm not sure who inspired what, but this True. does precede Watchmen, which would have definitely absolutely brought storytelling like this into the forefront. So here, here they are doing it a year before it happened. Because even the credits, like you have like a panel that just says script by Marv Wolfman with uh, with Dick Grayson's eye. Yeah. So like you get like like progression, like it, like credits are actually rolling. For it's, sure. It's interesting. It's funny because we got Robin here, Dick Grayson Robin. This is 1980. What 1985 was it? 84. 84, and he's still wearing the short pants. Yeah. Which is always so jarring. It really is bizarre. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's wearing the Robin costume under his jacket. And what's funny is, I, I, to my memory, he was Nightwing by now. But I guess I was wrong no, about no, that. This, he, he'll become Nightwing in about a year. His build-up to being Nightwing went on forever, didn't it? Like he well, was, it, he was of. talking about being Nightwing like a year before it happened. Because <laughs> yeah, he, because uh, he had a fallen out with Batman because over the Jason Todd deal. Yeah. And uh, and they made it look like he. He quit the team because like they they made the cover look like the Robin costume. Yeah, I remember. Like, I rocked. quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, then he came down in his with his beautiful collar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have Robin here. He's talking to that creepy bastard Terry Long. <laughs> 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 My favorite character. I, I I wish we could have another crisis just to get rid of Terry Long again. Now let's let's, um, let's talk about Terry Long. Chris. Does, <laughs> does Terry Long remind you of someone from your youth? Is that the problem here? I don't know what it is. I just uh, and I know it's not an, it's not a terribly unpopular opinion, but just looking at this dude's face. Is it the curly hair? Is that what's, is that what's doing it I'm for an, you? I'm an anti-curler. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Terry Long and Donna Troy is this is a May-December romance. And to me, though, it always struck me as a lot of these, like, college girl dates her professor type deals. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that's, it's that's a, very apt. It's a little creepy, you know, but hey, true love finds its way. I don't, you know, I don't know what to tell you. And I, and I like to think, as a curly-haired gentleman... 
<laughs> that that this can happen. Even a, even a curly-haired ginger with a beard can find yep. a hot a hot chick to hang out with. Half Amazon, depending on when you ask. That's right. To, to bring him dinner in bed, bring him breakfast in bed. But, <laughs> but he's just such he's such a milk toast. He's like everything is like oh I'm sorry Donna oh it's cool Donna it, yeah. it, he's just such a punk. <laughs> um, he is, and he, but, he's 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 always he always seems like he's. Uh, being very snooty around the kids, you know what I mean? He's too he's too yeah. good for these crazy kids. He, has, he seems to have a real problem with uh, changeling, right? Like he's always his antics really rub him the wrong way. He's very old man like yeah. in that regard, and I think he's only supposed to be like twenty five. Yeah, I he's know. not drawing anything like that, but he's he's only supposed to be a few years older. I know he looks like he's at least like thirty five, forty, but <laughs> at I know least he he is supposed to be a little bit closer, but definitely you know he's always wearing a sports jacket. He has no time for very, these kids, yeah. you understand? <laughs> he's an academic. Yeah. <laughs> he's an intellectual. Definitely the kind of guy with a tweed jacket with leather patches on the elbow. That's part of and, his... And he's a creepy prick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, like we said earlier, there's a wedding on the horizon here. Him and Donna will be getting married in issue 50 of uh, Tales of the New Titans. And uh, he wants to get her a wedding gift. And the best wedding gift he can figure is finding out just where in the hell she came from. Hey. So uh, he meets uh, he meets with Robin and tries to hire him to uh, you know find out where she came from. And it's interesting because uh, we had mentioned this off there. Robin, he, he's like almost taken aback by this because he wonders why he hasn't thought of doing this himself. Yeah. It's a little tiny. It's it's almost a throwaway panel. Uh, is it even a panel or is he narrating it? You know, I uh, it is it's, it's a it's a it's a little caption. I don't know why I never yeah, thought to help. That's all. I don't know why I never thought to help. With that yeah. little bit, it explains it away. What we said was in a modern comic book, they would never address that. That that no. a character would have that kind of feeling. They would just say like, okay, me detective time, you know, and they yes. probably just you know bust out their detector ray and 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 shine it around and. Oh, me find clue, you know? And it's like, (laughs) this shows that he, you know, he has an emotional connection here, that he was like, oh, yeah, I should have been on top of this. So Donna Troy, they ask her, what can you remember, Donna? What can you remember about your origin? She recalls what she can. She remembers a fire, bodies, smoke, and Wonder Woman coming to get her. And, you know, uh, she knows that she was raised on Paradise Island, but doesn't really know. know. And she knows she's not really an Amazon, but she doesn't really know the full extent of what the story is. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go back to the scene of the crime, the scene of the fire, investigate her old house, and they kind of poke around for a while. Then uh, Dick retrieves a blueprint for the building, which indicates there are several secret rooms. It's just crazy that this building is still standing up in this dilapidated form. I know. You know, <laughs> is there no urban renewal? Like, what the, What's the no. problem here? You know, just slap a condemn sign on it, and you're good to go. And we're like, ah, that's fine. You know, ah, who died here? A bunch of kids? Ah, whatever. You know, what I mean? we'll, we'll get to this some other time. You know, it's very busy. This this, this is the still the '80s. You got to remember, uh, funds were very thin in New York City. Sure. So I don't know. Is this even taking place in New York City? I'm not even sure. I don't know. I know the Titans are uh, still based there. So he gets this uh, blueprint for the uh, building and he knocks down and opens up one of the secret rooms and there's nothing really in there except for a disheveled and beat up looking doll which sparks something in uh, Donna Troy she remembers something uh, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really nothing really happens clearly so this is and this is this is also one of my favorite scenes in the book you see Dick Grayson doing complex painstaking detective work 
Where, yeah, it looks like he's in his apartment or maybe he's in some college lab. Wherever he is, though, he's he uh, cleans off the doll. He applies a solvent, which kind of raises some long-faded uh, writing on it. Uh, he sees that her name is on there. Uh, he actually uses a computer to decipher like the, the writing on it. He sees that... It's yeah, because all he gets is scraps of paper, and he's trying to finish what it could say. Which is, I mean, this is like high-tech forensic shit going on. It's heavy forensics, you know? Yep. Uh, the, the computer says that it says, hello, my name is Donna. So then he goes through the process again on another part of the doll, and he's able to extract the address of the guy that he yeah. just gets an address. He's uh, Uncle Max of Mystic Mountain in Newport News. And I mean, this is just a scene like you don't see scenes like this anymore. You used to see this in Batman a lot too, you know, where he yeah. would really get the evidence and go to work. And to see this is just it just uh, it shows that there's a lot of thought put into this story. That this wasn't just kind of farted out there. That they were going to do a full characterization of uh, Dick Grayson. Sure. So this eventually leads him to the toy maker, uh, who I think actually just repaired it. Isn't that right? He repaired damaged dolls. Yeah. yeah. I think I think he's just like a a, a doll fixer. Uh, but whatever it is, he he, re, he actually remembered this for... for uh, Still not as creepy as Terry Long. Not nearly as... And he is pretty creepy, I have to say. When you look <laughs> at him, quite. he looks a little messed up. He's a kind yeah. of a balding man that's kind of melting into himself, but probably, <laughs> probably not as creepy as Terry, Terry Long. So at the Mystic yeah. Mountain toy shop, uh, he says, I'd repair them free of charge, of course. <laughs> uh, and <then laughs> He signed all the dolls Uncle Max because it made the kids feel like there was someone who cared, and then they could also find him later for story time. That was the idea. He says the doll maker informs Dick that the doll appears to be the one he used to make and provide for the Willowbrick, not Midvale Orphanage. Yeah, so Supergirl did not get one of these dolls. That's right. <laughs> Uh, as we saw in last week's, you didn't get shit. Uh, and that orphanage was shuttered due, a, due to a child slavery controversy. Mm. Yeah, he, uh, Dick finds out that uh, the old lady who used to run it, Elmira Cassidy, she uh, lives in Florida now on a farm somewhere. I mean, it's like... <laughs> I, th I think it's supposed to be like an old age home. I think it, it is too, but she's just sitting in the middle of a field. It's it great. Like they just wheeled her in the middle of a fucking field. All right, lady. She's, she's out to graze. Um, but uh, she's one of those uh, cliche uh, patients at the old folks' home that has never spoken a word in such and such years. Yeah. You know, Dick brings Donna out there, and suddenly she gets pretty chatty. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> We learn that Donna's birth mother was a either a teen mother or just a very young mother, and she was uh, she had cancer, so she dropped Donna off at the orphanage so she would have someone to take care of her. Shortly, Donna is adopted by a family called the Stacys, and uh, Mr. Stacy passes away. And well, uh, as I recall, Spider-Man killed him. Isn't that isn't that how he? Died? <laughs> well, he was he was he was up he was up on the charge. I'm not sure. Oh, oh right, okay, that's never proven. That's right. <laughs> No, he killed his daughter though by uh, snapping her neck. Oh, fell. for sure. I mean, I saw that. I saw that happen. Yeah, yes. she, fell, she fell off the bridge, but he snapped her neck. He snapped that broad's neck. Well, Mr. Stacy dies, and Donna is forcibly returned to the orphanage because they don't think that Mrs. Stacy could uh, could pr provide for her. Which I, I didn't know that that was a thing. I, I can you return <laughs> children? Is there a money back? Is there like a you know thirty days money back guarantee on orphan kids? I don't. Well, I wonder if there's like a restocking fit. It's like 25%. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> Don is brought back to the orphanage where she's adopted yet again by uh, a horrible couple who she describes as appearing as though they hated children. And uh, it's ultimately revealed that the bodies she remembers from the fire are these evil, awful parents. Dick's not totally convinced. Yeah. <laughs> we do meet. It's, it's so weird here because uh, they leave and Donna gets this... Um, just like this urge to go down a neighborhood yeah. and runs into her adoptive mother was a face Stacy. They, they tell the story of what, you know, of what went down and uh, she's remarried. She's now face Stacy Evans. Dick is still skeptical. <laughs> yeah. This is, I put this in the wrong place, but I remember I, I said to this panel this, while I was reading it. You sent me it. this panel. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all them sitting around looking in a photo album and Dick is daintily drinking a cup of tea. <laughs> Just looking just, very one eye, one eyebrow raised slightly. Yeah, like. he's, he's like, well, yeah, maybe, but I, I'm not sure. I'm he's not, not buying all this. We find out that the child slavery dealy was done by the orphanage's lawyer, Harrison, and because uh, it, it wasn't the old lady. The old mm-hmm. lady's a sweet old lady who lives on a farm, so it wouldn't be her. So uh, we have Dick go to the prison. He puts his Robin costume on, does his best Batman impression, and uh, gets him to spill the beans and say that you know, yeah. Yeah, we were gonna sell her for what was it, twenty grand? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so she's gonna sell it for for twenty lodge, and uh, but that and, fire you know, happened. But then the fire happened, and uh, and and I think Dick comes around at this point. He's he's okay with it. Yeah, and once once he finds out that she wasn't a child slave, well, everything's all right. And I really wonder what would happen <laughs> if she was a child slave. Would he like say, "Well, I'm sorry, you can't be in the Titans anymore"? I, well, you know you what know, I mean? He, <laughs> he he did let he did let Lilith Clay stay in, and and I think she was Mister Jupiter's concubine. So. I mean, you know, I, listen, not everyone there is 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 untainted. You know what I mean? Cor- <laughs> Coriander's been around the block, buddy. I got news for you. You know what I, I mean? I think she's been married six or seven times. You know, yeah, yeah and uh, you know, she comes from a different culture I'm, I'm telling you you know let me tell you you don't get to be the uh daughter of a trigon without no. having seen a couple <laughs> of things in your in your time that's all i'm telling you so uh it, it, it's just it's it always struck me as a little weird dick's reaction here it's almost like i just wonder what he what he would do if she was a child slave uh, <laughs> but what's even more interesting about this is that really that storyline that whole this whole possibility of her having been sold into child slavery didn't even need to happen you know, no. but it added uh, this little bit of interest, this little bit of, you know, how is this going to affect the character going forward? And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's baggage. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's Where... just an interesting wrinkle to the character, mm-hmm. uh, even though it, it turns out not to be true. It brings up all these questions like, well, what is what does this mean about her? You know, and how, sure. how is this going to change Dick's perception of her? Uh, or her perception of herself. Or her, exactly. Or would he even tell her? That's something I thought, you know, like, so he would find this out. He does all that extra research by himself, you know, where he yeah. goes to the lawyer. So if the lawyer had said, yeah, we sold her into slavery, would he tell her? One thing that you mentioned when you even suggested this comic is is uh, seeing the relationship between Dick and Donna here is really nice because it's not a sexualized or romantic relationship. It's not romantic, yeah. yeah. And there's actually a quote that I found. Yeah, it's like, a, this is after after he finds the doll back in like the middle of the book. He says here, Donna's voice quivered as I remembered when, I first, when we first teamed up. I could have easily fallen in love with her then. Now, years later, I knew that I did love her more than I could ever love her if, if I was only her lover. For uh, for her sake, I had to find out her, what her past was. It's, a, it's a, such a, it's more... 
it's a more uh, like primal love. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's more, deeper it's deeper than deeper. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Romantic love or or you know usually I mean the thing is in comics why do couples get together? Well, they get together to break up. In in all you know, literature, that's TV, that's really what it is. This this is something different. They're more like brother and sister or like family. And yeah. and the way that uh, Marv Wolfman and, and and George Perez are able to express that is something really unique. You know, it, it oh, really is a level of characterization that I think few characters reach these days in comics. It happens. Sometimes, but mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I guess it's fair to say it didn't happen very often back then either. Really, no, when no. we want to get down to it. But in this <laughs> case, you're, you're looking at uh, excellent uh, creative team, and and they oh, really wonderful. had a feeling for these characters. Now, this I, I just want to say this is an important issue to you. This is really the one that drew you into the Titans, isn't it? This is yeah. This is oh, before we go on here. Uh, Dorothy Hinckley is the name of her birth mother. I just saw that on the on there the films on there. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the issue. Do that you think she's really, the mother of John Hinckley Jr.? You think John Hinckley Jr. might be Donna Troy's? Maybe he's the one that did get sold into slavery. Biological brother. Bum bum bum. <laughs> but he did get sold into slavery. Yeah, that's uh, that, that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they, made, they made him read uh, J D. Salinger all the time. He was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> They pinned his eyes open. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is like the issue that really made you me really made me fall in love with this team. And uh, this is a book that it's sad that it's it's so easily found in the quarter bins. Yeah, it, it, much like all like just about all of DC's '80s books. You know, of course, excluding a few. Yeah. Um, this is a book that I will always rescue from a cheap cheapo bin. Oh yeah. <laughs> This, I've given away copies of this book to anybody who shows a passing interest in comics. I've given copies of this book. And uh, it's just, this, this is the comic for people who don't read comics. If you want to show them a comic, this is the one I would show them. It, it is very cinematic throughout, too. It's not just the opening yeah. and the closing. There is, there is a closing where Dick uh, basically it ends the same way he's back in his apartment, I guess. Uh, finishing his narration, yeah. but I, I think it's very interesting though, and and very telling of the quality of the book that it made you fall in love with the team, but you don't really see a lot of the team, nope. nor, nor does the team really do what the team usually does to fight you know villains and and yeah. monsters. No. This, this is a very different comic in the run, but yeah, they're only in uh, Dick's only in costume like on two or three of the pages. Yeah, and it's all in hindsight, right? Or, yeah, uh, so. well, it's, he's got the hindsight, and he's also got the uh, his uh, his tough guy talk in the, in the prison. That's right. That's right. If he does, he suits up for that. It's just interesting, you know. I think that you you cottoned more to the uh, writing and art, and you know, general overall feel for the comic, and it's consistent throughout the run too. I mean, you know, if you oh, are it's interested, one of the best. Yeah. if you're interested in reading this comic and it pulls you in, you can probably go right ahead and just start reading all of the Titans because. Uh, it's great. The whole run is great by Wolfman and Perez, and you might wonder what happened. And that's a good question. Uh, yeah. To segue into my other question, uh, who is Wonder Girl? Hmm. Well, let's see. She first appeared in Wonder Woman number 105 way back in April of 1959. This is the secret origin of Wonder Woman, written by Robert Kanika, with art by uh, one of the like creative directors of Wonder Woman at the time, Ross Andrew. Yeah, he, he drew a lot of Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I, I always uh, think about Spider-Man when I think of him. Yeah, but no. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was like one of the driving forces behind Wonder Woman for a long time. 
And uh, this changed Wonder Woman's origin so that instead of being made out of clay, um, she was born to Hippolyta. Hippolyta? How do we say that? Either one's better. (laughs) Either one's okay. For Hippo uh, in Amazonia and blessed by various goddesses from Greek mythology. And uh, when all the Amazonian men died due to uh, conflict, the grief-stricken Amazon women left for Paradise Island. And... uh, so now Wonder Woman, instead of being, you know, born on this island that had never been touched by men, she was born in the real world. She was born in man's world, yeah. you know, and uh, taken to Paradise Island to be which, raised. Which really sort of changes a lot about her when you really get down to it, you know. Sure. She, she's, she can no longer be the naive, you know, like, oh, oh the, everything in men's world is so <laughs> crazy to me, you know. It's like, no. I love this country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kanaga would uh, write several stories featuring Wonder Woman and Wonder Girl, and uh, later on, whole Wonder Thought yeah. um, presented as impossible tales in the form of movies shown by Wonder Woman's mother, Hippolyta. Part of what makes Wonder Girl's background so confusing is this very thing that uh, well, we're going to get into she more. Because she was originally Wonder Woman as a kid. Like, she, she's pretty much born out of a continuity era. That's right, yeah. Because she was, she was actually, you know, when you saw Wonder Girl, that wasn't Donna Troy, that was Wonder Woman as a kid. But, so <laughs> so th- th- this is interesting because, so, so when Bob Haney made the Teen Titans, he hmm. added Wonder Girl figuring that, you know, hey, here's hey, here's not? Wonder Woman's teenage version, I got the, the other ones. <laughs> and and it's it's been presented to me uh, in two ways. I, I've read that it was, he didn't understand that she was that this was stories of hers as a youth or care or or really ca- I guess care I mean I mean to his credit I, I can remember covers where I there's one especially it's one of the funniest ones where Wonder Woman and Wonder Girl and Wonder Tot are all water skiing side by side you know now if you see that why wouldn't you think they exist in the at the sure. same time you know that's like they're water skiing together it's just like what the what a weird cover like what by the and nothing like that happens in the comic of course that's just like a recreational joint for the uh, wonder yeah. team or whatever uh, but i don't know if he didn't know or i think maybe he didn't care i think mm. maybe he was like we need a we need a teenage girl we don't have sure. any teenage girl characters to use cuz there yeah there wouldn't have been so here's one that we can use and there it is so, <laughs> so I, I think it was a convenience for that but that really sure. is where the troubles began because now yeah she's born out of a continuity error i mean and also a wonder woman's origin has never been static, even even since then. Canninger, uh, no. you know, one year later, or one month after Wonder Girl debuted in Teen Titans number one, Canninger <laughs> restores the original clay origin of Wonder Woman, thereby <laughs> retconning her existence out totally. You know, I mean, you know, it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You know? Like, <laughs> give me yeah, a break. I know it. At one point, Wonder Girl is older than Wonder Woman. Like she's been around longer than Wonder Woman. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. so who was she? Who did she draw inspiration from? I mean, she just kind of got got like farted out from somewhere, you know. <laughs> it, it it really is. It becomes complicated, and that's why it does that. That's what that's what makes stories like Who Is Donna Troy and the other ones that you're going to mention uh, viable. They they're because no one there's not a really good origin to this day. Even Wonder Girl to this day, like. Well, if we're confused now, yeah, <laughs> there are going to be four more Who Is stories or specials for Wonder Girl slash Donna slash whoever. Um, there we have Who Is Donna Troy right here. Mm-hmm. Um, in a couple years in the Baxter series, we have Who Is Wonder Girl. When New Teen Titans dropped the teen, just became New Titans yeah. in issue 50. That was a five-part story. And uh, then you have Who Is Troya. 
that showed up in the late 90s, or right around the turn of the century, in the Just Titans, Volume 1, mm-hmm. issues 23 through 25. Because they were no longer new by rights, you know? Yeah, yeah, because this was... Uh, <laughs> This was when they had, like, Young Justice was going and Titans was going. And Titans was kind of chasing JLA to have the, you know, the the Magnificent Seven type of a team. Yeah. Uh, and then when recently... Did, when, did, when did 30-something Titans come out? Was that... Do you remember that? The 30-something Titans? <laughs> <laughs> the Septuagenarian Titans. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I almost heard you looking through your buyer's guide. Like, wait a second, I, I, I missed something. It's like I got Titans sellout. I got the, I got Titans beat. <laughs> but uh, we also had a. I, I don't know if it was. I haven't read it yet, but it's called either Just Who Is Wonder Girl or Who Is Wonder Girl from the latest regrettable run on Teen Titans from yeah. issues 17 to 19. That's the one I I, I just. Read you just reviewed that on our site. You can go read my yeah. review of that, and uh, I was not. Very favorable to it. However, uh, given the comics, the Teen Titans comics I've read recently, it was great. So, (laughs) (laughs) and then there was also uh, when uh, when they restarted, when they relaunched a lot of things after Infinite Crisis, Wonder Woman got herself a new number one, Uh and uh, this was 2006, and there was a uh, Who Is Wonder Woman story that opened that up. So, yeah, this is a uh, well-trodden yeah. <laughs> story, a plot device, or whatever you want to call it. Um, let's see here. After the Crisis on Infinite Earths, this is a, whenever I say that around the house, the wife just, like, runs for any door she can get to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, explain this to me. Well, after the crisis, pew, gone. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yes, uh, so her origin changed. She was rescued from the fire by the, ti- the Titan Ray or Rhea? I would say Rhea. Rhea, okay. And uh, this was along with 12 other orphans, and she was raised on New Cronus to become... They, would, they, they were all raised to become Titan seeds, so actually growing into the mythological... Yeah, the original so, Titans that, that like created the universe and, and yeah. all the planets. Which I, I'm sure they were teens at some point, right? Uh, theoretically, they had to have been, you know? <laughs> um, and like we said earlier, Who Was Wonder Girl happened from uh, 50 to 54 of New Titans. And that was uh, that featured the return to uh, the title from George Perez. Because uh, it was, uh, I think it was Garcia Lopez was on it right, and right. Eduardo Barreto was on it. Um, and this is when Wonder Woman's origin was changed. It was because Perez uh, redesigned her after the crisis, and this detached Donna from her upbringing on Paradise Island. And uh, that that little run ended with uh, Donna getting a uh, getting a haircut, changing her outfit, and changing her name to Troya. Mm-hmm. It's a very 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 eighties looking costume. Yeah, this is, and it's actually one of my favorite costumes of hers. But it's it, it's so gaudy, but so great. <laughs> it's uh, it's. It's worth looking at, and it's it's really is a per, uh, Perez uh, costume. You know, he was never he never shied away from embellishments. That guy, he was like, I gotta draw this every time. Who cares? <laughs> I've heard people say that he draws costumes that only look good when he draws them. Yeah, because no one wants to draw seven... that shit every panel. You know, no. <laughs> very exacting. So uh, Donna Troy, Troya gets pregnant, gives birth to, to a son who is fabled to grow up and become the villainous Lord Chaos, and she mm-hmm. takes up the reign as a den mother to the time-traveling Team Titans, who planned on doing the old would-you-kill-Hitler-in-his-crib thing with little Lord Chaos, the, the baby Lord Chaos, during the totally horrible Total Chaos story, which leads to her divorce from Terry Long, which I'm sure yes. that was the part you liked. 
<laughs> it was it was it was so badly done though. It was just so it was so out of nowhere. Anywho, <laughs> Terry Long and Young Baby Chaos they're killed in a car wreck in an issue of Wonder Woman. Donna was later shown to be a be created by the Amazonian sorceress Magala as the twin playmate for Diana, uh, and then she became evil in <laughs> a really. Really convoluted story. I mean, as if, listen, listen how complicated her fucking origin is. Now she's tied to Wonder Woman again. And now, yeah, and, and she's evil. <laughs> and, and now and, she's evil. And, and now she's a clone, like, kind of? What, what is going on? <laughs> then, you know, she was killed by, uh, of all things, a robotic Superman. <laughs> Yeah, this is in uh when they were ending when they were wrapping T- uh, Young Justice and Titans into the new Dio era of DC. They made uh, the Titans into the Outsiders and the Young Justice. They graduated into the Teen Titans team and they had a crossover called Graduation Day. And at the end of that, Donna was killed by a robotic Superman, <laughs> but not really killed because she just wound up somewhere else. And then <laughs> she becomes this sort of. Donna Troy Prime, where she encompasses every memory of every Donna Troy. It's I, I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like that usual comics bullshit, you know. It's sure. Like, ah, we we can't decide. We gotta please try to please everyone and please no one in the process. Yeah, jack of all trades, uh, something of nothing. <laughs> she, uh, as you said before, though, she did finally come back. She, she was the uh, you know brunette Wonder Girl was gone for a long time. Yeah. Uh, did, did come back in the new 52, uh, as Chris said before, and I guess in Wonder Woman, the uh, Finches run. And now it sounds like that Wonder Girl's the one on the Titans title, which is the characters from this universe that we're talking about now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it is. <laughs> so I, I don't really know if you want to tell us how much you love the new Cassie Sandsmark and how off base we are about, you can write to us at weirdsciencedccomicsblog at gmail.com If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie I'm at Ace Comics And we're a little short on time, but I'm going to tell you that you got to uh, look at Chris's blog. Chris is on infiniteearths.blogspot.com. He's got a new review of a classic DC comic every single day, and uh, they're always very funny. They got ads, very insightful stuff. So with that, I think we've run long enough on this issue. You got anything else there, Chris? Nope, that'll do it. All right, so long, and uh, keep it on the cosmic treadmill. New Superman number one. New Superman number one. New Superman. Are we Superman talking about Willie Ames? Number one, Willie Ames, and uh, spectacular. <laughs> Scott Eric, Bayo. Eric does not like curly-haired guys. No, nope. are against curly. Not going to put them in my mouth. Written by Gene Luang Yang. What, art what was by that? Gene Luang Yang. Art by Victor Bogdanovich, Richard Friend, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. Hello, Rolf. How's that? Is oh, that, can I do oh. that? I'll do all this in my uh, Brazilian accent. That's Very Brazilian. Good. This is Brazilian. I'm wor- I've been working on this all week. Hello, love. There's Brazilian, and here is the other Brazilian. Hey, Eric. Five dollars makes you holler. How's that? You like that one? <laughs> five dollars makes you holler, huh? Five dollar make you holler. Oh, jeez. There oh, you go, big boy. What are oh. you talking about? There's no bulge in my pants, but I'm still happy to see you. I don't care about it, then. Yeah, really? You're in Brazil. Yeah, I'm you in Brazil see for a reason. Come Holy on. Crap. Yeah, there's only one reason to go to Brazil. 
Jesus, you're not learning jiu-jitsu down there at the fucking Gracie fucking mansion. You're there for the the quote-unquote ladies. Wow. The wait to see Kong, Keenan, Keenan, Kong is finally over. And yes, I was totally right that he wasn't in Batman Superman number 32. Seriously, I was so right that it is scary how right I was. (laughs) Suck it, bleeding cool. Suck it, Jody. And especially you, Jody, making fun of me. Uh, If he's listening to this, suck it. Where was I? Oh, yeah. We get to see that Keenan is not the hero some think he is. But luckily, Dr. Omen recruits her subjects from YouTube and lets things play out from there. The issue ends with the Chinese Trinity coming together, and I wish I was more excited about it. Uh, Yeah, you start this issue, and this is – it's weird because to me, I – Leading into this, Eric, me and you have talked about it a bunch of times, even me and you, Reggie, that I didn't – there was not a lot of hype, right? Not I think really. there was, there was more hype from that Batman and Superman number 32 than I saw oh, coming yeah, this definitely. week leading into this book. Victor yes. um, Bogdanovich and me are friends on Facebook, so yes. like every day he's like, oh, yes. check out my new and, page. I'm like, and man, really, I see this every day. the other hype that you would have gotten up to this book was the name change – Things like that, like yeah, that, Kong, that seemed uh, to almost be Kenji like, Kong, yeah. yeah, Kenji Kong into Keenan Kong, and then I even said, you realize they're going to call him Kong Keenan, and but yeah. this was some of the things that I'm not even sure that that wasn't just a uh, you know a calculated thing. Now the I it's weird. I I don't think it is. Um, the one thing I'll tell you just right off the bat, uh, Gene Yang is a big uh, young adult writer, and he I, he even leads like the. So, like, very large young adults? Uh, I don't know. But he he is, uh, like, world. he runs a worldwide, or at least the U.S., like, a thing with young adults uh, becoming better by reading and things like that. A rec and, center. Well, no. He, I'm telling you. I'm not even joking. This guy, <laughs> this guy is... He won the... He, he's like an award-winning I'm author saying, for Boxes He is and so, Saints. so respected as yeah. being a guy that champions young adult reading all this stuff and Asian American, all the, it, this guy doesn't joke around with this stuff. And I really think it played out in this book to me. But what I'm getting in this is I think that he's be, this is a very serious book for him. Um, with this teen becoming a Superman and the story he wants to tell. And I think because of that, I, re- I really didn't have any fun reading this. And I really thought that this was going to be one of those books. You even joked about it, uh, between recording segments, Eric, that you said, you know what? I'm not going to have problems with this because there's no continuity exactly. to screw up. There's no continuity to yell <laughs> about. To me, this could be a book that is as fun as, say, a, it reminded me of a tone almost like they want to get a tone like the, uh, Justice League 3000. Right. Where you have even with the even at the end where you see the Wonder Woman and the Batman that you want to be like oh this is going to be fun I really did not have any fun reading this book I really didn't uh, though I I'm not saying it's bad per se it just this was what I hoped was going to be a book that we'd have a lot of fun with reading and talking well, about on the I podcast I don't want to jump I'm saying I hate to jump to the end though but like with the Chinese Batman yeah. uh, Wonder Woman. I really kind of wish we would have got that Chinese Justice League we had in the final days well, of Superman. And again, they're not involved. They're, no. the, they're the 10. And even then, when they were talking about, like, oh, we're going to make this Justice League, I, I had a feeling even then that they weren't talking about them. And no, neither would I. The I, I just wish thing, we would have saw them. Here's the way. And 
they actually, when they did talk about it, they, but remember the problem with them and the way they set it up to make that the problem for people who weren't reading the final days of Superman, uh, story where you kind of got this Dr. Omen and this Chinese thing. She spelled out the reason why she's making these guys is because they die every 10, 10 days. Right. The, the actual Justice League, like the 10. They seem to be the ones. They die every ten days. She wants to make this new. Yeah, I, that was never really clear to me on how any of that. Well, worked. it didn't. But it was. They said, "Listen, the mother." I forget the whole the the term. It was very convoluted. But it was that. Oh, you, and she spelled it out. Then I'm making a better version because you guys keep dying every ten days. We need something to to protect China all the time, and uh, and that you know they die and then they come back. And I said to you, it was weird because. They die every ten days, but then they're bu- and there seemed to be a carryover. At one point, the whole fucking whole fucking China would be overrun by these guys. But yeah. in this, uh, you're seeing that uh, yes, Doctor Omen is making her own um, Justice League, and it starts up. And it's weird to me because this whole thing with with Keenan, it starts off and he's bullying this fat kid. Fat boy. He, yeah, fat boy. He's punching him. Uh, he's talking. And, yeah, you get the idea he is very selfish. He's, he's a, a bully. He's a piece of shit. He thinks he's the greatest thing. He was like, hey, I'm the third biggest thing in China. I'm all this. He's and, a teenager. Yeah. yeah. But he, they're really stressing. He's a shit yeah, they're really stressing that. And it leads to where he's fighting. And then all of a sudden, this uh, blue condor shows up. It looks awesome. I, and you I know what? I, I really like dug the supervillain. Yes, I'm like, yeah, why couldn't sure. condor and birds of prey be yeah, this Yeah, cool? really. I really love that. So this blue condor. And, and I again, I think that Gene Yang does a great job of setting things up. Because he even said, like, with the, the narration, Keenan's like, oh, this is one of these newfangled Western-type uh, villains that keeps yeah. showing up in China. This, yeah, and this guy keeps showing up every couple months, and he targets these rich people, and and something in him. And I don't know that it's, uh, you know, one of those, like, hey, I'm bullying him, uh, but it's a... That's my Just, mark. It's a bra- yeah. It's a brash decision. He throws the can at him that he had stolen from his non-buddy. It's not a friend. It's this guy he bullies Fat all boy. the time. Fat boy. And uh, that's where people are, are recording this. Now, there's a girl recording, and she's like, nice. She uploads it. It's weird to me because she ends up being pretty much the Chinese, uh, the China's version of Lois Lane. And it's, and it's weird. very odd, too, because she is supposed to be older, and here she looks like she's she, in Not only school. that, but she looks like that, and she's recording things with her phone, but yet her crew is there. <laughs> it's very forced. She wanted multiple angles. It's so weird, because, yeah, they get a, um, a video of uh, Condor, Blue Condor, getting hit, and uh, for some reason, he just leaves. He sees, he, it looks like he's going to fight Keenan. And then he kind of just leaves. He and who knows why, but it Much does. Much shame. Work. And it's yeah. Well, and also <laughs> it might be one of those because even Keenan keeps saying to himself, like, "I'm not the guys he usually targets." Maybe it was one like that. And yeah, I think that we'll see him again. He didn't get defeated. I think it Hell might no. be. He's going to come back. Oh hard yeah. For and I just think it might be one of those like, "Hey, you know what? I, there's nothing here for me to get out of yeah. fighting this kid. I'm out." So now goes, I'm going to kill your family. Yeah, I'm going to go find out where they live. It's it's a it's a thing of just coincidence where they started filming after the bullying, and it, it, this is a very cliched thing that happens a lot in you know a movie or a TV show where there's a guy who's a piece of shit, but yet he's seen doing something good, so he's going to go with it because he's a piece of shit. But even then, they're they're the moral in, of the story is nice guys finish no, last. Well, they're, and they're interviewing him, and even he keeps slipping with like, oh, you mean fat? Bo- oh. 
And I'm like, wait a second, this is so. <laughs> At one point, stupid. I'm going to learn Fat Boy's That's name. It's just stupid. And yeah, also, gonna... I got I got to say something. This Keenan Kong is not exactly a skinny boy himself. Oh, no, he I'm isn't. just saying. He's a little yeah. dumpy himself. Well, again, that's who you'd be, you know, you target the little bit fatter kids so yeah, that people true. leave off of you. I mean, so. I mean that's, the, you know, for two guys that were so abused as children, I don't, I, I don't see how you can't relate to this well, interaction hey, a little I, more, oh, you know? I, I'm right with Keenan. Yeah, and even then when this kid is like, hey, up, you, you <laughs> saved me, and it's Lixen is the guy's the kid's name. Lixen, hey, right. hey, Lixen, you all right? Yeah, yeah, you're my hero. Okay, give me some money. And he gives it to him again. You want to keep pointing out he's a piece of crap. And that's when this Lan, Laney Lan shows up uh, from now, prime time. Since it's Con Keenan when it pronounced... Is it Laney Lan or is it Lan Laney? Well, here's the deal. It's Laney Lan. Or does it not matter because she's a woman? It's always going to be Kong Keenan in this. There's never going to be a time that they call him Keenan Kong. So whatever that is, that's the name. There she is. She's Well, they call him Keenan at the end of the issue. No, they call him Keenan by himself. If you don't I, I don't know the how thing, the phonetics work. It's or how it's not the, even that's how it the is. The first name's last. They, they go that way. Uh, but yeah, when his Keenan's name, I'm very ignorant when it comes yeah, to well, anything like said, other than Kenan's America. Keenan's name is Keenan, but when you print, when you say it with his family name, it is Con Keenan. That Shea you know, Eric. the way they go it. So you're Shay Eric. Shay Eric. I'm like a fancy goddamn French restaurant. Yeah, Le well, Shay Eric. But yeah, they they interview Keenan. And um, even then, he starts getting all you know big on himself. Hey, hey look, shit. you know I, I got the muscles, and that's where you see Doctor Omen sees him, and like that's the one. And I even think I made a joke earlier. I think that she wants somebody who is cocky. Like it, if there's or it's just, just a young boy. No, nah, I just think that it's just she wants somebody that has that. And again, when it goes down to it, where they go, they even think he's dead. They, they she doesn't really care. You should yeah. just like, okay, he stood up to him. When you, test well, they want, they want somebody who's going to be a Superman to save things. You don't want a guy who's like, oh, my God. They want somebody who, when he gets superpowers. They don't want fat boy. No, they want, they're going to want somebody who, when he gets superpowers, is going to want to kill every, you know, stand up to everyone. He's already yeah. stood up to a guy. They see that. So, okay. Yeah. We want somebody who's action. dead. And, again, this kind of goes into what action I was Jackson. saying, where I thought that it was going to be more like a Justice League 3000 with that Superman who was the dickhead Superman. Right. Um, it kind of goes with that, but it's just not that fun to me. Uh, and he goes back, he goes back to his dad. His dad's a mechanic. They really stress that. And his dad's like a, a weird combination because he's a no nonsense guy, but he's also a fucking conspiracy theorist who joined, goes to his writing club and, Which is and so writes weird. about shit. It's just very odd to throw that in. And it's only in there because what he thinks is in existence is who comes and gets Keenan. So you'll have that conflict of Keenan knowing that what his dad has always yelled about is true. And yet he's not, I don't know, he's not going to say anything or his dad's going to find out about this. And it, it gives a conflict with there because there's no real reason to have that. You could have had him be a mechanic and that's fine. You, oh, you know, and then you find out then the big thing is that Lixon's dad owns the airline that his mom died. Keenan's mom died. Well, it's almost too, with having his father be this, it's almost like Aunt May would always read in the paper how bad Spider-Man is. Yeah. And so, like, Peter would always have to hide the fact that he's Spider-Man. Now we'll have the same yeah. thing because he was yeah. experimented on by this organization that his father despises. And, yeah, so he's gonna have to keep on. Yeah, he's actually going to be working he's for He's almost them. like an abomination yeah. now in his yeah. father's eyes and, without him knowing it yet. And it's weird uh, you say that because this was what when uh, we people said, oh, that we saw Keenan in that tube and all this. And I said, 
in the in the the page on my review and comments that I really wanted to have it be more like a Spider-Man, and it kind of is. And it is I, with that hyphen too. And this to me, yeah, and even that 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 really throws it there. But even this even seems to be like an extension of like the Doom book that we really like. Oh yeah, I love um, that book. They, they, DC has been trying to get the like a new teen hero new like that that characters. isn't just oh here's the you know Beast Boy on the Teen Titans. This it's is like you know and, Doomed Doctor Fate, you know, and yeah. Blue Beetle. And really to, yeah. to spell it out, maybe it is the Superman kind of character that that may hit a little. And to put it in China makes sense because then it, it's by itself. Yeah, you may have fucking Flashpoint Superman, pre-Flashpoint Superman show up at some point. or le- But this is, I like that it's in China, only because then you can have its own story going. Yeah, it's isolated. And like, yeah, and like you said, that's pretty cool. And also, cool. China is a big market, yeah, folks. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's also the other thing. Yeah, but they, I they like also, that. They also may not give a crap what we think about this book. Yeah, they, they may here. not. But, and they may hate it. I Who knows? Uh, yeah. But yeah, you go where Dr. Omen has... Keenan takes them to their headquarters and he's gonna do an experiment. And it's weird too because uh, Keenan, after talking to his dad, and uh, I know why you bully Licks and his dad, uh, you know, you know they're not to blame. You have to stop it. And even he says at a point, hey, you know what? I, I do bully him. I, I have to admit, the reason I do this is because my mom died and. I just can't stop because I, I just his dad was spo- supposed to make sure things were safe. Yeah, his and, dad, like uh, Fat Boy's father, runs the airline that yeah. co- like her. His mother was on a plane and it and crashed. It crashed and it, and Keenan secretly in his mom, like subconsciously blames Fat yeah, Boy's yeah. family and, and for even, her death. I think also if you want to really get into it as well, it's not only just like uh, hey, I blame your dad, but it's also like look at you, you fucking rich piece of shit. My mom's dead. I yeah. have shit. My dad's a mechanic. I don't even have a mom. And there you are. You go home to this great family. And, you know, it was your airline. I, I think there's, you know what I mean? Like he said, I don't really think he's to blame, but I can't help myself. And I think that he just, every time he sees this kid and the kid's rich, and like, your family's better than this. You should have a better lunch and throws it on. I think it all leads from that. Like, I don't even have a full family. I'm going to go start beating up one of the young kids who run, like, who, uh, from Budweiser for killing yeah, my dad. Yeah, go get the guy from the, uh, the, Charlie Tuna was the freaking what's that company? Do you ever hear of that guy? That the like the tuna about? fish guy, the, whatever yeah. the you know the tuna fish that guy. Starkest Starkest Tuna. Charlie Tuna. Yeah. yeah, remember that? Do you ever hear that young kid? He used to go on Howard all the time. No, and no. he was just this crazy kid who's just filthy rich and doing all that craziest shit. <laughs> but he didn't seem like a dick. But yeah, uh, we'll go beat him up. He's older now, probably. But uh, yeah, it's just weird. Uh, like I said, the the way that Gene uh, Yang writes this book, there is I, it's good. Like every scene, like he talks about his mom, and then he goes and Doctor Omen gets him and is going to like experiment on him. She really doesn't tell him what's going on. No, no. And hey, really, I'm going to give think, you superpowers. Okay. She goes and finds him. And he's at the grave of his mom. She is like, hey, I've used my GPS. Uh, you know, I know that you haven't come here in two years. What's it? You know, what's going on? Whatever. And that really is only to set up then when he does get hit with like the genome, the solar flare, wherever you're going to go. They don't really go is. that into it. genome? And I like it though because, again, you don't need to get that crazy you're no. just like boom, he's in the origin tube. Yeah. He's gonna come out. He's I hit hope with the that blast. It's called the origin yeah. tube, and too. he get he gets hit by it, and it does look like a lot like uh, Cal L Con L that we yeah. said. Uh, you know, you have that, and it goes, and then he has the re- he remembers his mom, and there she is crashing. He's like, look, I, all of a sudden he's in this dream, and I could see. 
I really like that. It's really well set up. Everything in this issue, from point A to B to C, it's very well written and very yeah. well set up. There's I not just, really any wasted scenes. No, you know, there like isn't. It's setting really, up a whole world. It is yeah. really well. And from where me and Eric had the whole thing with the truth story and the Superman book that Gene Yang was in with Mythbrawl and things, it was nonsense. But it was also because it was thrown into a crossover with all these other books that we hate, and it really was nonsense. This really... The writing, just straight out writing and setting up scenes really impressed me. It really did. Like, I'm like, okay, there's nothing where at any time in this issue I thought, what the hell are they talking about? Everything really, but nothing thrilled me. Nothing got me to like until maybe the last page because he ends up busting out. They even say like he might be dead. You know, oh, my God, it's going. It's shut it off. Boom, he blasts out. And he's like, look at me, I'm flying. And, and yeah, and that actually is kind of cool. Like, he, he's very excited about it. He kills it. the Chinese Goldie. Well, then he, he freaking, yeah, Heat Vision, she, they even see it coming. And then they're like, oh, no, you know, Code Red. And they call in, uh, they're like, even they say, Peng, Dalen, Wang, Bexy, suit up and come to Space Module now. I never know these names. And boom. Batman and Wonder Woman show up, and it's the Chinese Batman and Wonder Woman. And uh, there's Chun-Li. The yes. Wonder Woman looks like Chuck, but I love it. I love the character design. I do like him too. And yeah. I really do like pink lasso. And I, he's I think that, Batman. yeah. And I think it's really cool that they both, it's the bat slash man. It like that, that goes right in with it. Yeah. And, um, and, and all together they're red, green, and blue, which is just like a, a shows a good amount of foresight, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I like, and I, the Chinese I, are very, yeah. very, they plan things out very well. Very color well. conscious. And, and yes. I really also like the fact, like even here's the thing that I'll show you with uh, Gene Yang that I think is a very good setup. At the time Dr. Omen comes and wants to convince Keenan to come with her, it's kind of like, hey, look at this. This is America. You know, this is it's it's weird to say America's Superman. But look, this is Superman. He's no longer with him. And Keenan goes, what? what do you think? I'm an idiot. I know who Superman is. Sets up completely then at the end that he knows who Batman and Wonder Woman is. Yeah. So when they show up, it's not like you're like, oh, man, I wonder if he knows. They've said that is such a good way to set up that he knows who yeah. There's entire regions are. in China that are completely there to make Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman That's action exactly. figures out of America. But yeah, I, I, but just that setup to me is was such a good setup so that when they show up, you're like, okay, you, yeah. you never even bat an eye. He knows who they are. He told her already that, what do you think, I'm an idiot? Everybody knows them. And they, yeah, they show up and they have, I love the character designs. I'm, I'm guessing that, um, Victor Bogdanovich and Gene Yang probably talked about and worked out the, uh, the character designs together. But boy, I, Batman is awesome. I think he, he looks awesome. And yeah, yeah, like a luchador. It, I, I like yeah. Superman's outfit too. It's like yeah, a, it's I like do a too. Like Chinese stars on it, you know, and it's like a flag. It's yeah, weird to it. me that the only thing that gets me is the, the cliffhanger is pretty much them kind of showing up to kick his ass. I, why? Yeah, you know, you just experimented on him. I, yeah, but it's weird. It almost like, and yeah. It, it'll come out, I'm sure, in the second issue where they're like, calm down, buddy, you know, you know, do that. I uh, also have to mention, though, that it does look like uh, they have gone a little ahead because I don't know. It looks like Batman's flying. And that, that's a little odd. Or does he mm. have? No, no, he's no, got, looks, look he's got a he's rope. Got a, yeah, yeah but I don't know that he does. No, they look. do, but they don't really show it. Connect, you know what I'm saying? He just com- oh. kind of comes in. I don't know. Did he jump from the ceiling? Because yeah. if he, I, glass I, coming down. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah I don't know. Maybe I'm saying maybe they're all like crazy powered. I yeah, don't maybe they know. are. Because really, if you think about it, that we know how they made a Superman. How they make a Wonder Woman? She seems to be flying. 
She I mean, I guess they just zapped her with the trail. same shit. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. If they, made a, if they made a Wonder Woman the same the way. The sentient Amazon genome. Yeah, but they, that's what I'm saying. They don't have that. So maybe they have used this genome of Superman for all of them. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't well, know. They, they I probably guess we'll made this out. Batman using uh, Scott Snyder's thought projection machine, yes. right? Wasn't yeah. that what that was? I, I Yeah, 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 really. I, the good I just, intentions when machine. I see That's that right. though, it, it does make it look to me like I'm like, okay, there, there might be some goofiness like a Justice League 2000 that I think that this book should have. I think that this book should have a lighthearted approach and have be a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't get a lot of fun in this number one, but it, it's not bad. I don't well, mind. Go, going in, I initially was very angry about this, surprisingly, but um. Just seeing Keenan Kong as this asshole, prickish kind of kid, I'm like, I like my heroes to be like heroes from the get-go. They were bestowed these powers, yeah. and because they deserve the powers. Here, yes. he's just a cocky prick, but when we get to the end result where we find out he is just a troubled kid who misses his brother, kid, and he's yeah. lashing out at the world, it worked for me. Really, and there you have, you have yeah. a good origin that is a, a weird... It kind of turns it on its head from and what you normally And it turns it on its head, I like, like I said with Gene Yang... It almost even like that's a weird – it's such a subtle way to give an origin that you could and go through it, the whole thing and then at the end – yeah, and then at the end you're like, holy shit, that is his origin. He's mad because his mom – when it's happening, it's just in the spur of the moment. Yeah. I just – I really thought – and maybe it all goes down to the fact that Keenan is a dick. And like you said, you like your heroes to deserve to be heroes, and they do. Um, I think that this is kind of thrown on its head in the way because – he's not deserving of it. He's not earning anything. No. He's being given this and he's being forced into it even. Like Just they, for a toss they even pop. even that little teeny bit where they said like, hey, get in that origin tube and <laughs> oh there's and he wants out. He yeah. doesn't even want it. So it even goes into that. Like I you know, you'll have that like, you know, a Dante, I'm not even supposed to be working today. <laughs> it, it's almost like a, I didn't want to be this. I didn't ask for this. So you might have some of this. Uh, but I really hope I you just get, wanted to make my dad mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really hope that you get like you said, where his dad's going to get word of this. Oh, you're the Justice League, this new Justice League. I think they're up to no good. This and he's got to kind of keep quiet. Yeah. And then also, I just I hope that the next issue is kind of a like, hey, I got powers. I want to have some fun. I'd like to see it's him gonna be, have some fun. It's going to be odd, though, keeping it a secret from his father because he's not wearing a mask. And he doesn't really have a disguise yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, really. Maybe they'll maybe the domino mask. Uh, going forward, no glasses going forward. He's just going to start yeah. wearing glasses. There yeah, you go. Just but only as funny. Superman. Yes, yes that would it's be, be very odd. It'd be a weird decision. Uh, but yeah, Jody reviewed it on the site. I believe he gave it a seven. I probably should have checked that. But uh, what would you have given it, Eric? I would give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, probably. That's that's what I would give it as well. Uh, Me too. Yeah, I, we fucked up. Yeah, we did. Um, no, the the most part is like it goes down to seven because I really enjoyed the story, even though it, it, like this kind of not fun yet. It's a slow burn. Yeah, that's fortune, the only thing I had. I, I appreciate to a degree, but um, I'm a fan of Victor Bogdanovich's work because it's very similar to Greg Capullo's. Yes. And him doing this here just seems kind of like a step down from what I'm used to him doing. Because I'm saying, like, even when we start out, Keenan does not look right. He comes off very chubby from where he'll, like, look later on. Yeah. 
and it just doesn't really mesh throughout the yeah. entire issue. It does kind of change, and even he says that, and maybe like at the end when he's hit with the G, maybe that because even the, super soldier oh, serum, yeah, maybe because maybe now he he's lost a bunch of weight. It was sort of like a uh, you know, and again, slimming, he kind of even ray. says at that one point, "Well, this is a little tight for my you know liking," uh, but I I do like I love the way Batman looks. I said already, yeah. I even like Wonder Woman. I think like that's a bat cool. Mask. And yeah, but the way they even spell this out then. You want to see how they make a flash or a green lantern oh, yeah. and, and things like that. That'll be a tiny how and a oh, freaking flash. Uh, yeah, tiny how <laughs> and a, a girl flash. I I actually hope that they decide to go a little different now. They have the, they have the Trinity. I hope that they do mix it up a little. Like they have their version of Booster Gold or you know some crazy. There's August General and Iron. Yeah, like some there. some crazy things like that. I I would like to have that happen. And I again, I eventually I would like the actual Justice League to kind of show up and check on them. But I hope that it stays by itself in China and they just go with it. They kind of do even with that. You know, hey, do you know who the Superman he did? Even that, to me, even also goes along with the, like, hey, look, we're in China. We're, we're by ourselves. A lot of people stick to themselves and things like that. But uh, I did like it. And, though, I hope it gets a little more fun. Yeah, what do you too. Think? But, yeah. All right, Eric. It's me and you again. Me sure and you alone. Got that Reggie out of here. After dark, Eric. Ooh. After dark. Now, I do have a story. about the sun's about to come up. Yeah, I have a special treat for everyone, Eric. Um, everybody, friend, wanted to know who Dan was, so I figured I, I'd go. I went on his Facebook, Facebook, his Twitter page, and he actually had a video. And this is him doing a review of his first time drinking Ecto Cooler, the high C Ecto Cooler, where it's not as nuclear as he thought it would taste, Eric. Oh, yeah? Not as nuclear, but at one point he's amazed at how nuclear it is. Don't know what that means, but I just want to give uh, Frenny a little taste of what Dan Stransky and I will tell you. All of this audio is straight from this video arc. I am not going to add anything <laughs> to it. It's just right to him. So here you go. This is Dan. Hello, everyone. Dan here, and welcome to my latest video. Today, I am going to be doing a special taste test video. Sounds so good, last week, right? I was yeah. just sitting here at my desk, yeah. minding my own business, playing Darksiders oh, uh, on my MacBook, uh, when I got a message <laughs> on Facebook from my friend. It was just a screenshot of a message that said, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I just got this as soon as it came through, and I'm on in the game. Uh, it's very because the link to the website, ShopRightDeliver.com, a very particular uh, process. Can't it is here. It has uh, you arrived. hear them? It's still going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So what I Please start eating my penis. I don't have to put up with this. I have the utmost respect for women. Okay, that's enough again. That's uh, straight never... audio, Eric. That's straight audio. There's Dan Stransky. There's a little hint for you. I wish I had the sounds of the city. I'm actually happy, though. He cleaned up his audio a little bit. 
He did, but at one point we were listening to that in between uh, the deal, and you hear a truck go by. That sounded like it was a fucking, you know, landing. Yeah, I actually thought that was on your end from where no, I listened to it. No, that was him. It sounded yeah, clear as day. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, okay, with this fucking hello, weird science we used to get. But then that's a little tip, or a little taste. A little taste of Dan. Just a little bit of the tip. Not a lot of guys get a lot of taste of Dan, <laughs> uh, but uh, but we did right there. And we're going to move on with our last book, Eric. Now, yes, we will. Dan Stransky, and what is that book? So glad we got some Dan on our site's birthday. Yes, we did. And I actually would have uh, – we didn't really think about this. And it, it's the – are you loading up the book or something? Is this why you're making no. it stall? Okay. Uh, the podcast didn't really have a birthday, so it would be weird to go with that. But I, if I would have thought ahead of time, I would have had uh, – I would have gotten people and forced them to give us birthday wishes for the site. It's but funny, it, though. It's now that we're three years old on the site. It's like the site has gotten to that point where it doesn't care about birthdays anymore. It's too old for that shit. I told you, a site like this, it's not dog years. It's it's website years. That's 10 years for every year. Yeah, so it's 30, 30 now. Once you hit 30, I know a lot of people have like that 30-year-old birthday and then the 40. I was already done. I really didn't have birthdays. My mom and dad did not like me, Eric. Nobody liked you. Yeah, really. No, my, my cat. It, tur- it turns out your parents threw you a goddamn birthday party every year. Nobody showed up, so you had no idea. You son of a bitch. How about this? <laughs> hey, yes. This drink is nuclear. Oh, my God. It's nuclear. And, uh, I, it I imagine nuclear. that this color is the exact same color as what nuclear material would look like. So let's... <laughs> oh, Dan. Ah, oh, yes. Just have that playing. Just have them mute it out. Yeah, I muted it out. It's still going. I have, to, I have to get off of this thing so I can actually add some sound effects later, which I probably won't anyway. Uh, once I get involved with arguing with you about the books, then I don't do these sound effects. We need but, a producer is what we need. We do. But yeah. Well, what, what book are we talking about? Earth 2 Society, number 14, written by Dan Abnett with art by Federico Dalaccio, Angel Hernandez, David Calderon, and Travis Lanham. What's going on, Eric? Why'd you stop? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had a I, bug in my throat. I, I didn't. I didn't want to uh, uh, disturb you there. With the thought that Fury's Pandora vessel could be capable of bringing. Ah! What's, what? <laughs> Stand over there. All right. With the no. thought that. But the thought that Fury's Pandora Some vessel. Could... face just got ripped off, Eric. Oh my god! Time, no. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> That's horrible for you to say. I wish I had. Is there a sound effect that burn victims are known? Like, what? put out the fire. I don't know. What would they yell? Stop looking Not at with me. with pitchfork. That's what somebody told me once. It looked like my face caught on fire and they put it out with a pitchfork, Aaron. Who told you that? That person in school. It's my shame. mom. <laughs> it's a shame they never lived the graduation, my friend. Hello? It got so dark. I didn't know where to follow up with that. <laughs> I don't know. Because in my mind, they're actually dead and died because of underage drinking in a car accident. No, no, I killed them. I oh, that's better then. Oh, jeez. You know what the problem is? I mute that. I cannot find the page that that fucking sound effect's on to get off of that thing. There we go. I found it. There. You ready for this? I am ready. With the thought that Fur- a Fury's Pandora vessel could be capable of bringing the old Earth back along with everyone in it, a lot of the wonders are going crazy. Well, mostly Batman, but Fury doesn't think it's a good idea, and since nobody will back Batman up in a fight against the Amazon, things cool down. That is until ultra-humanized Sour Patch Kids show up to wreck a little house and take the Pandora vessel for themselves. That's easy for you to say. It was not. That, that was so crazy solid. the way I wrote that That's up. That's true, Solid Snake. 
Oh, I love it. Was Deep it throat. Snake? That's what I call you, Eric. Deep throat. Oh, goodness gracious. What is going on? A lot of people call me that. That's right. No, no gag. Thanks, all you. Uh, yes. Earth to society. Actually, I was not making fun of you with those crickets. It was more of a sign that most people have checked out on these books that aren't rebirth. Exactly. This book's okay. No, it's not bad. It's okay. Um, the biggest problem with this book is that we're, in my mind, like I had no idea when I reviewed this book or read this book that it was going to issue 17, like we saw from the solicit in October. That, uh, I'm telling you, I read that solicit. Doesn't seem to say it's ending. No, it doesn't. That doesn't seem like an ending. This may just go on. It, it's so, so ridiculous. When I read this, though, I got very upset in the beginning because it seems like a lot of rehash of the last yeah, issue. Yeah. And like, is this a good jumping? Like, this is a great jumping on point for anybody because they talk about everything they talked about uh, in the last if, issue. If you were going to jump on, wasn't it the last issue that we really thought was a great jump, like a great jumping on? Oh point? yeah. I think that if anybody wants to get involved in this Earth Two book, just last issue into this, you're going to get a little or, of the or, same you know, deal. That's the thing. We're just this one. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. I, I thought the last one was really good. It was very I, good. But that was probably my here. favorite of the series. <laughs> Uh, uh, poor Dick Grayson. Guy is a sad sack. Well, that's the thing is, we found out in the last issue that he, like, once Khalid had this vision that the Pandora vessel could be used to bring the Earth back and everyone else in it, Batman's like, I lost my wife in that world's end and I can't find my son. I don't know what happened to him. So he's all about doing this. And he even goes to the Fury and is like, I'm going to take your vessel and I'm going to bring the world back. No, you're not. Let's fight about it because I got Power Girl and Huntress backing me up. I got everybody. I got some backup. Yeah. I, they got my back. And they immediately shut Batman down. No, they we're not doing this. They don't have his back. And he's and like, look, I'm gonna, I'm only going to use it for the common need. No, no, Batman. No, you're and not. What's weird to me is that you almost seem to think that you're supposed to feel bad. Like, yeah, I would want my, you know, my wife and kid back too. But yet the way it's played out here, again, he feel, he seems like a sad sack. Yeah. And at, by the end, he just seems like a sad guy who nobody cares about because, yeah, they turn on him. I said the best page for me was when they show him, he just has his head down uh, like he's going to cry. And he just really has does. a hand on his shoulder. Yeah, he's just <laughs> sad. He, yeah, there it is. I'm looking. He, he has such a defeated look that, you know, he slumps that's, over that's a little. They back him up and they shoot I, him down when he says what I, he's going to do with Huntress it. Huntress is like, there, there, Dick Grayson, you were doing pretty good, you know, pulling <laughs> in, but you, you're not Batman. We're not, we don't have your back that much. Uh, you're but, you're yeah, not my really, father. You're just the guy who yeah. took over for him yeah, and exactly. my grandfather. Yeah, well, yeah really. Uh, but then you see the, uh, the humanites. The Sour Patch Kids. That, yeah, they come flying in and... I like I like the art in this book. I like it a lot too. Like, so and I, there's certain panels where things get little. Yeah, but when you see the humanites there, I think they look oh, awesome. They look great. Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, obviously, you know that John is on his way. That was our Tommy big cliffhanger. John. Is that yeah, so. John Grayson was actually you know he's been taken, he's been genetically modified and aged by the ultra humanite to become one of his children. And this goes in with. Um, Dick even says, I tried to find him. He should be here. He must have died on the way because I can't find him. And I've looked all over. I've, I've checked out all the database. I can't find him. It makes sense why we haven't seen John in this whole yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and I, why I like Dick it. would even become Batman to begin with. Because honestly, yeah. that was a little weird to me that, like, you know, up until last issue, Dick has just been Batman. Like, Mr. Terrific, who we also haven't seen in this series, he built him an exosuit, allowed him to become Batman. And I'm like, 
it's weird from where he left because he just really wanted to take care of his son. Now he's a fucking vigilante in the yeah, night. Yeah, and then we thought was never he addressed about it. Yeah, yeah. That, like he had and last issue him. we find out that he's never found John, so it makes sense why he has a lot of free time. Yeah, and and they give props to to Dick that he's done some good, and you yeah. always see you're doing this that, and I like that. Um, but yeah, not a lot happens. No, uh, they kind of just Treadwater and the humanoids are coming with John, and I do like the fact, like you said. The cliffhanger of last issue we found out. And I like that, that now you know. And yeah. when I see them, I'm like, oh, shit, here he comes. That's who you care about. What, a, what is he, Fire Pattern? He's Fire it's, Pattern, yes. What the hell name is well, that? That's the thing, too. In the last issue, we were introduced to a bunch of these kids. We had, like, Scalpel and uh, yeah. Fire Pattern. There was another like, one, too, scalpel. I can't remember. And Scalpel's I'm like, all right, we got, I'm saying, we got a bunch of kids. So, like, in my mind... Didn't really think too much into like these names. I'm like, okay, you got Ultra Humanite. He's got a bunch of teenagers working yep. for him. And they got silly names. Whatever. Here we find out that these names are kind of poignant, you know? Yep. They make a bit of sense because when they finally show up, they can do some serious fucking damage. Holy fucking This shit. character Turncoat shows up, steals Power Girl's goddamn powers right away. And then Scalpel yeah. comes up. Oh, what's Scalpel going to do? I thought Holy she cut shit. Captain Steel right in fucking oh my half God. when I first saw her. Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> what? What? Johnny. Uh, Scout, that actually, it freaked me out. Like, the point, like how you are an awful person and hate the burn victims. Yeah. Just thinking of that, those cuts, because boy, he, she, Scalpel is a very good name for her. Very it's good name. Very good because well, you, she, she doesn't first... just hurt him. She puts fucking divots in him. There is gigantic gouges. I'm talking oh, yes. When you first it see really her attack. It really did make me feel uncomfortable seeing him when he was laying there with those big fucking... You know, that's the thing, too. He's not bleeding. There's just no. these giant fucking wounds that are dug yep. out of him. And, yeah. and it, like, I always thought, you know, okay, it's Captain Steel. His skin is, like, impenetrable. But, like... They even say it. It's so crazy. Who is crazy. it who yells? Who is it? Somebody... Is a with tornado? Them. It might have been. I'm going to it now to see. Oh, my God. I'm looking. When she starts, she's like, my name is Scalpel. And you're seeing too much air at points because he is just sliced. And really, in that panel, if, if you had it, if you have it up, he's getting diced. Getting there. And it's such a good perspective. It's when he's like, ah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at the it's 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 she is about to slice him in half, but then look at the other ultra humanites before. It's an awesome like three D effect with them blurry. The blurred, yeah. It's awesome. I really do like it. It's flash, flash. She's cut through him, sliced to the bone, and oh. even then, and, and the he's sitting there. I'm not oh, really man. knowing how this is working because he's not bleeding out. No, so do I, I have to imagine like his insides. I don't There's even know flesh. about that. It looks, it looks like it. And he is, bleed, he is bleeding a little. Nobody should be able to hurt Captain Steel like this. Oh, my God. And I don't know. Is it the stomach wound or that one on the leg? Oh, God. Oh, it's, it's – it's, it's, oh, my God. I think it's worse than it actually being sliced off. You know what I mean? Because th- there is blood for a little bit yeah, when she first slices. There's blood when it first happened when she's slicing. But I don't even know if that's part of her thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's a fucked up thing oh, that Scalpel did to him, though. He is fucked, and he looks out of it. And then he, it's it's great. Like you said, like you didn't think that it could ever happen. No. But even like with me, I don't really think into that. Flash tells me in a very uh, – he's <laughs> freaked out, and there I get it. Then I'm like, holy shit, Flash. I, it, yeah, he's like, I didn't think anything could do that to steal. This is a girl. And maybe even the most powerful of them. With the mind yeah. of like a six-year-old. Yeah. 
and she, you know what I mean? Somebody who can take your powers, that's pretty goddamn bad. Yeah. You know, and then fire pattern. I think Johnny just can set up a, a kick-ass thing at the Burning Man. <laughs> he puts up fucking little posts of fire. I, I kind of wish, I was going to make a fucking another joke, but then I realized it's not the same, but I wish his name was Crossfire. Like, he could play that ultimate game from back in the 90s, Crossfire. Crossfire. There's a lot of fire I, patterns going on Hey, that. get in here, Contra. <laughs> hey. They call me Pac-Man. But now we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves with this because even before the Ultra Humanite kids show up, there's a bunch of recap that gets you in. But the one yeah. recap bit that I like is Fury talking to Batman after he's calmed down a bit where they're talking like, you know, they are the successors to these two, like the like two parts of the Trinity. The biggest, really. yeah, she's the daughter the of Wonder biggest. Woman. And she's kind of dressed as Wonder Woman. Yeah. He is the successor to Batman and they are doing the best they can. And she thinks, you know, you are doing great as the, like yeah, trying to she, live up said to this earlier, title. But yeah, she actually gives him props, and I like that. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I uh, no, no, you've done more than just try. Yeah, y- you've been great, and you've been really doing this. And she says, you know, th- that's what. And even to the point where I love it that she's like, listen, you know what? Your father with that, and he's like. I wish that for my son. And then he's like, listen, I know I was talking about that. You know, he's not, yeah. you're not technically, but yeah, you, you're his son and you've taken over. Why well, he gave you the mantle. Too. And, and it's great. I do like that a lot. What? And then that's when the, the, uh, humanites show up. And oh no, even before that though, I'm saying like, with the, that was, a bit, there's a bit of recap to catch anybody up. I'm like, how Dick Grayson's Batman, who yeah. Fury is, if you don't really yeah. know going in. But then we also have Power Girl talking to Alan Scott about this whole idea of using the Pandora vessel as this yep. way to bring the Earth back. And Alan, he's like, that's a terrible idea. Pandora, uh, Fury was right to say no to it. But it also catches you up where, oh, Alan, you're no longer the Green Lantern. So yeah. it's really a bunch of catch-up yeah, really that really don't doesn't care. go anywhere, though. But uh, that is actually the only part in the book that I thought the art seemed a little off. Yeah. Stuff with Alan Scott. Uh, even in, in a little bit later on, you're not Green Lantern anymore. You better get the fuck out of here. Uh, but even but, like uh, when when Fury is fighting off these Sour Patch Kids, like the motion involved, it doesn't feel right. Like it, there's something missing in like the translation to me. Like yeah. for what actually you're supposed to be looking at. Like yeah. uh, like you you she get hit by something and going some way, or she like somebody going back on their own. It just does not come across exactly uh, clear to me. Yeah. Well, it, it, again, it's it's a good issue to me, but yeah, the, I it's catch up. That's a lot and of so, yeah, and I, I don't know. It, to me, because I wasn't reading a lot of the Earth 2, the actual Earth 2 book or whatever, uh, Fury has just shown up, and I really – I'm not that invested in her. And, uh, well, she was always like a kind of a lame character. Like, she was yeah, the daughter yeah. of Wonder Woman and Steppenwolf, which was kind of cool. And there was a weird turn where she's kind of a good guy now, but at one point – she was all about, you know, apocalypse and killing well, yeah. shit. Yeah, you and have that, a- and that's why it was good, like, for you when she did show up, when you saw her, that she was on uh, this or two society, that you immediately, and they played with that, that she was going to be a villain as well, and she's yeah. turned out to be pretty good. Um uh, yeah, I'm looking through here. There's not tons. We just never really had on. that big change in her character, though. It just kind of happened yeah. with that, like, off-panel. Yeah. I, I just wish it was fledged out a little bit more, but... When we get back to the humanite kids, no. everybody's fucking busy. Steel is down for the count. They're trying to make a distraction to get him the medical alone. And no. fire patterns like, all right, well, I'm going to go get the Pandora vessel. And when they first broke in, 
the explosion fucked yeah, they, up Batman's exosuit. They pretty much it was like a suicide bombing. Yeah, when they first like showed up, and it, yeah, messed up Batman. And he was like, "Oh shit!" I so he can't this. walk now. And then Fire Pattern shows up and he sees a like a Batman on the ground. He's like, "Come on, what you got, kid?" But he's not got the mask on. So Fire Pattern's like, "Shit, I remember your face." Yeah, Daddy. <laughs> da- Daddy. Oh my Hello, God. Dad. John, Eddie. Oh! He's all upset. Uh, one thing I did like um, that was a little bit earlier. You always love when Steve's fucking crying. Best crying out. When he screams um, or cries. We did get a little sexy Lois earlier. She's not using much. a little red tornado, but not much. And she's not that sexy. She no. has a shirt on. It, not a shirt, but she's not showing enough. I am upset with her. But yeah, you get a lot of the characters. Um, but yeah, not a lot happens. They do want to change. And what gets me is that we're on issue 14. We know that there's at least till October. It looks like longer. And are we just going to argue about using the Pandora vessel? The oh, whole, I read whole, that goddamn. Is this uh, what's going to happen? It seems like it's solicit, still. So. Yeah. It seems like it's just going to continue arguing and then they're eventually going to do it. And it's going to be like, but is this world going to be better than what they left? And, and even in here, you have the, that whole thing. It may destroy us. Oh, we, we have this. Uh, this is no earth. You know, we got to do it. It's worth the you know, risk. And they that, keep that going 1% chance that we're to, like, you know, we like survive. It's worth it to yep. get our old world back yeah. type of shit. And it's funny like, too. No, no, it's not. I really do like the fact now that Dick was so uh, fuck that. 1% is good for me. If and he now does that he has save John his son, back, yeah, if he does right. even save him, then he's not going to want to do that anymore. No, he and has I think his gonna, goddamn boy yeah, back. they're going to call him out on that. And yeah, he might want his wife. Goddamn flip flop of that man. Yeah, yeah. I think that he'll want to, you know, ease off on that. Uh, uh, one of the things is you would think Alan Scott would be like, you know what? If we can get out of this, maybe uh, get my fucking ring back. Because now we don't have to use it to power this goddamn world. Well, I could be Lantern back. I don't think Alan really cares. He's doing the right I, thing. Actually, I think they're pushing it now because he keeps getting shoved aside. Yeah. Because it's like, you're not Green Lantern anymore. And I think that's to get set it up for him to get but, angry at some it's, point. It's so odd for what they did to the character, though, because the, the ego involved to say, like, man, I want to be Green Lantern again – was so disconnected from what they created where they took the humanity out of Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. And even that uh, it's that character of Green Lantern in this with Alan Scott is, is so weird anyway. It's not he's I was he likable in any of these Earth Two societies? No, no, I'm saying it, because not at all. And at the end of World's End, they took the humanity away yeah, from yeah, him so he'd have the strength to do what he needed and to. And I think that that was the thing that was the mistake. And they they were like, that is not good. People don't like it. And we he was great when Earth Two so, first began. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once Earth Two society, like you said, World's End ruined it. And then I think they needed a way to re you know reboot that. They did this. Eventually, he will get his ring back. You, you yeah. would assume, or and somebody just, else. Or they yeah, just all of a sudden, we find. Oh, like, I'm, still, oh, I'm still human. Yeah. Oh, didn't I? Uh, didn't I show you? I have this buddy here. His name is Kyle. Like, ah. But no, it, you get it. That that's what's going to be. It's one of those like, if you accept the ring back, then you have your, you know, something nonsense like that. Even the whole thing, like I'm in touch with the green, and I don't. Oh goodness. In this book, it had such potential. Yeah, and make like a Green Lantern to be the avatar of the green, and this yeah, I thought was yeah. amazing, but it never and went anywhere. No, and, it, and not only did it not go anywhere, then they threw him on a planet that really legitimately had no green, though he seemed to be able to talk to the planet. What, what I want to what I want to know is what happened to the Red Lantern, Yolanda Montez, who could shapeshift yeah, out yeah. even though she had her power taken away. What, what was her brother's name? 
Fucking no, it's just Hermano. Me Hermano. That's what it was, yeah. Oh, me Hermano. She kept getting all upset. Yeah, where where did she end up? No idea. She just disappeared. We liked her. Yolanda Montez. Uh, Yeah, but what would you give this then? Well, because the art was decent, except for a few action scenes and uh, the motion stuff kind of got lost to me, but I don't know. The fight was fun, and that that, just that goddamn scene with Steel. Fucking this through, oh, God. I was emotionally. I was reading this, and yeah, I was reading it, and I just thought, holy crap! And I just sat there. It was almost like one of those where you're looking and you don't want to look because I just kept thinking of like the guts that should be coming out, and yeah, the, all that. And it did kind of throw me up because there was blood, but he wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. It's very oh. odd. Like, are you steel all the way through and through, and you're just gonna have these gouges now? Oh, yeah, God, these gouges. Weirds me out. There, I don't want that. He, he's like an accordion. But I didn't, I didn't like. I didn't like all the recap of this issue since in my mind we're supposed to be building to something leading towards like an Earth 2 rebirth yeah. kind of thing. It's... And we're just kind of stalled right now since we're dealing with all this recap right now. I don't know. It doesn't feel like really suited. Like It's almost being padded out like a normal rebirth issue. Yeah, right yeah. Have they, have they ever gone and gotten to the point where they announced the creative team or are we just assuming no, that it's the happened. same creative team? It, well, it's at this weird. point, I don't even know if the rebirth, uh, Earth 2 it's rebirth happening. will happen. It could <laughs> just continue. Still... They, yeah, they, it could. It'd be weird. Because um, this is supposed to just bridge into that new, like, you know, Earth 2, like, renumbering. It, ha- it has to. It has to, re- you know, go you to that. You would think. You get that number one, you get that boost. Um, and it's almost weird that because we haven't heard a lot of announcements and this stuff, it's almost like you have DC sitting there and, you know, they, they're like, September, okay, Earth 2, number 16. All right. Hey, anybody want this book? We need a rebirth. <laughs> anybody? Nobody hands. Hands. Okay. 17 it is. <laughs> and they keep going because it, it just seems like you're at Dan, the you're end. Under contract. This, is, yeah, this is one of those that does seem to be going further on than it should and, and doesn't have the material to go with. I, this is all leading to them using the vessel and it working, uh, you would assume, right? Yeah. And they can't do that now, I guess, because I think that's what they either want to end it with, and move boom, and then a hand, I, a hand out of the grave. But yeah, and then Earth 2 uh, reboot, just call it Earth 2, whatever they're going to do, and you have that rebirth issue or a number one right away. You need and a yeah, rebirth. you'll have it. You'll. I don't know. This is one of those that seems like all of these that don't have, like Batgirl doesn't if have a they, rebirth. I'm saying though, but if they reboot the universe... That they had before. In my mind, you need that rebirth issue to really bring everybody in to figure out what the hell has been going on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they would go with. Uh, they might assume that it's gone on so long during this whole rebirth time that if you haven't been reading, I don't know. Like, like a, to me, like a uh, yeah, isn't is Birds of Prey? Is that a, that's not the rebirth? That's it. Just starts at a number one, right? Or just that rebirth next week? I don't even know now. I Fuck forget. me. But so some, it's like a Harley doesn't have a rebirth because they're just going to go on. Continue, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I really don't know. You would hope that if they were going to do a rebirth, maybe just have it to the series gets to a point. They're about to hit the thing, have the whole change in that rebirth. So anybody jumping on knows that there was something before or you're going to have. That's a, what I'm saying. Or we're going to have. I, I really think they're going to do. I don't know. Because then you'd have a, you could have a rebirth that you could have that cheesy like 
we were on an earth that didn't even exist and they had no oil and this and that. But here we are three years later after using the or do do something with Nightwing. Don't explain shit. They're out there fucking all of a sudden you're there and they're like, yep, you know what? That Pandora vessel worked. Thumbs up. What? What's happening? And then then just change things slightly that only the readers of it would know. And then Dick Grayson comes out. Oh, man, you know, it's so great to have my son Frankie with me. And then he's like, I know, Tom Grayson. Everything's wrong. And the, Tom man, John. If I would have known my dad was the Flash, I would have felt I was the coolest guy, Mr. Grayson. Like, everything's wrong. They fucking howls, the Green Lantern. It's all nonsense. We could yell and scream. But yeah, uh, what did you give this? I give it a 6.8 out no, of 10. I, I think I would give it a 7. Yeah. I, I, I really like the art. And I, it's weird too, because this was a book where we would do this on the podcast and I didn't read all of World's End, but once we started doing the pod, you know, the whole thing with the podcast, I did. And it was a bunch of nonsense to me. It made no sense. Then we went into Earth 2 society and like a rebirth that we're seeing now, if people would listen back to that, we had a lot of issues because they had a lot of continuity problems from issues that we read a week before. And a lot of problems like that with the Tommy John. That's the right. big so They called Dick Grayson's son Tommy at points and John at points. They kept changing it. Tommy makes John. no sense. Now that we've gone into it, uh, the last bunch of issues of Ultra Humanites in, very interesting to me, yeah. kind of funny deal. But also, it, it's almost like I'm finally learning these characters. Right. It's taken me all this time because for the most part, in that this is what, issue 14? Yes. I, I'm telling – Nine issues were a bunch of bullshit where nothing happened. We were talking about, oh, we don't have resources. Maybe we should use wind power. That's going to take years. Like all that. Well, we could do this with the water. No, we don't know that. It was always crazy shit and it just went on. It was like Batman Beyond. It's funny though. We have this whole thing with the Pandora vessel being able to like bring things back. Terry Sloan in the first like arc of the series, like even maybe in the first issue, yeah. was going to use this Genesis machine to fucking bring back Earth 2. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's what we thought. And we're like, this is great. Bring yeah. it on back. Do it up. And. I only think now that they're now, themselves. now that they have to extend it, it seems. It really does seem it like, does seem you know, you can't just end it now. We need some more issues. But what I do like, though, is for people like you who like the JSA and always wanted this yeah. to become that and all, at least we are getting a team that seems to be working together a little more. Even with Fury coming and talking to Dick that, about being a good Batman, that's the problem it's good. Because – Instead of having the JSA that I want, we have the Earth 2. So yeah, we're I, dealing with these characters doing stuff on their own a lot of the times, and the team thing seems to be pushed on the back burner. Yeah, well, it, it's... Because we have to fledge easy. all these characters out. Oh, yeah, well, it seems to me, though, fledge, that at flush. least we're getting... Yeah, at least we're getting some now. The Dick Grayson thing throws you off, because he, even then, he thought he had a team going, hey, Power Girl, where are they? Where'd they go? They, woo, 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 they ran out the door. Uh, well, his but, team's Red Arrow and fucking uh, but yeah, but yeah, there Wildcat, and, uh, Wildcat. Gotham. Yeah, uh, but even when we had the whole thing where they were at the table and we thought, boy, that looks yeah, like the, right. you know the JSA. At least we're getting some of that now, and we are getting more characters. So that if it does lead into the rebirth, uh, at least you know some of the people. But then again, you have to rebuild that again for new readers. But I, I don't know. I don't. I think that the damage they've done to Earth too. <laughs> It is beyond repair, 
that even when Rebirth happens, it'll be one of those that is not going to be a hit. Uh, and Earth 2, when it came out, people loved it. Oh, when huge. James Robinson went, and even when Tom Taylor took over. That's what got uh, me in the new 52. I wasn't reading it. We weren't doing the podcast. You were reviewing it. That's like when Frenny asked, oh, you guys read all the books. That's only the podcast. I... I have enough crazy shit to do that if we weren't doing the podcast, there are some books, including Earth 2 Society, that I wouldn't even deal with. Yeah, at this we point, I wouldn't deal with it now. either. Yeah, it would probably be done. And in fact, if we weren't doing the podcast, there might have been a thing where we probably would have suggested maybe we wouldn't have done it, but I'm like, you know what, these other books, let's just focus on Rebirth. These other books can go to the side. And where I, I really do think that DC even has been done with them, we do get the digital book, they send us digital review copies, not these books. No. They're all the rebirth. Then I have to beg people to, you know, to get the others for you guys to review. Cause really I, most of my books are done. The new yeah. two, I think I have Deathstroke, one last issue and that's it. Um, but even DC seems to be like, boy, we don't care if people get these early reviews <laughs> for those books on. Nobody can. We see no one's just, reading that. just the number, the number of reviews on comic book roundup. You see, you know, 20 for some of these rebirth titles reviews. And then you see two of Earth 2. I, how many people reviewed Earth 2 this I week? I have no idea. Actually. You and who? You and what other fool? I'm looking <laughs> now because it can't be much because people don't really care anymore and they want to move on and i think that you're missing out on the boat because like i said earlier a lot of two reviews i was right uh you really it's still only two only two yep you and uh david brook my my man david brook <laughs> uh he gave it a nine or uh really? but yeah but i think that by the time earth 2 hits rebirth i said it earlier i think people are already trying to desperately figure out what books and, and for some people it seems like a, a really hard decision it's a sophie's choice eric of which book you're going to do and you know as a parent if they said to me listen which kid would you kill it's ethan i what do i have to do? <laughs> yeah. but uh it you these people are already struggling when there's little books you know that there's hardly any books in rebirth it may seem like a lot because it's every other week but look at the reviews eric we're done instantly there's there's not a lot and people are already trying to to thin the herd and i would think that a lot of them are saying like oh you know what i love batgirl so i want to leave that position open but each month that these solicits come out that there isn't these earth two and you don't know and you don't even know who's on it and you know what else is weird where's super sons eric no idea not in the october solicits who's the team on oh no blue beetles uh end of uh at least the rebirth issues end of August. Oh, that's right. That, yeah, that's it. For uh, some but, reason, I thought that was a fall title. Who who's on the Super Sons? What's the mean, creative what, team? That you remember? Woman. You remember that Super Sons creative Tell me about team? About that Superwoman. Yeah, I think that that no, I don't even think the creative team for that either. But yeah, Super Sons doesn't even have a creative team yet. Well, didn't they and, announce a JLA book? Uh, no, I think they kind of hinted at it. <laughs> they, you know. Uh, but this Earth 2, you have this book where you're hoping that people – I really think that by October when this 17 comes out, I cannot see this book selling more than 7,000 copies. Well, right now, I'm saying uh, for June's uh, estimated sales, yeah. like Rebirth had come out that month, so people might have already been dropping it. It's not that bad. It was selling 17,492, 17, and then Rebirth came out at 17,430. Okay. Has but, it didn't yeah. even drop a hundred, and that was just the re- that was rebirth number one, or was that the uh, that all was, of rebirth? That was all of rebirth for the okay. first. So week. it's it's actually not as bad as I thought. 
No. Uh, but it's actually very by surprising. October, I just I don't know. I I don't know. And obviously, like the, the biggest hit to, to any of it was Batman Beyond. It, this won't be a twice a month book. They're they're going to have to put this out once a month. They're not going to fool around with that nonsense, right? I wouldn't think so. I, there's no information. Well, I'm saying you would think that they wouldn't like it, even like a Birds of Prey is not twice a month. Yeah, so, there's no. Know, yeah, I wouldn't say it was t- you know uh, twice a month. They're, they're yeah, not right. going to do that. They'll just have it once a month. So maybe hey, that hey. will help some people say, okay, I can add that one extra two ninety nine in there. I just don't know. Batman Beyond went down five thousand. Really? Yeah. Yeah. These. These books that aren't rebirthed yet, I think they're even going to have even more problems. I don't think it's going to carry over to their title. In I would think so, too, honestly. People you don't want so people to remember the shit that was. Yeah, no. And if if you're a guy who can get four books, by the time that even Batman Beyond comes out, you may already be, you know, you're already a couple months in the stories in Batman, say, say I was Batman, Superman, just goddamn justice league and nightwing yeah, maybe that they all get bad you know I'll tell you, by that, it's better but by that point batman's already going to be in his 20s yeah and you're going to start a crossover with these other books and i really think that by then you're just like well unless you are really upset with the book you're you're already invested in and why i just i wish that they would have at least had June as the or July, the quote unquote rebirth month and get right. all those rebirth to get people excited about the things and then tear them. But I wish we would have just boom, you have rebirth. Just go with it. it. It shows me that people claiming that this was a well thought out plan and everything was laid down. It was not a couple of these things were, you know, paper, fucking what is it? Shoelaces and bubble gum or something. How do you put it together? But it, it, that's what it seems to be. And to have this book continue, I, the first thing, right to you, when the fuck does this end? This is Dr. Fate? Please. What was I Dr. Fate? I really stuff? thought that oh, issue crap. 16 was going to be the final issue of Earth 2. No. Yeah, no. The solicit does not even really seem to be the last. No. So, oh, well. But that's it. It is, that five, is it. 5 a.m. It is. What are we doing? Every time I say this, this is nonsense. I gotta go to bed and then my kids will wake me up in two hours. Here, Earth 2 Society number 17. Um, Tony, Earth 2 is dead. Oh shit, spoilers everybody. Earth oh, 2 my is God. dead. Following the climactic battle with Ultra Humanite and his superpowered army, a oh, handful of- be fighting them all the way to October. Oh yeah, superpowered, Thanks. a handful of wonders awaken in a twilight limbo. Are they the only ones who have survived? Has their desperate gambit to save their world ended in total disaster? That's it. That's a weird goddamn solicit. What is your pick of the week, Harry? Fuck me. I always forget about pick of the week. Um, your pick of the week. The hell was the first book we did? The first <laughs> book we did tonight was Nightwing. No, it's definitely not Nightwing. No. The second book we did was... That was Flash. Flash is my pick of the week. Okay, Flash is your pill. Mine's Wonder Woman. Uh, But both those are good. I said I had a good week. I like my books. Not yours as much, but next week. This is what we have next week. Aquaman number three. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey Rebirth number one. So it is Rebirth. Batman number three. Green Arrow number three. Green Lanterns number three. Hellblazer Rebirth number one. Justice League number one. Legends of Tomorrow, number five. God damn it. New Suicide Squad, number 22. That's the final uh, issue, right? 
Yes. Yes, it is before the rebirth. Um, Scooby Apocalypse number three. I'll mention that we will be reviewing it, but we will not be talking about it on the podcast. Superman number three. And that is it. Uh, we have a couple books. Reggie is going to San Diego Comic Con, so we're going to have to work out a way that we can talk about his books, or me and you are just going to be talking about them all. And I would say, if, if I was a betting man, I would say that our spotlight this week will be Batgirl and Birds of Prey Rebirth number one and Superman number three. That's my. We'll see. I don't like to blow our load all in one deal. And Hellblazer, I, I don't know. You have, and it's a rebirth. Actually, that'll be, that might even be a good one because you haven't been reading Hellblade. Uh, no, I haven't. I fell off of that. You fell off of that because me and Reggie would just talk about it. And I'm interested. That's our one book now that we can have, uh, you going in, not really knowing all that happened in the new 52. So then maybe that'll be interesting. Maybe we'll throw that in. Birds of Prey is kind of like its own new book. So. Yeah. Just going to be weird to see Batgirl fucking trouncing around China and Japan. And then she's also in Birds of Prey. Jim, what you don't know? Clone. Maybe. Or Oracle. 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 Oracle's a clone. Oracle's actually the uh, the villain. The villain of they want to see this made up uh, Oracle, and it seems too much like the beginning of the Burnside Batgirl to me. But we'll see how it goes. It turns out it's Frankie. Whew. Frankie. It's, actually, I saw uh, one guy yelling, when are we going to get more Frankie? Oh, yeah, people were yelling and, for Frankie. Yeah, they were yelling, and, and I, I thought to myself, boy, you're not really giving much time for this. Neither of Batgirl's books have started. Where are you going to get her? you going to get her in fucking Earth 2 society? I got angry, actually. I was going <laughs> to have to yell at him, but it's a guy who uh, he doesn't like us. He does God. not like us there. Which, you know, I've, I've narrowed it down to 10 million people. Seriously, I have no idea who you're talking about. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. It's a guy I hate. I hate America. And it, yes, it's Reggie. <laughs> All right, but that's it. It's 5.07 a.m. The sun is I need to go to bed. And I need to go to bed. But uh, what do we say? Everybody, y'all have a great Proud. week. Proud. 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 Keep Proud. it weird. Height! <laughs> and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, baby, that's the clean. Oh, there it is.